All right. Okay. And we are recording. Test, 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 JD. Test, 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 Connor. Test, 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 JD. Wait, JD, JD, JD. Connor, Connor, Connor. Testing, testing, testing. Testing, testing, test. Okay, I think we sound pretty good. You feel good about it? I feel good about it. Okay. All right, we... Test, 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 JD. Test, 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 Connor. Okay, I think we're both good. Both good? Yeah. Are you going to take the... Make him look more like... uh, Let's say you're recording for when we go into Affair Schwartz. What's that? Like that, you just look like it's for personal use. When you wear them, it looks like you're, it looks like you're recording. I don't think we'll get in trouble regardless. No, I don't think we will. But better safe than sorry. Although, wouldn't that be a great beginning to the podcast? Let's begin the podcast now. Okay. I think Wait. it's a good spot. God damn it. Wait, sorry. Okay, let's begin it. Hello, everyone. I'm Connor. Let's walk over here under so that we're away from the audio. Okay. Noise. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to 12-Hour Day. This is Connor. And this is JD. And uh, it's been the longest break between episodes. It's been a few months, a couple months. Really? Yeah. When was our last one? Uh, We had one in January and one in February, right? Yeah, so it's been one And now month. it's April. Yes, it's been a month. But I think it feel like it was early February, wasn't it? Oh, I guess maybe that's true. So, uh, I mean, it's early April now, but it, fe- it feels like a long break. Um, we were going to do an episode from South by Southwest. We had technical problems, and so we are back in New York City. And, like, largely the technical problems were that I was, like, really tired. I mean, and that's not how you sold it to me. But that's... I would have accepted that as an honest problem. Well, well... There were two problems. One, we didn't have the, the gear we needed. To get it, I would have had to spend a lot of money that yeah. I did not have. Yeah, and I don't want you to spend a lot of money. And two, to, fit, to, to solve that problem it would have taken so much energy. And then also, I was like... And I'm it would have ruined your fun at South by Southwest. Right. And it's not worth that. And then I was like, oh, we're doing all this in pursuit of like using up 12 hours of our time, relaxing at a house while our friends at South by Southwest. So I was, yeah. like, I was like, that's just not... Let's yeah. I think it was the right call, and we made it together, and there was, there was no bad feeling about it whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, but I know there were a few people, because we had sort of pre-teased that it would happen. Right. And so there were probably, I'd say, maybe a dozen people who were devastated by our decision. Right. But here we are, back in New York City, and we're going to start, uh, just to, for those of you who like to geo-track the episodes, we're starting uh, near 59th and 5th Avenue in New York City. We're right outside the, uh, the Apple Cube. Apple Cube. And uh, we're going to go into F.A.O. Schwartz. Um, it feels fitting for you and I to, like, start at a uh, toy, store? toy store. Yeah, you know? I think so. Now, I'll tell you... Something that I think is funny about the situation yeah. is that, Connor, you are legitimately... You looked at the two fake F.A.O. Schwartz guards as though they were security that you were worried that we weren't going to get past. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely... I respect their authority. <laughs> they have none. They They're have, two guys in costumes. I mean, but I think they also have the uh, ability to make security decisions. So we're here in FAO Shorts. Can I say something? And this is... Uh, paint, paint a picture for our out-of-town listeners. I mean, imagine a toy store filled with people. Just utter chaos. But anyone, it's, it's, anyone not, is, it's not just a normal toy store, though. It's a massive toy store. Yeah. But in, like, a classic sense where there's, like, a giant carousel of, like, just the same teddy bear wearing a pink heart 
sharp. Yeah, it's like a Sam's Club in some ways. It's like like right now as toys we're descend, are just right now we're on the escalator, and as we ascend, there is a remote control helicopter ascending with us, being controlled by someone on the ground floor. Uh, just plummeted I, to its death. I remember the days when this store used to when you went into it, and I think you still will see this. Uh, <laughs> you still will see this in some movies. Connor just tripped on the escalator. <laughs> it was almost a disaster. Um, there were they used to play a song over and over. Do you remember that, JD? Oh yes. We're and also passing by the Angry Birds section of the FAR Sports, which is also a shows the sign of the times. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure that, that oh, when there's you, there's yeah. your uh, signature glasses. Yeah, there's some glasses. I would never collect these though. I just like how there's a lot of people that would, were sending you links to the uh, collectors' cups yeah. that you already have. Yeah. But it was um, nice that now you're a person. That collects all those. Oh, I like this. We're like walking by a bunch of like the stuffed animal section. Go, yeah, there's like long snakes, snakes go. snake dolls. But the song they used to play when you walked into F.O. Schwartz uh, repeated over and over again on a loop all day long. Right. And the song went, Welcome to our world. Welcome to oh our world. God. Welcome to our world of toys. And it repeated over and over again. Welcome to our welcome to our welcome to our welcome to welcome to our world of toys. Now, now imagine like you'd hear it for like twenty seconds going in, you'd be like, Oh, magical. But I imagine that, that must have been a very popular decision among the people who work here. They, w- they would have been driven nuts by that. I, I, it's an insane... Because like, if you even stood in the, in the entrance to the store for more than a few minutes, like if you were waiting for someone, after a few minutes you start to feel like this is an insane place to be. Yeah. Because it just repeats over and over. So I, I'm just imagining like that was a big decision because that's a bold way of entering a store to have that song on a loop. Yeah, and you know, it worked to the extent that oh, years I still, later you and I both knew I have fond, immediately the song. fond memories of it. We were but just I, in the rock section. Yeah, there were rocks here. Where there's a little bookie section, lots of books. Which, if I'm going to admit something, uh-huh. it's yeah. probably the least fun section of F.A.O. Schwartz. It's the book section. Fun for you or fun for most? Least fun. You don't like that section? Yeah, no. I mean, that section's full of fun books, though. I, I don't want to go back to it. Hold on. No. No, we're going back in here. I feel like a, I feel like a kid again. It's like... Look at this. I guarantee little J.D. would have liked this, the Kletz book of animation. Make your own stop motion movies. I didn't really like books that came with things. Yeah? Because you knew that the content of the book within was not good enough to support its own. No, but I, I bet at a certain age this book would have been a fun time for you and me both. Yes, I agree. Uh, some of these things, that the, the, I'll say this. The great thing about this store is that you've identified what's probably a correct assessment. I bet if they took a vote, most people would say that's one of the least fun sections of the store. But I bet you could have a ton of fun in there if that was if you were stuck in that section for a day. Yes, in terms of objective fun, you could probably have Oh, a tons of fun. I mean, what about this? The art gallery, you think this is more fun for kids? Uh, as a kid, I would have really liked it. I like these ugly doll guys. I think these are fun. Yeah, ugly I like dolls. Those. I kind of wish... You know, they're really funny. The guy who does those ugly dolls, if you ever see, like, little bits of, like, packaging that have, like, comics on them, it makes me wish that that guy drew ugly dolls like it was a TV show or a, right. or a comic book or something. I think it would be... That would have been something that would have been super fun, but it seems like it's mostly just dolls and toys and a little bit of packaging that shows that, like, oh, this guy's super fun. Right. And I feel like if there was never a Simpsons TV show, but there was funny stuff on all the merchandise and they just existed as dolls and toys. Right. But he makes Hanover Chris more money making, spending his time making dolls and toys than he would ever. That's true. But he's really good. He's funny. Yeah. The guy who does this is funny. 
Uh, as we passed it, there's a guy just yelled out that was just the easiest magic trick in the world right here. That's, it seems that was like, the way he sold it? That seems like a, a we backwards had a, way of selling it. We had a request on Twitter that we do the big piano. Oh, really? Yeah. They wanted me to go on the big piano like Tom Hanks, but I don't think I want to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't think. I, I think that's There's a long line for it. No, I think it would be utterly humiliating for me to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I mean, when you go... When you Tom, go, Tom immediately entered an area filled with parents and kids and was like, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Uh, a grown... Like, with like, no... With also, no, also known with... Like, it's not like our, our listening audience would be able to see it. Yeah. It would just be for me. JD would be able to see me be humiliated as I take a space that is occupied by children yeah. so that I can reenact an old movie. I loved Playmobil as a kid. Me too. They were fun. Uh, they used to have these at McDonald's. You get them with like Happy Meals and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. These are far more intricate than I remember them being, though. Well, I think they branched out. You know, like they're still going pretty strong. Like, look at all these new things. They're, they have a lot more world building. There's a lot more yeah, world. Look, this is a, this is the airport set, and it's just the cargo shipping part of. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, Lego is the Beatles and Playmobil is the Rolling Stones. Yeah, I agree with that. They definitely, it's, they both have been able to live in their own worlds. And Duplo is the monkeys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, look at this, Playmobil dragons. Look at this. Yeah, wow. they, they really have... These are very cartoony, though, too. Also, like, this doesn't feel like the style of Playmobil. No. Like, they definitely... Oh, look, there's the airplane. Look, you do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fun stuff. Now, for those of you who are listening, we're in the Playmobil section of FAO Schwartz. Uh, if you don't know what Playmobil is, you can Google it. It's P-L-A-Y-M-O-B-I-L. No E at the end. Also, uh, right now, we seem like, like people that have uh, like social disorders. Yeah. Well, we do because we're narrating everything we say. And, and you can't see any of it. No one can tell that we're recording yeah. something. They, we just look like we're... As a kid, this section would have been my... I would have never gotten something from it, but it would have been my dream section. Yeah. Remote control toys. We're in a section now uh, called... Connor just blew by the, the model train set, which... I, well, no, I used to... That would have fascinated me far more than... No, no, I, I, I want Than chugging Chuggington. No, I was... I don't uh, know why we're here. Uh, because I've never heard of it, and, I, and I'm going to circle back towards the... Because I, I used to do model Chuggington. trains. Chuggington. Chuggington, the name just um, He's, fascinated me. He's sad. Chuggington is not happy. Yeah, the best he can muster is is that's like a sad almost smile. <laughs> Chuggington is well, Chuggington I mean, knows that things don't work out. The it's a weird thing to try to personify vehicles and give them personalities and things. A train in particular, because like Thomas the tank engine, the little engine that could like when you personify these things, a train as a character, I mean, they're trapped in an existence. They're on the tracks. They can't go anywhere. Right. Well, that was the great, that was the great conceit of Tom Tank Engine was that he went on these adventures where he would solve problems and stuff. But it was like, how many tracks are there in this small town? And like, yeah. At a certain point, like, like, don't you run out of adventures once like, you've gone around a couple of times? I guess so, but. I mean, isn't maybe that's the central metaphor of that story that Ooh. they're not that different than any of us. I when you, once true. you've gone around the tracks a few times, what else is there? Um, oh, now, now I get Chuggington. Yeah. Now he makes sense. Chuggington makes perfect sense. Chuggington is sad because he knows 
that uh, life is finite. Yeah. He knows that there's only so many times you go around the track, and that whatever the I mean, there's a uh, putting train using trains as a central metaphor for human characters or for characters that have a human emotions and feelings and dreams and desires. Uh, what you're left with is uh, a certain amount of predestination. You know yeah. that you're, you're only gonna you're only gonna go in a limited number of ways. And that inherently, all humans are chugging a ton of guilt and weight with them. My uncle's oh. like, where's the doll? Chugging the doll section. I spent a lot of time in as a child. Yeah. My sister had a dollhouse. Uh huh. And then as I also, because my sister had one, I wanted one, but not for the like playhouse stuff, but yeah. for the more the like miniatures putting together a world part of things. We're now in the Beatles, the Beatles hallway. This is a quiet corridor of F.A.O. Schwartz where it feels like this is only for adults. Like, really? You don't think kids want a, a Beatles, Beatles dartboard? A Beatles dart, match play dartboard. Yeah. Now, just to let you know what a Beatles dartboard is, it's <laughs> a green and black dartboard that has an apple in the center, center and it says Apple Records at the top. So this would be for a child who is familiar enough with the Beatles that he knows that their <laughs> label was Apple Records. It's like such a, such a leap to be like, yeah, uh, you know, the Beatles. Yeah. Apple I, Records. I, it makes me want to uh, ask an employee if they have... Uh, do you have any stuffed uh, dolls of Jeff Emmerich, the Beatles' uh, sound engineer? Who, uh, oh, here, right here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there was, one right. Um, no, I mean, some of it, the Yellow Submarine stuff is the closest the Beatles come to being... Uh, like, if I was a... I mean, I would have liked this stuff as a kid, but that's not a ringing endorsement of the... Like, I would say that more kids would rather be in the book section than the Beatles section now. Okay, right now we're looking at a toy. Uh-huh. What brand of toy is this? That looks like Lego, but I think you're going to tell me that it's not. Nex? K-E-N-K-N-E-X? Kinex. That might have been beyond... When I was a kid, I had Kinex. Building worlds kids love. I had Kinex, but they were not How were this. they not they were sued much... by Lego? See, Kinex are usually just these pieces. See here? They're the, yeah. the spiny joint pieces. I mean, that's definitely Lego. And they were much bigger. But now they're tiny and they have Lego parts to them. Connect is just like how is Lego not? How is Lego letting them? I mean, is there a deal? Maybe there's a deal. Maybe they made yeah. a deal. Uh, how many children have bought a revolver? A sixty dollar. Uh, a sixty dollar revolver canvas bag. Something that I noticed here. Yeah. Is they do not advertise prices very overtly. Yeah, because they want kids to fall in love with something first. And right. then you deal with the price options. Like, folk, ta- uh, folk famous are a quality puppet. Can I say this? I didn't know. I don't know uh, what that is. Folk famous uh, puppets, creative and fun puppets. Like look at that tree. That's a fun tree puppet, right? Um, there. Uh, let me look here. I, I, I have a couple of these in my apartment, actually. Oh wow, uh, these are good. Yeah, they're really good at articulating and like. Like, like this, I have a, uh, they have a lot, this is a chipmunk one, and you can give a lot of personality to... Uh, but this one even has... Oh, you can move the eyes eye on those? Movement. That's a really impressive for a hand puppet. They have a range of characters uh, you know, I, and creatures. I was way into puppet building when I was in college. Yeah. To the point that I put, I, I'm not going to give enough details of this. Uh-huh. Because I don't want people to find it, but yeah. I... I spent a lot of time making different versions of 
uh, puppet eye blink mechanisms. Uh huh. And then one of mine became like one of the go-to ones for at-home puppet builders. Oh really? Yeah. I have this monkey puppet or a version of this. Really? Yeah. So that's why you're so comfortable with it in your hand. Yeah. For our listeners out there, Connor has a monkey puppet on his hand right now. Yeah. Um, do you have any pictures of puppets you've built? I do. Uh, can you upload some of those for our viewers slash listeners? No? No. Why not? No. That's a, it's private? That's a, that's a part of my past, Connor. It's private? Because they're... I, J.D. Amato's private puppets. Hashtag it. Uh, I want to get the... Let's get the Twitter conversation going. They're very obscene. They're very obscene. They're very... No, but I don't think they're necessarily obscene, but they are private, and we want to respect that. But let's speculate. What are... what? What's J.D. up to in his private puppet lab? Wait, where is the Lego section? Oh, we passed it. It was over by Playmobil. Really? Yeah. We're now going back. We were heading back toward the uh, escalator. Well, this, oh, no, never mind. I'm thinking of a different store. What were you thinking of? I was like, uh, you know in the, the Times Square Toys R Us, that the uh-huh. giant dinosaur? Yeah. And like the giant Star Wars area? Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, I realized that's a different... A different commercial Let's cut through a uh, good shortcut if you're in FAO Schwartz is Beatles Alley because there is no one in it. But be careful, walk quickly because a homeless man may yeah. snatch your purse because no one is looking after Beatles. Yeah, Alley. it is unsecured. Um, uh, one thing that is, I mean, this is a uh, just a basic observation you'll see in a lot of places. But I was like, oh, what's... how people just straight up looked at you because you're walking ahead of me. That's right. And you're talking as if you're talking <laughs> to someone, but look, you're talking to no one. Yeah. Uh, the line for the, the women's bathroom, I, thought, I saw, what is this incredibly popular thing that people have been waiting a long time for? And it was a line snaking down the hallway for the women's bathroom. Okay. F.A.R. Schwartz needs more women's bathrooms. Less Beatles, more women's bathrooms. Yeah, they could transform that whole Beatles hallway into a women's bathroom. That's the saddest... Reflection onto the Beatles. Oh, sorry. Nope. I may. Oh, we're back near the big piano. Uh, you can hear those people standing on it. And now JD and I are in. Bare chorist feet pounding on the keyboards of FAO Shorts. And we're back in Legoville. Uh, this is strange. What's strange? That they would do this. Um, tape. Sign onto the Lego building uh-huh. that would not come with one of the Lego sets. Yeah, like that's clearly a label maker they used to make that sign. And it sells fire hydrant parking in rear. Is that an inside joke among F.A. Schwartz employees? What's that a reference to? I bet that is probably Mel's fire hydrants parking in rear. I'm gonna Google it, see what comes up. Um, I have a feeling Mel is gonna play a big part today. I just Googled Mel's fire hydrants because I feel like that's going to bear some fruit. That's specific enough, yeah. Uh-oh, your search, Mel's fire hydrants, did not match any documents. We have a mystery on our hands. Wait, that's that's unusual. That something brings up no, no results. No results? Looks like Mel's been doing some uh, yeah. content scrubbing. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right, do we want to head out into the wilderness? Yeah, let's head out to the wilderness. Oh, there's a, a big Lego Batman. And, uh, the fact that his cape isn't Lego is a real letdown. Yeah, the cape is not Lego. There I was said a. That, you know, mother looked at me. There. The yeah. Um, there was a, I would say, an older teenage boy who was like 
seemed to be caressing Batman, like, ginger, tenderly. It was very strange. I don't understand what was happening there. Here's my backstory for that. Okay. Father's not around anymore. Ba Batman's father? Child's father. Okay. We know Batman's father's not around anymore. Yeah. Child's father also isn't around anymore. Uh -huh. Last memory of father was sixth, sixth birthday. Uh -huh. Dad dressed up as Batman yep. to surprise his son. Oh. Coming back from Iraq. So son sees life-size Batman has oh. father remembrance. Decides to connect with him. I think you're right. I think you're probably right. Of the two of us, here's what I'll notice. JD seems slightly unmoored in terms of the navigation of the store. Unmoored? What do you mean? Yeah, like you seem a little bit less uh, sure-footed as to like, where are we going? You know what I mean? Like yeah, you, you seem weirdly confident. Well, I mean, I don't come in here that often, but... Uh, you walk through the halls of Wild Republic share your imagination with the confidence of a man who's traveled these grounds before. Yeah, I've I've been here before, and the the the, the just toys are different, but the layout is the same. The building structure is the same. Uh, we're heading back toward the down escalator. Oh, here's the. I don't know where. What's happening? The sales ledger from 1909. They have F.A. Schwartz sales ledger. That's what that big book was. Who's that targeted at? Uh, all the the fathers. The fathers. Oh, well, here's something I can relate to is. Uh, some hard data. What if you bought like this six-foot bear and decided, well, I want to have that. We have to bring that with us all today. That would be. I'd ruin our day. It'd be so heavy. Yeah. Um, let's walk back towards the Jim Henson uh, Muppet. Just build your own Muppet uh, area. Um, I had a funny interaction with that yeah? area in the past. That I was doing a video for IFC, the, the one where you make the audition tape for Alf. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I had Drew Johnson play a character that needed to have a puppet. Yeah. And it needed to be, like, a pretty good one. Yeah. And I only had, like, one day, so I was like, well, I'll just go here and, like, get one of the, like, prefab ones. Yeah. But the whole conceit of this, of this section is, like, oh, you come here and, like, pick pick the nose and the mouth and the this and the that and yeah. make it look like you and da 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 and I was like no 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 and like come back in a week and we'll have it for you we'll send it to you and I was like no no, no. I just want one that's like I can take right now yeah and the girl that was doing the pitch was someone that was like my age yeah it was very weird to have her doing a pitch that was designed for like a 10 year old to me and I was just like let's just be people right now and yeah and please just please just give me and then I ended up taking one of the ones that was up there. Oh, so they did sell you one? Yeah. That's good. Now, um, we should say we walked through the candy section, FAO Sweets, uh, which is where they sell all the, the candy. And it's FAO very, Schweetz? it's very uh, Eastered, Eastered up. Yeah. That's pretty, that's close to classic, but they've, they're different now. We're looking at uh, a little handheld uh, um, Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear. Uh, the Muppet, frog. Puppet. Uh, you want to see my impression of uh, the new Muppet movie? Yeah. This is just as accurate as the new Muppet movie. Hello, Kermit the Frog. Hello. It's just... My impression of that is as good as what the current movie... What their impression of Kermit the Frog is. Hey, you don't need to... You're preaching to the choir. 
Look at this. Now, I think, and I, I don't care if I say this in every episode of the of the podcast. Ooh, this is weird. I don't like this. Well, it's a stylized thing. He's looking at the pop vinyl uh, Funko uh, uh, Muppet figures, but they all those are designed to look like different versions of that. Um, to me, the the new I'm in some senses happy. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, let's leave this place. I don't want to walk through FAO streets again. Um, I view those new Muppet things as very sincere um, tribute efforts. I think they are funny, but they do not give me the feeling of even even the the weakest uh, Muppet Wait. thing. What what's happening? The song was just playing. Was it? Let's go back in. Where was that song playing? I literally, literally like Jay- two minutes later, I had it in my head, and I was like, "How come this is in yeah. my head?" Yeah. JD honestly looked like uh, you have the same facial expression that I think uh, Bruce Willis gets at the end of The Sixth Sense. Thank you so much. Like, you look like, or like the expression on, Ga- on Gabriel Byrne's face at the end of Usual Suspects as he realizes. Yeah, it's downstairs, right? Okay. They still play the song. Hold on. Let's just be quiet and listen to the song, okay? Much that we share, like it's time we're away. It's a small world after all. It's a two, song. three. We're walking in the toys we got. Right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad we got that on the soundtrack after talking about it. Yeah, so, and it was funny when we were right under it. I think it was loud enough that the audience would probably hear it. Uh, yeah, our audience of viewers and listeners probably heard that. I think. But Connor did get nervous because, like, a 19-year-old girl <laughs> who wore enough hair shorts. Looked at the two, we were walking the in place. Two adult on, men we were walking are, in place on the escalator so that we could be right under where the song was playing. What bothered me was that I saw so many children watching us do that and yeah. their parents. And I felt like, in a very minor way, I felt like we were being a bad influence. Right, like the kids would like start being like, "Oh, we can, walk we can do whatever we want yeah. on the escalator." And I was just like, "Ah, some little kid is going to get hurt," and it'll be because I saw <laughs> two grown men. Doing something, smiling from ear to ear while they did it. Um, that's also like the exact opposite type of person you are. Yeah. <laughs> to like Break run rules. up, run up uh, the wrong side of an escalator. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Well, I am respectful of the rules at toy stores. Hello, fans of Twelve Hour Day. I don't know. We don't really have a name for you guys. Twelve heads. Anyways, um, so something happened here. Um, and some of the data was lost, not lost, but messed up to the point that it is unlistenable for the next 45 minutes of our journey that day. Basically, after we left FAO Shorts, we walk into the middle of Central Park, and somewhere in that process, something happened that really messed up a lot of the audio data. And 
it would be really, really, really impossible to listen to. Um, so instead, Conrad and I have decided that we're going to give you uh, what we're calling private time with JD and Connor, which is you're going to have 15 minutes with me privately, just going about my day a couple weeks after this day, and um, some time with Connor as he uh, travels home from work, I think. Um, I hope you've been enjoying this episode. Uh, you know, when we were recording it, I felt really weird about it because I felt like I was not in a great mood and sort of a downer for a lot of it. And like I was making Connor do a lot of the talking and I was sort of being uh, curmudgeonly. But then I listened back to a little bit and I don't, I don't think I'm that bad. Um, the funny thing is that like Connor and I got very tired this episode because we did so much walking. Like the part that you're not able to hear is just us walking through from uh, 59th Street in Central Park all the way up and like to the uh, the the ramble up in uh, Central Park. I don't remember, remember what we talked about, and you know the funny thing is that I think it was actually a pretty. I think we got tired and our conversation sort of lulled anyways. Um, but we did never, we never stopped recording. It is an unbroken 12 hour recording. It just, it just sucks that it's, uh, you know, that you're miss that you don't get to hear every piece of it. Um, but I think you'd be more bothered if I left in what you could hear. Um, right now I'm sitting in my apartment and I'm, uh, tired. We had the get the Chris Gethard show last night. And, um, I don't know, it's, it was, it's been raining the past couple of days and finally it's sunny out and nice. Um, I have a lot of work stuff going on, which is fine, but you know, it all adds up and it's all a lot of little things that add up, um, which I find more stressful than, you know, one big thing just cause it's like, you have to keep a bunch of things floating in your head. Um, yeah, I've been, tr- I've been, uh been trying to figure out what my next step is in terms of uh, the next big project I want to do. I've got a bunch of ideas floating out there, but it's always hard to sort of nail down exactly what it should be. That's sort of why I like 12-hour days, because I get to disengage from all of that for a little bit and uh, just spend all that time with Connor talking about stuff. There's not that, there's not that many times like in working life especially in like the creative world where you can just spend time talking with a friend and also not having to talk about work stuff. Um, just because, you know, there's some work stuff that Connor and I can't talk about on the podcast just for, um, privacy reasons. So it's fun having to spend time with a friend and not be able to talk about work stuff or talk about what projects we're working on and just to talk about talk as humans. I think it's easy to forget how important friends are. Um, right now, actually, uh, producer intern Matt, who, uh, shows up at the end of this episode and it was in episode one, spoiler alert for the end of this episode. Oh no, maybe people are going to be upset by that. No, they're not. Cause I think we say it pretty early. Um, he's moving to Los Angeles, like, like right now, um, which is like sort of uh, a bummer. He's he's doing it because he's, you know, uh, his girlfriend's there and he loves her and he wants to, you know, they want to move into the same city. They've been separate cities for a long time. 
but it's always sort of a, I have that feeling that you know you have when like a childhood friend is moving away. Um, except it's easier to keep in contact now because when my childhood friends moved away, there wasn't like the internet to keep you in touch, and you didn't have money to fly <laughs> to different cities to like uh, you know see them and whatnot. Um, but still, it's sort of a bummer. Um, and that sort of makes me think about 12-hour day because I think there's something fun about the fact that I have this recording of me and Matt, who's one of my closest friends, and Connor, who's one of my closest friends, spending time together and hanging out. And I wonder how much I'm going to come back to these episodes of 12-hour day and use them as sort of like a time capsule for like this very specific period in my life. Um, I feel like nowadays, since there's so much ability to create media and have different versions of media and to, to fill the world with images and audio and video. Like, I think one of our first priorities should be, well, maybe, yeah, should be to, like, uh, hold on to a lot of the the moments that make us happy now, to hold on to the things that uh, we want to remember in the future. Um because this is like the first time we're able to do that. And I always think about that because people ask whether or not time travel is possible, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I don't think time travel is going to be the kind of thing where you can just go exist in another time. To me, time travel is going to be, uh, and this is for the past, not the future, uh, it's going to be more about being able to entirely replicate what the past was like, um, you know, being able to gather enough audio, video, and experiential data to, to play that back and relive it. Um, I think that's what time travel will truly be, is just us getting closer and closer to exacting, you know, uh, exacting the technology to just be our memory, our full sensory memory, which I think is interesting. Because, you know, like, there's a certain feeling you get when you watch video of yourself when you're a kid or you watch home videos. It's, like, not the same feeling you get when you watch something else, which to me feels like that's, like, an important element of time travels. It doesn't just feel like you're watching a movie. Like, there's something special about watching things that are part of your childhood, a part of your past, and... Imagine if you could smell the smell of what your like childhood home smelled like before you moved out of it, or um, what your kindergarten classroom smelled like, or um, what the seats on the auditorium chairs of your first grade auditorium felt like. Like those will be things that I think we're going to be able to record and hold on to, and then bring back, and then that will be our version of time travel. I think. I don't really know. I hope it is. I hope it is because with so much media and so much stuff, sometimes it's hard to not, uh, you know, stay in the moment, which is why I really like doing 12-hour day with Connor, because we get to stay in the moment. Oh, I just woke up, re you know, uh, like a couple hours ago, and now I'm, uh, I have to go get a bunch of stuff done, so I don't even really know what it's like outside. Other than the fact that my computer says it's 70 degrees out and my window has 
the blinds are closed, but I can see that they're illuminated, which means it's probably sunny outside. Um, I've noticed this thing that I do where if I think that it's cold outside, it feels colder in my apartment, but if I think that it's warm outside, it feels warmer in my apartment, which makes me think that I should always just like find a way to convince myself that it's warm outside so that my apartment feels in the wintertime much warmer. And then I'll wake up and think that it's super cold outside, and then I'll be like cold in my apartment. Then I walk outside and realize it's warm, and then suddenly my apartment doesn't feel so cold, even though that's not truly what happened at all. Like, nothing really changed. Maybe that's not interesting to anyone but myself. Um, I like how many people listen to 12-hour day. Uh, it's been interesting. I mean, you're listening to it literally right now. I'm talking about people listening to 12-hour day, and you are one of them. Um, but it means a lot, all the people that listen to it. Like, anytime someone tweets at me or Connor... Um, about 12-hour day or comes up to me and tells me how much they like it or, um, you know, even when people sort of discuss in broad terms some of the things that we talked about on the podcast, it's it's uh, weirdly meaningful to have people so engaged in this sort of slice of our lives. There is a weird thing about people then discussing with Connor and I things that we said where it like uh that we like forgot that we was on 12 hour day and suddenly these people know (laughs) this aspect of our lives i like that but it's also weird i don't really know how to uh it's like a strange thing because if you listen to this you know a lot about what connor and i think about things so then when we get approached we know you know how we feel but we don't know how you feel so then it's like it feels very uncomfortable for some reason that's not to say that you shouldn't come up and uh, talk to us, but also I like that everyone I like that everyone um, holds to the credo of like once you're a couple hours in, like the stuff that's said on the podcast is sort of like you know among the club, among the among the among the friends of the twelve hour day family. It's for twelve heads only. So it's like we've said some pretty personal stuff, but people don't go out there and just like you know broadcast this the the deep secrets we say to the world um they get that by listening that deep into the podcast they're sort of they've earned that aspect of our life and it's not theirs to hand to uh total strangers because i don't i don't consider people who listen to the podcast total strangers at all because you know so much about our lives and you know we spend so much time talking to you in a weird way and I like, you know, what I really like is I like hearing about when people are listening to 12-hour day, like imagining everyone in their cars or at work. People will tell me about when they listen to it or, you know, they had a long train ride or they listen to a little bit every day when they're walking to work or something. It's interesting to think about hearing, you know, seeing my voice and Connor's voice going into people's heads in different places. I really like that. Basically what I'm saying is I like that you guys listen, and it means a lot. And I like when you guys let us know that you listen. I like when you guys engage. And This one's a particularly fun episode because I feel like there's a lot of people who um, are on the podcast, and a lot of people give out their Twitter handle. And I think it'd be really fun if you guys did tweet out to those people who are on the podcast so they can see how just the 
the small moment there on our podcast, like that you guys heard it and you guys reacted to it. I think that's really fun. Um, yeah, so tweet at those people. I think you got a, a good rest of the episode coming up. I mean, I know you do. I'm actually excited. I was a little bummed out, you know, not bummed out about the episode. I I just felt like I was in a weird mood. But then I listened back and I really enjoy it, actually. And man, there's some adventures. You know, um, there's been people that have been doing um, a play-by-play of sort of what Connor and I are talking about and doing about Jason in Brooklyn, I think. And then there's been, um, I forget who it was, someone made a, um, was it Jam Chow? Made a map of uh, all the locations from the first two episodes. This episode is an adventure because we go all over the place. Um, really an adventure. I mean, you're just at the beginning. You got some good stuff coming up. Anyways, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, I do think it's weird that like you can hear how Connor and I are doing so much. But I do always think about how you guys are doing. So that's why when we're like, tweet us how you're doing, like, it's sort of genuine. Like, I'm sort of curious how people are doing and, like, because I think also the type of people that listen to this, like myself, because I'm the type of person that would listen to this if this existed in a context that was not my own. Like, you listen to it for a reason, and usually that reason is because you need voices or things in the background or um, just natural, long-form human conversation um, so I'm always curious what sort of mental space people are in when they're listening to this. And I like that some of you are people that know me and a lot of you, are, most of you are people that don't, uh, either know me well or don't know Connor and I personally or know us, you know, um, in passing we've met maybe once or twice. So it's sort of fun that you, you're sort of a part of this thing. I don't know. I've just done a lot of talking about this podcast and you guys are like, yeah, stop talking about the podcast and just let us listen to the rest of the content of it. But these are thoughts that are going on in my head and maybe you're interested in them. Um, Because right now we're trudging through uh, Central Park, tired. I think Connor talks about how much he hates, um, how much he hates warm weather. So he's really miserable throughout the rest of the podcast just because he gets a little sweaty, and he doesn't like that. Oh, we passed one thing that did get garbled that you can't really hear, but that was interesting is that we passed a bunch of wedding photographers taking wedding photos throughout the day, and so like I think Connor and I are in the background of a lot of wedding photos in Central Park. Um, I'd be interested to see if you could find any of those anywhere. I bet I bet it'd be impossible. Um, but yeah. About this point, we're making our way still through Central Park, and um, now I'm going to turn it over to Connor, who's going to give you a little bit of a private time with Connor Ratliff. And hope you enjoy. Hopefully, you enjoy that. Hopefully, you've enjoyed my private time, private time with JD Amato. And uh, I'm sorry that there was a, you know, whatever happened to the day to happen, but this was better than giving you uh, 45 minutes of uh, messed up audio. I think. Uh, anyways, you guys are great, and, uh, here's Connor with private time, and then we'll be back, we'll go back to the podcast. Okay, uh, this is Connor recording on the 7 train, heading home from work, 
and uh, I'm on an express train, which um, I don't know whether I've expressed this before, but I, I, I won't I won't ride a local train home. I won't do it. I'll, I will sit as multiple local trains go past waiting for an express train simply because at the time that I'm heading home there are either there's either a high school or some kind of middle school there's some sort of school for teenagers that lets out uh, at one of the local stops and what happens is the train just fills up with uh, teenagers who and this is this is what uh, what I uh, what I've observed is that there are a large number of teenagers who think it's a lot of fun to cram onto the trains, like to the point where every they're they're forcing everybody to uh, uh, they're forcing all of the people to cram into the train at once, and they think it's funny, like for for all these teenagers, like smooshing all their bodies together on the train is funny and fun whereas for all of the depressed adults who are just like coming home from work who just want to get home that's all we want to do is get home and like sit down eat something you know there's such simple things we just want a little bit of peace and quiet and some space you know it's just too much to handle uh, so I made a I made a choice. I'm off the train now. I made a choice uh, a couple of years ago where I just said, I don't, I don't ride the local train anymore. Not home. Not at that time. Not when the teenagers can fill the train up. Because I hate the way that I feel. I feel at my most curmudgeonly. But I, also, I would have felt this when I was a teenager. I would it's, this isn't... I have a lot of old man behavior that... If you go back and see how I was at, like, age five, I already had these character traits, you know? Um, so it isn't, uh, it isn't like... Sometimes people, I think, as they get older, and there are certain traits, obviously, you know, as you get older, you have things where you think, like, oh, boy, I'm getting older, because I'm like this now. I find a lot of the times I, I will think something like that. Like, I'll think, like, oh, boy, I'm getting older. And then I'll, if I think about it realistically, I'm like, nah. I've always been like that. Like, if sometimes when I'll do uh, UCB touring company shows, or we'll go to like college campuses, and I'll be like older than a lot of their professors. You know, I'll just be like this guy who's like almost forty, and I'm suddenly in a situation where I have all these like college students who've just, you know, who are either the local improv group that's, you know, organized this or somehow, like, they've, sometimes they'll have, like, there'll be, like, a, a local college improv group that opens, does, like, the opening set or something. And then afterwards, they'll be very enthusiastic about, like, hey, you guys want to come to, like, this party or do you want to go to this guy's house where we're all partying? And one, I haven't done it a lot. Usually I'll, I'll just politely decline all I want to do is get back to the hotel and, like, just watch some TV or read something or what, you know. And one time, I was agreeable. I was like, sure, yeah, let's all go to the college house party. And I realized immediately it was a mistake because I didn't go to college house parties when I was in college. 
and suddenly I'm in a house where everyone's playing like beer pong. I don't drink, I don't want to play beer pong, and so like I get to this party, and I'm instantly the, the first thing is like I need a chair, like I need to sit down, <laughs> and it wasn't, you know, it was just like. If I'm going to be here at this thing, I don't want to stand here at this party. I don't want to be. I don't want to sit in a chair. I'll just sit in the chair. And I realize, like, I'm like someone's, like, grandfather. <laughs> just, like, sitting in a chair at a college house party. And every now and then, like, people would come up and be like, hey, good show. And they'd have, like, questions about, like, uh, how would you get into improv? You know? Very nice. Very pleasant conversations. Many of them the same conversation over and over again. You know, like, how would you get into improv? What do you do? Like, do you just, yeah, do you do this, do you do this? And, uh, oh, by the way, just for those of you listening to this part now, uh, I have, if you noticed a change in the quality of the sound, I'm now walking into my apartment, so I've, this, since I announced that I was off the train, I have, that's how long it takes to get to my apartment. Eagle-eyed viewers slash listeners will recall, uh, a similar walk that happened in, uh, episode two of, uh, Day. So in a way, I'm recreating, uh, you know, one of the classic scenes from an earlier episode of this podcast. Now I am at, uh, I am at my mailbox. I'm getting my mail, and I'm very excited to be getting. Uh, I have a package in my mailbox. Hold on, I'm getting in the elevator now. Um, and the package is a record. Uh, last week, uh, uh, this, uh, this little bonus segment is being recorded weeks after episode three was recorded. I think two weeks, maybe? Um, and in the interim, in between there, I went to Finland for a few days to do a, a UCB uh, touring company show. And I... While I was there, I uh, saw a thing on eBay and I bought it. And I think that's what I've just gotten in the mail. And it was a... I think I bought it because I saw it was there and I grabbed it. And then I... Because I didn't know what it was. I think it may be a bootleg. But the weird thing is it's a... It's two vinyl singles uh, by... The Roots. Um, specifically, it's a vinyl single of Elvis Costello and the Roots singing Ghost Town. It might have been at the Brooklyn Bowl concert that I went to last year with Will Hines. Uh, we, went to, we got tickets to go see them. They're, I think they're only New York show they've done so far. Um, the only New York City show, anyway. And uh, So I think it's a vinyl single. I, I don't even care if it turns out that it is a bootleg, because I think... It's, I mean, I've, I've bought everything that the Elvis Costello and the Roots have put out together. I bought their Record Store Day uh, EP, and I bought their album on vinyl and on CD. So if I think I may have accidentally bought a bootleg here, I can live with it ethically. I mean, I bought lots of bootlegs. Uh, there's a whole ethical conversation to be had about that, but I tend to fall down on the side of... I mean, I've bought every Elvis Costello thing that there is to buy that I, that I know of. So now I'm, if I'm straying over a little bit into 
ethically dubious things. Yeah, I bought a black vinyl and a white vinyl single. It's pretty cool, I think. Anyway, I think these are bootlegs. Um, what was I saying when I got into the elevator? Oh, I was recreating this classic scene, and then I'm curmudgeonly, and then I'm older than I should be, but I've always been old like that. Oh, boy. I tell you what, you know, feeling pretty good today. It's my first day back at work after my Finland trip. I was in Finland. I, uh, I went and saw, went to a gallery that had an exhibit of uh, focusing, celebrating the life and work of uh, Finnish author and cartoonist uh, and illustrator uh, Tove Janssen. Tove Janssen, uh, who created the Moomins. Now, if you don't know who the Moomins are, um, look them up. They're pretty terrific. Um, there's a bunch of, if some of you have kids or you know, have nieces or nephews who are maybe looking for something different, you know, um, the Moomin books, uh, I got all of them for my friend Jeff Falzone's daughter when she was a little younger. Bought her all the Moomin books. I think they went over pretty well. Um, but it's kind of like, I feel like, you know, there's certain things in children's literature, you know, there, that are, there's a lot of weird universes that are pretty great. Like the original Oz books are really weird and trippy, much weirder than the Wizard of Oz that we all know and mostly love from the, uh, the movie musical. Like the, 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 the Baum books are really dark and creepy, much closer to like Lewis Carroll, weird, creepy. Um, and I'd say Tervianson, there's some melancholy there in those books, but it's it sort of, I think maybe splits the difference between the, the real darkness of the wizard of Oz books, the Oz books and the whimsy of like AA Milne's uh, Winnie the Pooh books. I would say it's probably a nice cross between the, those two kinds of universes because there's definitely darkness and sadness and even tragedy in the Moomin world, but there's also a lot of whimsy. I think that's a pretty, pretty solid thing for children's entertainment. The, that combination of sadness or darkness along with fun and whimsy. That's what Jim Henson understood. Certainly there's a lot of sad, so a lot of the best Muppet things are sad, but the Muppets are obviously delightful and whimsical and funny. But I think that's, I think that really like Peanuts, that's another thing. Charles Schultz, uh, delightful and fun but also at its core it's a sad man and his sadness working through his sadness and that's what I think I'm doing anytime that I'm doing any kind of comedy I think it's always a, a combination of my joy at trying to do things that are fun but also I think I'm working through a lot of a lot of uh, um, real human sadness not that I'm a sad person I think I work through a lot of it um, by doing comedy. I think that's something that I, uh, somewhere along the line, I swapped therapy. I've never been in therapy and I believe in therapy for other people. I don't believe in it for me. That sounds like a, if you put that on a t-shirt, that sounds like it'd be like a real asshole t-shirt. I believe in therapy for other people, not therapy for me. It sounds jerky, but it is really just, I don't think I'm, I don't think I have the right personality for therapy. 
At least not for conventional therapy, maybe. I think this is therapeutic, doing this podcast with JD and even doing this little stream of consciousness bonus, which I've already gone over by 12 minutes. Apologies. I wonder if I, and I'm also, again, I say this all the time, but I'm paranoid that I'm saying things I've already said in previous parts of the podcast. I can't apologize enough if I'm doing that because I do that in real life, you know? I'll start to tell people a story and then I'll realize, like, they get a look in their eyes, like, do they tell me that I've already told them this story or what? And I just can't help it, you know? I have certain things that pop into my head frequently and I say them a lot. And when I get into a talkative mode, it's hard for me to remember what things have I said in what contexts. Boy, oh boy. Well, gentle friends and listeners, I hope that you enjoyed episode three. I hope you enjoyed private time with me and private time with JD, um, which is added because uh, a technical malfunction cut out a portion of the recording, um, I think. Or something happened. Something happened, or, or maybe we just mistimed it and didn't make the full 12 hours. Um, but uh, we're still averaging 12 hours because the first two shot over by over a half an hour, or almost a half an hour. So there you go. Um, be well, be safe, be smart, be gentle, uh, and uh, be, be good. And if you can't be good, be aware of it. That's pretty I I like what I just said. Um I like it. Goodbye. Okay, and uh now private time with JD and Connor is over and uh we're back to the podcast. Thanks guys. I'm going to be out in LA and you can go to Universal Studios all you want. Yeah. We exactly. make our trip. The the purpose of our trip is so that you and I can sneak our recorders into Muppet Vision 3D. Right. And enjoy Muppet Vision 3D. Yes. Um Yes, I've been to Muppet Vision 3. Me too. But we should go again. I, we should go again. I I just hope, I hope they haven't like ruined it. Put like like Walter whatever. in it or oh, something, oh, you know? I couldn't even remember his name, and it upsets me that I know his name now again. Um, Walter. Yeah, like I don't want them to add anything to that because I know that the last time I went to Epcot Center, they had added there was a there's the. I went to Epcot as a kid when it was still pretty new, and they had like the the exhibit where you sit in the theater, and then it's it's about the dinosaurs. And at one point, the audience, the seats start moving like a ride. Okay. And it's very musty, uh, like there's a fog. It's very damp, and it was just a very serious. There were animatronic dinosaurs, but it wasn't like a thrill ride. It was like a science exhibit with animatronic stuff. Right. And then when I went back years later. They have obviously decided this is too expensive to tear down and start over, but they wanted to, like, juice it up, so they had made it Ellen DeGeneres' trip back to the dinosaurs. Right. And so she was narrating it. It basically was like Ellen DeGeneres was riffing on dinosaurs. Right. And then there was a point where they had added an animatronic Ellen DeGeneres, which looked really horrible. That's really upsetting. And I was like, oh, so they can go in and, like... It was almost like a mystery science, like a bad mystery science. Theory. And I, I like Ellen DeGeneres, but this was like a badly shoehorned, like mystery science theater three thousand version right. of the of what was a genuine serious. Uh, let's explore the land of the dinosaurs. Yeah. Ride. Uh, Hunter Nelson. Uh huh. 
who is an improviser at UCB, who both Connor and I know, yeah. one day said something to me that I don't think you even remember saying it, but it's like bothered me because I don't know who this character is. Uh-huh. But he once said that him and then someone else was immediately agreeing with him saying that I was like Figment. Oh, right, from Epcot. Figment, a from dragon. The, from the, uh... Apparently the old version. Journey into Imagination. Yeah, an old version of him and a new version. Uh-huh. Apparently I'm more like the old version of him. But he uh-huh. said I was the Figment of UCB. Yep, I would agree with that. But anything I looked, on, looked up online was like the annoying dragon Figment that won't shut up about things and like ruins all the science experiments. And I was like, what? What is uh, this? Well, uh, um... Figment, there was Figment and there was the guy who was like his magic boss or friend or whatever. Magic <laughs> boss. <laughs> uh, we need three magics today. The, the uh, no, there's like a bearded guy, he's like the Willy Wonka guy who uh, basically is the puppeteer for Figment. Um, I love Figment. Um, and Because when you go to Epcot Center, that was, everything sort of felt like it was a little bit for grown-ups. Right. And Journey into Imagination was the one that felt closest to being a Disney exhibit. It was the one that had a character. It was one that... Um, but, okay, so there was an original version. Oh, you know who has been the voice of Figment since 2002? Ah. Uh, I never know how to pronounce his name. Dave, Dave Goals. Goals? That's what I said. Yeah. Um, the Dreamfinder was the jolly wizard-like scientist who teaches Figment how to use his imagination. Um, yeah, but so he changed? Figment changed over the years? Apparently, I've never, I've never seen Figment. Yeah. Um, but apparently he's more, like, prank-heavy now. Yeah. Whereas before he was just like, I don't know. I like to imagine it was good things, if that's what Hunter Nelson thinks that I was. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was good things. I, the one thing I remember is there was a thing where they had one of those things where, like, water would shoot out in little, like, drops you could catch in your hand. Like, those, those right. you know those things? Yeah. I'd never seen those before, and they were amazing to me. Yeah. Um, where, like, a drop, like a, a, a thick droplet of water kind of would shoot up, and you could catch it like a ball of water. Right. Um, yeah, but, no, I can imagine, maybe Muppet Vision 3D is already ruined. I don't know. Yeah, that's... Walters, stupid Walters. Yeah, I could see them adding him in. I feel like it should it should be treated as a sacred space. That it should be treated as like a mausoleum, or a, I mean, like a joyful one. But it should be treated as a thing where this is the last thing Jim Henson worked on. Let's let's keep it that way. Yeah. Let's keep it the way he intended it. Um. Rather than mucking it up with, because uh, I think. Yeah. It's really fun and moving. Um, but we we could go there and we could also go to the the bullshit one that you don't like. I think that one in Florida also has the Simpsons Town thing. Oh, interesting. Where they built like the Springfield, oh, the so giant uh, That's the thing that keep they 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 they're doing more and more is building like Harry Potter World and Simpsons World. There's another one they just built that was yeah. like some strange Ooh, you know what property I long, that I was like... You know what I long for is the, the first time as a, as a young kid when I went to Disney World, there was a store at the airport 
there were two stores. There was like a, this was before Disney stores existed as a chain, but there was a store that was like dedicated to like all different cartoons. Like it was just stuffed dolls, toys, whatever for Warner Brothers cartoons, Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Like it was just MGM cartoons. It was just all, and I remember being like, what is this store? This is amazing. And I'm sure it was only open for a few years or whatever, but they had a bunch of like animation art there for sale, super cheap. It was a couple of years before. Uh, I like how your fondest memory of going to Disney World was an airport store that sold cheap animation cells and cartoons. Like, because I just remember this such time. a collector. Well, I remember going into the Disney Anna shop at Disney World, and they had like cells from, like production cells from, like Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella and all these old, uh, and they were twenty five dollars. Right. And I remember telling my dad, like, this is the originals. This is what they filmed. And my dad was like, that's too expensive. And, like, a few years later, they were hundreds of dollars. And then a few years later, they were thousands of dollars. And now they're hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's not true. Production cells from, like... There were not production cells that you could have bought for $20 that are now hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, there were. That's not true. Well, if you want... Hundreds of thousands of dollars? Who's going to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for a production cell? For a... uh, a good one, not like an actual good image. But who? Who is the person uh, that is a billionaire that loves cartoons? Uh, ben Stiller, Jack Black, those guys. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. No, they'll be like Steven Spielberg will buy one or give it to his kid. Uh, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think hundreds of thousands. Buck Henry. Three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Some of these people have a lot of money to throw around. No, 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 no. Uh, no one's spending three hundred thousand dollars. On an animation cell that you could have bought at Collectors. an airport for Quincy $20. Jones. Quincy Jones. Uh, Just admit that you you did not pass up the opportunity for hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue because you didn't buy. It would never have been revenue because I never would have sold it. Oh, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. There's no way. Yes, they would sell in Sotheby's auctions. That's where they started selling for oh hundreds of thousands God. of dollars. No, I have a catalog. From when they put production cells from Who Framed Roger Rabbit on sale but did anyone at buy Sotheby's. Them? Yeah, they sold. People like Quincy Jones. <laughs> it's just Quincy Jones. Yeah. That's the only person you can think of. I, I, it makes sense, right? If you heard that Quincy Jones spent $100,000 on a cell from Bambi, you wouldn't be surprised, would you? You wouldn't yeah. be like, what's up with Quincy? Yes. Um, the, uh, I just love the supposition that. You're at an airport and you could have bought some for $20 and now Quincy Jones no, is no. buying for $100,000. Those weren't the, uh, the, the, the airport ones, I don't know whether those would have been for 100000 but the ones at the Disney Anna store at Disney World, those were the type that a few years later, they went from being 25 to being an instant $500. And then within a few years, they were $1,000. And, and then the market for original animation art sort of went through the roof and it probably there probably were people buying cells for stuff that now they wouldn't buy they wouldn't go for that much now right but in the in the heyday of the dot-com bubble um right all, all of those web 2.0 companies yeah like i bet animation cells to put on their walls yeah like uh pets.com ceo probably bought and a pets. few pets.com our number one number one inspiration guys this image from bambi guys Pets.com just spent $300,000 on the cell from Lady and the Tramp where their lips meet over the spaghetti. It's the first cell where they meet. Um, but... We're walking over a tiny waterfall. 
I remember I ordered a Sotheby's catalog for when they first made a bunch of production cells from Who Framed Roger Rabbit go on sale. And I remember being astounded that one of the cells was of... Uh, there's, a, there's a shot where baby Herman is crying. Right. And the camera uh, pushes into his mouth and we see his uh, uh, uvula in the back of his throat. Right. Uh, and the cell, the cell was literally... The, the, the pushed in, it was just a uvula, a baby Herman uvula. Right. And this was thousands and thousands of dollars. And I'm like, this would not be an impressive sell to even the biggest fan of. Also, <laughs> their production cells, or is it the, 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 the painted cells? Like, it's not. Late 80s, I would have. It's not the, the, the frame. No, it's, it's the, the painted cell. It's the painted cell. Okay. So I was like, I was like, Fruit Fruit Roger Rabbit. Also, who framed Roger Rabbit? It would be, and is it just the the top layer cell that you're buying? Or are you buying all layers? No. Um, like, does it come with the background, or is it just like that one didn't come with the background because there was no background for that shot because the camera had pushed in entirely to right. animated uvula. Um, what would be cool is getting like. An original piece of film from Wolverine Roger Rabbit without the animation in it, uh-huh. but just the actor yeah. behind it. That's what you want. Yeah, that's what I'd pay $100,000 for. Um, yeah, you scoff at it, but I can see, I can picture you 15 years from now. No, not really. You're not into things so much. No. But maybe one thing. There might be, I can imagine there being, there'd be one thing that'd be so precious that you're like, I have never cared about things. So mentally, you've, I've accrued hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of things that I haven't splurged on. Let's see, what would it be? Um, Maybe uh, something from Labyrinth. Uh-huh. The, um, There's actually a really funny... Um, we're, we're, the, the we're, original, now, we're, on the, we're now on the move again. We moved past, we're, For a long time when we were talking just now, we were sitting on that bench. Right. Now we're heading toward... The castle. There's actually a really funny story where the original puppet for Hoggle, uh-huh. for a while, was on dis- from Labyrinth, was on display uh-huh. in like the Cincinnati airport or something, uh-huh. because because why? What Connor just chose to walk up the rock face instead of the path for reasons that I don't understand. It felt more exciting. That's fair. Apparently, the airline lost the luggage and they just never picked it up. And it was the case holding the original puppet for Hoggle. <laughs> and so they just had it on display. But it was so poorly taken care of that it just, like, all the latex and stuff like that degraded away. Yeah. So then someone refurbished it, but horribly. Oh, no. So it just looks like a weird fat boy. <laughs> it's a horrible story. There's all these funny images of it online of, like, <laughs> weird degraded Hoggle. In the airport. <laughs> Maybe something from Labyrinth. Oh, you know what it might be? What? This is like, for me, I would love it, but it's also it just like, be a joke at Planet Hollywood. Yeah. Is Jim Varney's vest and hat. Oh, yeah. You'd wear it, though. Yeah. There's no way that you would buy, you'd lay out that kind of cash for... Ernest's clothes and not try them on. No, I would have them like on a little 
hangers that when I need to do my thinking, I can put them on. Oh, man. We're at the castle now. I told you. Mr. Belvedere's Castle. Mr. Belvedere's Castle. This restoration was funded by the Vincent Astor Foundation, the Frederick W. Beinecke Fund, the Coles Foundation, Joyce Mears Gilmore Foundation Incorporated, and the City of New York. Da, da, da. Um, we're walking over where... Have you ever watched Shakespeare in the Park? No. Is this where they do it? Yeah. Oh, I was, somehow I always imagined that you were sitting on the grass watching it. Nope. I guess you could. Wouldn't be a great view. No. Um, I actually think it would be more fun to watch from up here or from behind. Yeah. Um, it's a great spot. I can't believe you've been up to the castle and never seen this. No, I've seen this. I just didn't know that's where oh, they did okay. Shakespeare in the Park. I was going to say, like, you just stopped short. I was just like, well, here we are. Good to go. Don't need to see anything else. That's ah, beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, beautiful up here. Almost doesn't look real when you look at, uh, like the image of the people right. uh, out on the grass down there looks too nice. Like it looks too almost staged. Yeah. Everyone's perfect distances from everyone else. There's a variety of people doing things, like a, someone kicking a ball around, some people lying there. So. Two people walking and uh, enjoying each other's company. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. It's hard to think when you look at people like that that everyone there has done something wrong. Yeah. It's hard to believe. It looks like if you imagine, I imagine everyone there has got it together, but they've all got their problems, uh, which is sad, but also, I guess, kind of comforting. So you know that, like, everything looks fine from up here. But you know that deep down, everyone down there's got something they're worried about, something they feel, like, regret about. Well, the thing that I take solace in is that I look like that to other people. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, most of the time, I feel like you do project the sense that you've got it figured out. I do not. Um, How does that feel to know that you project that? Stressful. Yeah? Yeah. That makes it worse, doesn't it? Uh, no, it doesn't make it worse. It, I, I like, because I like to project that, because I, I, I do believe that to have it together a lot of times, and I have a belief that someone needs to act that they have it together, because we're always making it up. But then the problem is that when I am having problems or difficulties, or when I do need help or something like that, yeah. people either don't believe it or don't go out of their way to help me. Yeah. Or feel like I don't want to be helped or something, hmm. which does then becomes stressful. Yeah. Or they imagine that I don't experience stress or anything like that. And it's like, well, well, I know you experience stress. I've seen you stressed. Yeah. We go find somewhere to eat. Yeah, as like, as a, as a hey, appropriate little. Take our oh Absolutely. sure, yeah. Um, so, like, we're in the corner and the rest over there. Perfect. Okay. Here's the button. Great. Of course. JD's taking pictures for some people. This is going to be right, good for them. One, two, three. Oh. Let's go. One, two, three. Thank you. There we go. Thank you. Appreciate it. Of course. 
Yep. I can't tell you how many people I like, tell them that and then they put us right in the middle. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I, I gave you what you wanted. Thank you, I appreciate oh. it. Are you visiting here? Yeah, we're from LA, Anaheim. Okay. Oh, yeah? That's yeah. great. Are you visiting? No, we yeah. live here. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Have a good rest of your uh, trip. Thanks. Um, that really, uh, so. I saw you wanted to explain briefly what we were here. No, no, I. I I chose not to because I felt like it would ruin the genuineness of the moment by making us seem like freaks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the um, what? What would? Well, no. What I almost kind of. I like of, to think that they thought we were a couple, though. Yeah. Um, would um, what I what I almost did say, and I, I avoided the temptation because I couldn't quite think of the right wording for it, was that I felt like. Uh, you know, that's a common uh, human thing to do, which is like, hey, can you take our picture and you ask someone? And I felt like, oh, man, you guys are in luck because the person who's going to take your picture is a professional director, like a professional filmmaker. It's like your photo is going to be basically as good as it could be under these circumstances. Like uh, you're going to know exactly how to frame it. You're going to make sure it looks right. I almost, for a second, I almost thought about checking their shutter speed and their aperture and being like, uh, we could probably get a little more in the back. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to take the photo. Yeah. Um, it was actually a funny moment. Because, like, you know, that's such a... Whenever anyone says that, it's just like, no, nah, I'm going to take the photo the same as everyone else. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. There was a funny moment the other night where me, Diana, Murph, Matt Cutler were outside of the UCB East. Uh-huh. And these two girls walked up and were like, can you take our photo? And, like... Matt was like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And he takes a cigarette out of his mouth. And he's like, well, you should have JD do it. He's the, he's, the, he's the filmmaker here. And I was like, no, man, just take it. And so outside of the UCB is a bus stop with a light-up billboard on it. Uh-huh. And then it was nighttime, and it was, like, dark. And so he keeps trying to take the photo, and he's, like, not getting it. It's just he's either using flash, and so they look awful, or... He's not using flash, and the backlight of the billboard is, like, blowing them out, so they're just a silhouette. You gotcha. see the exposure for the, the yeah. billboard. And so he kept doing it, and it, took, it became a joke where he's like, no, we'll, we'll do another, do another, do it, and I kept trying to figure it out. Then he was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, like, like J.D., J.D., you, you do it. He'll, he'll do a better job. And it's like, he spent, like, five minutes and, like, 20 <laughs> photos. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you guys stand here. We're going to use the light from the billboard to light you as opposed to have it in the background. And we just turned that way, and then we had this, like, soft front light. Uh-huh. And Matt was like, God damn it. He's like, this is why you need to do this. And it was like the first moment where I was like, no, it's common sense. If that's projecting light, you use that light. But I was like, oh, I guess that is. Yeah. I guess that's how I think about that as opposed to how someone else does. Well, Not in the sense that I'm any genius on that, but just like, oh. Well, like you- I'm a person who, who is concerned about where the light source is coming from as opposed to someone who doesn't think about that because it's not a part of their life well it's like you came by to visit me at my day job the other day at a bookstore and you commented it's like how do you know where all the books are yeah because I was just walking from one to another and that's like not like a skill that's not like a thing where it's like that's something that you would know in a day right but it was the kind of thing where Connor would go to the you know when you pick up a book and discard it Connor would be taking all the books from that area and like as we're talking he's just like dun 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 like Casual, point to point casually. in a way that like I was like didn't even look like he was looking at what the book was he just knew where it went yeah 
And I was so impressed by it. I was like, how do you even know where this goes? And Connor, you seem so, like, what, what do you mean I work here? Like, of course I know where these go. Yeah. But it's a massive bookstore. Yeah. With, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of books. Where's Strawberry Fields from here? Is it that way? I actually don't know. Uh... I don't know if I've ever been to Strawberry Fields. I just kind of want... I think it's... It's over here somewhere. But we'll, uh... There is something beautiful about us going to Strawberry Fields after being in the bare Beatles hallway of F.O. Schwartz. Yeah. Uh... Is this it up here? I feel like it's, we're near. And what I want to know is if there's still um, people singing Beatles songs. Like every time I go to Strawberry Fields, there's always someone with a guitar playing Beatles songs. Strawberry Fields. Um, um, but yeah, wait, how do you know where to put the books? Uh, well, every now and then, I mean, it's just because I'm just shelving books all the time. I'm always shelving books, so... But so here's the thing, is that some shelves are organized by author last name. Yep. Some don't seem to be. Uh, well, yeah, there's like the biography... They're organized by subject. The biography section, for instance, is... Uh, people are very confused because some people will be like, you know, by subject, what does that mean? Because they think it means like... If it's a biography of a... That, some people think that if it's a... Uh, biography about... Albert Einstein, it'll be under science or something yeah. like that. Uh, what it means is, who is the subject of your biography? So if right. it's a biography of Albert Einstein, it'll be under Einstein. But there are some biographies that'll be like... Cokie Roberts will write a biography that's of multiple... Uh, it'll be like First Ladies of America. Right, it'll be like a... And that will be yeah. under Cokie Roberts' last name. Right, uh, it won't be under the... Yeah. So it's be by subject unless it's like a group biography uh, of some sort. Um, what's that? What? We, this is not strawberry fields. No, it's not. But we're not far from it. It's either a little bit up or a little bit down. Uh, I'm going to look it up. Um, the... Uh, Now we're outside of the Natural History Museum. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, we're on the. I thought we were on the a different side of the park than we are. Oh, you thought we were on the on the east side? Right, we're walking south right now. No, we're walking what? north. We're on the west side. Oh, I got turned around. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm I'm your Sherpa for the. Wait, we're walking. Oh yes, we are. Um, Wait. Wait, what? Yeah. We're on the west side? Yeah. I don't think, for some reason I always imagined, why come I always thought the Natural History Museum was not on the west side? Um, I didn't say I always just take the subway there. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, well. And what street are we at? What, what streets are we at up here? Well, if this is Natural History, then shouldn't it be, yeah, 81st? Okay, so Story Fields is a little bit down that way. So let's head over a little bit that way. We'll find some food, and then we'll head back over here. Okay. Um... And, well, uh, to, to go back a little bit, uh, we're now around, uh, what, 81st Street? Yeah, we're on West 81st Street uh, at the side, uh, at the west side of Central Park. Central Park West, as it's known. Um, God, I'm sweating. Oh, 
I just, it just kills me. You hate the heat, huh? I don't like the heat at all. I just, like, what it feels to me like is like what happens, what's happening in my body right now, if it weren't attributable to the weather, I'd be like, oh, I'm sick. Like my body is producing a sweat all over. I must be ill. That's how I feel during the time of the year. Imagine if every time you felt nauseous, everyone, went, everyone was walking around saying, oh, it's the perfect time for stomachs. Right, but this is your body's response to oh. being overheated. Yeah, it's too so hot. it should be relaxing. No, it's, I hate it. It's, I'm overheated. Okay. Um, I, I'll tell you my tax situation, okay. which is I, I did them yesterday and I, I've been receiving some checks for this Time Warner cable commercial. Right. And with these commercials, I'm still sort of new to this. I tend to treat the first couple of, I tend to budget for the first couple of checks. Right. And then I forget about it. So each one, because you never know sort of when it's coming. Right. So I don't budget for any of the other ones. I just sort of like, they're all surprises. Yeah. And so I've been getting these uh, checks every few days or weeks or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is a nice surprise. And then I got one this week that I was like, oh, man, this one's bigger than all the others. And it was like really satisfying to get. Right. And then when I paid my taxes yesterday, my taxes, I ended up, I thought I was going to either break even or get a small refund. Right. Because I have mostly had taxes withdrawn from everything. Right. There were just like one or two things that I hadn't. And I thought those one or two things will either just eat up the refund or eat up most of it. And instead, I had like 600 federal and like 1,500 uh, state. Oh, interesting. See, I owed 2,600 federal, uh-huh. 400 state. Yeah. And so it really just... And it, I owed estimated taxes for my business for this year. Uh-huh. Um, Which means every quarter you have to pay pre-taxes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, basically it just ate up the check that I got earlier yeah. this week. Which that seems to always happen to me. Is anytime I have a windfall, a few days later something happens that's unexpected. Was this a pretty good year for you, though? Yeah, I mean, because you can you can live off of your bookstore job, right? Yeah, I I'm. This is the first year that I made. I still have my bookstore job. But this is the first year that I've actually made more money off of comedy than off of my day job. Really? Yeah. That's really impressive. And. I basically doubled my income from the previous year. Wow. Uh, and that was with making less money because I'm working slightly less at my day job because I'm missing for, like, Turco and other stuff. So, right. like, where do you want to eat, J.D.? I don't know. Let's, uh... Do you want to do, do a, a food search uh, on your phone or something? No, let's do a... Or just do an eyeball it? Let's do an eyeball it. Let's walk, like, a block... Deeper, I feel like. Block deeper? Uh, or like a block down and deeper. Down and deep. Um, right now I see the Uno Chicago Grill. Um, I see Patagonia. A restaurant called Bicycle Renaissance that I guess only serves bicycles. Interesting. I don't know why you'd want to eat that. Uh, it must yeah. be... 
I would imagine I would like to go there if I was a goat. Yeah. I'm, right now, I'm very short on money this time of year. Yeah. Because I just had two jobs that were great jobs, but did not pay me well. Yeah. Because they were sort of passion projects. Yeah. And they both, I was in charge of both of them, so it took me like seven months each. Andy's Deli, which is probably a budget conscious. Uh, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about. I'm fine. Uh, it's apartment. What's happening? What's, what? hap- what's happening, JD? No, I, I wasn't saying that in reference to not wanting to spend money on lunch. I was saying that in reference to just yeah. the tax situation. Yeah. Um, so, like, I chose to not be stressed about it, but I was just slightly sad as I did my taxes and realized, like, oh, there goes my... Like, yeah. I've been sort of thinking, like, oh, I'll buy a... I'll replace my iPod before this one breaks. Right. Things that I would do that would be... Uh, uh, so I'm just, like, fun uses of your money. Yeah. Fun. I was going to splurge a little. I was going to save most of it and splurge on a little of it. Now I'm like, no, I just, like, save the little chunk I have left of it. Yeah. Uh... Because, like, last year I had a thing like that where I did that Lexus thing. And then I had to join SAG. So that took up almost all the money that I made from right. from doing that thing was that. And, like, I broke a tooth and had to go and start having all this dental work SAG's stuff. SAG's what, three grand? SAG's three grand. When I joined SAG... The DGA is, like, ten grand. Really? Yeah. Uh, but you don't have to join the DGA. No. Like, I, Tarantino I did didn't join. And I am not... I don't. I have no reason to join the DGA personally right now. Um, yeah. Uh, do you think you ever will join the DGA? I don't is that know. a dream? No, my yeah. dream. My dream is not to be part of a union. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm, I have such a producer mindset now. Yeah. Like having to be the one that pays all this stuff and seeing how restrictive all the union stuff is. I'm just like, yeah. God, I don't want to join a union. Yeah. Especially if, like, I'm producing something that I also have to direct. And yeah. it's like, well, I don't want to be tied to all of these dumb rules. Right. Because uh, all of the film unions have gotten so overwrought with insanity. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of rules that are things like, like, wasn't there, like, there was a thing where, like, uh, when they were making the Star Wars movies that they didn't want to put the director credit till the end and that was a huge problem Yeah. for the directors. They were like, no, you have to give director credit at the beginning even though it was just like... There's so much of that stuff. Yeah. Where it actually interferes with the rhythm of the art. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it seems like... But then that's just like the like front-facing stuff, the back-facing stuff of like rates and what people can do and what you know it's like oh yeah like for wga like like i was just putting out a, a 10 episode budget for something yeah. and uh the wga all of your deals would be 13 or more uh-huh. or else like uh, it's, so, it's so ridiculous then it was like well we have to pay for three episodes of working right and I, I don't know yeah. It's just so complicated. It's just like, how about I just pay these people to write stuff? And when they're not writing stuff, I'm not paying them. Right. Yeah. It's weird how, you know, I tend to, I tend to still approach everything 
at a very non-professional level, which is a, it's a weird thing to suddenly find myself being sort of a professional. Right. Uh, we jump into Dwayne Reed. I can yeah. take money out from Chase yeah. from them. Uh, I mean, I guess I am, I am at this point. I am professional. I made most of my living last year doing this. Right. Uh, which that's the definition of it. Uh, but I sort of fell backwards into it. You know, like I didn't... I still tend to feel like everything I'm doing is like stuff I'm doing for fun with my friends and getting my friends to help me do stuff for free. And I don't make money off of it. And it's just the thing I enjoy doing. Well, that's the dream, isn't it? I guess so. I mean, I feel like that's a far better method than trying to scrape your way into being a professional yeah. comedian or whatever. Yeah. But it, but it's... Uh, I mean, for me, it's like I feel the same way. Like, the past four years, I've made my living directing things. Yeah. And it's only been the last year and a half, two years, where I feel like a director. Uh-huh. You know? Because it's not commercials that I'm not interested. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's stuff mean, that I like. It's you know me choosing to work with my friends, as opposed to having oh my the God. heat's on in, in Dwayne Reed. I don't get it. I know why it's so warm in here. Like I'm even standing near the refrigerated beers just to get some of the cold. It's like a sauna in this Dwayne Reed. Oh, God. Why is it so warm in here, JD? I don't know. It's pretty insane, actually. Oh, man. It's not doing it. I'm going to go stand outside just because I can't. I can't bear it. I'm leaving JD for a second because we walked into the, we walked into the Dwayne Reed, and instantly there was a wave of heat. Hot air. And sometimes you'll do that, and it's literally, it's the store, like, purging itself of its hot air. I, I went and I, I didn't go outside, as I said I was going to, because I saw another refrigerated area, and I walked towards oh. it. So now JD and I are together again. Oh, God, now it feels nice outside. Oh, it is nice outside. Oh. See, counts. all you needed was some context. Yeah, all I needed was for things to get worse for me to realize. I think that's, uh... Oh. Yeah, this is a perfect perfect weather now. But that Dwayne Reed feels like what is going to be in a month from now. Oh, God. See, this is what we don't need. What? You just learned to enjoy this weather. That was a teenager enjoying themselves. Teenager. Uh, we're walking past a place called Planet Sushi. Walking past a place called Sugar... Is it Sugar and Plum or Sugar, sugar Plum? Sugar and Plum. Sugar and Plum. It sells chocolates and things. Uh, there's a place called More and More Antiques. What are you going to go antiquing? Are you going to go antiquing, JD? I maybe. A lot of bunny rabbits in, the, in this window. A lot of bunny. very Eastery. Very. Easter. They got a, they get out their act together for Easter. And big Jesus. Big old oh, Jesus. That these marionettes. Uh, do you respect those? Uh, yes, they're, they're good because they're not just... Sometimes people make some that are just for uh, display. Yeah, those are... But these have somewhat the correct... That's not, that's not the best handling. Yeah. Handle, but... 
Uh, I wish that was a regular segment on the show where you review marionettes. I could. I have a very good marionette. What's his name? Uh, he doesn't have a name. All right. But there's a very... Uh, That's cold, JD. Well, basically, when I was in Prague, there's, there's two well-known puppet makers. Two, there's several, but there's two main places. And one of the studios that I went into, everything was like, you know, $800 or whatever. Yeah. But they had one that was much cheaper because no one wanted it because it scared everyone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I think that's my guy then. Yeah. And it's this, this children's clown, but he has this sort of scowl on his face. Yeah. You're eyeing something. No, I'm not. Uh, so that's my guy. So you picked him because he was unloved? I picked him because no, no one wanted to buy him because he, he seemed off-putting. He seemed too intense. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I think I know that guy. Huh. I think that's my guy. And everyone who sees him is like, oh, he's creepy. But he's never once scared me. Um, well, now we are on, we're on Amsterdam Avenue and West 76th Street. Uh, and let me see. Don't find, I don't find anything from that. What do you think? I can hear, but it's up there. It's your your. I could hear. Your I could hear absolutely. What do you think, ambiance wise? Do you think? A little noisy? Alright. Uh, I mean, it's up to you. Let's walk like a block or two more. Yeah. And have that in our back pocket. Yeah, we got that. We know what's going on. We also need to find somewhere we can plug in. How long do we have? Uh, probably not too long. Oh, shit. So is that the end of our Central Park adventure? I thought we were still going to have more adventures in Central Park. No, we can. We just need to plug in. We got to plug in. Well, where do? I mean, where on earth can we plug in? We'll just sit somewhere where we can plug a, in. A restaurant that has plugs? That's a thing. You think that's not a thing? I'm all. I. I feel like. Well, there's the Citrus Bar and Grill. Think they would have plugs? Not open. It's empty. It's not open. Not open. That's why it's empty. Um, the uh, I feel like the plug situation is out of control in New York City. Everybody's got stuff they need plugged in, and places plugs aren't necessarily a thing that's offered. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Um, there's uh, Josie's. Oh, Josie's. Oh, Josie's. I'm also like much less talkative now because I'm like hungry. You're hungry, yeah. You need it. I think there's like a definitive point in all these episodes where like I eat food and then become talkative again. Right. What's Josie's like? This is a pricey place. Is it? I think so. 
Maybe not. Oh, uh, yeah, it's sort of pricey. It's a little pricey. The burgers are like... How much are the burgers? 15 bucks. I don't even see burgers on here. On there? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That first place is still higher on my list than Josie's. Yeah, Josie's doesn't look like they got any plugs either. Are we near the Beacon? No, yeah, we're kind of close to the Beacon Theater, I guess. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit uh, weary, I think. Yeah. Uh, I know there's the diner we always go to at the Get Show at 60th, but that's 13 blocks away. So far, I feel like we'll reach a diner before we get to that. That's what I feel like, too. Um, and... Uh, Yeah, are diners uh, easy to find plugs in? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I feel like maybe on this main thoroughfare down here we'll uh, we'll run into a diner. Uh, yeah. Chipotle. That will not have a plug though. Um, the. Uh, oh, shut up. What's happening? You know, uh, th- there was a place near here where I used to do uh, practice, an improv practice group. Really? Uh, yeah. That I was in a, um, after taking musical improv classes, uh, a group of us from the class wanted to keep on going. And uh, it was a, a group called Sunday Morning. Oh, I remember Sunday Morning. And the name, I think, was chosen... It was one of those, you know, when you're choosing it, when you're forming, like, little indie improv groups, and then you try to choose your name. Look at Utopia Diner. Uh, yeah, let's do that. And when you're choosing your name, I think there are some methods for choosing that you end up choosing the name that no one has a problem with. Right. But no one also really likes. Yeah. And you guys practiced on Sunday morning, so they're like, it's called Sunday morning. Uh, and I always considered it less a performance group and more like an extension of the classes. Like, I just right. wanted to keep practicing and getting better. Yeah. And But then there were some people in the group who I think thought of it more as like, no, we're a performance team. And uh, I remember we got, someone entered us in cage match, and uh, Allison Rich was in the group. Uh, oh, I remember this. Yeah, and... It was mu- a musical group, wasn't musical it? Musical improv, yeah. And we were in cage match against the Stepfathers. And you, didn't you quit? I quit Sunday morning, yeah. Yeah, the week before their cage match. Oh, yeah, I... But then they asked you to come back for cage match. Yeah, what was weird about it was... Is this it? Here? Yeah, let's see. Uh... Yeah, we're looking at the menu for Utopia Diner. Yeah, I can do this. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I think what, what, no, what happened was I got placed on Herald Night. Right. And that usually means that you, uh, when you get placed on Herald Night, I was too busy. I had to... Yeah. Too busy. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. What do you think? Great. Is there, okay. is there an outlet anywhere? The answer? Is there an outlet anywhere? Any chance? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Is it here? Oh, great. Great, thank okay. you. Uh, so, is that going to work? Or maybe we can sit over near the. I'll go, I'll go investigate. Okay. Um, anyway, so I'll just talk while JD goes to look. To look. Um, JD's investigating this diner. He's walking over to see where oh, the great. outlet Thank is. You so much. Try to plug something in. You want over there? I can fi- I can figure it out. Yeah, but uh, he's talking to the person you know, to yeah, see if I'm there's a way of, of plugging in. I don't know if it's going to work out. JD looks puzzled. But I think he's figuring out. Are you going to be able to do this? Uh, we won't be able to get over there. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. What's that? Switch. Uh, no, just an outlet. We just need an outlet near us. That's it? Yeah. What are you eating? No, we're going to eat food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. We need it to be near us. We'll figure it out. We're fine. Nothing okay. near? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So we're not able to charge? No. Okay. We'll be fine. Well, then we're going to need to find a place exactly. super fast, right? Well, Are we just going to have to go to the training center? What's that? We're going to have to go to like, the UCB training center right, right after this. Or we'll have to go to uh, m M&M. Okay. It's not too far away. Um, how yeah. long do we have? We have one bar. Oh, we're going to run out during this. I don't know if that's true. I mean, that'll ruin the whole podcast if we run out and there's a gap in it. Then it's not a 12-hour day. Okay. So the other thing is... Yeah. I saw an outlet in the front. Yeah. And there's a woman that's leaving. Yeah. A front booth. Yeah. I bet we can go there. Yeah. Oh, wait. She's not leaving. She's not leaving. She's in the bathroom next to me. Hmm. But we can switch over there. Yeah. Or this person needs we can go there. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have options. Okay. I said we waited out here. Alright. I'm gonna trust you, but I'm I think once we order food, we're gonna run out of batteries. Okay. Um let's play it out. Okay. Oh boy. Well, looking at the menu now. I'm gonna get a smoothie, I think. Uh, yep. And... <sighs> yeah, I'm just gonna have a, I'm just gonna have a smoothie, I think. Um... No, but I'm... I eat too much. Um, I wonder now we're, uh, we're at the Utopia restaurant just to recap what's happening we can also jump right back there what do you mean jump right back there go right up there and put the wire behind what that needs to plug in right just that yes but I have a long extension I have a long cord yeah 
Now there's no one at the table behind us. Would that would it reach from around there? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, Looks like they don't get that. Okay. It's either there's table front, table back here. Yeah. Either one of those will work. Um, so we're, we're in good shape. You think it's going to happen here? Take it easy. Yeah. All right. Um, no, but I got to play some Herald Knight, and then I suddenly anything, didn't have time. Um, I'm ready to walk. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to have a very berry smoothie. Okay. Lucia? Nothing greed? No, that's, that's it for me, yeah. And can I get the... Can I get a BLT? White toast, whole wheat. Uh, white toast would be great. Mayonnaise? Uh, a little bit of mayonnaise. Drink anything? Uh, yeah, can I get a Coca-Cola? Cool. Does that come with fries? No. Also? Can I fries? Fries. Yeah, thank you. Do you mind if we sit up front there? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Great. Thank you. All right, take it. Appreciate it. All right. Here we go. I'm going to move here. All right. All right. Now, good? Yeah. All right, so JD's going to plug us in. Uh, everything's going to be right with the world. And if so, not, we can move back. Uh, basically, uh, this would have been... I was in musical improv classes in 2010. Uh, and they ended in the summer. And then we kept on doing practices uh, as a group. And we became Sunday morning... And I got placed on Herald Night in January of 2011. And then I just didn't... I was already in Secret Man Group, which was my indie improv team um, with uh, Matt Cohen, Peter Shearer, Adam Conover, um, and then at various points later, Celeste Conrad and other people. But I was in... That was like my main indie team. And then when I got put on Herald Night, I just... I didn't have time to also do an, another practice every week. So I had to tell Sunday morning, I can't do it anymore, I just don't have time. But they had already been entered into cage match, so they said, uh, stay in the group until we're done with cage match. And in cage match, we were up against the stepfathers, which I remember being very intimidated by and thinking, like, oh, no, like, we're not, we can't go up against the stepfathers. Right. And I know that the stepfathers, there was talk that maybe the stepfathers were going to do, um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But maybe the stepfathers were going to do a musical. Smoothie. Smoothie, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. And so. We did. Uh, so when the stepfathers almost did a musical improv set when they realized they were going up against a musical improv group. And I think it made some of the members of the group nervous, and they was decided that, that would. I think the stepfathers ultimately decided that would be like mean to do this to like this right. young struggling indie team. Right. To basically be like, oh, the thing that you guys are, we don't do that, but we're going to beat you at that. Mm-hmm. And we did. Sunday morning did pretty well. It was exactly the result I wanted, which was I was actually nervous that Sunday morning had brought so many people to see the show. Like right. friends and friends of friends and stuff like that. Like the rest of the team had really like filled the house with people, and I felt like it would be. Uh, uh, I felt like I would feel, be very embarrassed if we beat the stepfathers. 
Like I felt you like you don't think you you earned. Yeah, it. I would have felt like oh no, like everyone on the like to me that was my worst nightmare. It would be like oh to you'll become that team to become the team that like deprives the cage ma- the the notoriously uh, quick to anger cage match crowd. Yeah. Um, deprive them of seeing another stepfather show the following week so that we could come back. And what I was hoping for, which would happen, is that we lost by like the smallest margin of the year. And I'm like, that's exactly what I wanted. We don't right. have to come back next week. That was your no dream. one's angry at us. That was your dream scenario. Oh, yeah. Did I lose? What happened? JD, have you lost your mic? No, I might have run out of batteries. Uh oh. Can you give me more batteries? I'll give you more batteries. I'm check in on your batteries. I'm going to check in on my little batteries and see what's happening. Uh, I feel like I've still got pretty good battery life. Yeah, you're good. Um, what about you, JD? Uh, I've got two, so I'm good too. All right, we're in good shape. How come? How come things are happening and we don't want them to? Did I accidentally mute this thing? Yeah. Oh, I accidentally muted mine. How long have you been muted? Probably a little while. Oh no. Well, you've probably been a little bit been picking up on my mic, probably, right? Well, it was honestly probably just the past because okay. I've listened to myself. Okay. I good. think. Good. Um, I don't know. There's no way I can recap all the things you said in the past 20 minutes. Maybe I've been muted the whole time. Um, How come I am so soft now? Um, sorry. Sorry. Oh, wait. We're both very soft. Really? In the, the jostling process, I knocked down the levels. Oh. So we're fine. I'll just have to remind myself to move yeah. to that part. Yeah. Um. Yeah. JD's good now. Yeah. Now I had written down, um, I had written down a couple of things. It is much harder to be out in the world than it is to be in one of our apartments recording this. Oh yeah. Um, the we had a question that someone had uh, tweeted us. Oh, what was that? Or, or no, they hadn't tweeted. They did, they went to the uh, notepad where people do the transcriptions. I love. Of it. Do you know the address for that? Yeah. Say it out loud so people can go. Because I love that it's come so long and full. It's uh, notepad.cc forward slash. I think it's 12 hour. I think it's 12HOWR JD Connor viewer feedback. I think is the address. Right. Um, And uh, somebody asked um, about the fact that Pixar. This was the first year, I guess, that Pixar didn't get a nomination for it. Oh, right. Uh, and they were like, is, is, has the giant fallen? Is this the, the, the end of, uh, has the giant fallen? They didn't have a movie this year. Oh, they had Monsters University, right? Yeah. Yeah, but um, that was like a seat, you know, that's not, yeah. they didn't really have a horse in the race. Yeah. Um, but I think there would be, um, there is a sense, I think, of like the recent years. Um, like, what was there was one that I didn't see actually. What was the one? It was like the Scottish one, uh, Brave. Right. Did you see Brave? I did. How was it? It's good, but it's like you know. Yeah. I think others of their movies have pushed the medium forward. Like The Incredibles, the first time someone did a mm-hmm. great yeah. 3D full action real human story, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then there was Wally, which was like... Mostly silent? Well, like the the, per- the I, think, I think Wally would be great if it was all silent. Yeah. 
it, it, it goes a little bit off when it gets to the right. And then like Toy Story, like a bunch of movies that were like the cutting edge. You know, one of the moves I actually kind of respected because it was so weird in in Wally is when they cut to like the live action Fred Willard. Yeah, and I'm like, it was such an unexpected thing to happen that. Well, it's just such a strange moment for that movie. It really yeah. is. Um, the um, I, I like think, that they chose Fred Willard too, though. Yeah, um, but Brave looked like it could have been any of the major animation series. Like it could have been from the people who brought you Rio or Very something, you know. Oh, thank you. I have my smoothie. Thank now. you so much. Uh, thank you. I got a fancy big straw. You got an ordinary. I got a straw that has a little spoonie at the end of it. That's good. Tall red straw. You can collect those. Um. Um, I feel like both you and I right now are like recovering from the heat and walking and the stress of oh, yeah. the fog. Mm-hmm. So both of our, all of our conversations are like, we get one sentence and the other one's like, like yeah. wiping the brow of sweat and like settling. Well, like my temptation, I'm just getting a smoothie for lunch and I had a smoothie for breakfast. I had my, my green vegetable smoothie torture trying to do that be disciplined about doing that every morning right I have a smoothie where I put in a banana a bunch of broccoli a bunch of kale some almonds wow does it taste good no it's horrible every time I do it it's my way of getting these vegetables into my system because it's like morning and I feel like it's a it's medicine it's like nutritional medicine yeah and I feel it like a quarter of it is apple juice and then hot water um, for the rest of it. Wait, what are you, why are you doing this to yourself? Hot water? The hot water actually makes it go down easier. Connor, this seems like there's a better way to do this. Mm-mm. I've tried other ways. The vegetables are frozen. The vegetables, Thank you so much. The vegetables are frozen. Right. And the hot water makes it so it's less of a so it's less of an ice headache drinking right. it down fast. It just sort of makes it sound like a hot drink when I drink it, but Right. Cuz if I buy fresh kale, I buy organic frozen kale just cuz it's easier than buying kale and then washing it and freezing it. Uh, uh, or if you keep kale in the fridge, it'll go yellow real quick. You got to eat right. it right away. Mm. And so it's just easier to just take it as medicine in the morning. I just consider it a big medicinal drink. Mm. It's a health shake that's not for pleasure. It's just for survival. That's interesting. I just recently switched my vitamins. Yeah? I had like, you know, one a day med, just whatever, Centrum. Yeah. They're big, and I that always didn't go down well, and I'd always get like a headache afterwards. Mm-hmm. My doctor was like, oh, yeah, these are motor multivitamins. Like, the prevailing wisdom is, like, you can take, like, chewable children's and it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I just literally bought gummy vitamins. Mm-hmm. So I was like, sure, I'll do this. Because he's like, he's like, honestly, it doesn't matter as long as you're getting some of it. Like, that's the goal. And, yeah. like, there's a big multivitamin craze that made it for things. You get these, like, super crazy ones. But he's like, you don't really. Mm-hmm. Which was interesting. I often wonder when I, I take a Centrum vitamin, and there was a period where I stopped taking them for a while, 
I didn't feel any different. Um, and I started taking them again, but I always feel like maybe they're just nothing. Maybe they're just like... Because it's kind of amazing to see this little pill. I mean, it sounds weird to say because it's as if you're saying you don't believe in pills when clearly pills do... They're a real thing. But it's right. just hard for me to process when I look at a pill. It's like, how do they get all this stuff into it? Like, it seems like... The part of me that doesn't understand how anything is made is just fascinated by the fact that they are able to... That vitamins exist. Thank God you were born now. Mm. Not like the 50s. Oh, yeah. Because you would just be like... Like, if you were... Your age now is like 1950. Mm -hmm. You'd be one of those guys that like... I don't know, didn't trust any modern medicine and like... I don't think I would be. I, I think I would trust it, but I would be... I just don't understand it. And it's a weird thing to not understand so much of the way things work because I'm just pure trust I'm not like super skeptical about it I take those vitamins but I don't understand them like if you were asking me like how do they make these vitamins I'd be like ah uh, they throw a bunch of stuff in a big thing and boil it down to pills you know like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me how they get some how they get zinc into a vitamin Um, I don't understand how this was made. This. I don't understand how you would ever make this. Connor's touching everything inside. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever do the science experiment when you were a kid? Science. I put some in quotes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where? We did this in science class in like sixth grade. No, like fifth grade. They took like total cereal, uh -huh. put a magnet on the bottom, and it collects all of the metal flakes. Really? You see all the metal that's in it. Yeah. All the iron or whatever. That's so strange. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's very strange to see him like, oh, so I'm just eating metal. Yeah, and it's good for you. Yeah. Mm. There was a period of time where I would drink Ensure. Yeah. Because I wasn't eating enough meals. And yeah. I was, like, losing weight. And, like, yeah. I'm not a guy that... You can't afford to... Weight. You're yeah. not, you can't afford to lose any more weight. And I'm sure... I mean, I've known you during periods of time where I've gotten... I've lost a lot of weight in unhealthy ways. Uh -huh. Not not in unhealthy ways, but in unhealthy yeah. results. Just from stress and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And so I started having to drink and sure to like keep my body weight up and like make sure I was getting sufficient nutrients. Yeah. What are you looking at on your phone? Oh, um, just dealing with a... Um I ordered a I ordered a thing off a website and then it arrived broken. What did you order? It was an Arrested Development bobblehead of uh, Michael Bluth in the stair car, and the head had broken, like the ceramic of it had broken, so it bobbled. But um, so I emailed them. I was like, "This arrived broken. What do I need to do?" Like. Do I need to take, send you pictures of it or mail it back or what? And they're like, we'll just send you another one. So that was actually a perfect response. Because they're not doing anything with a broken one. You know, yeah. Mm. But uh, I... Uh, I... Uh, 
It is a weird thing how Pixar had such a run of movies where it was like they were the doing stuff that no one else was doing. They were it. And with anyone, there comes a point where that streak ends. Um, like, even though I know that like the Planes movies aren't Pixar, they're Disney, but it's, it feels like in some ways not a distinction in the sense that like it's from the Pixar world. Right. So it still feels like even though it's Disney making it, it's more Pixar than Disney. Mm. But like even with Toy Story 2 and 3 being among the very short list of great sequels that anyone's ever made, um, it does feel like to me that third one does, is sort of marking like the end of an era in some ways that like that the sort of Toy Story bracketed era of Pixar even though I'm sure they'll continue to make really good movies right um, someone will under the Pixar brand whether it's John Lasseter or whoever right yeah like in some ways but I feel like they almost purposely gave up mm-hmm. they started making sequels but they stopped making yeah well, and you can only realistically, you can only really have so many years of where every new thing you come out with is right. a thrilling surprise. Because, like, in some ways, I think Frozen coming out, being a Disney movie that is has a lot of the things that classic Disney had, but it also is visually a blend of what Pixar looked like. It's like almost like a Pixar version of old Disney. Right. Um... That it feels like, I mean, I'm part of me is less, as a traditionalist, is sort of sad to see, kind of the, certainly the end of the heyday of 2D animation, of right? Flat sort of cell animation. Mm. Like I was really happy when the movie um, Lilo or Lilo and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch came out because it was such a, it looks like yeah classic animation it was deliberately sort of a throwback well we're definitely in the age of that going away now that Miyazaki yeah. stepped down also mm-hmm. did you see The Wind Rises I haven't seen that was it good yeah I liked it I mean it's the way that you watch it's very such a strange movie and it's like not super enjoyable uh huh and throughout it you're sort of like why is this the story he's telling mm-hmm. it does not feel like any of his other movies in terms of the subject matter but then you think about it in the context of this being his last film. Yeah. And also, it all starts to make sense because it's about this talented guy who goes to work for this big company mm-hmm. and then moves around this company but tries to have a family life and it doesn't really work for him and he has like struggles dealing with anything else in his life other than his passion, which is to build planes. And how his planes are both being used for good and for evil, mm-hmm. and like it's just sort of this like sad tortured look at this guy who's like talented, but at this one thing that like is sort of a niche thing. Mm-hmm. And then you know it doesn't move in an arc that's like in the, you know like the other ones where it's like and then the spirit comes in. It's like all grounded in reality. Yeah, there's no fantastical element to it. 
and then you're like, oh, this is Miyazaki basically telling his story, like, this is what he feels like yeah. throughout his life. Because he also has had, like, a famously, like, not great family relationship and stuff, stuff like where you're like, oh, this is... These are his problems. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've only seen a few Miyazaki films. I haven't seen a lot of them. Which ones have you seen? Um, I think I've seen Spirited Away, maybe, yeah. and a couple others. I'm not sure. Have you seen My Neighbor Totoro? Yeah, a long time ago. That's one of the best animated films of all time. Mm-hmm. It is. I only saw it like a, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And um, it was always on, you know, they do the sight and sound list of the top 100 films. Yeah. And like so many people that have great directors always put that in, like, in their top. And I was always like, why is that? Then you watch it and you realize what a triumph of animation is because it is a movie that could not exist in live action. Right. Not because of the fantastic elements, that too, but yeah. because the story isn't a story. It's like a series of like emotional moments that like you remember from childhood, feelings that you like only really had when you were a kid. Yeah. Told in a way that only animation can lull you into those feelings and only animation can get away with. Mm-hmm. Just touching this bizarre universe and having everything being changed slightly so you feel these ways. And by the end of it, you feel these feelings of like, like the story doesn't it's not really a story but the feelings are all there it's so very interesting and it's beautiful and it's you know the visuals are so strange and interesting but it's just a movie that could not have existed in live action in any way yeah and told and communicated those same feelings I always find it weird the way there's a set style that's that's that you'll see that style also in some like made-for-TV animation that's not as good, but seems to draw from some of the same kind of not limited animation, but <coughs> the way things move or the way mouths are drawn or the way that it's similar to like I'd see shows growing up like The Littles. Right. You ever see that show? I, I know of it. I never yeah. watched it. Um, that it's weird watching Miyazaki movies because it would be like if. Um, someone made really ambitious movies that used the same basic palette and sort of toolkit as like the Flintstones or something like that that it looked like a Hanna-Barbera thing but it was more ambitious Um, that would be very bizarre and I find I find that a strange experience to watch something like Squared Away and have it so closely resemble things that are not as good in terms of the visual styles? I don't know if I understand or agree with that. Um, I think so much of his, because he does all the himself. I mean, he doesn't, yeah. he does all the keyframes of everything. Yeah. Um, it would be like if the way, like, noses are drawn in the Flintstones, there's a certain, like, number of things like that and you'll see similar layout styles like similar um, uh, uh, 
patterns of how you would draw, like the way the the mouth is when it yells, like the way that like that's that full on big. Right. Uh, it shares some of the same visual language as a lot of cheaply produced things that are not. But I think a lot of those two are aping his. Mm-hmm. What he's created. Yeah. But it's also sometimes things that I would have associated with, like, oh, the reason that, like, certain movements will be, like, jittery or jumpy. Right. As a kid, I would have seen the TV things and assumed, like, oh, it's like that because they're doing it at a television budget. Right. Or something. And it's, it's surreal for me to see it in something that's clearly more ambitious where it's a choice, not a, uh, not right. a restraint. Yeah. Well, this is, it's all mostly, too, because Miyazaki likes to have such a hand in it that he does it creates these things himself so it's not like you know he'll have like he has very few computer mm-hmm. anything elements to the point that there's like really beautiful sequences in um, The Wind Rises of like planes flying like that where it's just um, landscape scan you know where it's like a big picture they drew and they're just like moving the camera across yeah. the, the flat drawn plane yeah and it's like, oh, like, if you're really trying to make that as, quote, perfect looking as possible, you would have done it in 3D with this and that and background plays. But it's like, no, they're just doing a pure yeah. scan. Which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, who's, uh, whose pictures are up? Do you recognize? We're looking at pictures anyone. up on the uh, wall of celebrities. No, I don't recognize anyone. There's got to be one person up there that you know. bottom. Sandra Bullock's been here. Mm. How long will these batteries, will this charge last for, for uh, that we're getting here? Maybe for a bit. For a bit. Back up to three bars. I mean, we're still real in the we're still in the real early going of this episode. What it's only three o'clock. We started at like a little after here. Twelve forty five we started. Oh man. I'm really tired today. I'm exhausted. I feel like this might be the first episode where we take a lengthy nap. <laughs> this is like this has to be the downer episode too. Like I will say that, like, like we're back. Well, I mean, our like, conversations already have been like we haven't really gotten. You know what I mean? Like that might have been the case for past episodes too, where we haven't really gotten into stuff until a couple hours in. Yeah. But already, you yeah. And I, I don't know what tired. I don't know what we've said so far that anyone would be interested. In. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I don't think now that. Again, I think this might be the biggest letdown of an episode. Oh yeah, this could be a podcast killer. This episode. <laughs> yeah. People would be like, eh, I sort of fell off the butter on three. <laughs> um, 
Is the new training center open? I don't think so. The new uh, Upright Citizens Brigade Training Center? Really? I know the old one is still open. We should text Shannon and see if we can uh, charge there. Um, uh, but she can be on it for a... Say something while I take care of business. I'm tired, Connor. I can't. Um, no, I know you can do it. Right now, this is something I think is cool. Is uh, There's a lot of New York listeners to the podcast. But I think there's a lot of people that aren't New York that listen to this. There's something fun about knowing that even though they can't see what I'm seeing right now, looking out the window of a diner in the middle of Manhattan, or all the people in buildings, that they're in some way experiencing this through us. Like, to me, New York was always a very, uh, almost like a fictional city, like Gotham City. But, like, you couldn't actually live there. Like, it was the only place you'd see in movies. So it's so strange now to be here and for it to be real. And I wonder if there's people listening that feel the same way, where it's like, you could never live in New York. That's just a place that exists for other people. There's a sad-looking woman walking, a child in sunglasses. Two kids in red t-shirts. Martial arts. Modern martial arts. Those kids are trained fighters. An old man in a hat. Young 20-something wearing sunglasses. An old woman balancing her leftovers from her meal. These are the stories of the streets of New York City. Yep. I am. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm texting Shannon now. We might need someone. We can go to their apartment. They can talk. We'll <laughs> take a nap. Well, I want to go back. I want to go to Strawberry Fields with you, and then maybe we'll walk up by the reservoir all the way up to the top of Central Park. No way. You don't want to do that? We could, but we'll be exhausted. Oh, yeah, but we'll be invigorated, maybe. Maybe. Oh no, we're what? all sitting here silently. What's happening? 
realized it had just been like, well, because I'm I'm in the middle of I'm writing this text, so you got to take the you got to take the. I know, but my mind was wandering into. I don't know. What did you guys care about? Here, we'll talk about this. No, we won't. Um, I'm curious how people interact with this podcast or how they feel listening to this podcast. Do people feel like they know us or do they not know us? I know Connor had a meal with someone. People, with several listeners, yeah. Several listeners. Um, I wanted to go, but I couldn't. It was in my neighborhood. It was super convenient for me. It would have been super inconvenient for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I know from listening to other people's podcasts without... Well, I'll say this. I'll admit this, basically. Um, maybe I'll say this as a blind item. Yeah, I'll say this as a blind item. That way it's not too confessional, but it does reveal something about me. Um, I have an email in my draft folder in Google, in my drafts. I have an email that I recently wrote to someone. I haven't sent it. And I, I think I probably won't send it. And it basically is to someone that... Um, I feel like we'd be friends if there was a context like I feel like if me and this person if there was a context where we were somehow find, found ourselves in the same place for hanging out for an hour we'd be friends like that would solidify it one hour someplace both of us waiting for someone or something right. we'd be friends and this is someone I know, Do I but know we're not. Person? Yeah, you would know who they were, but you're not friends with them. Okay. And I feel like just because of circumstances. Um, Some of the comedy world. I won't. I don't want to say any more, but that, that's a likely assumption. It's a reasonable assumption to make. Um, and uh, oh, you want me to write it down? Uh, okay. Uh, uh, listeners got mad last time we tried to mouth things yeah. out. Um. The uh, <laughs> no, I just wrote the word no. No, I will. I'll tell you who it was. Um, anyway, snarky with this visual comment. I recently, uh, oh god, it's hard to write on this. Um, uh, I recently uh, listened to this person on a podcast episode, and oh yeah, uh, do you know who this? Yeah. How do you know? Oh wait. Oh, oh no. No. Yeah. Okay. I know this person, but I don't know who. I don't know them personally. Okay. I thought it was a different, different person with that first name, and I was like, oh, yeah. Um, and I, in listening to them interviewed, I thought, like, oh, if if this person, if I was around them in any context, we'd become friends. Right. And the only reason we're not is just because that context hasn't happened. Uh, and so I wrote this email that basically just said that. They just said, like, look, if we were... In a friendship context, we'd be friends. Right. And what I wanted to do was sort of just instigate, like, I want to, like, lay the groundwork for us becoming friends. Um, and the, uh, and make it happen. Right. Uh, okay. And, uh, thank you. And so I wrote this, 
I, I wrote this email just saying, like, look, here are the reasons why I think that I want to lay the groundwork so if, if there's even a half possibility that the context occurs, that we will already be friends right. via this format, via email. Uh, so it's basically just like a, me proposing, like, hey, yeah. person who, like, we know who, we're aware of one another. Right. We would know each I know other to say you are, hi. You know who I am. Yeah. Um, let's lay the, the groundwork so that um, we're friendly in a way that it's like setting the foundation for if a context ever occurs, we can click right into being friends. Right. I kind of want to be, well, like, I want to be pen pals, but this person's busy. This person probably already has enough friends. Like, I technically have more than enough friends. I have friends that I'm, I have friends that I don't even talk to because right. I have too many. Uh, friends that I'm never around or never in a con- like I have, I have friends that I'm already a bad friend to um, right you're not you can't, you can't adopt more kids you already got a bunch of starving kids of your own yeah um, and so I haven't sent this in part because I feel like the response to this could be like oh a crazy person you know what I mean like the response to it could be like oh this is like either needy or you know yeah I do think you should just pocket it. Um, I, that's what I've done. Just pocketed it. Um, um, and then wait for that context to occur. And then and then spring your friendship on them. Well, but I think in some ways, like, part of me thinks, like, maybe the context won't occur without some priming for it. Maybe, you know, it's possible that... No, if this person is in the comedy world or in, like, a sphere of the world that you mm-hmm. interact in you will you will probably run into them at some point and all you'll need is a small window to be like we have very similar interests yeah maybe but then there's the other part of me that thinks like why why worry about it why not just do it or why not cherish your current friends that you have that you do have the same things in common with that too that you're not spending time with that too but a lot of them it's not that I'm not spending time with them because is there an element to it that this person you believe to be higher in the like not consciously oh it's someone I really do respect a lot it's someone that I look up to a lot right so there's an element of that to it um definitely but I don't know don't meet your heroes Connor I've already already met this person don't meet your heroes um but I think, I mean, some of the time, some of the time, um, the reason I'm not, in some cases, uh, the reason I'm not spending time around some of the other people I'm friends with is because they're busy. It's not because I'm, like, not available. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what do you think of the, uh, uh, the new late night, uh, shakeups? Um... I like them. I think they're all sort of safe. Well, I like Colbert. Yeah. I'm interested for that. I've liked Seth Meyers' show, though I do feel like it is, as those shows often are, sort of safe. Mm-hmm. Fallon. I like him more and more, but again, it does feel safe. I just... I feel like we're missing the... 
the Conan, the Letterman, the, that edge that used to come with a lot of those guys of like they're willing to like push the buttons a little bit. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I like that Seth Meyers has, and I don't, I haven't seen this written about anything, but one of the things I really like is that segment post monologue. Post his little banter with Fred Armisen. There's a segment where it seems like he just sort of talks about his day. It seems very much um, borrowed from, uh, like, that's very much in the vein of, like, Letterman over the past ten years. Like, the post-monologue segment where he just talks about his day. Yeah, I Uh, I really don't like monologues. I don't like monologue jokes. I don't either. Uh, Myers is a good one, though. He's, uh, of the monologue people, I think his is one of the stronger ones. Yeah, but I just think they're so... I wish Letterman's monologue was... I like how in the 80s how uh, Letterman's monologue was always super short. And in recent years, he's made a point of deliberately lengthening the monologue. I always like the part after where he sits at the desk and just talks about, well, you know, there's this thing that's going on. I thought this the other day. And I like that Seth Meyers has adopted that part where it's not a bit, it's not a desk piece, it's just him talking about stuff that he's thought or something that happened to him. Armisen's also a very strange band leader. Mm Mm-hmm. He's good, but like he's very quiet. Yeah. Which doesn't feel like the. He's quiet, but also comedically powerful. Yeah. Which is like Max Weinberg was quiet, but his whole thing was he was sort of like submissive to the whim of Conan. Uh huh. But it feels like that's not quite the relationship, but he's still quiet. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting relationship. Uh, I'm excited to see what Colbert does. I think he could be very interesting. So I think he's a very fearless performer. Or at least he goes out with a concept in mind that he goes for, which I think could, could add a lot to the late night world. Yeah. Um, a part of me just feels like there's not enough troubled people have with late night shows anymore. The what? I feel like, like I feel like all the late night hosts are like good people though, which is like we need we need Carson or Letterman or people who like are sort of like strange sociable socially. Well, yeah, and are sort of have this dark place, and then the show is a, has it's small the, glimpses of that. Yeah, yeah, and it's like their respite from that darkness. Well, the interesting thing is, like when they were talking about all the different candidates to, first of all, Letterman retiring made me very sad. That makes me very sad, just because it's the passage of time. I don't like change. Uh, part of me feels bad because I haven't been a regular viewer in recent years. I watch every now and then, but uh, I just don't have time. Right. Uh, there's a, a central problem with l- the quality of late night talk shows is I like Daily Show, I like Colbert, I like Seth's One Hour, I like Letterman, I like Fallon, that's two more hours, I like Conan, uh, I like uh, um, what, what I've seen of like uh, um, Craig Ferguson is very yeah. uh, very nice show. Yeah. Already we're at five hours. I like Ellen's daytime show, that's an hour. Uh, now we're at six hours. That's four days a week, six hours. If you, yeah. you got Friday off because you don't have Daily or Colbert that night. But that's already, like, most, like, that's a huge chunk of your day that's just gone. Yeah. And there's just no way to keep up with all of that, you know? And uh, so the habit falls away. It was much easier when it was just Carson. Even when Carson was 90 minutes, it was the only thing at that point when it was 90 minutes. Um, And so it's hard to keep up. The thing I'm really happy about is that we get, is that the retirement of Letterman gives us such a, we get that final year, this final year I think it's going to be great. 
I think everyone's going to get real excited about him again. I think he's going to do some of his best shows. Did you already did you see this, the like Martha Stewart? No, I've been taping them. I haven't watched it. There's a funny thing that was like, well, Letterman stopped caring. Where he just like, you know, she brings in her food classically. He just like eats everything immediately and like yeah. drinks all the wine. Yeah. And then he sits there and she's clearly like laughing along because she doesn't really care either at this point. Yeah. But he goes, all right, what else do you have? What else do you got? <laughs> She's like, what do you, what do you mean? Huh? He's like, I don't know. What else do you got? Like, what, what, what's that? What's the other, what, what's other stuff? Basically saying like, all right, what's, what's the other thing that you have to talk about? What's your next yeah. quip that we have to go over? She's like, I don't know. We can, whatever. And he's just like, okay. And like, literally <laughs> just like, 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 what's like, and she doesn't care either. So they just sort of like sat there just like, <laughs> sort of bullshitting, like wasting time being like, all right, well, we're done with this. Okay, well, that was fun. I had to get get drunk. That was nice. Well, you, that, you saw his, his story where he announced his retirement, right? His what? Did you see the story on the episode where he announced his retirement? No. It's great. You should watch it. Basically, the segment is he, you don't know it's a retirement announcement. You just think it's him talking. He goes, well, let me just, I want to make an announcement about something. And he tells a story about how he was out with his son and they, they uh, were, uh, uh, I think they were out fishing or something, and then they saw uh, what they thought was an, uh, a bald eagle. Yeah. And his son took a picture of it, and then they were trying to figure out if it was a bald eagle or what it was exactly. And so at work, he was uh, he had people calling like the Audubon Society and sending this photo around, and they're trying to figure this out. And so he got home from work, and uh, he was telling his wife like, "Oh, I think we found out that it might be this kind of bird. We're talking about this, and we're talking about that." And she goes, "That's great. That's great. Who was on the show?" And Letterman, like, didn't remember who was on the show. Right. And he was like, that was when he thought, like, maybe I should stop doing this. Right. Um, it's just not important to him anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I think this last year is going to be, like, everyone's final, like, visits are going to be, you know, everyone's going to yeah. come and pay tribute to him. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really going to be wonderful. Because, uh, you know, there was a point when we had that, when he had that, the heart attack and the heart surgery, where yeah. it was like over a decade ago, when it really felt like, oh, like we could have lost Letterman. Right. Um, but I feel like when people were talking about who could take over, and there's been a lot of like eye-rolling kind of, oh boy, like yeah. another white man is taking over a late night show. And, but the fact of the matter is, if you look at like, the person that I would have, if I could have just picked like who could you have yeah. as a host two of the people who were contenders that I would have been like oh this could be really interesting would have been Alan or would have been Tina Fey right. and neither of them wants the job right. those would have been people that everyone would have been super excited about like Alan moving to late night and moving to like the yeah. Ed Sullivan Theater would have been a really exciting new thing her in New York would have been a tremendous new you know that kind yeah. of thing would have been great same with Tina Fey like, Tina Fey would be a great talk show host She's always funny when she talks about just whatever she's thinking about anything yeah. that's happening. I think she, you know, the way she was on Update, imagining her and the monologue. First of all, it would have been great. You would have had Fallon versus Faye. And it would have been like, oh, Weekend Update of a decade ago is now, you know, either side of the late night dial would have been funny. Yeah. But it's also, she would have been great interviews and all this stuff. And I was talking to someone who was saying like, oh, but... She, someone was saying like, oh, but she... Uh, wouldn't uh, she wouldn't have been a good host for that because and then they started describing things about like she doesn't really she's not like a, a, a 
a people person supposed to like she's shy and reserved in person would do that and all the things that they were describing I'm like you're describing David Letterman right like all of the thing, all the personality traits that would have that they were saying would have made her like an unlikely host I'm like those are all things that you could you, those are she doesn't really have a public life she doesn't really she's private and shy and stuff like that she can be sort of angry about stuff yeah I mean I understand why she wouldn't take the job why she wouldn't even want that job yeah because it's a lot of work and you've got to be on all the time that's, that's your only thing and that's your only thing but she would have been great at it like yeah, you that can show count on one finger the amount of movies David Lutterman has made Cabin Boy yeah, yeah. Uh, the but she, I I there is part of him like, oh, that would have been Tina Fey hosting Late Show would have been so great. But like, there were people who were like, oh, Chelsea Handler got snubbed. And I'm like, she was never in the running for it, was she? Like, that would have been like putting like Tosh Point yeah. as the host of Late Show. Like, it's like a someone who's kind of like an abrasive cable host that has right. a, a following, but is certainly not a. Uh, a not a, need to be beamed at everyone's house every night. Yeah. yeah, it's not someone that would have appealed to a uh, uh, mainstream network yeah. audience. Um, yeah, I went down a Letterman rabbit hole after watching uh, the Martha Stewart thing. I gotta watch that Martha Stewart thing tonight. It was funny. Um, but then I watched, did you ever see the one with Paris Hilton right after she got out of prison or whatever? Yeah. Oh my god, it was funny. Yeah. Because that was at the height of when she was like, in the news and it was always like well she's a fashion line and her makeup and this and that yeah. so Letterman had her on and he's like oh thank you for coming thank you for being here it's uh, it's great it's great you know da -da -da. she's like you can tell she already has her guard up where she's like thank you I'm glad to be here and he's like oh. so uh, you're in the slammer huh and like immediately she <laughs> yeah. was like yeah, I was, but, you know, I've moved past it. I've learned my lesson, and, uh, you know, and I'm here to talk about my upcoming movie, and mine, he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it comfortable there? Like, he just... He yeah, he just wanted question. to talk about the thing that everyone wants to talk about. And she was like, she was like, she was like, no, it wasn't, you know, I learned my lesson, and, you know, I really want to talk about my movie. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course you do, of course you do. What were the meals like? Walk <laughs> me through the meals. The morning. What was it? And she's just like, they were bad. And he goes, what, what was for breakfast? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, you don't know? And he's just like, uh, a boiled egg and like toast and an orange. And he goes, oh, an orange. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's a pretty good meal. How about dinner? And like, he keeps taking her through it. And like, yeah. she gets so upset. And he's like, to the point where she's like, she's like, can we move on? And he's like, and then he pulls this perfect move. He's like, He's like, well, yeah, 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 of course we move on. I, you know, I, I just think it's important for you to, you know, because surely this can be a lesson to other people to not, you know, drink and drive, and it's a lesson to people that are going through this that, you know, you can really atone for it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. he pulls on this whole thing where it's like, well, you should talk about it because basically being like, we could move on, but this is also a good chance for you to show that it's a lesson. And she's like, yeah, it's great. You know, I learned my lesson. Da -da -da. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bed's comfortable, like just like wouldn't stop. And yeah. She, like got, she was so uncomfortable, and it's like she was so outmatched. Yeah. By him, that anytime she tried to like, move it forward, he was just like, "No, you're on my show, and you are a nobody. Right. And I will do whatever I want right now." And also, he's just you know like 
someone who, at that point, certainly was doing everything they could to get as much attention as they could in as much time in the public spotlight. And he just wants to have an... Uh, he wasn't being rude. He was just having a con- human conversation with well, her. Well, he was being rude. He was purposely trying to be like, I think you are a nobody, and you are milking all of this, and, you're com- and you have the gall to milk this, and then act like yeah. you're not milking this. I don't so if we're going to milk it, I'm going to milk it. I don't think that's that rude, though. He's just talking about the thing you that... Want, you watch the, watch, yeah. watch the clip, because he... Mm-hmm. Literally, she's like, he's he's doing it in perfect comedic time. He goes, yeah. She's like, yeah, I just, I, I really want to talk about the movie. And he goes, yeah, 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 I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You get a lot of exercise in, like, you know, yeah. like, purposely. And then the great thing is, he's like, he's like, of course, of course. Now, let's talk about, you got a new perfume line, right? And he brings out the perfume bottle. And she's like, yeah, it's my da 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 And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so like sprays it, he smells it, he sprays it on himself. He just like unscrews the top and just drinks all of it. It's clearly just for water or whatever. Yeah. And so it was like the one time that he finally let her relent yeah. and get her plug. He then like cuts the legs out from it by just like drinking it all and being like, all right, we'll be back right out. And it was like such a perfect just like yeah. degrading moment for her of like, I'm not going to give you an inch of what you want. But it was watching that that I was like, oh, this guy is yeah. a pro. Yeah, and you're right. Like, in terms of, like, the people who were, like, everyone's doing a good job on those shows, but they're not, none of those shows is breaking the mold. Yeah. And I'm not, in some ways, I would think it'd be, it's harder to break the mold now than it ever was. Right. Because what do you do exactly? You know, yeah. like, what do you do to... Um, Shannon says we get stopped by if we want to do that. She's there uh, till like five thirty for Spanx. Do you want to get change? Because I need a couple. How much change? Back. Yeah. Uh, I need like five bucks back. Okay. And then I'm gonna use the rest. Okay. And then I'm gonna leave my stuff right here. Now. Okay. Hello. How are you? Hello. Is that a photo of Harry Belafonte? Well, yeah. Yeah. I want to see who all the different photos are here. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's Harry Belafonte. Who else is here? I'm muting myself. Uh, Mariah Carey's there. Uh, Daniela. Yeah. Up close, you can recognize more of the photos. Uh, uh, Jeanette Lee, number one player of the year, 1994 WPBA events. Yeah. Uh, definitely see definitely see some photos. Now, JD's in the bathroom now, so I don't know if he is talking while he does this or not. Um, I just got to figure out. Hey there. Thank you. Um, I'm, I don't know if he's talking while, while this is happening, so I'm just gonna. I'm just waiting at the table. I can't remember what the amount was, so I don't know what the, how much we were leaving for tip. But all this money is JD's change. Here he comes. He's now coming out of the bathroom. I wonder if he talked at the same time I was talking or not. All right, there's. Your change. 
Uh, Harry Belafonte is one of the pictures behind there. Oh, okay. And there's also uh, Danny Aiello and a couple others. And I'm off mute. Test, 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 JD. Test, 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 Connor. Uh, I'm at a point now where I'm tired, but now that I've eaten. Yeah. And like gone over like the eating energy yeah. bump. Yeah. Where I'm just like exhausted now. So now I feel like I'm going to be much more. Much more talkative. What? Good. Well, I mean. And much more. Much, much. I feel like I'm very early at that point where I'm just like going to start saying stuff that I may regret later. Oh, good. Um. How much tip do we leave? Oh, more than you two. Need a tip there. Oh, yeah. yeah, not two dimes, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> right now we just have two, two dimes on the table. Is three good for what we yeah. paid? Okay. I have another dollar if we need it. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, all right. Um, we had just left two two dimes sitting on the table before a calculated insult. Um, Calculated indeed. I'm now leaving the diner. JD's still in the diner. You'll hear some of the sounds of the street. I am now staring at JD through the window of the diner as he is struggling with his bag to try to put the equipment back in. Uh, he's having a heck of a time. He's looking at me. He's discovered me that I am now. Uh, oh, what's happening? He's unhooked the, the plug that we had plugged in there. And. Uh, he doesn't know what I'm saying, but he's grinning from ear to ear. He's he's and holding I, up a he's holding up a single finger. He's saying, "I." I am inside the diner. I haven't said anything. Connor's outside the diner. Yeah, I don't know what he's saying. Connor's saying he's I'm not good at reading lips, JD, and I don't know what you're saying. You might as you might as well be saying nothing. Um. I think I'm going to make a push to go to, just go back to Central Park for a little bit, uh, to Strawberry Fields. Although, no, maybe, you know, maybe what we'll do is go down to, uh, let's go, let's, we'll leave Central Park. Maybe that's over. And we'll head head down to the new UCB offices to talk to Shannon O'Neill, our friend Shannon, uh, who works as the, uh, she's the new artistic associate at UCB. Thank you. Say hello to her. Maybe, uh, what do you you think we should, JD's outside now. JD, what what were you saying to me in there that I couldn't hear? I was saying, Connor is, I was saying, Connor is outside and I am inside. But Connor doesn't know what I'm saying. And then you were talking over me and I was like, Connor needs to stop talking over me because I'm talking right now. Did I? No. All right. Uh, now, what do you want to do? Where? What? What do you think we should do now? Um, we could head back over and take a look at Strawberry Fields. That sounds like something you want to do. Uh, I'm just curious, and then maybe head down to the UCB offices, or are we better doing that from here? Is that smarter to just head right back down there? And if we ever make it back to Central Park, we make it. If we don't, then that's just part of the grand adventure. Uh, yeah, I think that works for me. What's your preference? I'm good either way. Um, we got enough power to last us a bit? Let's walk for a little bit, see where our power lands us. Okay. And then we can head down to UCB. All right. Um, we're at 72nd Street, 
So it's a straight shot over to Strawberry Fields. I'm always stressed during this podcast that the, the levels aren't going to be good. Have the levels ever been not good? Uh, there's been spells, I think, where people say it doesn't sound great, but I think all in all it usually sounds okay. Yeah. Uh, did we have better sound feedback for the first episode than the second? Or no? Uh, Which episode do I people think know. sounds better? I have no idea. I mean, we're def- I think the first one was closer to this and that we were out and about more. The second one was almost entirely in my apartment. Yeah. Uh, so that was much easier to control, although we had the hiss of the heating system. Yes. Which I'm sure affected it. Uh, it wasn't too audible. Okay. Or it probably just became like room tone. Exactly. Um, oh, boy, how I wish we were on the shady side of the street right now. I mean, there's one whole side of the street Connor, that's just you, uh, paradise of shade, and this side is just you are so, like a hell of the sun. So much of your life is like a human Eeyore. Now, you said something to me the other day, because I was talking to you about... Huh. I have a general feeling lately that people don't respond to my emails. But you said it in a panicked voice of pure insecurity. Eh. Of people don't respond to my email. No one, no one responds to me. Emails, text messages. Yeah. No, no, no one gets back to me about anything. And when when people email me, I respond, and I always get the same response. Hey, thanks for the quick reply. And I'm like, okay, so maybe it's not me. Maybe people are just overwhelmed with communications, and the people I'm writing email to are busy. They have their lives. They don't have time to respond. It's not a personal slight, but I do feel like, because I had emailed you about something. Yes. And. A project. A project. And you said that you looked at the email and that your response was that you were like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Sounds good. Right. Which you, you portrayed to me as if you thought this or even possibly said it aloud to yourself. But you didn't share it with me as a response. Well, uh, okay. Yeah. And the thing that I said is that when Connor sends emails, sometimes they're sort of manically written. Manically? Well, it's just like you get into everything in one email. Yeah. You get into every step of something. So your, your, your choice is either you respond to everything, which will be a bunch of your time responding to everything, or you save it for later and be like, yeah, that all sounds right, but I'm not going to get into my opinions of stuff. So you don't send an email back to be like, sounds good, because it's like, no, there's some things that I want to talk about. But because you've thrown so much at me, I will have to return your tome with a novel of my own. Uh-huh. So instead, it's just like, uh, okay, I've taken that in. Uh, we'll talk about this later. I'll write him an email later or something, and then usually I'll see you before then. Yeah. It's just not my nature to write a short email. Right, but, that, but that's why people don't respond, because you, you bring up 30 points in a single email. And you think it's manic? Not manic, like, but like, it's like, like, it's like well, like, this person said that we can do it like this. I think we should happen like this. I talked to this person, and they said that if we did it like this, then we could do it like this. Which, I don't know, I think it could end up like this, and it's just like... Okay. Uh, that does sound manic. It does. And that is that not far off from what your emails are? No, I mean, the thing is... I mean, is, those broken up into paragraphs? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, because uh, when you say manic, it makes it sound like I'm just sending you, like, the notebooks from The Killer in Seven. You know, like, just, like, ravings. I mean, if someone didn't know either of us and they've read some of your emails, they might seem like that. Really? I don't think I sound... Not ravings, but it, might, it feels like here's a lot at once. Yeah. You know, that's why I didn't send that draft of the friendship emails, because it is one of those kind of emails. Yeah, instead... You could get a lot. You'd get a lot more response and probably a lot better collaborative forward thrust if your email was like, "Hey, who's up for a project? Hey, we talked about this. What do we think of this? What do you think about this aspect of it? See, great. I, what do you think about this aspect of it? So it's a conversation instead of like a waves see, I, crashing on a fucking. I write emails that are more like whenever you like. They publish a book of letters, like the letters that Hemingway wrote to people or something like that, where they're like fully... Yes. Like, like fully thought out. Right, but here's the thing to keep in mind with the letters that Hemingway wrote to people in a yeah. book. Yeah. It's like a 300-page book yeah. of all the letters Hemingway ever wrote and received in his life. Yeah. So he was not getting re- return emails same day. <laughs> I know. But you're the like, rate at which you read those is not the rate at which they went back and forth. So you're aping a long form thing in your short form conversations. Yeah, I it's said, like being like I gave a three hour speech to this person and they didn't respond back to me. I was walking down the street. It's like yeah, they were exhausted. I just I write. I'm I'm very verbose. I talk. You know, here's the thing. Uh, Years ago, uh, there's a thing called the 24-hour plays that I was involved with for a, a little while. You've told the story. Yeah, yeah. No, no about me writing thick. <coughs> no. Then I haven't told the story. Just the one with like Rosie Perez, right? No. Did you tell the story? That... She's worked on them, right? But yeah. No, there was a. <coughs> there was one time when I wrote. I was a writer for the 24-hour plays, and uh, you have like all night to write like a 10 minute play right and one of the writers uh, came over to me at one point and looked at I was working on someone's laptop top that I had borrowed to write and this guy says uh, this other playwright said you write thick and I'm like what what do you mean and he's like look and he like pointed to how thick the paragraphs were that I was having the characters talk in right he goes I write thin look and he pointed and his were all like three words they were all short little exchanges so he right. had a play that was like Hey man, what? You you gonna be around? No, you know I'm not. Okay, like all the lines were like that, and mine were like, let me tell you what I'm thinking. And there'd be like a character would speak in like block paragraphs, and that's just the way I. That's. Oh, here we are. If you were to do a transcript of a 12-hour day, it would have a lot of long paragraphs of me talking. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think that's true of almost every conversation I have. Yes. And I think my mom's like that, and I think my dad's like that. All right, here we are. We're at Strawberry Fields, yeah. which is a quiet zone. That means we have fight sound. Oh, no musical instruments. That's a new rule. There used to always be people playing Beatles songs here. So we got some like, $1 jokes. I don't want one. You don't want a $1 joke? No. Hold on. I'm going to sit next to this guy. Living in the world of me, there will be an answer and my body still 
Um, was that our first musical guest on the podcast? No. No? I think we've had others. We've got other bits of ambient music yeah. in the background, but that felt like the first, um, I, mean, I just literally sat down next to where that guy was playing. I think it is funny that we were in the empty Beatles hallway of F.A.O. Schwartz where no one wanted to buy any of the uh-huh. arguably crap that they were selling. There was some good stuff there. Yeah, but if like... I had, if I had a gift certificate, if I had a shopping spree, I'd run down that hallway and make pretty quick work of it. But it also, so much of stuff in life these days seems like things that I would put in parody movies about what society is like now. Yeah. It's like we can't just enjoy the music of the Beatles. We have to have, like, the Beatles dartboard and, like, the, the, the Beatles plush figurines and yeah. uh, the Beatles uh, margarita sip cup. And yeah. so, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh. what? What? Why, why can't we just enjoy this? Can't we just enjoy what they actually made? I love the idea of you getting a green light to produce a series of parody movies of what society is like now. Oh, my God. They'd be so dark. <laughs> no one would enjoy them. Um, well, so now... But that's how I feel with so many movies these days, too. Yeah. Um, well, I... <laughs> you just hear the direction that the photographer gave no we walked past some wedding photography again uh it was a bride in a gown and then she was talking to like a planner and then the photographer was with the groom yeah those two were alone taking photos together and the photographer turned to the groom and goes okay act like you're act like your bride's right here act like your bride's standing right here and just the idea that it's like you're taking these supposed memorable photographs of yeah how in love you are uh-huh and the way they're doing it is separating each person so that they're like longing looks into those eyes are just actually fake. Uh-huh. And that the actual person isn't there. Act like you love each other. I know. It's like, I think this person's there for you. It's like, well, isn't the purpose of these photos supposed to be that you see the... Yeah. The actual, that feeling? I think that's really funny. Uh, that would definitely make it into one of your uh, parody movies of what society is like now. Yeah, I just feel like... I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess my... Uh, conclusion now is that where we're at culture just seems like a joke like the fact that it's like you know Michael Bay presents actually you know Sherlock Holmes it's like explosions <laughs> and punches and backflips and monsters and you're like I had, what? I had a thought in the 90s where I was like I was like someone should make a period movie but use modern music to score it. Right. And it was at a point where that was really a weird thing. Yeah. And I remember there was that Heath Ledger movie, the, what was the night? The Sofia Coppola movie. No, no, no. What was the one that was Oh, the, A Knight's Tale. Yeah, where they did like We Will Rock You and so It right. was a much kitschier version of what I had imagined. Right. Uh, and now it's, like I was imagining like film it with like handheld cameras and make it like a modern well Sofia Coppola sort of did that with the Marie Antoinette yeah yeah they wore like Converse and shit yeah uh the but like 
the fact that you can see an actual trailer that's like, from the mind of Boz Lerman comes the great Gatsby. In 3D. In 3D. And you're like, if they put that in the fake trailers in like Tropic Thunder, yeah. we'd have all cracked up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I will say that the number one thing that, it, like the fact that there's any like Lone Ranger or Sherlock Holmes or any of these movies that they Darren have. Darren so- Aronofsky presents Noah from the, <laughs> from the pages of the best-selling book, The Bible. Directed by Darren Aronofsky. Like, that would be a beat in a sketch about yeah. funny pairings. Yeah. Yeah, like, here comes the flood. The... It does feel to me like uh, every time there's an explosion in one of those trailers, like a modern day yeah. explosion, I always feel like I know that that probably every time they put an explosion in one of those, that probably guarantees more people go see it than if they don't have that. Right. But I always wonder, like, if they aren't just. They're just overlooking, like, there are really suspenseful ways to do things that don't involve that. Like, there's plenty of ways. Old, like, the best of the old westerns that have any kind of genuine tension to them don't need that. Yes. And we don't require it for storytelling. Well, I think there's a thing, too, where directors become nostalgic for the movies that they watched uh-huh. at their peak of you uh-huh. know, fertility. Yeah. And then they, when they become directors that make movies, they want to have those things in their movies so that they feel like they are making movies. Yeah. And so I feel like now we're reaching the point where, like, it's directors who, like, came up in the, like... Top Gun. 80s when it was, like, yeah. having explosion was, like, that is the sign of a big, huge movie. Yeah. And now it's, like, every director has that. Um... I did see, I will admit, I, I've only watched bits and pieces of the Transformers movies. Right. But I saw the trailer for the the next Transformers, the Mark Wahlberg one. There's another uh, one? There's another one. Uh, Michael Bay's directing it. And it's Mark Wahlberg. And I will confess that the trailer was more engaging to me than previous Transformers trailers. Although, actually, there was, maybe it's just a thing of the trailers because... There was, a, I think, a trailer for one of the Transformers movies that was a genuinely uh, compelling trailer. It had something to do with, like, astronauts or something. Do you recall something like uh, that? Oh, the dark of the moon. Yeah. There was, like, a trailer that was really intriguing. You don't realize it's a Transformers trailer. Right. That was the one where they go in the dark of the moon, dark yeah. side of the moon. They yeah. Did, they take the word side out because they weren't creative enough to uh, come with a different title. Yeah. It was the dark of the moon. It included that little pregnant pause in yeah. the middle of it? Yeah. They didn't want to get... It can, would they get sued by Pink Floyd or what? Well, no. It felt like they thought they, they were like the dark side of the moon. Or the oh. dark of the yeah. moon. Yeah. Sergeant Pepper's Hearts Club Band. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, the... Uh, the white bum. 
That would be a good title for a movie. And no one would think you were making a play on the White Album if you made it yeah. called The White Bum. Um, the... Uh, the best movie, I think, to me, the best movie of, like, the past decade... Yeah. ...was the trailer to Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah. Although I like that movie a lot. Yes, but, but the trailer but, was ten times better than the movie. Well, the trailer was... Uh, it was a different movie than the movie. The, yeah, well, the trailer was great... And the trailer was, uh, it also had a, 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 a lesser burden in that the trailer was a promise to people. It was like a uh, Rorschach uh, fantasy. It was, yeah. it was one of those things where everyone projected what they felt it was. Yeah. Uh, what it was going to be. And then when it turned out to be a sad movie about divorce, uh, divorce trauma. Right. Uh, they, uh, uh, that wasn't what a lot of people thought. That wasn't what they were wishing for. Right. Uh, but regardless, I separate the two entities entirely. Yeah. There was the feature length, Where the Wild Things Are movie. Yeah. And then there was the two-minute short film, the trailer to the Where the Wild Things Are movie. Yeah. And there were different things. And I think the Where the Wild Things Are trailer might have been one of the best films of the past decade. Great. Uh, uh. James Gandolfini's performance in the in the film, I think, is uh, yes a remarkable piece of work. I agree. Uh, I think that's some genuinely genuinely great acting uh, in that movie. Um, let's walk up this hill. Um, when I was in high school, I did a summer program at NYU. Yeah. And one of the kids in my group shot his movie down here. Yeah. Eric Goldberg, who's now uh, from uh, the TV show The Goldbergs. No, from the, no. actually from the TV show The Education of Max Bigford. There you go. He's a child actor, and he was in Miss Congeniality. Uh huh. And now he he is a uh, one of the uh, talent development people at CBS. Ooh. Yeah. But his weird short film that we made in high school, shot in that tunnel down there, right off of 63rd and Central Park West. Which is where we are now. Yep. Um, I saw... Outside of the Ethical Culture, culture School. A couple of things uh, that I haven't talked about so far. Before we met, I saw Draft Day this morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, and one I of, really wanted to see that. It was a bummer that I couldn't make it out. Uh... uh I enjoyed it. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a great film or anything, but I think it's a very, for me, very watchable, good film, like a fun film that I enjoyed watching. And I had some inside scoop that Griffin Newman did really well. Griffin Newman did really well in it to the point that in all of the testing stuff, people liked his character as one of the best ones, and they went in and added more scenes of him in. Yeah. Was he good in it? He's very good in it. Uh, and did and he have a lot of scenes? get a lot of scenes uh he's it's not just like sometimes you'll have like a, a character in a movie that you'll be like oh my friends and you'll describe it and then maybe someone will know who you're talking yeah. about you if you saw this movie people would know you'd say rick the intern in draft day everyone would be like yes right uh and uh he has a lot of scenes in it interestingly there's two things that are the first trailer that came out had that coffee cup spill yeah. moment, which did not make the final cut of the movie. Oh, hilarious. Uh, 
even though there's a setup shot where you see him come around the corner carrying the coffee, which is and like, you're like a, here we go. Well, no, I knew in advance that it was already cut. I'd seen Griffin had already said online and said to me that uh, they cut it. In the TV commercials, there's a high five between Griffin and Kevin Costner. Right. Uh, that in the movie. It's still there, but it's like a different shot of it, so it's not as clearly focused. It's, it's, right. It cuts to like a weird kind of closer-in shot. Yeah. So it's not just the two of them high-fiving on screen. Right. But there are scenes in the movie that, like, there's a scene in the movie that is like a heartfelt scene where there's a point where Kevin Costner gets mad, picks up a laptop, and throws it. And then a little bit later, there's a scene where Griffin is, like, working on a, like, trying to yeah. fix a broken computer. And Kevin Costner's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I can't believe someone would break my computer. Like, my whole life's on this. Like, who would do that? And uh, it's like an emotional scene where Kevin Costner's like, I did that. I'm sorry. And he's like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? It was my computer. Like, it was yeah. like him. And I have a feeling that was probably an added scene. Right. But it's, it's like worth the trade-off. Like, the two fun things from Trailers and Commercials aren't in there, but he gets the thing that would be like, oh, this would be like his Oscar clip. This scene yeah. would be... Uh, this part but I, I did genuinely enjoy it but one thing I wanted to bring up in particular is that uh, 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 that uh, the, the there's a thing that I noticed early on that then becomes impossible to miss which is Ivan Reitman who directed it uses split screen throughout the movie in a very fluid way uh-huh. where uh, the split screen uh, is a hard edge, a hard uh, vertical line that moves right. uh, back and forth, uh, which is... Okay, there's some more street performers. That's the sound of that music. We're now at the Columbus Circle uh, train station. Uh, and JD and I are going into the subway now. Um, there's a uh, nothing. There's a uh, split screen. Split screen. But sometimes, like, if you imagine, Kevin Costner will over. He'll like his arm or like part of him will kind of move past the line of the split screen. Yeah. Um, so that he'll be overlapping into the part of the scene that he's not physically at. Right. And I was thinking, every time that happened, is this the influence of Speed Racer? Yes, I'm sure it was. Uh, uh, we need to go downtown. Downtown 1? Uh, no, I think uh, ARC to the training center. Uh, to the old one? Uh, to the offices. To the old offices? No, the new offices. I want to get off. Can we go to 34th Street so I can drop off my mail and then walk up? Uh, the big post office is right near the, the new offices. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, but we want That's to, what I was thinking of. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, right, it's not 34th. It's yeah. higher. Because um, it's further, it's yeah. further west. Um, but I was definitely thinking, uh, now do we want to be low on the train or high on the train to get to the, uh, uh we'll get out of the station? Yeah, something like that. All right. 
Um, but you see, now that I said it, you see yeah. that everyone is okay with that now because they broke the seal on it. Yeah. They were the first ones there. Which is why I'm curious to see what they do in their new movie. Who's in their new movie? Uh, I don't know, a bunch of people. That's like... Uh, Sky Lord Zilla. Isn't Hanks in it? No, you're thinking of uh, Cloud Sky Atlas. Oh, Cloud Atlas. Uh, they had one recent. They have a new one recent. It's yeah, called, Sky like, Grabbers. Yeah. Where like people fall out of the sky and they don't know it. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Um, Wait, now, where are you going? What? Where are you going? I'm gonna lean against this thing here. Okay. Um, sky Captain World of Tomorrow. The. Yeah, I. I uh, Hashtag dead air. Hashtag dead air. No, I'm just trying to gather my thoughts. Uh, I just feel like we're having a lot of hashtag dead air this episode. This will be the dead air episode. No, people will really like it. Whenever you hear dead air, chime in with your own thoughts. <laughs> uh, it's an interactive podcast. We want you to tell us how you're feeling. All right. Now, um, I still think my voice is like overmodulated or something. That might just be you don't like the sound of your voice. I, it might be that. I don't like how I look. Yeah, I don't like how I look either. All right, uh, JD and I are getting on a train now. We're getting on to a downtown A train. And okay. Um, and I saw um, Captain America: The Winter Soldier yesterday. Right. I really liked it. Is it the Winter Soldier? I think it is. Really? I thought it was just Winter Soldier. Either one sounds ridiculous. The Winter Soldier. It was very good, and I didn't realize. I didn't realize until yeah, maybe one of the most enjoyable of the Marvel Marvel movies. Um, and it was directed by the Russo brothers, who directed a bunch of uh, Arrested Development. Right. Like directed the pilot, sort of set the tone on that. And it was like I had forgotten that until the end, and then I was like, oh, like good for them. Like this is like a big achievement that they they sort of took a job that I bet some, there'd be it would. For a lot of people, would not be considered maybe a prestige gig, it's and they like paycheck job, yeah. But they really like turned it into like they really did it right. Like it went it. Uh, How was the Tobias plotline? The what? Tobias plotline. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. There were a lot of call forwards. Yeah. Uh, the. Um, but I uh, when I was watching the. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's character has got a lot to do in this one. Right, which I think is probably arguably what improves the movie since the Captain American character is sort of... A goody-two-shoes. Yeah, a little, sort of yeah. boring. Yeah. So they're like, well, we'll just make this her movie also. But there, there's... Have she you plays s- Black Widow still, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I know that uh, um, Brett White has been uh, campaigning for a, on Tumblr for a while to like why doesn't Black Widow get her own movie? Right. And I think she is now, but I think like if she if it wasn't already in the works, this movie would have sealed it because it's like, oh, she's like consistently like one of the most interesting parts of the Avengers, one of the most interesting parts of this, you know, right. like and she's also being a good team player by like showing up in all these movies that aren't her movie. Yeah. Um, now have you seen Under the Skin yet? No. Between this movie, Under the Skin, and then there was a trailer for a movie called Lucy. Have you seen? No. Lucy is a movie that looks pretty cool. Where um, uh, she has something like surgically implanted in her, like uh, uh, by smugglers, 
like drug her and like they plant something in her to, and it, but it's something I think that affects her so that she starts using more of her brain and it's to the point where she's becoming like a like a supervillain or a superhero and that she can sort of see everything she can anticipate things right. she can control other people with her mind um, and that movie looked pretty cool too and it made me think that maybe um, Scarlett Johansson feels like maybe is undergoing a, a reconnaissance I mean between her like all the, yeah because I a couple years ago didn't it feel like everyone was sort of like shitting on Scarlett Johansson in terms of like she's just attractive yeah there were people who were like in a similar way to how McConaughey was at a certain point kind of a joke to people that there were people like oh she's just attractive but like she'd be in like match point and people like oh her acting's terrible or I remember right. a lot of people when I was defending Vicky Christina Barcelona there would be people say like oh I hate her acting but I feel like she's on a run of doing really interesting movies where she's really interesting in them right and it feels like a similar thing to what McConaughey's undergoing lately well it's probably because she's looking she's looking up to herself of tomorrow mm-hmm. her greatest inspiration is herself as a reference to McConaughey's Oscar award acceptance speech which is such a strange have you thought about if you ever won an Oscar what you'd say um I might have thought about that a long time ago but now um at a certain point, it, it, I think at a at a young, very young age, I might have thought about that, but not at any. I have never thought of it at any point in adulthood because it seems like a sad thing to think about. Sure. Um, the I will say the the speech that feels the closest to what I imagine you would give. Uh, Where's the, off, the post office? I don't know. Let's go down. Let's leave this way and do that. Okay. Um, I feel like the speech that's the template for the closest thing to the speech you would give would be the Soderbergh traffic speech. Uh, do you remember that? It's the no. one where he basically didn't thank anybody because he's like, you've heard that speech before. And his thank you was to anybody out there doing creative work. And it was like his speech was intended to inspire everyone who was doing right doing creative work that you're, you're, what you do is important and it felt more like a, an inspirational moment than a industry obligation moment. Um, yeah. I, feel, I, I hate when people think agents and managers and this and that. Yeah. Because to me it's like write a press release or like a in this day and age, make like a video you post online that can thank everyone individually. Yeah. But use that 30 seconds as a... General audience moment. As a general audience moment. And like, make good television. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the whole thing's a spectacle. Add to it. Yeah. I feel like... And also, there's a part of me that's like, don't think people that work on the movie... Like, I think my go-to thought... Like, my go-to just get involved that is like... Well, if you want to know who I thank... And roughly in what order, watch the credits to my movie. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think it'd be fascinating if somebody uh, used their speech to pay tribute to all the other nominees in a big way. I guess. Uh, did Amy Poehler do that a couple years ago? In, uh, like Gold Globes or something like that? There was some sort of. I feel like there was a moment where someone like that did a thing where they just talked about the other people. 
Oh, yeah. Um, I don't I even be, like that as much, though. I may be misremembering. Because uh, I think the whole thing is so... Like, I, I, I like that from, like, at least it's not, like, nothing. But I think the whole award thing is so superfluous and so goofy about choosing who wins what, you know? Yeah. That to, like, focus on those people is, like, somehow a slight to everyone else in the world. And I think you have to be aware of the fact that, like, the Oscars themselves is, like, this pat yourself on the back. We're like, walking into the thing. giant post office now uh, that faces uh, Madison Square Garden. This is such an iconic New York place, too. Yeah. Come here and have your lunch on the steps. Listener viewers. Hashtag Brumby Brunch. Brumby Brunch. Okay. All right. And JD is just looking for a place to mail his stuff. That's all. Do you have to buy postage for it? Or? Yeah, I got it all. Oh, you want to see my postage? Okay. Yeah. I'll do it in this order. Freedom stamp. Uh-huh. American flag. Forever stamp. Uh-huh. Forever stamp. Uh-huh. John Houston forever stamp. I have a bunch of Christmas forever stamps, and I always feel a little bit embarrassing because they're the stamps I have, where it's like the three wise men. Right. And I just feel like, ah, oh, this looks like a crazy person's mailing yeah. in my rent check. Those are the stamps I have. That's okay. You know? You mail stuff with the stamps you have, not with the stamps you want to have. That's what I always say. Where is there like a... Just a drop-off? Is that what you're looking yeah. for? Just a... Right? There has to be one somewhere here. Right? Oh, we got rid of mailboxes years ago. Uh, just email it. We just email it through your webcam. What about these? Are those just exhibits? No, those are exhibits. Um, i got to put it in the, the we're vintage put... exhibits. Yeah. I bet someone does have to every day yeah. do a sweep through those. Um, I'll just ask one of the employees. One of the... Hey, you know, the thing is, people, people do complain about the post office. But it's pretty amazing what they do. Yeah. Uh, I probably said that before. Here, over here, right? What does this thing do? Wait, I'll just ask. Okay. I'm, I'm, I've now left JD, and I'm just going to walk over to where I think there are self-service post office things. I found the mail drop. JD should have stayed with me. I found the mail drop. I found the mail drop. I found the mail drop. JD's asking postal worker, but I'm the one who found the mail drop. JD... Why are you wasting your time on the other end is of the post office? Is there a mail drop somewhere? Right here. Perfect. Right Thank here. you. And he just wasted a ton of time when I found it. I've been gesturing like a madman. Connor is yelling at me right now. But what he doesn't realize is these are my taxes that I want to be completely sure all the time, every time. Good. There we go. Oh, sorry. But here, look at this. Yeah. Doesn't this terrify you? Just see like a big Look at all pile of yeah. Send right. your letters in. Bye bye letters. Goodbye taxes. It's literally just you put it in a slot and it leads to what looks like hundreds of thousands of letters that are just garbage almost. Yeah, it just looks like a garbage pile. Everyone else's letters are garbage. See, I have a thing that I do in situations like this where I always ask the person who works. Uh-huh. The employee, I always ask them 
to double check that it's the right place. Yeah. But I was there. You saw me pointing, right? Yes, you were right. But I just want to be sure so that I do this a lot in my life. Just professionally, I think it's important, especially for like the job that I do, which is like I need someone else to corroborate this so that if something gets messed up, I can at least blame someone else in my head. Oh, boy. You didn't want to have to blame me. Right, exactly. Because if I put that in there and it was the wrong slot, I would be mad at myself and mad at you. Now it's just like, well, an employee told me to do that. But you saw what I was seeing. There was no way that I was wrong. No, exactly. Well, I didn't see from where you... Yeah. But I was like, I'm just going to ask this guy. Because then I can walk... Because also, if I'm mailing my taxes, like I want to... I want to know it's the you right place. You want to know that you're dropping your taxes into the right pile of garbage. Yeah, it's the right garbage pile. Now, Letters we, are the garbage of correspondence. Um, you literally throw them away into things that resemble yeah. trash cans. Exactly. The only difference between New York City street post, postage boxes, post boxes, and trash cans is the kind of slot that you put your garbage into. Right, and uh, what the, uni- the uniform of the person handling them. Yeah. You never hear about a garbage man going crazy, though. I, they seem relatively happy. Yeah, well, I think it's because, I think it's because there's less pressure. Like, like, well, they have a lot of freedom in there. I mean, this sounds so... Condescending. Co- so condescending and so just uh, upper-class looking down. Yeah. But they have a lot of freedom in their job. They're sort of like... As long as you get all the trash, like, and you get it in this general order and don't miss it all and get it in time, like, well, uh, do whatever you got to do. I th- so yeah. they're always, like, listening to music and jumping around and talking with each other and, you know. And it's yeah. not, not like a perfect science. It's not like they, like, don't accidentally leave some stuff there or things like that, you know. And, yeah, like, a postal worker every day is nonstop. Like, you got to get... Everything we were handling needs to go to a specific place, and you have to get it all right, and it never ends. And if you get one wrong, that could ruin someone's life. Yeah, you'll hear about it. Also, as we were walking, a series of people just passed us that looked like fake extras that you would cast in, like, a New York City streets are crazy. Uh-huh. It was a, a, a quote, high fashion person, which was, a man dressed as a woman but with a full beard and like a, a crossbone nose ring. Uh huh. Followed by a man in like bifocals, yeah. a red bow tie, and like a, a brown tweed suit and like gray hair that looked like a very stereotypical like extra guy. Yeah. Then it was like a guy in like a, 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 a unitard like weightlifting. It was like literally. Those three in a row, and then whoever the fourth was, which was like the average person. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. Can we? Can we? Yeah. They have nowhere to uh, go. Um, that was me. Uh, I'm always hesitant to cross if the light isn't our way to cross the street. Um, recently, I'm still a holdout uh, with the BlackBerry. I haven't uh, switched to a touch screen phone or an iPhone or anything like that. Right. And... Because you want to be so much like Obama and Beyonce. Yeah. And recently, when I needed to replace the battery, there was something wrong with my phone, and I needed to replace uh, the battery. Right. And then it turned out I had to replace the whole phone. But the person at that T-Mobile store right there 
told me to come. Told me the, the place to get a battery would be at this electronics store. Uh, I don't know what it is, uh, like Caddy right. Corner from that T-Mobile store. And it's you know that the one that he's pointing out was like one of those weird street ones where they sell like yeah DSLR cameras and like security cameras and yeah. And he said, don't pay more than $25 or something for the battery. He was like, don't pay more than that for the battery over there. That's what the T-Mobile guy told me. Wow. So I went over. That's good service. Yeah. So I went over to the electronics store, and I said, I need a battery for this kind of phone. And the guy said it was like $100 for the battery or something. It was like a ridiculously high amount. Right. And I hate haggling. I don't like haggling. Yeah. I don't. I feel like you should be able to go into a store. I don't enjoy ne negotiating or. Uh, do you want to describe what just happened, JD? Uh, yeah. Are we going to the training center no, or yeah, the, the offices? offices. Yeah. Uh, well, we just got into the. We have uh, to go through security here. Uh, we'll go Either going to UCB offices on this side? Uh, both of you? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we were going, through, you. we were going through a revolving door before, and uh, there seemed to be a weird interaction that happened. Well, it was a mom and three ballerina girls, and all three ballerina girls opted to get into the same quadrant of the turnstile, the you know uh, yeah, the revolving, revolving door. door. And then, of course, what happens is the person in the back actually bumps into the door, so then it stops. So then, it, like, stops short right in my face. They all looked at you. They all looked at me, and I was like. I'm not the one that did that. Yeah, JD gave a real hard glare to these ballerina girls. No, I didn't. You were kind of like, come on, girls. Well, because they looked at me as if like... Yeah, you were in the right, but you didn't, I was, I was, you didn't, like, I, I you didn't put up with it. You didn't put up with that. I was like, I don't care that you bump, but like, don't look at me as if yeah. I did something when there's three of you with ice cream slammed into this thing. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't care for dancers. I don't care, okay? In fact, I think dancing, overrated. That's no, interesting. <laughs> You don't really believe that. You're no, doing no, a bit. No. Okay. Um, I like dancing, but I sort of have a all-or-nothing approach to it. So when I went into this electronics store and they told me the battery was that expensive, right. rather than haggle with them, I simply said, oh, no, that's far too expensive, and just left. Uh, and I was, not, I was actually so offended by the... I think it's 12. I was so offended by how much higher it was than what they had said, don't pay more than this. Right. That I was just like, oh, like, I don't even want to... The fact that you would try to charge me that made me feel... Made me dislike them, the, the person as a human and the business as a... I was just like, oh, if that's the game you're playing, I don't care to win playing opposite you. You know what I mean? Right. Probably a stupid reaction to have. Because you could have been like, that's insane. I can buy one for 15 bucks Yeah. down the street. And they would have been like, okay. And I would have been like, great. Did I hit the right floor? I think I did. Yeah. Is yeah, this it? All right, uh, and JD and I are now in the UCB offices, uh, and I think we just go in and see. Yeah, kind of just walking over the here. wall. Yeah. <clears throat> and we're we're walking into the office of Shannon and Neil. We're behind she's, her now. She's got two computer monitors at her desk. She's official and very businessy. You guys are actually recording. Yeah, right? we're in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. I see microphones. That's right. We I, keep we keep it very covert. Yeah, you guys need power, right? Yeah, sure, possible. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Yes. Hey, Vince. Hi. What's up, Vince? How are you, Shannon? Uh, I'm doing well. <laughs> Shannon always talks into my chest. 
Is this a busy day for you? I'm, I imagine every day is a busy day for you right now. It is a, uh, it's an average day. Which is busy. 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 Um, nothing is, I don't have anything that's like emergency pending, but I have stuff that I want to get done. Yeah. What kind of stuff do you want to get done? Um, I want to get, I have space that I have to get scheduled, and I have the dates figured out, but now I just have to notify all the people. Spanks are, uh, that's the way that UCB um, tries, like you can try out your show at UCB to try to get a run at the theater. Thank you. So like audition shows, kind of, mm-hmm. for, uh, for listeners who aren't familiar with that. Yes, that's right. We have about, this month we had about 30 submissions. Mm-hmm. And do you want to cheer? Why don't you sit here and not yeah, be yeah. a fucking weirdo? <laughs> okay. Squat next to me. <laughs> just be a human being. All right. <laughs> I, I, at the moment, I felt like I didn't have that option. <laughs> do you feel like you don't have that option a lot? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I do feel like I'm backed into a corner where I have the choice between either not being effective at all or being a weirdo You're and being slightly weirdo. effective. Yeah. Um, what were you doing right when we came in? What did we interrupt? Um, oh, I was about to uh, put the Spanx into my internal calendar to make sure and double check and triple check to make sure that all the spanks we accepted that I got them in the dates that they could do and that we could do. Yeah. That's fun though. Yeah. I feel like has it been a strange thing going from because you didn't have a day job for a long time. Going from like my couch to a job? Right. Going from like occasional auditions and this and that. Yeah. Rarely rare auditions. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, Shannon glanced knowingly at the microphone when she said that <laughs> in a very self-conscious way. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm now awake more. I'm awake the amount I should be awake. Right. And I sleep. I thought you were saying that in like a for the first time in my life I'm no. awake. Like I thought in a more no, general no, sense. No, no, but yeah. like, no, 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 no. You literally have more waking hours I where just, you have she to. She found God. Yeah, I found God in these two monitors on my screen, like you, uh, on my desk. Uh, yeah, I'm just. Uh, yeah, now I my now I cannot sleep in. My brain doesn't let me sleep in anymore. I think that's the crazy thing is anytime that anytime that like I'm on a job or something like that, mm. you find yourself having more energy, or not more energy, but your body is just like you have stuff to do. We're on. Like, yeah. Tur- turn the engine on. Yeah. We're not just like hanging out anymore. Yeah, my brain. Yeah, my brain knows when I have stuff that I have to get done, and my brain knows when I can uh, sleep in a little bit. Right. Like yes, while well, I was on a shoot over the weekend in Pennsylvania. And then my uh, hashtag Gary saves the graveyard. Hashtag Gary saves the graveyard. Hashtag yes. Todd Bieber. Hashtag Tag. Gary saves the graveyard. If you don't hashtag it, Todd. Todd wants that hashtag. Mildly, very mildly, just like not even upset. He's just like, no, don't forget to hashtag it. It was funny. <laughs> He's the easy go- most easygoing guy. Todd Bieber is awesome. The night before the first day of shooting, he and I were texting at like midnight. And he was like, "Oh, you know, I'm sort of nervous and excited," and I was just like giving the requisite, like, you're fine, like, you're, you'll lead the troops into battle kind of thing. But it was, like, the night before the first day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
I was like, yeah, good. Da, da, da. So we stopped texting at like 1 a.m. or something. And then like at 3 a.m. I saw like on Instagram you posted a photo. And like immediately the comment right after it was like Todd being like, uh, just make sure you use the hat. And I was like, Todd, it's the night before your shoot. You don't need to be going through everyone's Instagram making sure they're hashtagging their photos. I don't even know what I took a photo of. I have no idea. But I just saw that and I thought that's such a funny look at his headspace. Right. Pre-production, he also already wants the social media campaign to be in full swing. Yeah. Gotta get people excited. It's fun. It's a fun shoot. But yeah, but I knew, my brain knew I had to drive when I woke up. I was, I was done at like 4 a.m. And the next, and the, that was Sunday, 4 a.m. going into Sunday, and I had to drive back that day. But my brain knew, like, oh, you need to rest, and you can rest today. So, I actually probably would have slept longer, except fucking Jim Santangeli, who'll never listen to this, texted me at like 11 a.m. that was like, you want to get breakfast? <laughs> and so that woke me up. And then my brain was like, you can't sleep now. Yeah. I was like in like a pretty good deep sleep. Right. And then yeah. Is Jim on Twitter? Yes. Uh, listeners, viewers. Uh, Try to try to uh, tweet about Jim Santangeli now and say that you like the part of the podcast where he got talked about. I guarantee you'll still not listen to it. He won't. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what his his uh, handle is. I think it's just J Santangeli. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a pretty safe thing is that you can say anything you want can, about Jim Santangeli on this podcast, and he will never. He's a performer at the UCB Theater. Jim Santangeli. Is oh, also, I guess we never give the context for what Chan is talking about. Is that? Shannon was recently made the artistic uh, associate artistic, or associate artistic director. It's artistic associate, which essentially is okay. the associate artistic. I actually said that when you were in the bathroom at one point. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I've been filling the, the voids when you have to go do something that doesn't involve talking. Yeah. You've probably been talking at the same time. Yeah, probably. We've been exhausted. Oh, God. We started this. What time did you start? We started at noon. I went to see a movie oh in the God. morning. Uh, yeah, so like. You still we're have not, a while to go. We have a Shit. long time to go. We have a long time to go. Well, we were exhausted at three o'clock. Because <laughs> well, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna both go. We're gonna both go see Draft Day. We were this morning. Oh. But then Connor just went alone because I did do a bunch of last-minute tax stuff that my accountant got back to me. So then we didn't end up meeting up until like twelve thirty. Yeah. And then we walked through FAO Schwartz together. <laughs> then walked through Off Central Park together. So two adult men just talking yeah. toys and Oh, shorts. we seemed insane. Yeah. People kept looking at us because Connor would sometimes like. I'd walk a little bit ahead, but I wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> so he'd be like, he'd be uh, so like it'd be Connor. Also, Connor wearing his. Another like, good. Ex- that's another example of what we were talking about before, where I was making the only option that I felt I had, which was to be a weirdo. And like this is Connor, like maybe wearing his like sunshades and like walking through, and so he'd be like ahead and be like. Well, here we are now in the Barbie section, and like people would be like, "Who?" You know, we're lobbed up, and you can't see them. So it's like it just looks like this man that's like, "Well, here we are in the Lego section. There seems to be a lot of Legos here. I see some pirate Legos over here." It's like you're skyping with your like psychiatrist, right? Or like he's just like talking to his inner self about like, "Well, here we are in the Toyland." Well, that's the thing when we do these is. When it got to be noon and you had texted me and said, like, I'm going to be late, I started realizing, like, oh, every minute now is, like, a minute later that I'm getting home tonight after yeah. midnight. Like, it's already pushing back. Yeah, exactly. Don't you guys live near each other? Yeah, close so enough. Can, like, a story I, with... I, I will, we'll end we'll, at Queensboro. We'll end it we'll end near his house. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably Queensboro, and then we'll just branch from there. Yeah. But, and, yeah. and you didn't have this fully charged? No, it's charged, but uh, when it's warm outside, batteries will die quicker oh, and really? on top of that we walked around for whatever three four hours mm-hmm. without it plugged in so i always thought cold would make a battery die quicker 
Well, extreme anything makes extreme. the battery die quicker. Um, so and extreme, what is it outside, 65 degrees? Yes, but it's not extreme heat, but it's in my bag and stuff right. like that. Right. And for things like that, well, for things that write data, it depends. It's a whole, it's mm. not interesting. It's it not interesting. interesting. I mean, I like if we only talked about things that were interesting, what would we... Well, that's, that's what we felt bad about, is that, like, we've sort of gotten into stuff in the first two episodes, and today we're just tired, so, like, there'd be times at lunch where we'd be sitting there, and there'd be, like, a minute had gone by where we'd both been, like, looking out the window or something like that. Yeah. So people were going to think that their, whatever, iTunes broke. Mm. Yeah. Your iTunes did not break. No, we're just really tired. Um, you could, uh, what else are you going to do today? We could do anything. Do you have a suggestion? I mean, you could. Your next thing could. You could go to the new training center. And you can like, walk around and do... And be weird Is that opened up? Yeah. What's it, what's happening in there? Classes. Classes? I didn't realize. It might, be, it might not be open. Uh, someone might, Achilles might still be there. There's probably people still there right now. Um, I think classes... They don't have any classes past... I don't think they have any classes past four until... Uh, maybe like May or like next week or something. Oh, interesting. But yeah, you can go... Huh. Sit. You can go walk around that. Yeah. You can go read books from the library over there. I'm not kicking you out. I'm just trying to think of what else you guys. You guys have no plans. Yeah, we can like, you're already here. Like the offices were like the hub. The new training center to me looks like uh, the UCB just recently got a new training center that is like twice the size. Yes. Three times the size. Two parts of that three times the size is the training center, and one part is the new videos. But it looks like. One of the Utopia planets from like Star Trek, where it's like, it's like, oh, we have no laws here, everything goes well. But then like if you touch the flowers, you get the death sentence. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like that. Especially the like reading room where it's got these like weird pods and a tree in the middle. Those couches are 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 made specifically so people will not want to sit them up for a long time. Yeah, How- they're like you can sit on, but it's not like they're not they're comfortable for like short periods of time, but they're not for like, hey, I'm going to hang out here for... So they were intentionally days. designed... Yeah. So that... Uh, so that Alan Sarsensky would nap on them. I was about to say yeah. the exact same thing. Well, there's a couch in the Torco the place, the uh, Torco uh, yeah. section of the offices that Alan can sleep on that couch if he wants. Hmm. There's people that actually nap, I'm not going to say who, but there's people that... People, some you know, work a lot of hours here sometimes, and I know that there's... In this very room, people have brought a sleeping bag in and taken little short naps. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. That's fair in the job context. But sometimes yeah. the UCB yeah, training center not. becomes a refugee center oh, for people yeah. with no jobs. Yeah. yeah. No, to feel like they're... I would say... Not, we just don't have this... Uh, I mean, it's a big new training center, but that space is specifically for, like, oh, you're here a little bit early for class? Great. Sit yeah. there. Oh, you have 20 minutes between auditions, or you need to just come, like... Yeah, it's not for hanging out for hours and hours. I, I specifically like the, the park bench section. The picnic table. The picnic area. table. Uh-huh. There's a little... Alco with a picnic table that Alex Sidis had custom made so that the benches are not connected to the table so that we can easily move it, yeah. use it for UCB comedy shoots and whatnot. It looks like something from like an 80s, like from the movie Double Dragon or something. I don't know, something about having a picnic table inside a, that, that section just reminds me of like... It has green carpeting underneath it, like shag green carpeting to yeah. like grass. What it reminds me of is there's a big thing like the late 80s where it's like every movie had like clubhouses where there was like arcade machines and oh, like kids yeah. skateboarding and stuff mm-hmm. like every movie had one of those yeah, it is feels like that. that yeah you can go visit room 911 
center I think. Yeah, I mean the training center is on the ninth floor. There's 14 classrooms, so one of them is room 911. And are, that's only classes taught by Anthony Atamanek? Yeah. I mean, should be. <laughs> His conspiracies theories on um, room 911. It's just cons it's just conspiracy theories on that room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just that room specifically. Right. It's an inside job. Yeah. Um, you could always just the ASPCA is in this building. You could just accidentally get off on that floor and see what happens. What floor is that? <sighs> what is we'll the ASPCA? It's like the Society for Protection and Care of yeah, Animals. American Society for the Protection. I don't care. Yeah. Um, You're an animal person. Yes, I'm an animal person. You should stop by and say hello to them. Say like, hey, we're on the same side. Hey. I will eventually. I don't have time right now, though. I got a schedule space. <laughs> I look after two of your guys. You have two dogs, right? Yeah. Yeah. I look after my two guys. Yeah. I didn't get them from the ASPCA. But I do support the ASPCA. I give them $5 a month. That's pretty good. How did, uh, is that just through a debit thing or like a thing that you... Yeah, although my credit card, I had to cancel my credit card that I had with them. And I just got an email the other day that's like, please help us. <laughs> 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 like, it's not like demanding. It's not just like, hey, your credit card's yeah. not working. It's just like, it's oh, like if you'd like to... An adorable picture of it. Animal. Have a dead, it's a dead dog with like, a with a this is what your five dollars credit card in its paw. We we missed your your five dollars last month, and this is what happened. Okay, yeah. so I've had a weird thing that's happened to me that I feel sort of strange talking about. Good, not strange, but so we've talked about my sister on the podcast, my middle sister, sister close to me in age. I have a sister with a disability, uh -huh. and she has lived this place, Misericordia, which is why we lived in the Chicagoland area. It's this, like amazing place that takes care of everyone that needs like twenty four hour care from like infants with uh, like like profound disabilities to like adult down syndrome they have mm -hmm. like homes from to live in super it's like really it's a really amazing place um, and your sister's there yes my sister's there so is it like um, a facility where it makes them feel like they're on their own more uh, it, it, yes like a house for people with like adult down syndrome it'll be like three of them living there with a life supervisor to okay. like make sure that they're Paying their bills and doing stuff like that, and then getting them to their, making sure they're going to their jobs and things gotcha. like that. But it's basically like this massive, almost like a college campus, and it's really nice. Mm -hmm. The part where like my sister lives in a room that's like nicer than the live, room that I live in, uh -huh. but my sister's on the far end of the scale. Like, can't walk, can't talk, can't feed herself. So sort of needs to be taken care of like a a baby, almost like someone needs to like wash her and feed her and does. So, anyways, it's a great place, amazing place, completely free of charge. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's a really amazing place. And so that, you know, with families that have kids like that, that's a huge investment. And, like, something, certain for certain disabilities, like my sister has, like, it would be impossible to take care of them and also have a life that's not just taking care of them. Yeah. So it's a great thing. Um, obviously, my family has always donated to them. And, like, we work as part of it. And, like, you know, because we're siblings, me and my sister, are, my oldest sister are siblings, you know, we'd work events and do all sorts of stuff for them. Like, when you were a kid, they had something called Candy Days, where uh, that we would work on with our parents, where, like, everyone in the Chicago area that is connected with the Misericordia goes out and collects money, and it's like, oh, it's, it's a great thing. But so this is the first year that I donated just myself, just because it was like, yeah, I, I need to, even if it's not much, I need to donate. Uh -huh. But now they've started sending me something like, a letter a day. Like I get like once a week. Oh, you got your batteries? Yeah. Continue. Uh, 
like Connor just has bad timing. I said horrible timing. No, I just realized I need to charge my phone as well as this, but I didn't want to interrupt the story as I have time. So you're getting, like, literally a letter a day? Not a letter a day. Maybe every week I get two full things, like, asking for, you know, like... Email or... No. Physical. To the point where I'm counting them up, and I'm like... All your money is For postage, printing, and this stuff, you're probably spending more than I was able to donate to try to get me to donate. And, like, of course... So this is a non-profit. Yes. There's a website you can go to to see... Um, I don't know what it's called. I can find it and send it to you. But you can see, and I often do that before, like, I'll donate to, like, whether it's, like, an animal shelter or some sort of, like, like Heifer International type right. thing or Mercy Corps. Like, Mercy Corps actually got, it was really good. But it'll tell you how much of, like, the money that they accept goes to, like, how much actually goes to the cause, how much goes to um, the admin and payroll right. and how much go, like so you can see like for every dollar how much is well the situation here isn't that I feel like they're spending my money on not taking care of right clearly it's just that their system it's not like something it's not like the ASPCA or something where it's like people will just be like oh it's a cause I want to support and donate and then it's like you want to see where that money goes this is like you have to want to donate to this yeah so they're more looking for people to donate large sums of money right. to cover so they're not really interested in people that are donating like Five, ten bucks. Yeah, a hundred bucks a year. Big donors. Yeah. So I realize that's what they're set up for is like that kind of thing. But for me, I'm like, wait, but I didn't donate that much and I don't have much to get. So, yeah. And like, I can't. And then I'd be yeah. like sibling things. And I'm just like, oh my, this is so many letters. And, and, and you're, you're spending more to try to, you know, get me. In, but like, I, I'm, I can't, I can't have any more to offer, so you're just now wasting money on Like, yeah. I feel real bad about it. You could call them up a bit and just be like, I could. hey, my sister's there. I, I am going to, I just want to, like, you know, save no, you exactly. guys from No, that's what I, I'm Just, like, to do. opt out of the daily letter. Or yeah. They must, they must have an option that's electronic only. Yeah, I'm sure they do. But it's still that kind of thing where I was yeah. just like, you guys are sending me so many letters, and I yeah. want to be supportive. Because then also it's like, oh, sibling, get involved, and da-da-da-da. And as a sibling, like, we want need you involved, and da-da-da-da. Yeah. Which I get, but I'm also like this. I'm just getting. So like instead of a daily letter, they could like text you every ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. Or just like hire a skywriter once a month. Is it uh, Charity Watch or Charity Navigator? Is it one of those two websites? Mm-hmm. All right. I was hoping I had a big exclusive scoop in solving that. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to look at that website. website. <laughs> All right. And even then, it would. Even then. Be not. Well, those are two or dot org websites that. Sure. Check them out. Yeah, but that is. I think you should check to see. Yeah, no, but they're a great organization and they yeah. they do well. But I just realized that I was like, oh, I I just got the check mark of this person donates, but it does not match what I am donating, what the effort they're putting forth to get more money out of me. Maybe they're just also being like, oh, I don't know, this guy donated twenty five bucks. I think he made twenty five thousand. Or maybe they're like, your sister's been here for twenty five years, and you gave a dollar per year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And they're like, really? That's what you yeah. think it costs? Yeah. Okay. The cost of a USA Today. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, 20, 20, not 25, 27 years now. Is she 27? Yeah. So she's been there since she was born? Yeah, essentially. I mean, she's in the hospital for the first chunk of that. But yeah, 20, 26, 27 years. Mm-hmm. And you're the youngest? I'm the youngest, yeah. I'm the youngest. Two older sisters. 
She's one of the oldest. So yes. Two, she's, two daughters and then you. She's uh, a little, like a year older than me. And my other sister is three and a half years older. And the other sister I've seen in an online film about, is that true? Oh, yeah. I yeah. Found, someone made a little documentary about the her. Documentary about, yeah. For a second, I was like, "This is either you were like, a weird." Your disabled sister is amazing. Uh, the uh, no, I as I was saying, I thought I either have the wrong person or this is like some weird dream I'm remembering. Right, because you had a look of no recognition as I started no. saying it. Yeah, yeah, no, because I was like, "You've never seen my actual sister because she doesn't come to New York often." So I was like, "Yeah." That sentence started with, "I've seen your." And I was, yeah. yeah, my other sister is, and she's like a genius scientist. So. And what's her research on again? Uh, what was that? Stomach short? microbes in howler monkeys in um, rainforests, wow. yeah. and how you can use those to track both deforestation and then use that. To and it's a video of her like gathering monkey shit out of the jungle, right? It's that mixed with her like in the lab, like analyzing, it. analyzing it, yeah, oh, wow, and interviews cool. with her. Yeah, she's super smart. She's art, like, she's already like a PhD. Honor was a little disrespectful just now, saying it's it's videos of people collecting monkey shit and then her. I feel like you've disrespected your sister. Yeah, I've seen uh, videos of your sister picking up shit <laughs> on the internet. Well, that the funny part is I do give her a hard time about how it's like, oh, she's this like PhD super scientist, but like she did have to spend a year just picking up shit in the forest. <laughs> like that, that was a big part of her life. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, you are like a genius and like you're doing great stuff, but like you spend a year picking up shit that I'm not going to spend. You have one year, you have one more year of that than I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, now she lives in Colorado. Ooh, Colorado. Do you ever visit her? Uh, not since she moved to Colorado. She was in Mexico for the longest time. For not the longest time, for two years, three years. And then so Illinois. She just goes where the research grants are or whatever? Yeah, well, she was in the field in Mexico. In the, the rainforest. Yeah. Cool. There's rainforest. She's in like Mayan ruins. Oh wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And then she got her PhD. It was like an eight year program that she finished in like three years or something insane. Then she got her PhD and now she got asked to come take her research to some place in Boulder to, to work on other microbial stuff. Hmm. Not to be disrespectful, but when you say she took your re her research, you mean like big bags of shit, right? <laughs> she just took a, a bindle of monkey feces. Yeah. Uh, I think she's moved on from monkey shit yeah. to just stomach microbes in general. She'd send some of Connor's stomach microbes to her just to see. Just to see if she can tell. Tell. You how, can do that as long disrespectful. As yeah. long as as long as I can send my shit to your sisters, your older sisters. Uh, I don't have any older sisters you can send Wait, uh, oh, you, my, to my younger sister. Right, your younger sister. Uh, she works for Armani, so just send it to uh, Armani <laughs> corporate. Um, uh, I feel like this could be the beginning of some sort of a, a, an online sensation as people start doing this. Just sending feces to each other's siblings? To each other's siblings. Do you have any siblings, Shannon? Yeah, I have two older brothers. I think I knew that. Yeah. They would not appreciate Where do they, they wouldn't even Where do they live? New Jersey. They would not uh, find any humor in me sending any type of shit. I sent, I sent, uh, there's, you can get can, like fake shit in a can, and you, you know, it's kind of like cheese Whiz or like whipped cream, so it's like aerosol and it comes out and it fucking stinks like real shit. Right. 
So I did. I put some in a box once, and then uh, and then I added something. I added a bunch of stuff to it, and I sent it to my friend Leanne. Worked for like a dot com in like two thousand, like beauty dot com or something. And she had this guy share with Isaac, who actually eventually introduced me to my husband. <laughs> but I sent shit to Isaac. Like, I think I, I made it like a fake email. No, I sent like a letter with it that was like some computer thing. I said it was some sort of like storage device or like microchip. And I was like, wanted beauty.com to, to beta test it or something because he was in charge of the IT department. And so like he got it and opened it. And like, he opened up a box of shit. <laughs> I don't know if to this day he knows it was me. I can't remember. But just being on IM with my <clears throat> the old AOL instant messenger with my friend Leanne, and she's like, you got it. Okay, he just opened it. He's freaking out. <laughs> like, he's giving me like, the updates over IM. Did, did he ever find out that it wasn't real shit? Uh, I can't remember. Because I feel I'm like sure also at that point you just it. wouldn't investigate. You'd be like, yeah. I, whatever this is. If you, this was it, also pre-9-11, so no one really... No one cared about shit back then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it was post 9-11, I would have, the FBI probably would have come and got me. Yeah. Any weird substance being mailed. Yeah, FBI. if you're sent something that seems like shit, that's the end of the investigation, right? That's for, mo- for most people. Maybe not your sister, because she would have to scientifically investigate it. Yes, exactly. She'd be like, what <laughs> microbes are in this? Right. But for most people, the mere resemblance to shit is enough. That it's like, it's probably shit. You would never be in a situation where you'd be like, I need to smells, know. looks... I- Oh, but it's not. I'll keep it. Well, I will say this. I will say this. This is disgusting. Uh, at I won't say which bookstore I work at, um, but I do work. We have kept that a secret. We for have no kept this secret. No, but there. I mean, every now and then, everyone uh, knows he works at a bookstore and roughly where it is. Um, but it's kept. But every, a secret every, what every now and then, and the, David Sedaris a couple of years ago when he was doing a, a book tour, he was talking about how when he goes and does. Uh, any kind of reading or public appearance, and he asks about um, anyone who works in retail or anywhere like that, asks them about people taking a shit in the store. And he says everywhere he goes, everyone's got stories about like, oh, yeah, people take shits here. And uh, there there have been instances of that uh, in the store I work at. One person who seemed to like take a shit all over one section. And we just had to like... Do like massive returns, all these, like get rid of all these books because there was just shit all over them. Wait, massive returns, like 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 get rid of these, oh. not like returning them. <laughs> like, sure. like, no, 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 like, we need money from the them. yeah no. Um, <laughs> but um, every now and then, there's also there was a point where like someone was caught um, ejaculating on one of the pillars in the store, uh, and there was a point where someone. Uh, Oh, sorry. There was a chance closing the door because this is not appropriate. Have, for. I just should have had this shit the entire time. Um, there was a point where another employee who's kind of schizophrenic, um, someone thought that someone had ejaculated onto a, a bookshelf, and his response was to smell it. Like, get right up close to me. Like, no, I don't think it is. Uh, That's... Yeah. Whose response was that? Uh, this schizophrenic guy that I work with. Okay, well, there we go. Yeah. That was his response to that. that people, people do gross things. People everywhere. behave bizarrely at the place where you work, though. That's true. Just the other day, I w- was visiting you there. Yeah. And we turned the corner, and there was a man laying down on the ground, like sprawled out. Yeah. And Connor looked at him and went, uh, Actually, sir, there's no sitting in this area. And mm-hmm. the man looked at Connor as though he was going to retort, 
I'm not sitting, I'm laying down. Yeah. And he didn't say it. But he had a look on his face like, what do you mean I'm sitting? Yeah. I was trying to be polite and say, there's no sitting here. Therefore, like, I didn't didn't want to point out, like, don't lie down on the ground. You're an adult. But, like, what other public establishment would people walk into and just literally lay on the floor of it? Yeah. Also, any busy surface that lots of people walk on in New York City is disgusting. You don't want to lie down on it. Right. I always think that about, like, uh, airports and they make you take off your shoes. Yeah. That's, like, always disgusts me. Especially, I see people that wear, like, boots with no socks on them. It's, like, walking barefoot. Just like, And I'm just like, ugh, this place is... Yeah, because all those sneakers and our shoes have been, like, yeah. in New York City. Yeah. And then all, like, the weird barefoot fungus of all the people. It's like... I got re- when we, were, we all went to South by Southwest recently, and when I was flying there, I got really angry because as I... As I took my shoes off in security, uh, the TSA people, the, the line was getting backed up, and they just made a call. They just, like, arbitrarily said, you don't need to take your shoes off. You don't need to take your shoes off. And so, like, for a few minutes, everyone got, like, a bonus round of everyone got to go through with their shoes on. And I had just missed it by seconds. Right. I remember feeling like, first how, of all... How angry did you get about this, Connor? Fairly angry. Like, uh, probably, like, should not have gotten as angry as you got, because... Connor gets disproportionately angry at small things like that, though. Yeah. I think you use that as I didn't act on it. I didn't go berserk or anything. But I did feel like it was... Therefore, like, because it bugs me that we're still doing that because I feel like it's been acknowledged that that's not a thing that's necessary and everyone does it every day. And I feel like the fact that they were allowed to waive it for a few minutes because they were backed up means that they don't need to ever do it. Well, I had a thing happen to me just in L.A. and coming back... I like to do a thing where I try to spend as little time at the airport as possible, so I, like, schedule it so I get there, like, right as my plane is boarding, which it'll bite me someday, but Mm. so far I've been good with it. Um, So I get there, and my plane was going to board in, like, 10 minutes or something. So I walk up, and, like, there's a big security line. The woman looks at my ticket, looks at the time, and she goes, just go through priority. Like, I didn't bring it up. I didn't ask. She just pointed me through priority because I was like, well, I'll just board near the end when everyone else is bored or whatever. She's like, no, just go through priority. So I just got to skip the whole line just because I didn't have the time to kill mm-hmm. in a way that I was like, "Yeah, well, I'm just going to always come late then and just let this woman wave me by. Yeah. She sent, like, she, she somehow perceived that you had like a sense of entitlement that you like deserved it. Yeah. And I was, I was into it. It took me like five minutes. Oh, I should do that. I should. I would, they would, I'd never get waved through. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Now, I know why I feel that. Why do you guys feel that? Because um, I think you would, this the way you would approach, you'd be like, can I go to priority? I feel like you would just ask for it. Yeah. You'd be like, can I go to priority? And they'd be like, oh, this guy seems like he's trying to do a life hack here. Yeah. Fuck this guy's life hack. You're going through regular security. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think you'd have a demeanor on your face where you'd be expecting that someone could say no to you. Yeah. And so that opens the door for them to say no. Whereas, obviously, the best way to get anything done is just to approach it as like, this is what has to happen. I'm doing the correct thing right now. Yeah, I think my politeness sometimes reads as very low status, right? Yes. All right. All right, guys, I can go back to work. Yeah, sorry for taking so much of your time. I I can leave anytime I want. You guys don't hold me hostage. You didn't take it. That was a weird. That was a weird. <laughs> you, t- you turned that into a power thing yeah, immediately. Yeah, power thing, guys. Yeah. I can do whatever the fuck I want in my life. That's good. Um, but I bet someone's at the training center. All right. Okay. Yeah. We will wander over there.
Thank you for being on 12 Hour Day. Thanks for, for being our guest, Shannon yeah. O'Neill. Good luck with the rest of your uh, work. Do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Who's, what, at what point do you think the first person will get to this part of the podcast? Like August? No. No, like, we, have, we have people, we people to listen to it the moment it, it comes out. The day it comes out and they get it what done. What hour am I on right now? Um, it's almost 5 o'clock and we started at 12.45, so we're in hour four. Is that right? Hour yeah. We're at like five, four, 4.45 in. Okay. And you're going to put this up when? Probably later this week. Sure, I got Strangers Wanted May 2nd. May, Strangers May 2nd. Wanted, Strangers May Wanted 2nd. at UCB Theater Chelsea in New York City. 7.30. This will this this be a good audience that will be largely strangers. Yeah. Check it out. All right. Bye, Shannon. Bye. So now JD and I are, are just in this uh, little conference room. Conference, uh, is that what this is? It's a conference room. Conference room. It's weird. The second Shannon left the room, I started... I, a wave of tiredness has hit me. I she, feel so relaxed. She gave you a lot of energy. But also now it's just, uh, I feel, you know, like when you have, that felt like we have a guest, we have company over. Yeah. Um, you have a different, uh, you behave differently. Right. I've noticed this with my dad uh, in recent months um, as he's been, and, he, and this is an update, uh, my dad's doing quite well at the moment. Uh, he's increasingly, because I guess when we talked about this, this would have been February. Um, the past couple of months have been really good. I, he, the, my parents are actually coming to visit New York uh, this weekend. Right. Um, he's going to have his stem cell um, procedure probably in late May. Um, do you want to go to the... Let's uh, go over to the training center, yeah. yeah. Um, how are we juice-wise as far as the I battery? we'll be fine. We'll be good for a while? Yeah. All right. I mean, we'll, we'll plug in at the training center also. Okay, good. Um, I just don't want to overstay our welcome. Yeah. But my... Um, Test, 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 JD. Test, 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 Connor. Yeah, we're still good. All right, we are good. Um, so, the, uh, he's been, I think, you know, all of the, and I think I had predicted this has continued to be true that, Can you that, unplug me? Like yeah. The yellow. The yellow? Yeah. Um, all of the, you know, literally back-breaking trauma of right. December and, and January has, uh, has now, you know, he's still dealing with the multiple myeloma and the chemotherapy and stuff like that, but he doesn't, he's not also dealing with the trauma of not being able to walk and not being able to, you know, having a catheter and all those other things. Yeah, the things that, the, that were debilitating. the slight normalcies that were taken away from him. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the slight normalcies that once you lose them, you realize like, oh, it's massive that you right. can't do this or can't do that. Um, so... Uh, Oh, Kevin Hines is over there. I wonder if he wants to say hello to Will. Is he busy? He looks busy, right? He probably does. I just, I don't want to interrupt him. Hey, Kevin. Hi. Hey. It's Connor. Um, JD and I are doing the 12-hour day podcast, and uh, Will listens to this, so yeah, it'd be nice sure. to say hi to your brother. Uh, hey, Will. Is he the only one who listens to He's this? He's one of the people who listens to it. Okay. So he'll hear this driving in LA. Okay, It'll be a great. nice surprise. Great. Hey, Will. Uh, how's it going? Hope uh, LA's treating you well. Hope you're enjoying this podcast. What hour are we on? Uh, like five. Yeah. yeah. So, five. Almost halfway through. Yeah. Uh, so just keep listening. All right. Great. Okay. Thanks, Kevin. How are you guys going now? Uh, we're going to go over to the training center. The new one? The new yeah. one and take a look at it. Cool. Yeah. Oh, man. This is going to be a hot 
Yeah. Nice to see you. What floor is that on? How'd you hurt your right hand? I got into a bike accident. Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, not me on the bike. Oh. The biker hit me. Oh. That's my nightmare. Yeah. I, when I bike, I'm safe. Right. Yeah. Uh, this guy was going super fast. I've been telling the story to everyone around here, so they're probably... Well, now you're going to tell it to all the you listeners sure, yeah. our day. So, okay, well, uh, here's what happened. I was with uh, Kat, my wife, and her sister, Liz. We were walking in Battery Park, and... Uh, we're like in one of those pedestrian walkways where there's bikers and skateboarders and people with their babies and people walking dogs. And all of a sudden we just hear, hear shouting, like, get out of the way, get out of the way. Turn around, there's like 40 bikes shooting, weaving, coming by. Um, and so we try to get out of the way, move to the right. Uh, and I'm like tugging Cat out of the way. But they're coming on both sides of us. And then the, like, the, we dodge two of them and like the third one hits me square in the knee. I go down catch myself with my wrists this is right. super sprained now this one was hurting a little bit my leg hurt for knee? like a couple hours my legs are fine now yeah um though they're, they're scabbed up and there's like a uh uh yeah like a, a scab here and like cut on the side but no serious right. damage just my wrist and nothing's broken because i do this and nothing hurts i squeeze yeah. my wrist sorry right you just sprayed it by and were these I caught myself in wrists and then I hit the ground, and the first thing this guy says, because he went down too, because yeah. a bike hits me, I'm a big guy, that bike's yeah. stopping. Uh, he goes, you got in my way. And I flipped out, because he's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, are you kidding me? Are you saying you got in my way? Are you, are you saying I got in your way? And I like jumped up, uh, not realizing that I'm in pain yet. Yeah. He's like, no, no, I just said, whoa, are you okay? Which is not what he said. Right. Does, like does it, rhyme. You give him points for rhyming so quickly. It's pretty, very like, quick catch. It like dazed me enough that I was like, what? What were you? And I just started yelling at him. And then his friend, one of the other... 40 bikers. One of the other ones stopped and was like, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Like sort of condescending. Like, you're not hurt, so don't get so mad. Right. I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm pissed off. Uh, and then this guy gets on his bike and takes off. Never really said he was sorry. Mm, he wasn't really sorry. No. And I was trying to make sure Kat was okay. And I think she was mostly hurt because I was, like, tugging her around so much. Yeah. Was Kat in your way? Uh, was Kat in my way? I I'm asked, to was rhyme. Kat okay? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> you do that. Um, so it was pretty awful. And then, like, over the next couple hours, my wrist, like, just ballooned up and swelled. That sucks. And, uh, and where was the location of this game? This was in Battery, Battery Park. Park. Yeah, we and is this around. an area where the bikers were not supposed to be? Bikers were... There's, but it's kind of a wide open pedestrian. But also, area. the rule of thumb in New York is, it's there's not, nowhere they're supposed to be full on, just it, like yeah. taking over. And it's not a bike lane; it is a pedestrian lane. But I think it's there's tons of people biking around that area. Yeah. Uh, but usually slow and casual because there's yeah. kids and you know yeah. uh, it's a mix of everything. It's not yeah. a bike lane on the highway. Yeah, it's terrible. So then I get home and our fridge. We had just gotten a new fridge, wasn't working, so we had no ice. Right. Oh. Oh, our food had spoiled, so we're getting a new fridge. So it was like a day of... How many days ago was this? This was Sunday. Oh, so this is still fresh, because we're... Yeah, this is... Yeah. You could have caught this at the beginning of your podcast, maybe. Oh. (laughs) If this was the end of the podcast, you could have caught it. We'll go down to Battery Park and to the scene of the crime. Yeah. Um, We may well do that. See if there's any evidence. You got time? Yeah, we have until midnight. Do you you have set plans for today? No. No. Do you have any suggestions? No. No, I don't really. I just well, we are going to go. Let's go to Battery Park and we'll go it's to the, a really the great safe area. Park. Can you tell us what's a landmark that we could look to to precisely where it happened? Um, we started at Shake Shack. 
There's a Shake Shack down there. I know it, yeah. And there's we, a movie, we go eat dinner there. It's a, a movie theater and a Shake Shack. It's a great area. Okay. And then we walked up along the water, um, and then right before there was like a skate park. Uh, right before the skate park is where it happened. Oh, where I know like, exactly where you were. So like you're like we're walking along the river, and then you have to kind of walk back east, in east for a little bit, right there. Oh, I know exactly where you were. I was just there the other day. Yeah. We'll go there, we're see if there's any there. evidence. All right. See if there's any bike parts, Great. maybe some DNA. And enjoy the new training center as well. Um, you don't have like a headshot or something like we put it and put some flowers <laughs> like a picture of your out, picture no. of your wrist? No. All right. We'll, we'll like cut something out of paper and leave it there. All right. Great. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Good guys. to see you, Kevin. Bye. All right. Uh, that, was a war- that was more than just a hello because... Uh, Do you know how to get to the training center? You just go down and go across and go over. I don't know what floor it is. You should ask what floor it is. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Hey, sorry. Kevin. Kevin, what floor is the training center? It's nine, but it's not this elevator. It's the far one. You yeah. Go yeah. Down the hole way over gotcha. 9-11. 9-11, okay. Um, I, I, that was good for content because that is genuinely a uh, fear of mine. Yeah. getting hit by a bicycle because I've seen it happen before and it looks like obviously I don't want to get hit by a car right that would be worse but there's something about getting hit by a bicycle that looks very painful in a very well with, like, a, with a car it feels like you would bounce off with a bike it feels like you get tangled up immediately and also it feels awkward and personal in a way that is unique Sure. Like it's a spindly little metal machine that suddenly you're just like, that like, I mean, bikes are amazing if you look at them and you think like, how did anyone figure out that this would be a good thing? You know, like they feel like, uh, feels like something that should have died on the uh, sketchbook. Yeah. Like you turn these and then these turn and then. Yeah, you put your feet on these, they turn a thing, they turn a thing, and then those things turn, and if those are on the ground, they, they move you along the, the ground. Yeah. Um, and uh, when you see someone hit by a bike, it looks, uh, it looks very, we'll get in the elevator now, it looks very much like, um, like something that shouldn't happen. Right. Like, with a bigger machine, like a, a more... Uh, a, a viscerally yeah. huge machine when something goes wrong you feel like well of course that thing was too big to exist right um, six four um, but there's something about when someone gets hit by a bicycle that seems like it just never should have happened well it seems like when they hit you just get human it's like you get caught in it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> uh, getting out of the elevator now. Uh, JD, you get very uncomfortable when I describe things as they're happening. Uh, I just think it's funny because you say you say that and no one else realizes that we're recording anything. Yeah. We were so gonna, it just seems like you are like Rain Man. Yeah. Um, the, we were in an elevator full of people who were all being quiet, and yeah. so when I said we're getting in the elevator, and then when I continued talking, it was very awkward uh, for the other people. What am I supposed to say? Yes, that's right, Connor, we are. 
You could. We could be two friends who are like that. All right. Going to UCB on the ninth floor on this side. Thank you. Uh, now. UCB ninth floor that side. Now. Thank you. I've this behind side, you. right? Yeah, this side. Um, is open? No. Nope. Now, JD and I are waiting for an elevator. Uh, this will be our... Is, you've been in here before? I have. Uh, now, is there another elevator that opens somehow? Yeah. Uh, oh. um, there's one back here, I think, that kept opening. When, when were you... Uh, when were you here? Arizona. Uh, Alex Sittis uh -huh. and Todd Bieber brought me. Gotcha. Just to show it off. Yeah. Like uh, a couple months ago. Like right when it had been finished. Yeah. Um, have you been to the old training center since then? No. It's sad when you go in. This is a place where JD and I have taken classes for years. Right. Had a lot of good experiences there. And you go in there now, it looks like... Uh, it looks like someplace that's going out of business. Right. Like a, a lot of the things are not there anymore, but it's still functional. Yeah. Um, it's very sad. Now we're on the ninth floor, getting out of the elevator, and which side Here is that? This side? What, what's on that side? I don't know. More stuff? No, that's not us. That's not us? All right. So good. Connor now is looking at all the postcards. Finally crafted just things here. in the uh, Hi there. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Um, JD and I are just recording our uh, third episode of our podcast, Twelve Hour Day. So we're wandering around. New oh, York you're City. currently recording? Yeah. Yes. You're, you, you've just been featured in the podcast. Oh, so excited! Yeah. That guess. was the voice of John Bershaw. Oh, it's uh, very exciting for me. And uh, <laughs> it yeah. should be very exciting. It's a very prestigious thing. Absolutely. Cool. I'm Joe Cilio. Hello. Hey, I don't think we've officially hey, met. Yeah, no, How no, about, no. yeah. I'm JD. Hey, JD. How you doing? Nice to meet you. What's your podcast about? Um, uh, JD and I, uh, anyone who's listened this far in already knows what this is. I would, I would hope. This is not, that, that would what what hour start. is this? We're in hour five. Hour five. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, oh, we're going to have so many guests on our podcast now. Are you podcasting? Uh, we're doing our 12-hour day podcast. This, awesome. is oh, great. Hey, this is episode three of 12-hour day. Yeah. Oh, cool. Basically, uh, what we were explaining, the way this podcast works, is JD and I are friends, and we record uh, an episode that is... 12 hours straight. It's, a 12, it's an unbroken 12-hour conversation. Un, un, no edits. Yeah. And we just hang out for 12 hours, and whatever Seriously. happens, that's the podcast. And we're Seriously. at hour five right now. We're at hour five. We're exhausted. This is the third time we've done it, but this one is by far the one that... I think we just started out I walking in the heat. And we, heat. we walked in Central Park, and I think that killed us. Yeah. But it was is beautiful. This, is this podcast only for particular climbs? Is that what you're trying to say? Is there like a certain temperature? I think I, as a person, am only for particular climbs. It's that's a personal true. failing. Yeah. Um, so I use. Do you have like an edited version and then someone can enjoy like the whole twelve hours? No, no, it's the, just it's, the full no, twelve hours. This, this is this is the edited version. Yes, that's, yeah. that's um, the edited version is only heard by people you walk by. That's right. We yeah. Well, JD keeps pointing out that I look crazy, crazy all the time because I won't stop talking when it's socially awkward. Like we got into the elevator before, and I'm like, we're getting into the elevator now, and I'm <laughs> describing it, and there were like six other people in the elevator who were just quietly. Right. Kind of goes, well, the elevator's here. We're getting inside. And everybody's looking at him. to plug shows. Yeah. Oh, this was on the far side, so I don't think any of them looked like they had shows. No, they all had jobs. Yeah. Jobs. Yeah. Do you pretend no, no. you don't know him? Uh, I'll just sort of sit there quietly, and I'll nod and be like, yeah. Like, oh, at least you're ex Like, well, we were at FAO Schwartz, and he's doing a crazy person because he was walking ahead, and he'd be like, well, we're in the Barbie section now. 
There was a lot yeah. of Barbies in the wall here, and parents were like, who is this man? Like that's, that's a good serial killer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what were you here doing? Were you teaching a class? I was using Wi-Fi. You were yeah. using Wi-Fi? I was using the Wi-Fi. How's the Wi-Fi here? Shannon was just describing to us that they specifically designed the furniture here to stop people from hanging out here. I did. I felt. Oh, is that I, true? I did my, uh, like, a fast food restaurant where it's, like, hard and yeah. bright, and so you're like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. That's how yeah. that works. I, uh, I didn't linger. That's got good. my business done, and I got out. Yeah. Yeah. What did you have to do on the Wi-Fi? Just it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's not anything exciting. Like, I, well, who's going to listen? I called in sick from work today. <laughs> hey, so this, this, is, no, this is a great, once you get, like, five hours into our podcast, we, start, say, yeah, we start saying things that I actually still consider secrets. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> like, we have a lot of people that listen, but they, there is this agreement where, like, once so you're, like, three hours in, like, it's all... This is personal. It's all between don't, like, us. Key in, like, yeah. don't say like in the podcast description, like go to five thirty for a juicy. Yeah, yeah. no one does yeah. that. Okay. No, like I've I've said things in the podcast I genuinely don't want some yeah. people to find out about. Right. Well, uh, I, I called in sick from work today. And what, what's the? Oh, I can't say it on here, but yeah, I need the Wi-Fi password. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me write it down for you. Yeah, we can't say it on the on the air because then everyone listening to the podcast. We've right? got we've got a big hacker audience. Yes, yeah, so I uh, I called in sick. There's two Wi-Fi's in uh, there. Right. Do you want what was your excuse? Just to say your. I think I want UCB. Just write it down for me. Yeah, that's oh, it's written on the thing here. Because also you can just be like, imagine that you would have. Just be like, you know yeah. what? Well, it's pretty. You know, my my girlfriend just had a stomach bug, so it's like, okay, I can just. Like, right. I can. It was very easy to be as if. Right. The sense memory was like very much. Yeah. Already there. I thought you know whatever. So hopefully nobody from my work. Here's this otherwise, I think I'm probably in a lot of trouble. So really, uh, yeah. yeah. Like what would happen? Like I, I heard you. I, mean, I could get like. And what's your what's your? Did you say what your day job is? No, I'm not going to say. Okay. It. <laughs> I was going to say whisper to me with that. Like, <laughs> no, no, like, no, like, great. We've made that mistake before. We have. We thought that we could whisper things and. What, not be a heard. couple of my work phone calls were entirely on because I thought yeah. it wouldn't pick up, but it did. Yeah. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to. It's okay. Can you do something that rhymes with it and that would be like a code that no why one would grasp? Why do you want to know? Well, I want to know. I don't want our listeners to know. So like a rhyming thing. Like if you said I work for, um, like, uh, I work for, like, uh, Beach and Bem, <laughs> then people would be That's like, it. they want to know what that is. Yeah. Right? Or I work for Crackintosh. <laughs> I work for Dick Bonalds. Yeah. I am a... Uh, Oh, that's a great, you know, uh, yeah. visual is... Please don't say I, it. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's nonsense. I have no idea what that is. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, that was more threatening than I meant it to be. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, I didn't just uh, film that. I don't to, think you did. It, I yeah. wasn't worried. Yeah. I, am, I am legitimately, like, a tiny bit nervous about this whole exchange. No. You shouldn't be at don't all. Don't worry. We've said things that are very... We've said things delicate that are... Things. Yeah. And, and our audience is very... Engaged. So at this point, your audience is Will, right? Yeah, Will Heinzel. We have a we have a big listenership. We do. Oh really? People that listen all the way through. There's someone recently that listened. David listens. Every episode. This is the first live studio audience we've had. It really is. This is the most people we've ever had on at once. We had someone that when our first one came out, sat down and did not get up until it was done. Can we? Can we just? I want to do their own podcast. I know, right? I want to do a. I want to do a Vine. can we, if we quietly can all say, 12 hour day, 12 hour day, <laughs> and we'll vine that and I'll vine it as a promotional vine? 
Sure. This is all Connor's idea, though. I think I'm you, have to go. you should really? go, Winston. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> enough. You should go, Winston. Uh, Bye, guys. Is Thank it a SAG you. thing? No, it's not a SAG. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, we're gonna owe a lot of a lot, a lot of, of residuals. Uh, residuals to a lot of people for this. Yeah. For this fine. Uh, my agent will be in. It's great to see. Yeah. Voiceover. Is uh, this a voiceover rate? Yeah, it's voiceover rate. Yeah. Great. Cool. All right. Bye, guys. Hope Bye. you feel better. Love you. Right. Is everyone on board with that? Day. So just say 12 hour day. This is very much a Connor. A, Connor likes doing things like this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. less Canting into it. Is good. Yeah. yeah, here we go. All right, one, two, three. 12 hour day, 12 hour day, 12 hour day, 12 hour day, 12 hour day. We could we could conceivably be much louder considering there is, are no classes here for another three hours. But if, see, this is, it was properly designed because so it feels like we're supposed to be quiet in here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I wish if I if I ever see you guys on the street recording this again, I want to walk by and just like pretend I'm in the middle of a really juicy conversation that you're just passing by. You should. So I'll just walk by and be like, then I just drove away from the body. Or just what's a what's a good juicy conversation you're in right now in life? What's a good juicy conversation I'm in right now in life? What's what's something going on in your life that's that's oh, noteworthy? Boy, not much. <laughs> I would I would be a good guest on an hour long podcast. Uh, I mean, that's kind of we're feels like we're yeah. yeah. Matt Cohen was on the last four hours of the first episode. Just chilling or interviewing? No, just hanging out. Yeah. The, the whole the whole premise of the the podcast is that it's it just happens long conversation that you can have on in the background to experience humanity just taking place. Oh, if you're nice. alone and when you're doing work or something like that, you can just have people existing yeah. behind you. Now, can I ask this? There's a box here full of something. It says it's the Handbook of Health Behavior Change. The idea uh, is uh, now that a student left that here. Okay. Yeah. All right, so this isn't something that is happening. No one's trying to change any health behavior. No, I don't think that anyone is healthy here at all. All right. This whole, the, this is kind of your first time seeing the new. This is my first time. It's a very, We're very We're going to take nice a little tour. Yeah. You know what you do? Yeah. You should go follow around uh, Eli, who's working in the library right now, as he waters the plants, because it literally takes 50 minutes, I think, to water all the plants in here. Oh I would eat gosh. up a lot of that podcasts. That would be time. true. I would love a, a record of how long it actually takes to do so. A lot of plants in here. So these are the little sunburned, by the way. What? Oh, yeah. A little sunburned. I am? True. Oh, no. You are just on one side of your face. Oh, God. Well, have a good uh, seven more hours. Thanks, Thank John. you. So yeah. The, yeah, these are definitely designed to not be long-term hangout seats. You can't imagine. Same with this. I mean, like it wouldn't be that comfortable to sleep on this. Oh, this is fine. I could do fine on this couch. But you're also like right in view of right. Doesn't bother me at all. Okay. But oh, there's new photos. Yeah, I definitely yeah, but definitely like even like the height of the table is kind of like it's discouraging. Yeah. Uh, so now we're walking. Um, yeah, let's walk around so the training center. So, this so a lot of empty frames that are available for the uh, Herald and Mod teams. This is what room 902 sounds like. Oh, it automatically turned on the lights. 902. Oh, automatic lights. Automatic lights. This I one. really love the automatic lights when you walk in a room. That is cool. Um, 904, although I feel bad turning on all the automatic lights. Well, how long? Let's see how long they stay on for. Or if there's a way to turn them off. I mean, yet leaving should have done it. No, because that means anytime you stood still. 
Uh, you can just cross them off. All right. Automatic lights. No, I don't know. Let's play the game of what's the most you can get away with without turning the lights on. Oh, let's see who can walk the furthest in without turning the lights on. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'll try this room. You try that room? I think you should do one at a time or I'll okay. start audio. All right, let's You see. can then... Lie about it? You can then talk about what? JD's starting to go into the room. Why it's still dark. He's going to see how far... Oh, <laughs> he's making it far at all. Didn't make it far at all. These sensors know exactly what they're doing. All right. I am... Hold on. Okay. I think you have to give it a second, too, to... Wait, let me make sure that they reset. JD, look how far in I'm getting. <laughs> JD. Oh, God. <laughs> look how far in I'm getting. <laughs> so good at this. <laughs> All right, I'm done playing. <laughs> Let me try in a real one, one that yeah. hasn't been set off. Okay. I'm really nervous. Okay, Con Connor's taken his right foot, and it's halfway in the door. Just his right foot. His body is slowly moving forward. He's slowly leaning towards the precipice of the door. His left foot is moving now halfway... His left foot is halfway near the door. He's got his left foot. Oh! Did I do better? Slightly? I think it was. It was pretty close. I think we're both not great. I mean, I think we'd be better uh, at it, but. Yeah, it's a good password. And here we are. In, now we're in the, the reading room that has two island shaped things that are definitely designed for non permanent. Hello, Dan. Good, how are you? Hey, Dan. Isn't this astonishing? Yeah. It is astonishing. Yeah. You're currently in the middle of uh, episode three of 12 Hour Day with JD and Connor, which is our 12 hour oh, long you're podcast. podcast. You're now automatically a guest on the podcast. Oh, yeah. This has uh, happened to a few uh, people. Where are you coming from? What, what did the day bring you to this point? Walked around Central Park, went to FF Schwartz first, yeah. Central Park. Uh, got some lunch, came down. We visited with Shannon over in the offices and then. Came over here to check out. This is the first time I'm seeing any of this. Yeah, I'd, I'd been to the offices before, but I, I hadn't been in, in this space yet. It's, yeah. We, we were, I, was just, I just met Ian here, who's our new librarian. Oh, Ian. Eli. Eli. Good. Uh, now hey, first time we've met. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Now, Eli, I hear that you water all the plants uh, in the training center. Is that correct? I was just told that that will be one of my duties. You haven't done it yet? Yeah. Oh. We were told that it was going to take you... 45 minutes to do yeah, so. Yeah, 50, yeah. Yeah. A lot of plants. Why do you ask? No, that was just described to it's us literally the only before. thing that I know about you is what was told to me out there was like, you should follow Eli around as he waters all the plants. I guess I should get on that. Well, we, we don't have to fly around, but we just, is, it was sort of a I call forward. Right now? Yeah, right now, you're on it. Oh. Welcome to the 12-hour awesome. day. You're, you're, uh, there you're are right a in the lot middle. of a lot of plants, like like the sheer number of tiny plants, like a small amount of water, mm -hmm. but a lot of individual really a, effort. A, a ton of plants, yeah. Because yeah. they're really trying to improve the uh, I wonder if oxygen. Pots were purchased or commissioned. Or I heard the story of the pots. Okay. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. So, listeners, let's keep this on the DL in case I'm not allowed to say. But apparently, a student offered to make them in exchange for a class. 
I think that's great. Wow. And so they were, it was a trade where it's like, great, we'll make you all these flower pots because this person makes these flower pots and then USB was, gave them, they donated them and then USB gave them like a class or two or something. That's a great barter. Yeah. That's a yeah. great trade. Yeah. I wish there were more trade opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing's a barter system. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, these shelves, if someone said, I will give shelves for classes. No, yeah. I don't know. Um, I like that there's just like a weird tree in the middle. Although, is this, this has to be fake, right? No, that's real. I think they're all real. That's. I don't know, this is my first day in the library. Here. Yeah, these are the do you take classes yeah. here? Do uh, stuff? I do, yeah. Perform? Uh, I mean, I'm not. Or anything, but yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, I can go grab the water pot if you think that'd be. You don't, you don't have to do it. We're just, we're just taking in the day. Don't feel inclined to change your. Routine. Because if this is your first day too, first day, you don't want to. I kind of want to like check out what everything is. Exactly. That's what I figure. I feel like watering the plants is like an end of the day kind of thing. Yeah. To say nothing of the documentation, twelve hours is a that's a full day with a friend too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And now we're, this is episode three. So Connor and I and I spent and also we always have an activity before. Or typically, yeah. like the first one, we went, we saw Wolf of Wall Street and then recorded it. All right. So that we spent like eighteen hours together, or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's a long. It's and a long today one. the park was the activity. Uh, well, today we were supposed to see draft day, but then I had to do taxes, so Connor just saw that alone, and then we met up. How was draft day, Connor? It's pretty good. Yeah. I realphabetized something in the library. Thanks. Connor works at a bookstore. Wait, wait. So for the better. Or? For the better. No, um, it's. <laughs> uh, uh, Good thought, good thought. Uh, in the screenplay section, the screenplays and play section, uh, Jackie Brown, the way they, the spine is organized, it looks as though it was put under Brown because the way the spine is organized, it looks like Jackie Brown is the author. Uh, so I put it under Tarantino. Thank you. Um, Connor it, works it, at a bookstore it's a weird, things like it's, this. It's a weird thing that publishers do sometimes where like literally at the place where you would put the author mm-hmm. um, and it's because it's the title of the thing. It says Jackie Brown, a Quentin Tarantino film. On the side of it, right? Just a weird publishing glitch. Is that why? Is that why books are fading? No, that's not why. Oh, okay. That's one. But of the, one of the reasons. It's one of a thousand factors. People are frustrated with the people. Winter. The spines are uh, poor spine choices. Uh, yeah, but I didn't want you to think I was vandalizing the, <laughs> the section. Yeah. I'm JD, by the way. You like? Nice to meet you. And I'm Connor. Doing all right. I'm going to excuse myself. Safe travels, guys. Bye, Dan. Dan. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Dan, anything else you'd like to plug before you leave? Uh, when will this be released? Goodness. Oh, actually, uh, here's a good uh, across-the-board one. I, uh, uh, I'll plug uh, Kate Riley and uh, Brandon Guglia's uh, MTV. Oh, the, the Joshes. The two, two, guys two guys named Josh. On MTV. Other yeah, you're, you play the, you, you're in the episode where you're the uh, dumb... Scientist? Yeah, I, yeah. I haunt the series. Yes. It's, it's yeah. like a recurring joke that I kind of always have to yeah. keep job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen episode, two episodes of that so far. I really like it. Yeah, Fran Gillespie and uh, Kate Riley play uh, two, two fratty bros. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Brandon With Bowie fun and facial Riley. hair. They have fun facial yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Whenever this kind of that, that's kind of rolling. But that's out. perpetual. Yeah. People, yeah, that's kind as of, long as the internet yeah, remains yeah. a place for content, I'll people can. Mod night tonight, but. Uh, too late. Too late I'm for too that. Late. Yeah. Too late. We won't be done recording by the time that happens. I know. I, I, well, I, I'm feeling like a big goo. I fell ill this weekend. Yeah. I missed, uh, missed a rehearsal for Mod Night because I was, I, I had the barf, some, some bad 
toilet action happened. That's right. Yeah. And uh, uh, by virtue of that, I kind of kind of disjointed the shows. I'm, I'm not in it very uh, much, and I feel like a goober. I feel real bad for throwing the team under the bus. But it wasn't unless you intentionally got sick. No, I, I didn't. Yeah. But still, I, you know, it's it, you, with mine. Yeah. You know, everyone works for a month towards something, and then. With a day or two, kind of be like, oh, sorry, guy, you know, like, yeah. you, know, you kind of feel well, like. Well, you shouldn't say it like that. You feel it's not shabby. like. <laughs> you know, you let you feel a little I mean, shabby. But I think saying it in that voice, though. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, just yeah, be straight with that. Like this now. Um, so, anyway. I'm, well, I'm sure it'll go, it'll still go very well. I'm yes. Going over right now to watch, uh, watch the Sphinx, I think. All right. Do it to it. All right. Gentlemen. Good to see you. No, we're going to keep wandering through this endless mix. See you, Bye. Uh, oh, here's the new. Uh, this one is much cleaner. Yeah, it's on the wall at the print. old training center, they had the the UCB face logo. The uh, and JD's examining the new wall mural of that. Uh, you think it looks di- really different? Oh, here's Tim Allen, and he's saying, "Don't stand too close to a naked man." Um, here's a big room full of t-shirts. Here's a hallway. And we're in a... Writer's room there? Writer's room. Long writer's window. So you keep an eye on them. Oh, they put some team photos up. Look how far I got in. Oh, that's impressive. It's just a matter of how fast you can Yeah, it really is a speed thing. I think that... Yeah! Yeah, you can get pretty far in. Oh, look, they put a bunch of team photos up they didn't have before. Yeah, these are, we're seeing some photos on the wall of old Herald teams. Uh, I think I see Will Hines uh, on a team called Janus. Oh, wow, these are the ones that never, never saw made the old wall before. Heist 9. There's Will Hines there again. All of these photos have Will Hines in them. Huh. Well, Will Hines, as you drive... Los Angeles, know your face is here in New York City. There's there's Gethard as a child in his explorer's hat. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're just walking down this hallway looking at photos now. Uh, We're looking at the Herald Night photos. We started at the earliest ones and now we're about midway through. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ruben Williams. Uh, which team is this? I don't know what team that is. Zach Woods is on it, and Eric Tenoy, Bobby Moynihan. Uh, but it's not labeled, so we don't know. Oh, did we pass room 911? Oh, yeah, we must have. The conspiracy room. Oh, I might have jumped into room 911. Yeah, you did. Well, yeah, there is a lot of conspiracy in here. Room 911. We're in room 911. Uh, there's no window, so this is certainly an inside job. Connor's now climbing the um, room ladder. pipe access ladder in the corner of the room, which I bet will be featured in a lot of aggressive improv scenes. Oh, I definitely, I would have played a lot of, if, I, if there had been a solid ladder like that, yeah. Uh, I maybe wouldn't have done it in 101 or 201, but I could certainly imagine by the time I got to 301, 
using that ladder. Yes, I certainly would have ended up on that ladder. Yeah. So now there's writer's room. Uh, and and we're, we're gearing back towards uh, where we... Here's the uh, picnic. picnic bench with the shag carpet. Uh, very nice. Do you Imagine why people having snacks and lunch here. This is why I said that it felt like an 80s kind of thing. Well, I mean, I like the way the floor angles down here. I think you'll find this fun. Yeah, Maybe. I agree. I think it's a, a grand old time. I mean, you know, I have sentimental... Oh! Connor just got scared by a loud noise. Um, I wanted to leave a moment of suspense there so that maybe listeners might think... <laughs> that you got shot. Yeah. It was um, so far away, though, that it didn't pick, wouldn't pick up like that. I guarantee that picked up. It picked we up, those but little not, birds. it wouldn't sound like a gunshot. So how'd you like the space? It's great. You know, I'm a sentimental... Hey, what's this direction? What happens in this direction? Yeah. Oh, man. And there's... There's Nate... Um, I definitely, the sentimental feelings that I have about the old place um, are definitely outweighed by, like, this is obviously a nicer facility in every sense of the word. Like, especially for a growing place, like, this won't feel so cramped the way the old place was probably starting to feel. No, and imagine the, uh, the parties you could have in this space. Huh? We've already been having them. Really? This is my first day. Yeah. Oh well, right now this is feeling like some kind of party, right? We're popping. Yeah. Uh, that 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 loud noise before was uh, popping a uh, fill air extreme, which is you, sealed you air. Should, you should. We should stage a scene that seems like a murder, and then some one of our listeners can edit it into a dramatic, like what happens this week on mm-hmm. Twelve Hour Day. Um, That's not going to pop. I know it's not going to pop. I'm just going to. I'm just going to work my thumb into this. Yeah, just a tiny little pop. So here, I think what listeners. I didn't ask permission to do that. No, you didn't. You just popped. They might have been using that. You using that? No, it's great that you popped it. There's a part of you that wanted to say you were though. I could see it in your face. You wanted to guilt him for just a moment. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's what I like. Took a little bit of extra time, and I thought that would do that. Yeah. No, it did. Can I, I ask a question? Sure, yes. absolutely. Am I the first, like, listener who has seen, like, am I the first person who's listened to every episode and is now seeing the show happen? Probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah. This is an exciting moment for me as a I mean, fan. Matt Cohen, maybe, but that's different. That's different. He hadn't listened to it when he first appeared no. on it. I'm trying to think episode. if there's anyone. No, because episode two, we were alone. And then today, everyone we've been around everyone with here has been is the like, first "What time is here. this?" Can yeah. I? I feel like I get to be your biggest fan now, right? Like I'm your number one fan. Yeah, I'm you're the first. Made it you're the first fan to show up. Yeah, yeah. No one the can. First fan. No, no one can in. ever take that away from you. I, you don't need to put "fan" in quotes. I, well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to put it onto you that you were a fan. I am a fan. I will Thank say you. that. Thank I, you. I enjoy this show. And I was excited when I saw you guys coming in. But well, I hope uh, we're starting to think, we're feeling like maybe this episode will be a huge letdown to people. Because uh, we've been very low energy today. We're very we've just tired. been tired, you know, like. Well, we're trying to capture the experience of living. That's definitely part of it. 
Yeah, yes. I mean that. You're going to true. Need a tired day. Yeah, yeah. It's and true. As a fan, I don't. It's not like you guys were like running around like high energy. Well, that's why we're worried. Is because it felt like it to us that we were on in the first two. Yeah. And today, there's been a lot of like, oh, I'm tired, uh-huh. and like a minute of silence kind of moments. As goes life. Yeah. How exactly. sunburned do I look? You don't look that sunburned. But you said on one side? It was actually because you were just near the red light. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so I'm not really sunburned. No. Um, okay, so David, as someone who's listened yes. and enjoyed, yes. you are now the first person to have direct input as to what, ha- like, like, you're in it. Yeah. You're in, you're in the show right now. I know. If I- you, for, for your own selfish purposes, what way would you direct this to go, um, and okay. we will follow that. Uh, just a couple, I want to, I, okay, a few things that I've really enjoyed in the past. Okay. I want to make sure still are a part of the show. Uh, one thing, um, Frumpy, Frumpy Bros, I want to make sure that still happens. They've, yeah, yeah. we've mentioned okay. them a couple of times. Great, great, great. Uh, and then, um, I don't remember his name, but there's a Connor, a friend of yours, Mm-hmm. I feel like comes up a lot. Jeff Falzone. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure there's at least some kind of reference or story about Jeff Falzone. Yeah, I mean, we haven't. At some point. I don't think we've mentioned Jeff so far today. No, this is the first mention of Jeff Falzone. Um, He's favorited a tweet of mine. Oh, good. He, like, follows tweets that mention the show. Right. Yeah. And will favorite them. So that was a neat experience for me. So uh, Jeff Falzone is sort of like a, a, a celebrity side character of the podcast yes. now. Yeah. Yes. Um, and like maybe like a season finale is like Jeff will end up on it. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. Um, he wants me to, um, he was texting me earlier saying he still hasn't seen Game of Thrones from last night and he wants me to give him a non-spoiler impressionistic spoiler. And I haven't responded and then he was getting kind of irritated with me. I also recently saw Connor in, in, uh, in episode two, keeps referencing a TV show that he made as a kid. They won't let me say the name of. Yeah. Because it's available to watch online. All the episodes are online. All the episodes of the series are online, but it's not searchable. Um, it is if you're clever enough. You have to be pretty clever. But it is. There, there, is, there, is, there is a path that you could follow to get to it. Without giving anything away, what kind of path would you say it is? Uh, it is a it is a path of uh, a nominal path. A nominal path. Yes. Now, having to do with the name of the channel it's on. Yep. Okay. But you'd have to guess. But that name connects to you. It's true, but in I a very. But not in a way that's related to that. But is related to something else that someone might. Maybe, but someone could. Someone could, but I feel like you'd have to go through a lot of choices no, before you, you got could, to that. No, I, I could see three steps. Someone looks you up, finds that name, uh-huh. looks up that name, finds not that name. <laughs> it's already on Google. <laughs> you won't find it through there. Okay. I think you could. I don't think so. Because um, if you, if what we've, what we've avoided... What's the next step I should do? No, no. Sorry. No, no, don't, don't give any helpers. Okay. My, my, my only clue that I give David, and the rest of the audience won't hear it, the fourth link. Okay. Okay, that, that would have made right? sense. Maybe. Because that will lead to... It could, but... Which, if you search that, if would lead to... Maybe. But 
not knowing the name of the TV series that I made with my friends in high school, like if you knew the name of the series, then it's relatively easy to find. But none of our names are tagged in any of the YouTube thing, and we're not. No. Yeah. But the one thing that is connected to your name is the name of the channel, which is connected to something. Yeah. That it's is a, in that link, it's right? It's a stretch. Yeah. Right. It's a stretch. I think only your mind really works that way where you feel like you can see the possibility of it. Is he doing it? Yes. <laughs> it's a channel. It's like a YouTube channel? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> All right, don't, don't do any more searching. <laughs> don't do any more searching or we'll cancel the podcast. So you are now on, you're now on the inside. You're on the inside. You can find, but you can find it, but you're not allowed. I if, won't tell anyone. You're not allowed to do it in front of anyone else. Okay. If you find <laughs> this TV series, you're not allowed to do it. Watch it in front of anyone else. You can't tell anyone the name of it. Okay. Those are the rules. You can talk about it in general terms, but we don't want to make this too easy for people. I like how you, you kept being like, "Well, what do you?" And I'd get a little closer, and then I mean, I just see him typing it, and I was like, huh, "Yep, immediately got but it." You did give him. You told him which link. I gave. I gave him a hint yeah. that was pretty. Although. If you were like listening, yes, but Google changes its search results based on the user, so the number won't be the same. Yeah, and you could go down a lot of rabbit holes trying to guess. Yes, yeah. but you got it pretty much first try. Yeah, yeah, I was wrong about that. But Jeff Falzone plays. Jeff Falzone is the plays the lead, lead in character that in that show. Okay, he plays my alcoholic father. Yeah, single dad. Uh, who's okay, I remember. I remember what this is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you get to see a, a lanky version of Connor. Yeah. Like you look like much taller and lankier. Yeah, just because I'm taller than Jeff. Right, but it makes you look like you're somehow this like, like yeah. six foot five, giant when you're fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, it's ten episodes plus a movie. And this is the thing that Connor has. A press kit that he made for? No, I like it, but it's a secret. It's not something that... Um, I, have t I already have too many confusing different strands of things out in the public. This is private. Okay. I don't care if it ends up people discovering it, but I think it's more fun to keep it secret for a long time. Sure. So now you're one of the keepers. Steve's downloading the trailer right now. That's, uh, I think that's, that's... For a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you're one of the keepers. All right. Bye, right, guys. We'll our adventure. Have a good one. Thanks nice to meet you. Nice. Thanks for being on the show, David. Um, I'm going to have to do a lot of uh, audio work to bring up people's levels in that. Sorry. No, it's not a big deal. I think they're going to sound just fine. I think they won't sound bad, but I'll have to bring people up because they're distant and we're allowed. That was really funny, though. That I was like, I gave him like three hints and he was like, also, I just see him type. It was like almost felt like a gag. So I just yeah. see him typing the name, and I was like, "Yep." Um, but I feel like most people won't go to that automatically because one thing isn't connected to the other. Yeah. Um, and also, why do you care? Oh, I just pressed M, and that's not where we're going. Maybe we should um, go to M. I don't know. I think it's just more fun if this is a private thing than it's. I already have videos that nobody watches that. Uh, it feels like there's something more to this that is why you don't want to watch. I think what it is is there, I'm, uh, I feel like certain sort of, uh, this is the mezzanine level, we've pressed the wrong 
That's one of There's a map on the wall, a giant photo of the uh, Afghani woman from National Geographic. One that looks at the camera? Yeah, giant photo. Um, Strange mezzanines. Now we are down at the lobby. We're leaving this building. Um, no, I feel like there's certain kind of sort of nascent early things that... Uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to make public my things from high school. Yeah. Almost, though, because this is going to sound, this is going to sound like a backwards insult, but it's not. Yeah. But almost because my things are slightly more polished. Yeah. I would be more embarrassed for people to see them. Yeah. Because they would look like more genuine reflections of my attempt at making things. Yeah, like ours are... are like they look like... Lo-fi. They look like the movies that you made when you were a kid. Yeah. Whereas, um, like, the things that I did in high school were, like, a little bit... had a little bit more polish, but are still that same quality, you know? Yeah. And that would be more embarrassing for me. Like, I would say... Like, I would I would, really, I would put into the internet in a second the videos that looked like the stuff that you made that was from when I was slightly younger. Yeah. Just because we had probably... That was probably when we had the same equipment, you know what I mean? Like, the yeah. same... Ugh. See, the same way that you said that you want to do an episode at Disney World, yeah, I'd be more excited to do an episode in Jefferson City. Oh yeah, or I love St. That Louis. Too. Jefferson City, where it's from. Right, but also like to like where your parents live now. Yeah. Um, so your parents are in St. Louis now. No, Jefferson City. Still? Yeah. So how come? Did you always just approximate it and say St. Louis? No, I fly into St. Louis. You probably heard me talk about flying right. to St. Louis a Yes, yes, yes. Because that's the... St. Louis and Kansas City are the two nearest airports. Right, okay. Um, yeah, that would be fun. I mean, I would say that... Uh, we, could, we could do... No, we couldn't. What? No, that's too far. I was going to say an episode where we drove from your childhood home to my childhood home. Uh-huh. But it might just be too long. From Chicago to Jefferson City. Yeah. All right, we are now heading down into the subway at oh, okay. 34th Street, Penn Station. Um, That's right. Jefferson, Jefferson City to Wilmette, Illinois. Yeah, we could do it in 12 hours. Easy. Really? I think so. I think it's like a... Maybe it is like a 10-hour drive. I think it's an 8-hour drive. That would be interesting. That would be a very strange thing. Yeah. To go from your childhood doorstep to my childhood doorstep. Yeah. Conversation with your parents or conversation with my parents? Um. Like if it started with us talking to your parents, then we drove and just talked for eight hours, yeah. and then it was having conversations with my parents. Yeah. Or... We both have a conversation with our parents. We cut between them. We drive to a middle point, like Peoria. Uh -huh. <laughs> and um, our, both of our families have dinner together. I, I also think that my family is very different than your family. Yeah? In what way? Or our parents are very different. In what way? I don't know. I could, my dad's not a very social person. Yeah? He's not antisocial, but he's just not, like, an effusive conversationalist. Whereas I feel like your parents are much more social. 
Maybe. Like, my parents would never be panelists on, on the, the Night of Zero Laughs. Yeah. And, like, do really well. Yeah. And be genuinely funny. Um, you know, now when you say, like, your stuff that you did, you'd be embarrassed because there's more technical polish to it? You mean just in terms of how it looks, or do you mean, like, the substance as well? Uh, I just think it's a more... more earnest attempt to make something meaningful. Like like a, a pretentious high schooler trying to like right. make a movie as opposed to like the movies that did when I was younger which like us friends passionate and earnest about making it but like mostly just having fun too. You know what I mean? Well because I don't think there's a huge world of difference between uh, the kind of stuff I was doing with my friends in high school and like when I did the uh uh, campaign videos, for instance, like the um, Will Hines focus group or the um, like the the campaign headquarters meeting where it was me in the room with yeah, but it's like uh, I but feel like in this it's like you guys wearing like sneakers and like a coat being the wardrobe and like putting on like but accents. But those are all technical. And like laughing during the, you know what I mean? Like, those are all like technical details though. Like, the, the, uh, me in a, in a room of Noah Foreman's office and a conference table where I'm dressed up in a suit. Uh, but you get why they're different though. I get why they're different, but that's just a, I feel like it's closer to there's not that big a difference in what I'm doing then and what I'm doing Well, now. I guess maybe the difference is you would probably say the same thing that I'm saying about your things that I'm saying about uh-huh. your... Wait. You would say the same thing that I'm saying about your things about my high school things that I don't want to show yeah. in the same way that you don't want to make public yeah. this project. Yeah. Like, I think I'm just... That's crowded. Uh, oh, it's picking up here. Uh, we're getting on an E-train now. Yeah. Right now, JD and I are heading down towards the World Trade Center. Which is, we've had, we've had like a lot of strange call forwards. Yeah. In a very Arrested Development style. Yeah. We're not going to... We visited room 911. And now we're going to World Trade Center. But but we're not... We're going to visit the site of... The reason we're going there is to visit the site of Kevin Hines' bike accident. Right. Or pedestrian accident with biker. Which is the 911 of the East No. It's just a bad thing that happened to Kevin's wrist. And his scabby knees. Uh, The... uh, so it feels good to be in a nice, cool, air-conditioned subway car. I think the podcast is moving along now. Yeah, I feel like we've we've uh, hit our stride. But I also think uh, a journey with a sense of purpose. Uh, I feel like, like I, I don't feel inclined to like go back to one of our apartments and like sit down right now. I feel like I'm like, well, who can we visit next? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I feel like an obvious thing to do would be to uh, ride the Staten Island Ferry. 
Oh, that would be bad. I'm, power still scares me. Really? Yeah, not not overtly, but. How much we got? Yeah. Maybe we can plug in at Shake Shack for a bit. We got two bars, yeah. Maybe if we go to Shake Shack, we can plug in there? Yeah, maybe. You think? We'll find out. Are there plugs in the subway? No, there aren't. There'd be people sitting on the disgusting ground with their cell phones by, right? Yeah. So you're, gen- you're genuinely worried that we're, we're going to run out of power this episode. I'm not worried. It's just, you know, I have to think about it. We've got enough right now. Yeah. But Which is a thought in my mind. But, but if we get on the Saturday ferry, which is like a, whatever, what is it, like 20 minutes, half an hour? It's an hour. Yeah. Of, we want to make sure we have an hour's worth of battery. Exactly, which I... I wonder if there'd be outlets on the Staten Island Ferry. I doubt it, right? I don't know. It's been a while since I've been on it. Maybe they got charging stations. That seems unlikely to me. Yeah, I'm not sure how likely I think it is. But i tell you what, you know... Uh, when you don't check when you don't check your email uh, it adds up real fast doesn't it? yeah I haven't been getting much today which has been nice we can plug it at the beast we're not that close to the beast no but when we're down there we can jump on head back up yeah just trying to think of that oh I have a friend that lives down there. Down at... Uh, yeah, downtown. Oh. This is a World Trade Center bomb train. The next stop is... Oh. Street. There's something I was starting to say before that I didn't finish, I'm sure. Um, um, really? I don't, can't read that. Yeah? Read the first one. Oh! <laughs> I was like, who do I, who, what friends are I that live down there? Would you be willing to ask that person to uh, plug in? I could. It wouldn't be weird. The, the podcast aspect of it would be weird. Uh, You'd be like, what are you... What are you guys doing? Yeah. But why are you doing this? That would be great, though. If that, if we, that would be great. You don't like it. You're nervous. I'm not nervous. I just think it's... You feel like it would be cheap and exploitative. Yes. It, it might seem that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we shouldn't do it. Yeah. It would be hilarious. Like, it wouldn't be. And if the person that I could text, they'd be like, hey, I'm around. But in this context, it would be weird to be like, hey, can I come do this? Also, you happen to be on this show. We could tell them they, they wouldn't have to be. This is someone it that. Is our own home, yeah. uh, this, this is someone that JD has a professional relationship with. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know I consider a friend at this point. Yeah. Uh, but that it would seem strange. Yeah. It would seem opportunistic in a yeah. way that I wouldn't be comfortable with either. Unless you felt like they thought it would be fun. Um, hard to predict that kind of thing. Where are we now? West Fourth. Alright. Um, we're at West Fourth Street. And, uh, let me consult my notes and see if I have. This is a World Trade Center bomb train. The next oh, um, is There's not a Whole Foods down in this area, is there? I bet there is. I don't know where, but I'm sure there is. 
Um, there's a there's a beverage that I've been looking for that I tried. I got it at a Whole Foods near Chelsea near the Chelsea at the Chelsea uh, Whole Foods near UCB. Okay. Um, and it's a chocolate milk drink called Coco Metro. I've heard you talking about this. Have I? Yeah. To who? Me, I think. Really? Yeah. It's this Belgian chocolate milk. Oh, I think you said you wanted to get it yeah. at the Euromark, first episode. No, I hadn't heard of it then. Oh. Um, I would have been looking for something else, though. I wanted to... I wanted to... They still sell Boogie Party. Yeah. I've been wanting to get... I've been waiting for something that can congratulate you with. To get you a bottle of Boogie Party. Um... But Coco Metro, I bought it. It's kind of expensive. It's like three something for a little bottle of it. Weird. And I tried it once and it was great. And then I bought it again at the Whole Foods near the Gethin show on the way to that one night. And then I was like, I really like this. I want to get this. Right. And it's been sold out the past two weeks at every Whole Foods that I've been to. Strange. And does it have milk in it? Is it a milk product? It's milk, but it's like, uh, so like all our ingredients are like super good. I'm like lactose intolerant. Yeah. Well, what what can you do? Nothing. I feel like I've often wondered. Like I hear so many people say they're lactose intolerant that I wonder. Like, am I lactose intolerant? I just, I just get, don't know. I just get a bad stomachache. Yeah, I never felt that. A lot of people have like diarrhea. I just like I get I feel very sick to my stomach. Yeah. So like sometimes I'll be like, eh, I'll eat ice cream and then be like, eh, I'll deal with it. Were you breastfed as a baby? Yeah. There goes that theory. Yeah. Um, oh, but it was all goat milk. Oh. Theory is alive. <laughs> um, from a goat breast? Yep. Because you the answer was that you were breastfed. Exactly. So um, That was my joke. I know. Yeah. I was just revealing the gears behind that joke so that everyone knew. Tanner's getting tired. Oh. Um it's almost 6 p.m. God. We're not even at the halfway point. No, we're not. We're not even... We're not even especially close to the halfway point. Now we got to get out. It's going to get wild. That's why I feel like if we can... If we can... If we can handle it battery-wise... I think this one's going to pay off for our audience because I think you and I are going to get tired and just start letting, letting them fly. Yeah. But that's why I feel like the Staten Island Ferry is a real winner of an idea if we can handle it power-wise. It's because it's like, that's an hour. Do you want to just go for it? I'm terrified that we'll run out of power. It's not that big of a disaster. Our promise can be if we run out of power, we will not speak to each other until we're back up. And then we'll be stuck in like Staten Island at like some weird place. Yeah, but we'll have to go even later recording the podcast to get it up to 12 hours. It's up to you, Connor. Do you think we can make it power-wise? Do you think we have another two hours of battery? I have no idea. I'm not experienced enough with this with long-form podcasting. Oh, we are almost... Man, I feel like the battery on the mics does really well, though. I'm still at a solid, solid battery level. So let's see. Let's see where we are right now. Still two bars. 
Yeah. But you know, like that empty bar scares me. Yeah. It worries we're me. We're going to be hitting into a, a busy... It's when the the people who are commuting are on the Staten Island Ferry as opposed to like there's hours of the day oh, where, right. it's, where it's a pleasant uh, journey. Yeah. So this is maybe a bad time to do it. It would be unpleasant. Maybe it would just be a slice of New York. Yeah. It would be weird like to, choo- to choose to go on to the Staten Island Ferry right now yeah. when you didn't need to at a time when it's just people trying to get home. Yeah. Still nice, though. Still a nice journey across the water. I agree. Oh, we should, we should, we should go check in with uh, Evan Davis and film for him. Yeah? Just trying to think of people that have power. Well, I feel like Shake Shack and The Beast are both good ideas yeah. for power. What else has power? Those boys don't want no water. I have a friend that lives in the East Village. Mm-hmm. Stop by there. I have friends that live downtown except for one person. Scott Holmes used to live downtown. He would have been a good. He doesn't live in New York anymore. Where does he live? Quantico, Virginia. <laughs> For no reason. Yeah. Just for the... They have good schools there? Yeah. Well, we're just uh, waiting for a train now to take us to uh, World Trade Center. Last stop on this train. We said one of those little lulls where they stop right before they get into the station. Um... I found out there's going to be, for the first time since I lived in Woodside, there's going to be a couple of weekends next month where there's no 7 train at my stop. Going to be buses. Going to be shuttles, yeah. Um, just on a couple of weekends, but it's never happened. So I'm, I'm, part of me is like, oh, well, that obviously means they can do the work that they need to do on those tracks, which is, you know, probably overdue. Yeah. Probably time to do it. But it's still like, oh, those weekends are going to be a nightmare. Yeah, they did that in a story recently with the end. I sort of, depending on what train it is, I li- like the G train shuttle buses are better than the G train. Really? They just had the shuttle buses. Because they move quicker, the G train's never like packed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so who knows, maybe it'll be a pleasant. But I want to stand near, near where these guys are talking. Figure it out, but my kids stay here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's a really good slice. Yeah. I don't know how, I assume a lot of that was audible to inaudible? I think that'll be audible. Yeah. Especially the part where he's yelling about, she seems to be, she has bad judgment. I think it's great. Yeah. It's uh, fun to hear people talk. Yeah. Sometimes. We've had the most guests on this podcast. Yeah, this one is like, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Yeah. It's like the Muppet movie. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment in the Muppet movie, I think, yeah. is when they're in the uh, the saloon, uh-huh. like the bar that's like a complete yeah. mess. Yeah. And the crowd is all like people smashing stuff and being rowdy. Yeah. And so Fozzie Bear goes up to try to appease the crowd and like calm them down. Yeah. And he goes, goes up and his, his the setup for his joke is, okay, 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 okay. Huh. So did you hear the one about the uh, the sailor who was so fat? And then uh, what's his name? The actor, I've got his, but he's a heavy set guy in a you know in this like very stereotypical like yeah. sailor costume. Stands up, smacks the beard bone, and he goes. How fat was he? <laughs> and then Fozzie goes, uh, he was so fat that nobody cared and he lived happily ever after. And that was like, I just thought that was such a the, perfect moment of him just me being like, standing down and turning into the joke just was a nothing joke. The timing of the bottle break is what yeah. makes that really work though too. Yeah. It's so fast and so violent. How fat was he? It also feels like uh, that would be considered like maybe inappropriate now because the, the there's the threat of real violence in that moment yeah uh, alright well uh, JD and I are right near the we got out of the subway we're near the federal office building we're standing right next to the freedom tower uh, yeah I do feel like everyone's really looking forward to the time when it doesn't feel so construction-y around it, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like that will be a significant uh, milestone. Yeah. Um, I feel like Shake Shack is that way, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but I know exactly where Kevin got hit. We're going to go to where Kevin got hit. Uh, in Battery Park. I like that we ran into David Murray. Who listened to the podcast? Yeah. Oh, whoopsies. Whoopsies? What happened? Oh, shoot. What happened, Jimmy? Uh, is this something you can talk about or something you can't talk about? Uh, someone is doing a play that's really great that I forgot to email back that I can't go to the second performance of it. Oh, no. But I went to the first one. Uh-huh. It was really good. You don't want to plug that play? Uh, yeah, it's Colin Summers from Toys and Tiny Instrument. It's a play he does called Steve. Uh-huh. The docu-musical. It's really great. And where can people see it? Uh, I think it's at Joe's Pub or The Public or somewhere. Uh-huh. On Saturday. All right. But it's really good. Uh, I'm going to 
take my sunglasses out of my pocket now and put them in the... Uh, so how are you feeling right now weather-wise? Great. Yeah. Like I am absolutely fine now. There will come a point where I'll put my little hoodie on. Yeah, I got my uh, cardigan. Yeah. And this, should, this should be perfect for you. Yeah, because I don't... You know, it's the direct sunlight that bothers me more than anything. It's just like it doesn't interact with me very well. So you're the least flower-like person I know. Yeah. Uh, that was weird. What was weird? We just passed a woman who we were on the train with, but she was walking the opposite direction of us. Oh, that is weird. I, I always think it's interesting when you recognize someone from, like... A non-personal, a non-personal situation. Direction. Yeah. There's the path train to New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, there's, like, a weird thing, too, whenever... Um, have you ever recognized... Uh, a famous person or been around a famous person getting recognized where someone is sure that they know them from some con they don't realize it's a famous person but they're like did we go to school? Did I ever tell you my Parker Posey story? No. Where when I was at NYU because she lives around the NYU area or I was walking down the street and it was like nighttime, and I glanced across the street and it was one of those things where we just like both of us accidentally made contact, eye contact at the exact same time. Uh-huh. But then, I think she thought that I was a friend of hers. Yeah. So she stopped, like, gave, like, sort of, like, a half, like, you know, like, fingers raised, like, oh, hi, this person I know. Yeah. And I was, like, trying to be, like, like, I can almost see her, like, mouthing the name of the person she thought it was and, like, stopping short. Yeah. And it was just this woman, and then I looked at her, and I was, like, do I know that one? Why is it? Wait, I think I do know that woman. And then I was like, oh, that's Parker Posey. And so the whole thing was like this. Like, usually if you look at someone and you think that someone you know, but you mis- mistake it. Yeah. It's shut down immediately. Yeah. Uh, where are you going? I just wanted to see where Shake Shack is. Is this way? Oh, I have no idea. I just walked away from the stream of people. But because she was a celebrity that I recognized, uh-huh. I wasn't giving her the denial that is required to shut that down. Yeah. Instead, I was giving the look of like, yes, you do know me. Yeah. Like, I know you. So we just had this awkward moment staring at each other for like 10 beats uh-huh. on either side of the street while she was holding her dog. Yeah. It was very strange. You're, what's going on your phone? We're heading the right way if we head this way. Okay, well... Uh, I, I pointed in a direction and to where there was a crossing and JD said okay but his body language was to push me well well okay here's what was happening is that I was telling a story and you were not listening and you were I listened to everything in that story okay that you didn't give Parker Posey uh, no, no, okay we don't have the story yet alright but you keep looking at your phone I was multitasking and, uh, yes that's the term for it and so then the moment you get up, I'm like, all right, let's go on your phone. You're like, Shake Shack's that way. Counter points at a building. Just at a building. I pointed at That the is crosswalk. in the way of a direction he wants to go. When the only way to get that way is to keep walking down the street we're on. It's supposed yeah, to there was a crosswalk there. Darting into the street. And so Connor just points going forward, even though I already started turning this way. Which to me was just the ultimate symbol of Connor's more focused on getting to the Shake Shack than anything else right now. Because I think in Connor's mind, you want to go to Shake Shack, charge the device, and then take the Staten Island Ferry. That is in my mind. 
I can tell. Or go on whatever other adventure, but that is like the next, while we're down in Battery Park City, I want us to, if, if there's a possibility of first stop getting our power up, that's what and I And you're do. probably hungry because you didn't have lunch. Yeah. Um, so what was the end of the Parker Posey interaction? How did it end? It ended with both of us just sort of staring at each other and then just both of us in unison looking away and walking away. Yeah. But after a good 20 seconds of trying to figure out what was happening. It was a truly strange interaction. Uh, it's up and over there. Um, How does that feel short song go? Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to our world. Welcome to our world. Welcome to our world of toys. Welcome to our world. Welcome to our world. Welcome to our world of toys. Laughter, happiness all around. Look up to the sky and to the ground. Toys, 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 toys. Welcome to our world. Welcome to our world. Welcome to our world of toys. T, that stands for toys. O, that stands for out. Y, that stands for you. Psi, that stands for S. Um, I'm not largely familiar with this area. I don't come down here that often. No one does of our own. Why is that? This is not a place for us, Connor. This is not a place for comedians. Um, all right. JD and I are now crossing. Uh, where are we at? We're at uh, West Street and Murray Street. David Murray Street. Uh, call forward. And uh, everyone's sitting in traffic. Like th- These cars are so eager. They're, they're like, most of the cars are pushed well ahead of the line because they are so in a hurry to get where they're going. And there's a lot of traffic back here. A lot of traffic. Uh, I like those buildings. The old ones. Yeah, I, oops, sorry. I overshot, I overshot it slightly. There it is. Um, you doing the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. uh, theme? Look at how big that Freedom Tower is. Yeah, Freedom Tower looks pretty great. I have I to say. I was thinking about this. Yeah. That's a lot of glass. It's a lot of glass. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like if you were a glass maker. Like this day and age, like, you know, buildings used to be a lot of brick, which yeah. is cheaper. But then that's like just like a lot of glass. Yeah. And, it, and it's got to be sturdy glass, too. Like. Yeah. When, uh, when the whole side you of your building is glass. creepy. What? Is that rope hanging out of it? Where's the rope? Out of the windows, out of the slits. Those are slits, not ropes, right? Yeah, but there's ropes, white ropes hanging from it. That is long white rope? That's a long white rope? Yeah. Why is there a rope hanging there? I don't know. I don't see what it's connected to. But it's like blowing in the wind. And the geometry of it makes it look like it's tilted towards us, doesn't it? Like the whole building is. Yeah, like it's going to fall off? Yeah. And that spires are cheap, right? Yeah. Watch out for yourself. Connor just protected me from stepping on. What was either some ketchup sort of juice, <laughs> fruit beverage, or 
watered down blood. Regardless, neither of which I want on my white Converse. That's right. Um, my head was in the clouds. The uh, it's weird that in the tall buildings competition that those spires are allowed to count. Yeah, for I the agree. height. Because it feels like it sets a bad example towards people who want to actually achieve records. Yeah. When you're like, oh, and then I add a... <clears throat> I it's, feel like, like, it's like if you could win the high jump by wearing a tall hat. Yeah. Win it on the jumping, man. It's a great time to come to Shake Shack. This is not a long line. It's not that busy. Yeah. Now, you want to do an outlet scout? Yeah. Mm. This might be a dead end, right? Sit there. What do you want to eat? Um, well, you can order, then I can go around. Okay. All right, I'm going to go over here and order while JD sits there and maybe plugs into the outlet for a second. Uh, I don't come to Shake Shack often. It's kind of a treat for me. Let me see. Hi there, how are you doing? How are you, sir? What? How are you? I'm doing good. Um, could, I, could I just have a uh, plain single hamburger with nothing on it? Okay. And, uh, and maybe a, uh, um, a regular root beer. No, no. Can I have an organic apple juice instead? Yeah. So just the burger and apple juice? I think so, yeah. For here to go, sir. Uh, for here. Um, Connor, is my name? One in or two? Two ends, please. Um, and uh, just pay with that. Thank you. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, now I'm going to go over and sit where JD is with a charger. What's that? Hey, I ordered, so uh, I can sit here with the thing. Right. Do you want? Uh, I was talking while I was ordering a little bit, so if you want to talk or if you want me to sit here and talk, I'll do either way. Uh, I'll talk. Okay, you talk and I'll take it easy. All right, great. JD's going over to order now. I'm going to do one. There actually is an outlet over by seats over there, but there's okay. people in them, so we'll see what the... All right.
I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. What can I get for you? Can I just get two Chicago dogs? And um, do you guys have water by any chance? Yeah, we have this tap water right over there with cups, or you can buy some tea Great. Tap water would be great. Is the dog sitting? Yep. Is that for here to go, sir? Uh, for here, I believe. JD? Uh, I don't, I'm sorry. Thank you so much. Thank you, too. Over there by the corner. Yeah, I'm yes. gonna go stock over. Thanks. And then I'll, I'll come over. Which one stuff. is it? What's that? Which one is it? It's that back corner. Back corner in there? So see there's the family with all the kids? Yeah, yeah. talk about when you're ordering? Uh, I didn't talk about anything. I just ordered. Okay. I was in my head thinking about the outlets. Yeah. Um, head in the clouds. Head in the clouds. Yeah, there's so many areas in New York that I get to so rarely that I basically like get to them as if, as often as someone who would visit New York would get to a place. Right. You know? Like someone who's not only go to Central Park once in a year. Right. Uh, same with down here. Yeah, I... Is that is that one good? The one there? Uh, that's better. The one we really want is right there. Yeah. And they are getting ready for it, right? What's that? And they're getting ready to move. Like, we're just stalking this family that's like... Exactly. When it was, you haven't got the buzz for your food yet. No. Um, all right. JD and I have claimed the, the booth that we wanted. So now JD's going to be able to plug in for a good little while and make it happen, uh, which is great. Great news for us, great news for the episode. Um, load up on power. I'm going to go ahead and open up this uh, 
power. What? Uh, we should check our lav power. Our lav power? Yeah. I'm sure we're fine, but. Yeah, I'm at, I'm still at like essentially full. That's great. Power. Uh, I bought a. Uh, I was about to get a soda, and instead I got this uh, apple juice, which is for children. I think it's the brand is called Honest Kids. Apply Ever After is the pun name, and it's an organic juice drink, which contains water and apple juice. It's 40 calories in a pa- pouch. It's 42 percent juice. And oh no! What's happening? That outlet is not operational. Oh no! Well, okay. Then we won't do Staten Island Ferry. We'll we'll go to the beast. Yeah. That's a bummer. Well, it's too bad. Because we, we position ourselves really nicely. It just wasn't meant to be. I mean, we could eat over by that weird sitting area, but that's not really an eating area. No, I'd rather have a good location with you and have that be the case. Uh, and we're still holding strong at those two, two bars there. Yeah. But no, once I'm, we get down to that final one... I just don't know if we can do an hour excursion... Yeah. We could get trapped in Staten Island. Although, maybe we'd find outlets in Staten Island and wait there for a while and be trapped over there getting power. Yeah, we could do that. Um, who knows? Maybe there'll be another outlet somewhere else in our future, but I don't know where, where else you'd find power downtown like this, so, yeah. so far down. Mm. JD, just that, that noise food. in the background was JD getting his food. I'll let you talk while you walk over there. I'm walking and talking. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm more stressed about the power situation. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, because I keep having to think about the power stuff. Just because I would feel bad if it didn't, if it didn't work. But, you know, sometimes that's how the world happens. And now I'm putting condiments on my hot dog here. I think Connor's probably watching me to see if I'm talking, so I feel inclined to keep talking. But I'm tired. I'm tired and this thing's stressing me out a little bit. Not the podcast, but just the power situation. I can tell how much Connor wants to go to Staten Island Ferry. But I just don't know if the power can handle it. Now, J.D., what did you get? You got two... I got two hot dogs. Two hot dogs. I, I, perhaps I should have gotten two hamburgers. I don't know. Well, um, you also don't get stuff on your hamburgers. That's true. Whereas those hot dogs are so fully loaded. Well, I'm very much a condiments man myself. Yeah, that looks like it's way more condiments than hot dog. Um, I wasn't sure whether you've gotten only condiments. Can I borrow one of your napkins? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I will say that I usually don't ever get Shake Shack on occasions when there's like bad weather. Right. Near Madison Square Park. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh. There's no line. I'll go there and get it. And even then, it still takes 
in like 10 minutes. But I never understand the people who wait for an hour in line for it. Almost nothing can live up to that when you're not yeah. waiting in a social way. It's just a long, unpleasant line. Yeah. Mm. I like, I'll go there late at night when there's no line also. Mm-hmm. I do like sitting there though. With all the intelligent, the intelligent squirrels of Madison Square Park. Mm-hmm. That's a charming family on the on a bicycle there. Yeah. That looks almost like a Wes Anderson family. They look so like together. Yeah. It's a family all wearing like tan pea coats and like circular bike helmets on like a three-person bike. No. It's like um. A mother and two daughters, I assume, or a daughter and a friend, maybe? Yeah. And they, they look like their life is uh, a, a well-considered life. Mm-hmm. There's been some thought and effort put into it. It's always tricky, you know, with, with like... It's all different kinds of families, the way people choose to like raise their kids. And it's weird. Like everybody has to find their own, everyone has their own personality that affects the way they raise their kids. And some families are really cool in the way that they're pretty laid back about everything. And some families are pretty cool in the way that they're like super organized and like, let's do this, let's do this. Like some families are very project oriented and some families are very like taking it easy. And it's such a fine line in terms of whether or not the parents or parent is in sync with their own kids about that kind of thing. Like all it takes is if you're a project mom or a project dad and your kids aren't into projects and it doesn't sync up or you're a taking it easy like we're just super casual kind of parents right and your kids are want to be more structured right um what do you think your family was um i feel like my mom was always good about um planning activities keeping us busy making sure that we were had things that we were doing right that you were like engaged yeah but she was also like, I also didn't feel over-structured by her. Right. And that from a very young age, it was apparent that I was pretty happy playing with my own imagination. Right. That she could basically leave me in my room with puzzles or action figures or, what, or like, crayons and paper, and I would be entertained for the whole day without needing without any needing attention. Without needing to interact with it, yeah. Mm. That's good. That's probably a good balance. It's probably the correct balance. Yeah, but... You know, we would go to the park, and we would... We, there, I never felt like it was just one or the other. I felt like it was a nice moderation of it. Right. But, like, when I, when I see that parent with their daughters, everybody seems like they're, like... I mean, I'm just basing this on a momentary glance, but my, my image of them is, like, oh, they like to do, like, let's get on the bike, girls. We're going here. We're going there. Right. Mm. And then my, I think it, what it, having some of that structure. 
Like, I would never really, like, for someone who consumed a lot of, a lot of TV, I was, I don't think I was ever really just, like, I want to sit in front of the TV all day. Um, because for me, the TV was always a source of inspiration for things. It wasn't, like, the end result. Right. And I tend to think that's even somewhat true now. In the sense that when I'm watching things, it tends to be things that I will use as the engine for uh, inspiring, even if it's even uh, not directly inspiring something, but like I feel like an active watcher of things. Like there's very few things that I watch casually. Right. It, it feels very like a very foreign experience to me is whenever I'm on. Um, in a hotel when I'm on, on tour. Right. Uh, and I just have a TV with a handful of channels and I don't know what's on and I'm just right. flipping. That feels very bizarre to me. Like, that doesn't feel like normal behavior. Right. Yeah, I've been without TV for three years now. So I don't flip channels. It's not a part of my life. Yeah. So when I'm somewhere that happens, I don't know how to do it or what joy to take from it. You know what I mean? Like, I can't do it. Yeah. Very similar to what you're talking about. Like, I just... It feels strange to me. Let me have yeah. more water. Do you want anything? No, I'm good. Let me have water and napkins. I'll talk while you're going. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Katie's just going to get some water. And I'm sitting here, you know... Uh, it's a nice sunset. Uh, if you're ever in New York City, and many of the people who listen to this, I guess, are in New York City, but, like... There is something about when you're in, like, the downtown area, like the Battery Park area is a great place at dusk. You know, like, the the way the sun hits the buildings down here, and particularly if you get down to the water where the Statue of Liberty is and everything like that, it's just it's one of the nicest places to experience the sunset, I think. I mean, there's a lot of nice places to do it, but I think there's something especially nice about seeing the sun setting in the west and how it kind of reflects over the water of the... Uh, of the Hudson River, or where the Hudson meets, like the, at the bottom, where the where all where the rivers sort of meet. Um, I'm watching JD over at the uh, place where he gets the water. Looks like there's like a small child who's in his way, and JD is trying his best to navigate and negotiate past that. Uh, he did it. He got his water. You had some interference there. Yeah, there are some kids. Whose dad? Got, oh, goddammit! Got cops from to Did share their milkshake. Put his leg on the table. I'm in like a weird mood today. You are in a weird mood today. Am I in a weird mood? No. I mean, I just had a bad weekend. No. And I'm tired. And so, like before, I think I had a more constant, fil- like less filter. Just and now I'm like filtering out a lot of like my being in a bad mood, kind of and, like being stressed out by stuff. Yeah. Instead of putting more of a wall, like, because I think before I'd be like, just sort of like, well, let's talk about this, get this. Whereas this, I'm just like, I don't want to get into anything. Because all it's going to come out is that I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. So I'm just sort of being quiet. Um. Yeah, like you were, you were sort, you were pretty grouchy in the first episode for the first half because you didn't want to be up that early. At a certain point, you may have to. I'm under how many episodes in which you're in a bad mood before we have to acknowledge that maybe you're just a guy who's in a bad mood. I'm in a bad mood all the time, though. Do you think that's true? I don't think that's true, but I think at a certain point, like, maybe this podcast puts you in a bad mood. If we did... Let's say we got to six episodes, 
And if you were in a bad mood in four of them, we'd but have so to look at So far, I've only been in a bad mood in this one. And only a portion of the first one. Oh. Uh, but I was, what's interesting to me is that you're not someone who is generally in a bad mood. So it's interesting that the the uh, set the the twenty four to forty eight. What is this at? No, thirty six. Thirty six hours uh, that we will have captured so far will have captured a disproportionate amount of you in a in a grumpy uh, state. Well, I also think it's not really noticeable when I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're still I, cordial and civil. Right. I'm just not, not like... You're not celebrating. You know I'm not, not in a good mood because you know the version of me that can be very like... Let's do well, this. let's do this. Let's go do this. Let's, let's make this happen. Yeah. Whereas me in a bad mood is like, I don't know if we can do that. Let's just stay here. <laughs> um, I was thinking it's a nice place down here. This is a really nice area to experience dusk. The way that the, the light hits, not not this area necessarily, but yeah, like... Yeah, you want to go down and look at the... Yeah, whenever we're... Um, I'm going to use the bathroom. I'm going to try to quietly use the okay. bathroom. I'm going to see if I can maintain my streak of... You can mute your... Uh... No. Okay. I want to do it without... Uh, so, far it's been a, so far, I've had a skill level of... Uh, Being under the side of the bowl. I've managed to do two episodes without, without uh, it being audible. I don't care that it's audible. I know you don't, but for someone me... On, someone on the, the, the notepad was like, you can hear JVP, and I'm like, don't care. Yeah. Right, well, we'll see. I'll listen. You're going to listen? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Very nervous about this. Hopefully, maybe there's some of the ambient sound. Oh, right. oh sorry. Also, as... Can you wait? All right. As uh, Connor's walking away, people are looking at him. Because he's talking to himself. I have a real social anxiety about whether someone's in the bathroom or not. I don't like checking if you can't tell. Uh, I know that someone's in one of the two bathrooms here, but there's no real way of telling. Okay, all right, there you go. Thank thank you. All right, I'm in the bathroom now. So this is going to be hard because it's... uh, It's hard to... When you know that that's what I'm doing, it's very hard. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a way that I can mask this. Uh, I I haven't stressed any folks. Okay, that's one way is by turning on the faucet, which is a little bit wasteful. And this is bad, it's wasteful and it's bad audio. I feel like maybe that'll mask it. Guys, I'm going to act like I'm in there with Connor right now. So, uh, this is a pretty good tiling in here, don't you think? Pretty nice wallpaper. Now, uh, I don't know what, if it's going to sound weird to the people who are outside of the bathroom. It might sound a little weird. There's someone talking in here. Yeah, because we can see you talking uh, yourself. I really don't. Uh, I don't want to be that right weird. Right now, Connor's... I don't want to come out of the bathroom and have people think there's a weirdo in there. Right now, Connor's doing a hip thrusting motion. I think that the faucet trick may have helped. Because you're probably hearing any more you're probably just hearing any more. I think I have successfully done this. And there's that That's mighty a mistake, what that is. 
that was just automated. Now, I'm going to use this Dyson Airway. long line of people outside of the bathroom when I came out. I don't know if they could hear me talking. And I'm back with JD now. Hello, Connor. What did it sound like? Uh, the water, the running the water thing was strange. It was strange? Yeah. But it did cover the sound of it, right? It did, but it was, as you said, wasteful. Yeah, that's true. And uh, it just made it sound like you're peeing the entire time. But, it, but I wasn't. No. I don't think any, I don't, I think even a skilled audio engineer might not be able to pinpoint the difference between the running water. I just knew there was no way in that bathroom I was going to be able to mask it without having the running water sound. So you went for a scorched earth approach. I did. I always, when in doubt, will go for a scorched earth approach. That's my style. And, What's our Twitter handle? Uh, it's one, two... HR JD Connor, I think. Oh, it, w- it was coming up as if I didn't follow it. Um, and we were—I think we we're just now about to reach the six-hour mark. Yeah. The halfway point, if you will. JD is uh, twittering, I think. Yeah. Sorry, I'm being quiet. That's again. okay. That's okay. Um, and I am. Boy. Okay, I'm gonna. I have to be all. Awesome. Okay. I bet I could do a worse job than you. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to that Dyson Airblade, though. Yeah, uh, I always feel like those take longer than they say they're taking going to take. Yeah, they don't work. I mean, they work, but they work, but they take forever. Yeah. Dyson Airblade are the evaporation might as well. Stick your hands into it, right. and no, so they're I'm the fastest, back. most hygienic way of drying your hands. I, I still feel like we've spent a lot of, a lot of. Uh, it feels like a lot of effort, a lot of money in the past decade has gone into technology in public bathrooms for like motion-activated stuff. Like you wave your hand in front of it, and then the towel comes out, or. You stick your hand in and it blows hot air for 20 seconds. And it still feels to me like maybe we haven't progressed past what, you know, when we had trifolded paper towels, you just pulled one out and the next one came out. I still feel like that was maybe more efficient than putting electronic machines in bathrooms. I don't know. I'm just sitting alone in a Shake Shack talking to myself now. It doesn't look like I'm. With another so person. Really need signs at all? So I just look crazy. I don't know. Um, but I don't care. Like I don't like. I literally just made eye contact with a woman who looked at me like now, a there's a psycho talking to himself alone I in a booth like that shakes me. I feel like now we live in a in a culture where enough people have. Um, like their Bluetooth or something in, so like walking down the street and they look crazy, but they're really on the phone. Like, automatically, if I put my finger to my ear, which I'm doing now, I know I look more like I'm talking to a real person than if I'm just sitting here talking. Um, 
But I don't care if I look crazy. Like, I'm, I don't know any of the people here. It doesn't matter to me. It's a strange society um, thing where people... Looking at, there's a bunch of people... Um, have their bikes... Uh, have their bikes chained up here place. and the thing I'm noticing that I don't think I've noticed before is, there we go. is this a, I, I'm probably just that I haven't been observant the Get bike seats are wrapped in plastic like a there. plastic bag wrapped Much around them the is that just to prevent them from getting rained on uh, I don't know I assume it's that you just bring a little plastic bag to wrap your bike seat in you don't have to sit on it if it's wet I think those are tend to be a little bit like water resistant or water repellent, right? So you could okay, just yeah. wipe them, just brush them off. Smoke cigarettes. That. There are one, two, three, Thanks, four, America. five, six. Uh, that. The last thing to use. All with the volume off. I don't fully understand what the point is. Like one of the TVs, like the sports TV channels, I guess. There's enough text on your average uh, sports broadcast just that there is the some value to it. Connor's been talking the whole time, hasn't he? But have you been talking the whole time? Yeah. You been talking too? Yeah. Oh, that was probably a great effect. Just put these guys on. I, I didn't feel like I should. But I'm wondering why. Like, what is the use of having Democracy Now on without subtitles? Just to see Amy Goodman talking. Hey, how come Get the Show's not on? Democracy Now is on. Well, it's the wrong time. It's never the wrong time, brother. Were you talking the whole time? Yeah. I hope that that was listenable. I bet it wasn't. You think? Yeah. I was thinking about a sociological thing that happens where people don't hold bathroom doors for each other. Yeah. Because I think it's like, I don't want to admit that I'm letting you into this place where I just use the bathroom. So then I made sure to hold the door for the person after me. And he said, thank you. I wonder if in some contexts... Uh, it becomes a thing that's so abnormal that then people would be even more suspicious of someone doing it. Like, here, go in here. Yes, enter here. After me. All right, shall we walk to the... Let's walk to water. Battery Park. Well, apologies, listeners, viewers, uh, for my mistake in talking over JD. I thought we were going to do, like, a trade-off kind of thing. I, that probably would have made sense. I just didn't think. It's okay. As you were walking away, I didn't see you talking, so I kind of thought, oh, I guess JD's not going to talk. There's a lot of good moments in there. You also probably masked my yeah. piece out. Yeah, I should have thought. I didn't even think to use those headphones while you were in there. I'm a dummy. All right. I'm going to clear away my garbage. And... Oh, no. Turn the audio way up. Leave my tray there. How are we doing now? Oh, still too high. All right. Still too high. There we go. I actually turned the audio way up. Thank you, Connor. I know. We thought we had it all figured out. We thought we were kings. Uh-oh, I know what time it is for JD. What time is it, JD? Cardigan time. 
Hey, Jimmy, uh, is that a, what is the purpose of the plastic bags over the seats? Uh, if it rains, that your seat doesn't get wet, maybe? Hey, look at all the movies. We could have gone to see Draft Day. Uh, have you seen... Uh, the Muppets movie. No, I've seen what? Uh, the Muppets movie. I haven't. Uh, we can go see the Muppets I was about, and do our I was about to make uh, a mean joke with the Muppets be like Muppets most worthless or something uh-huh. but then that kid and dad walked by and he's like the Muppet move and I was like I didn't want to like be the older kid that like bullies he's like that movie sucks the kid's like well I want to see that movie yeah I mean if I think about it this way you know like when I was when I was a kid and I was I was I was a kid this is essentially would've... a Muppets podcast in terms of the amount of... The amount of time we talk about Muppets? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know how, like, you'll have those statistics about, like... Let's make this. You'll read those statistics where, like, studies show that, like, the average man thinks about sex every 1.3 seconds. Yeah. I feel like for you and me, you could just replace that with Muppets. Yeah, or the, fucking... The, the, average, the average J.D. and Connor thinks about Muppets every 1.3 seconds. Yeah. Um... Sorry. Um, oh, you almost had a. Uh, uh, if you got hit by a bike, that would be such a great call does. forward. Now, now when I think about it, now, I would have Let's been. Let's go Muppet for Muppet. What do you mean? We go until someone runs out of Muppets. Oh, no. No, you'll <laughs> win this. You'll win this easily. Um, I'm actually not that good at remembering names of things, though. Yeah, I know, but you will in this. I'm. I'm as passionate as I am about them, I'm bad at remembering. I mean, we can try it, but it'll be embarrassingly bad on no, my I just, part. Maybe we don't have to. Um, the this is oh, I like I this. I did an improv show down here once. I like this area. Yeah. Um, I had an improv show in here. Oh, this, me too. We both did. Yeah. Is that the same night? Yeah. That we, was we, the, the we, first ever swag show. We hung out in this little area. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, what I was going to say was um, when, when I was a kid, like, I would have been inclined to be especially aware of, like, when, being a kid into, like, Disney. I would have been very aware of, like, uh, when the golden age of Disney was, like, right. the golden age of Disney animation. But I was still very much into, like, anything new that Disney came out with. Like, when, when Mickey's Christmas Carol came out, I was like, oh, I was, like, obsessed with it. Right. I was like, this is classic Disney. They've, like, got... They're bringing in, like, characters from uh, the adventures of uh, Mr. Toad. They, right. Uh, like, uh, they, they're bringing in, like, obscure... Char- like, that... Because that cartoon, which was... It was released as a... It's, like, a 25-minute... Like, 30-minute long... Thing, right. it was, you would go when it, when the, the rescue was, was re-released with Mickey's Christmas Carol in front of it, right? And I was I could not have been more obsessed with that uh, that short. And to me, it was just like, oh, this is perfect. And when I think about it now, I'm like, oh, but that was like, in some ways, like every, almost everybody involved in making that would have been. A, la- a later generation of Disney like that wasn't like that was none of the original Di- you know Frank uh, uh, like the original like Disney's Nine Old Men uh, 
would have been involved in making that, I don't think. Right. So in some ways, how would that be that different than like a Muppets Most Wanted type project, you know? Yeah, uh, I want to come down to these courts. JD's just been looking at the basketball courts. Yeah. Um, so like, even though I was aware that like, uh, there, there were no longer like things made by the original people who did Disney, I still would have been so into like, oh, they're making new stuff that's great. Right. So even as a especially snobby child, and I could be like really snobby about things like that, uh, anytime a new thing came out, I'd be excited about it. So like, I can imagine even a little kid like me would have been like, oh, but they're making new Muppet things, you know? Right. Like I get really excited when like Chuck Jones would make a new Bugs Bunny cartoon for TV. Even though I was aware, like, that the animation was no longer as good as it used to be, or even that the jokes would be right. too familiar. Like, that's the thing that makes me sad. That the, I, I, on my DVR, have started taping on Boomerang anytime they show Looney Tunes. And I'm just doing it, I sort of watch it, I'll scan through and see if there's anything obscure that I haven't seen before. Should have done that way, right? To Battery Park? Uh, where are we trying to go? To where the, oh, where, where did the thing happen? It happened up there? Yeah. So it didn't happen down in this direction of it? No, because he said it's right there. Okay. Because remember, he said it's the part where you have to walk east right before the skate park. And skate park gotcha. Right um, well, do you want to uh, acknowledge the Statue of Liberty? No. <laughs> Look at it. There's the Statue of Liberty. That's what people saw when they came from their countries abroad. It's true. Uh, my sister lives in one of those buildings right there. See so the two buildings that are Steve there? Steve Tice used to live in that building. Yeah? Right there. Like, the mine's the, the sister's the second, like, big one there? Yeah. It's paired. Oh, right, right, That's cool. Yeah. Is she there now? Probably. Or heading there. Yeah, she's probably there right now. Tell her to open her window and wave. Uh, her view's the other way. Well, then forget it, Connor. Um, then forget everything. Already done it. I love. You I know, always think about that. Like, if she had, if her window was open, I would love if there's just like a way to form a zip line from there to here. Uh huh. So that you could zip line across. I mean, if we're making wishes, wouldn't you just wish to fly? No, just zip practical lines. wishes. My my wishes are: I want a zip line gun. Like Batman. Yeah. I could stand out the water like with waves like this. Like, I could. I could just stand here all night. I have a, yeah. I've th- in fact, I mentioned before, but I feel like they're, uh, humans are innately uh, drawn to the comfort, ocean. Comforted around water because it fulfills one of our needs. Like when we're around fire and water, that's when people are, like the most relaxed. Which is yeah. why, like, when you go to like a beach house and you have like a fire on the beach, you just like feel so relaxed because like there's this Neanderthal part of your brain that's like, I need water and heat. Yeah. And I have them both. And just looking at them, you become yeah. enamored by both. I also just, like, it's sort of amazing. Like, I'm always amazed when, and it happens to everybody, that, like, uh, that, like, when you're in an airplane, that people don't look at the clouds more. Yeah. That, like, sometimes I'll look around on the plane and be like, is anyone else looking at the clouds? And maybe there'll be, like, a couple little kids doing it. Yeah. But I'm like, this is one of the closest things to, like, it it's almost feels supernatural. It almost feels like this shouldn't exist. And I feel that way about waves in water. 
Like, the way that waves work is endlessly fascinating to me. Like, it just seems like magic. Well, I think about it in the context of, like, gravity also, is that, like, the only reason these exist right now is because there's this thing called gravity, this force that we've called gravity. Yeah. It just pulls everything towards the center of objects of large mass. So the only reason this stuff is all here is because it's all just trying to get down towards the center of mass, which is such an insane thing. Yeah. Like that if you got rid of gravity, all of a sudden it's like, and everything would just, like... Yeah. Waves would cease. Like, when you have a similar thing like that, when you have, like, lemmings... Yeah. The phenomenon of, like, the lemmings run into the sea, like, in that context... You know, that's fake, right? Yeah. But even when people believed it was real... Yeah. Like, it was like, that's crazy. Why would anything do that? But there's a million other things that are... Almost everything else in nature has that form. The reason that's believable is because so many things in nature have that kind of insanity to them. Yeah. That It seems normal, but it's like... You know what we could do? What? We could take the New York waterway. What's that? Into Queens. You can take that boat all the way around up to Long Island City. Really? Yeah. How long does that take? Uh, like half an hour, 45 minutes. How much is it? Like seven bucks. Where does it go from? From there, and then it stops at Governor's Island, Dumbo, two more stops in Brooklyn Long Island City yeah I'd have a lot of time to film then fill yeah. that on the thing we can just keep walking up just keep walking up I think we can it would just be loud also yeah it would be fun for us but wouldn't be fun for listeners to just hear wind and us being like we're on a boat still yeah um Everyone's having a good time down in Battery Park City, it yeah, seems like. it's been one of those days in New York where everyone's out and about. Yeah. Like, it feels like everybody is celebrating. And I certainly, like, if, if the way it feels now was the way it always felt in New York, I would be fine. Like, I'd have no issue with this part of the weather. Although, I will say I'm residually still a little bit zapped by the heat, like, from earlier. Like, I can it is feel... funny how slight the difference was, though. Yeah, but like, it's like, I can tell that I've been sweating today. Right. Like, I can feel it. But, like, we only dropped a couple degrees and just lost the sun. That's the big one, though. Yeah. The fiery ball of gas that's just, like, pointing yeah. light at my skin and turning it to the color of cooked ham. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a... I don't know if this is an expression or if I'm just... Or if it's just a lyric from a Nick Cave song, but there's a description in a Nick Cave song where he describes someone as having a face like boiled meat. Right. And I feel like that's what my face looks like when I get sunburned. Sure. Boiled meat. That's sort of what it is. Not boiled, but baked. baked. But it looks boiled. Like, boiled seems somehow... Boiling meat always seems slightly like, oh, that's like the worst way to cook it, right? Yeah. I actually, I like boiled chicken. Maybe. If you boil chicken and then put it in the refrigerator so it's like cold. Yeah. And then have that with, my mom used to do that with uh, a mayonnaise and mustard dipping sauce. Uh-huh. I always really liked that. But if I like boiled you a steak? Nah, I'm not a big boiled steak guy. Boiled you some ham? I don't think I, you know, I don't know if it's I probably had, be fine. Yeah. It probably tastes fine. What do I know? Um. Oh, boy. So we're getting close to Kevin's uh, the scene of the zero. crime. Yeah. 
Uh, there's a little garden down here that's kind of nice. Yeah. Little, uh, are those tulips? Or are those... What are those? Uh, they look like tulips to me. Um, Dog-free lawn. Dog-free. Dog-free lawn. Yeah, those are definitely tulips. Um, there's a dog who wants that lawn. That's a dog-free lawn. It's free for dogs. What Uh, a day for a day dream. What a day for a day dream. Uh, If we didn't have these bags, we could go city biking all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I should... Once I have more money, I want to buy, like, a better portable recording Uh bag. Yeah. Just because I'm wearing a messenger bag, which is actually doing a pretty good job of containing it all, but... Yeah. It's still a little unruly. Um, What's another thing... So you said you might buy something from Labyrinth if you were going to splurge. Ernest's Hat and Vest. Ernest's Hat and Vest was a good one. I feel like that's a true thing that you would buy. Yes. It's almost like we have Ernest Hat and Vest. It costs $100,000, and you just made a big deal for some, like to the point where you, I'm imagining you in a position where you're at the point where it's like, ah, I've, I've paid off my place where I live. I have a second place where I. I would have to know. have like $200 million, unta- like post taxes. For me to want to be want to spend a hundred thousand, and I would still feel so guilty about it. Okay, let's say thirty thousand dollars. Yes, I was gonna say that's probably my limit if I were like. But two hundred million is a lot. I bet if you had ten million dollars, you would buy the Ernest thing for thirty thousand dollars. I don't think so. If you had ten million dollars, I would feel too guilty about like. It's family going through tough times, and you know what I mean. If they were like, for this charity auction. Okay. The money is going to, and it was a great cause. If it was that, yes, maybe I would. But I'm just saying if, to just buy it. Yeah. Uh, so the Ernest thing. Uh, uh, from Labyrinth, what would I want? I would want from Labyrinth. How much would you pay for an original permit? Uh, I don't think I'd want one. Okay. So nothing. Zero. No. So it was like 10 bucks. That would feel too sad. To, I'd feel really sad if I had, like, if Kermit was just, like, in my apartment, like, in my house. You know what I mean? Like, you can always donate it to a Muppet Museum. I mean, yeah. in this context, I'd, presumably I, there's nobody who wants it in this hypothetical context. I just think for me, I would not want to be in charge of Kermit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want his future to be dependent on me taking good care of him. Okay, well, how about they're like, look. We're closing down such and such exhibit. We got no place to store this stuff, so a lot of this stuff's going to get destroyed. Okay, um, if they're going to destroy Kermit, unless I no, pay no. for it. No, what they say is, you can get um, Scred and all of the Saturday Night Live Muppets. Right. Would you want those? No. I'd the make full, great. I'd like great. Put them in the furnace. Uh, the full menagerie of Saturday Night Live. Muppets. I'm not that. I'm not that attached to Saturday Night Live ones. I mean, like I like them, but like, I'm not going to like. Just give me spend a dollar, money on that. Give me a dollar amount. They're like, look, we're going to throw these away. Or we can sell them to you. What's the dollar amount? 400 Like, for something you don't like, that's pretty high. But I mean, like, you know, like... Because I'd just be in charge of them then, you know? Yeah. I'm just in charge... 
There's too many things I have to be in charge of right now. It's tough to be the boss. I like being in charge of some things, but I don't like being in charge of everything. I don't, I don't like, like being in charge of spread. I don't like being in charge of anything. Oh, we just passed where Kevin is. Is that where it was? Yeah, right here. Hey, bikes and walkers, right here. All right, we are at the spot where Kevin Hines got hit by a bike. Yeah, this is it right here. This is where Kevin got hit. This is hit. where it happened. You heard it reported earlier. And let's oh, just... Oh, maybe one of these stains is his blood. Maybe one of these... Let's look for a little bit of Kevin Hines' blood. Let's look for clues. Okay, here's a clue. Yeah? A flatbread pizza box. Maybe one of the bike riders. Maybe one of the bike riders. Was... Someone had left him flatbread pizza. And they were in a rush to find it before anyone else got to it. I buy that. And that's really the only piece of evidence that I can see around here. But I want to just watch for a few minutes to see if there are other interactions between bikers and pedestrians. Or if maybe Kevin was in the wrong, if you can figure that out. Now I see some dogs. Because he was walking north because he said he had just gone to the east portion and was right before the skate park. Where did you say the bikes were coming from? Behind him, right? And he said there were about 40 bikes. Right. That's a lot of bikes. I think that's an exaggeration. I think that's an exaggeration, too. I think he might have meant to say four. Or maybe 10 bikes would be a lot in this space. Yeah. What? Like if 10 bikes came by right now, that would feel like it was like, oh, is there a bike race here? Because right now, we haven't, since those first two bikes, I've seen a child, I see a child with a little razor scooter, but I don't see anything else on wheels around here. Which would actually point to the idea that the, expecta the, right. the expectation is that this is for walkers. Because there's here. a lot of two people walking together. Yeah. And I'm assuming he was not, I, well, here's my assumption. He was Is not he got walking. on a skateboard? Who definitely heard you say that? Uh, he was not walking on the wrong side because they came from behind him and traffic goes to the right. And there's a lot of people walking next to each other on the right hand side. And in this particular area, there is steps right here, which is why the bikes couldn't zoom out wide to get out of the way. Yeah. So my guess is they're just going too fast. Because there's far more walkers than there are bikers. I've seen, we've seen no bikes yet. It's true. Like there's a city bike on its way, but that's about four dozen walkers have passed in the time. Now let's, I'm very interested to see how this city biker handles himself when he gets to this area. Because this is clearly... Well, he went straight, so... Well, that's one way. Another skateboarder, and he is going fast. Doing a big pump and pump with his right leg. And he managed to navigate the area pretty, pretty cleanly. Yeah. Again, no bikes coming that we can see. Here's another two skateboarders. Oh, here's a child pursuit. on a scooter. Oh man. Didn't quite land it. Uh, one of the three skateboarders uh, wiped out on the ground there. Uh, so a child on a scooter. But no bikers. I mean, 
it's safe to say at this point, based on just a few minutes' observation, that if you asked me, is this an area where people ride their bicycles, I'd say, oh, every now and then, yeah. someone might ride a bike. But you certainly should, could, should be able to feel safe in the expectation that this is walker territory. Yeah. And we live by walker rules. Texas Ranger rules. Little child is doing very well on the scooter on his own. Some uh, 10 to 20 feet uh, ahead of his guardian, who is on her phone. Uh, a lot of the skateboarders like to jump up onto these stairs here. Doing a pretty good job of it. Do uh, you want to say where we are location-wise, if people want to come down to this part of Battery Park? Yeah, we're at uh, Chamber Street and West Road. Over by the I water? Mean, you heard this, Kevin's trip as well as we did. It's right after you, moving north, right after you take the, the dip in eastward, right before the skate park on the, the far west side by the water. And it's lovely out. I would say this. I would not be comfortable skateboarding down in this area. Yeah? And, and trying anything that I wasn't totally comfortable with, because if I slip, your board could go right in the water. Oh, you, you think you'd go over the, the rail? No, the board would slip under the railing. Oh, right, yeah, you could lose your board. Which, like, there goes 80 bucks right there. 80 bucks in the water. Well, I was going to say we were going to wait until another bicycle came by, but bicycle traffic has been so infrequent that yeah. I think we'd be here all evening. Yeah. Uh, far more st baby strollers than bicyclers at this point. Yeah. Far more. I kind of wish that Kevin Hines had been hit by uh, a bunch of baby strollers. Yeah, I agree. I think the story would be... Sadder. I mean, I don't think he'd be as badly hurt. No. Well, you want to start heading east? Let's head north and then east. Let's north and then east? North. It's just still pretty far south. It's true. Wow, where are we heading to? I guess eventually to the beast to charge up, right? Yeah. So then let's head north and then east. I just don't want to walk through the city if we can walk along the water. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh oh, that guy fell. Another white bat. Here we go. What's happening? A bike? But he went straight. But there, we can see him from a distance. Yeah. There's a bicyclist. The bicyclists do avoid this particular path. Perhaps the word is out that this was a site of an incident. And maybe the biking community has set the word out. Maybe they've already heard the podcast and sent word out. Steer clear. Wait, where'd he go? Oh, there he is. Gliding along. Up oh, here comes another one. Feast or famine with bikes here. Well, certainly for Kevin Hines, it was a feast. See, here comes two. See if they make the turn. Oh. I like Three. our odds. I like our odds. Four. Oh, maybe this is exactly what... Maybe these... Uh-oh. Maybe we're seeing the, like, uh, the nightmare scenario take place. Maybe we've it traveled back in time and we it, can... Oh, my God. It almost makes me want to step out in their path to recreate the incident. If they make the turn, we should do it. 
just to test them and see if they make the turn, JD and I will walk like pedestrians. All right, we're doing it. Here are we go. Are going to make the turn? They made the turn. They have made the turn. So JD and I are going to recreate. I mean, this is, this, we're okay, talking about risk taking. All right, JD and I are on the path and we are going to walk. There we go. And recreate what happened with the city bikes. There are multiple city bikes behind us. We are going, we are very clearly walking in the path. <laughs> we know that there We're are playing with bikes. fire. We know that there is one version of this scenario yeah. that does not end well. Racing towards us right now. Oh boy. They, all right, the first bike has cleared JD. Clear. Very well. Don't look back. Part of the thrill is not looking back, JD. I'm nervous. I'm nervous too. Uh, in a way, this will be a victory not just for us, but for Kevin Hines. Kevin and Kat, yeah. To show that what happened to him. Are, are there any more behind us? I don't think there are now. Is that the only they one? They evaporated. No, they must have stopped. Short. They must have stopped. They must have realized, looking ahead, that there was no point. That was nerve-wracking, I'll tell you what. Didn't feel safe. It did not feel safe. Didn't, uh, did... For those of you who don't fully understand what we just did, JD and I just stepped out into the path and recreated... We were exactly where Kevin was when he was hit, in the exact same scenario. With what we believe to be the same amount of bites as there actually were happening. Because your, your theory was that there, when he said 40, that in reality there were probably four bites. To me, it felt like that episode of Star Trek where they keep reliving the same thing over and over again. That's right. There's also a very good episode of The X-Files where that happens. So we, we ended the episode. We like made it out. We made it yeah, out. Yeah, we, bro we broke the pattern. Oh, that's the one where the Enterprise we, blows up every time? Yeah. Great episode. Oh, actually, what you're thinking of is... I'm thinking of the Next Generation episode. Is there one of the original Well, series? I'm thinking of the Next Generation episode where... Uh, you're thinking of the finale. Nope. There's one where the Enterprise blows up, and then they you experience all the same scenes again, and there's little differences each time, but they start realizing that they're trapped in a loop. Right. Oh, yes. They're, right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. We're both talking about the same one. Right. But they're also the finale that sort of happens. The finale, he jumps around in time. Exactly. Um, boy, man, the finale of Next Generation was so good that they were never really able to ever... Like, they actually... They did such a good job on the finale that they, in some ways, wounded the possibility of a successful Next Generation film franchise. Yes. Because... They were never able to top that finale in the movies. Well, that's also one of the best sci-fi episodes of television that exists. Yeah. I mean, but, the thing about Next Generation is that it get, just keeps getting better. Yeah. It's, and throughout it's, it, it has, like, great episodes inter like you know scattered throughout. It's not like, yeah. oh, skip that season. Yeah. I'd say the only season that's sort of like, ah, move past it, like, watch it but don't worry, is season one. Yeah, I will say, I don't know that there's an example of a show starting so weak and getting to that level of quality. But like, I, I don't think it started so weak. It just started... I just mean compared to where it old, got. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I can't think of another show that had a bigger uh, curve in terms of... Uh, wow. Like, yes. Normally, if there's any show that's as good as Next Generation was at, at its peak, if you then say, like, okay, let's go to where it started, Next Generation is lower than any of those other shows. Sure. I'm trying to think of any other possible show that would be like that. Because most good shows start off close to the level of goodness they are and maybe get a little better. Right. You know, maybe you have a show like 
breaking it out of the wire where some people will feel like, oh, it gets a little better in another season. Yeah. But it's pretty rare that, like, if there were nine, well, there wouldn't have been. If there were, like, eight or nine seasons of it at the quality of season one, you'd get tired of it real quick. Yes. You wouldn't make it to season four of a show that, that right. was as good as season one. Did you ever watch Deep Space Nine? I did. There was a point where I fell away from it. I hit that point and I stopped. Yeah. Uh, basically, there's this one episode, the one finale is the best, maybe one of the best sci-fi space battles uh-huh. that exists. Yeah. And then it all sort of goes downhill. Yeah. After that. And it gets very soapy and sort of dumb. But there's a space battle that I literally was cheering in my apartment. Oh, wow. Did you get to that part? I may have. I, I, it's been a long, I haven't seen With it With the Jem'Hadar? The battle? I may have, but it's been so long. I, w- I would have watched it on original broadcast, right, yeah. and it's been a long time. Because I watched All of Next Gen, and people were like, you have to watch Deep Space Nine. Because it was the first, people consider it like one of the first sci-fi series to really do like uh, season-long arc yeah. space opera stuff. Yeah. And man, is it good. Yeah. There's wonky stuff here and there, but overall it is a great show. And arguably has some episodes of it that are better than... Some of the best Star Trek episodes, period. Yeah. Because it's such an interesting premise that I just love so much. Yeah. The whole idea that it's like, no, this isn't the most important. Like, this sort of like a ragtag, sort of forgotten corner of the universe that then just happens to become this pivotal yeah. chess piece in this giant intergalactic battle. Yeah. But the people involved sort of aren't equipped to be at that level, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not like Picard, who's, like, this, like, sort of flawless captain. Yeah. Captain Sisko sort of isn't a great captain. Uh-huh. He is, but, like, he's flawed, but not flawed in, like, the modern, like, flawed hero way. And he's, like, flawed in the sense that, like, he makes bad decisions sometimes. Yeah. And not out of bad writing, out of, like, good writing, him not being perfect. Yeah. Uh, what about Voyager? Did you ever watch Voyager? I don't want to talk about Voyager. You what? Don't want to talk about Voyager. Why not? You know I have a weird connection to Voyager. Uh, your, well, your torrid affair with Kate Mulgrew. <laughs> yeah. I know that's painful. I didn't want to, I, it's sort of been the elephant in the room. I had a family member that was for a period of time uh, married to one of the main cast members of... Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. And um, she, she unceremoniously left our family. The family member did? No, the cast member. Yeah. Oh, there was like a breakup? Oh, yeah. It was bad? Oh, yeah. Uh, send your guesses to 12-hour J.D. Yeah. Connor, P.O. Box, 12-hour day at New York City. Yeah, it was an interesting thing. Um, but so because of that, like, we grew up watching Voyager, but then, like, stopped. now it's just, like, yeah, you can't talk about that. <laughs> well, I actually didn't even like Voyager that much anyways. Well, you know, the thing about... I didn't think, I didn't think Kate Mulgrew was a great captain. I like her as an actor. Yes, yes. I'm and, just saying the character. Or the character itself. The, I, well, the, I just can't remember her character's the name. The thing that's a shame about Voyager... Janeway, Captain Janeway. I, I, the, the thing that's a shame about Voyager, I didn't make it through to the end of Voyager. I mean, part of it was because I have the pop culture wormhole for, of when I when I moved to England. Right. Certain things dropped off my radar screen. I think that might have been one of the things, mid-90s. Yeah. Um, but I also felt like 
in some ways, uh, like, you know, sometimes you'll see like a show that, like, I kind of felt like, uh, if you look at the, did you watch Lost? Yes. I felt like on Lost. I stopped at a certain point, but I watched enough of it. I watched like the first, whatever, four seasons. Yeah. The, I felt like there was the pilot of Lost, and I feel like when they were making the shows before an audience had had a chance to see them, I feel like if you watch that first season, there were things that bugged me where I felt like they were sort of not sure are people going to watch a show that's like so full of despair, so they were doing right. things to like lighten it up, like Hurley makes a golf course, or well, lots, there- lots of montages were like, they're listening to like Ryan Adams songs on a Walkman that's Discman that still has batteries or something. Well, they're, uh, Lost has some great stuff, but it also has some of the famously worst episodes in television history. Yeah, yeah. Like the early might- episode, like the, like the Jack Tattoo episode. That's notoriously like the, the worst one in terms of like... Just uh, non sequitur, like, yeah. No one, no one cares where he got this tattoo, etc. Well, also the Nikki and Paolo episode. You know, I would argue, I actually put the Nikki and Paolo episode maybe in my top five episodes. How? Because... It's like, here's two people you don't care about. Goodbye, those two people you don't care about. No. What... Uh, if I was going through Lost... Well, first let me just say the thing, which is that if you watch those early episodes that have a lot more uh, light-hearted moments... Yeah. I feel like they didn't yet know that people would go along with it. They right. were not sure, and they were trying to make the show palatable. Right. And uh, I feel like once they realized, they started feeling more comfortable going to a dark place. And so, like, the epi- one of my favorite episodes is the, the Tailies episode in season two where you see what happened. And it goes... The episode that shows you, like, the first 48 days right. of the Tailies, and it's, like, way more traumatic than what happened to the original Losties. Yes. And I'm like, oh, this is almost like a do-over. Like, oh, we're a hit show. We can do... And you like us doing serious stuff where we treat this as like a... Because it always bothered me when people on Lost were... I guess you can always explain it away with the magic of the island. But yeah. it always bothered me that like on the show Survivor, people go without food for a few days and they start crying and getting upset and stuff like that. And right. on Lost, they're like... They watched dozens of people burn to death right. in a centrifuge before right. this all happened. And yet they're like laughing and golfing and yeah. having fun. I'm like, Taking a bowling alley. You yeah. should be at least as traumatized as the people who were on a reality game show where yeah. they're safe and getting food for a million dollars. Right. Um, and so I felt like as it went along, like if you look at like the episodes I remember as like great episodes, everyone remembers the pilot, everyone remembers the first uh, lock episode walkabout where you realize yes. that he was in a wheelchair, all that stuff. Um, I think one of the best episodes of all time is uh, the premiere of season two. Uh, the cold open with Make Your Own Kind of Music is yeah. my, one of my favorite Super moments. Super intriguing. One of my favorite moments in all of TV because they had just set up this thing where it's like you're going to get flashbacks and learn stuff about the past. Yeah. It's going to be surprising. Yeah. And then we're going to cut back to the present and you're going to see what's up. And spoiler alert for the season premiere of season two of Lost. Turn off now. Okay. Um, but like, you know, season one ends with them blowing up the hatch. Yeah. And you're like, we're, like, we're going to find out what's in there. Yeah. And so then season two opens with cold open in like 1970s with like this guy working out. And we're like, you're what like, going you're, you're like, oh my Flash God. Up, I guess. Well, yeah, you're like, oh my God, we're about to learn something about the like hatch or like something about what's happening. Like, how does this guy play into the present day? Yeah. And the song's playing, the Cass Elliot, make your own kind of music. Da, da. And then right at the climax, when, like, you're feeling all this weird stuff, and you've just been watching this guy work out in, like, vintage gear. 
all of a sudden, you just hear an explosion and the guy stops working out and freezes and you're like, oh my God, that's not a flashback. That's yeah. present day. And I've been wanting to see what's in the hatch and we've been in the hatch. Yeah. This whole two minute thing. It was great. And then it just cut to Lost, and you were like, oh, my God. Lost was always, I, I feel like people, I, I always felt bad for people who didn't watch it when it was airing, as it was airing, because I feel like of the big important TV shows of the past decade, most of them hold up really well to uh, binge watching, streaming, or like that. The first couple of seasons of Lost do. I'm sure they hold up. That's, but, how I I, that's how I watch season one and two. But overall... Or no, season one. Overall, the experience of watching them as they aired, as they were part of a cultural event... Yes. I feel like I could feel at the time being like, 10 years from now, a lot of this is going to be absorbed into the influence of other shows. Right. In a way that... Um, it's like the show Hill Street Blues is about to come out on DVD. And in the pilot episode of Hill Street Blues, you... Which, Hills Street Blues being, like, one of the most defining right. TV shows of all time. It, re it rewrote the rules of what a TV drama could be. Sure. And in the first episode of that, you meet a couple of cops that you feel like are going to be, like, the cops that you're following on this show. And they both, in the first half hour, both those cops, like, walk into an ambush and are shot. Oh, and I it didn't looks know like that. they're going to be killed. It looks like they're dead. Right. Uh, and it was just like, no show had ever done anything like that. Now, if someone watches that now... That's pretty par for the course, and a new cop show is going to do something to grab your attention yeah. in its first episode. But back then, it was like, you don't do that. You don't spend 20 minutes getting to know these characters and then kill them it seem yeah. like you're killing them off. Now, they didn't end up killing them off, uh, but it was like even making that move was bold. Yeah. I feel like with Lost, like what happens is certain things just get absorbed into the DNA of like, oh, we can do that. Anybody, anybody can do that. Right. That opens up changes the rules for what you can do in telling stories and I feel like 10 years from now it'll be one of those things where you have to really people want, discovering it might be like uh, might be like well what's the big deal all shows do that and you're like no you gotta understand like Lost was doing this like was like taking chances right telling stories in different order you know and yeah I, I, I think that was great but yeah but I would have put I put the lock episode I put the one where you the 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 first 48 days of the Tailies is another one. Okay. But the Nicky and Paolo episode... I can't agree with you on that. Uh, hear me out. I think because okay. you love it when you hear an analysis of something. And you sometimes it's... I think you're the kind of person that... Uh, you're not very stubborn when it comes to if you hear someone else's analysis of something and it appeals to you enough, you're willing to be uh, yes, persuaded. Yes, absolutely. What I loved about that episode was I hated the Nicky and Paolo characters. Right. In part because they felt like a cheat. They felt like... We knew that these characters, like, who are they all of a sudden? Why are they adding characters? Yeah. We would have seen these characters before. You know, right. we've been watching. They weren't extras from the first season. Part of me kind of hoped that on that show, that they would, whoever the extras were in the first episode, they would just keep them around. Almost, but they hadn't. They hadn't. These were completely new people. Yeah. Part of me wished that they had done that from the beginning, where I'd be like, it'd be really cool if you were an actor on the show, and they were like, look, you'll have no lines this season, but in, if we get another second or third season... You'll go from being a background player to being a real character. That would have been a. Or I think it'd be cool if they just were like, "Listen, you've been an extra. We're putting a lot of weight on your shoulders now." Yeah. Welcome to the big leagues. Yeah. Um, but we're watching people play rugby right now, also and soccer. That's right. We're at the Chelsea Piers. Piers. Um, but the thing with Nicky, the Nicky and Powell episode was 
people hated the Nikki and Paolo characters so much yes. that they kind of had to compress their longer-term plan for them into that one episode. No, but th- that's uh, not what happened. Because they only introduced them in that episode that they killed them in. No, they they've never been, seen before. No, they'd been in the whole season. They were introduced early in that season, and they killed them off in that episode. Well, they're also like jewel thieves and like. Well, here's the it thing. It was like such a goofy. But here, here, it just felt like it was the first sign of. Oh no! No, we're adding a lot more crap into this. Uh, I know for a fact because here's what I liked about this. Their plan was that they kind of wanted them to be uh, seemingly unimportant characters, and they but they just weren't prepared for how big a backlash there'd be. Uh, but there were earlier episodes. I remember where there was an episode where they were in one of the hatches, uh-huh. and Paolo comes out of the bathroom and he's like, "Oh God, don't go in there." Oh right. And I remember being like, "God damn! Like this character is awful. Like he's just there to make like toilet jokes and stuff." Yeah. When they do the Nikki and Paolo episode, which is the first step, they're kind of just annoyingly in the background for a bunch of episodes. Right. And then all of a sudden, the Nikki and Paolo episode is the first time that you see their point of view in some of these scenes, including right, adding, he was them, hiding jewels adding, in the bathroom, them, adding yeah. them into shots from the pilot in a way that made me go, wait a second, were they there? Like, I, they were so well integrated into those earlier shots that I felt like maybe I had missed them. Like, I had to go back and f- confirm that they weren't sure. in the pilot originally, and I was like, no, no, they weren't. This is just an effect. But then, like, the stupid stuff like, oh, don't go in there, you'd see that the point of view was that they were actually... He was uh, looking through like the jewel stuff that he had in the bath. Like he was doing yeah. stuff in the bathroom that was the reason he didn't want people to go in there. Right. And then there's so they have this whole plot of their own in that episode. There's the betrayal with like the the poison, the venom. Right. And they end up getting buried alive by yes. the cast who thinks they're both dead. Right. And what I loved about the episode was, on the one hand, it was the show creators getting rid of a problem but their plan was to do that eventually they just had to do it quicker than they thought because the fan response was so bad but the point of that episode was that Jack's whole speech about live together die alone which is one of the central themes of the whole show yeah uh, it was featured in that episode I think there was a flashback to that speech and the point of that episode was here's a story of two people who chose to keep their secrets from everyone else. They never joined the community of the people. They never confided in anyone else. And as a result, they both died alone together in this uh, buried alive. Uh, the last thing you see is sand is dumped on her eye. It's her eye opening. And she's going to be paralyzed for another however many hours. And it will suffocate in this grave on the beach. And I felt like it was like... That episode was like a Twilight Zone episode in that it had a twist. It had, uh, uh, but, but stuck into the serialized uh, TV show, it had all these callbacks, explanations of things that had seemed like non sequiturs in earlier episodes or seemed like they were just there for annoying comic relief right. actually were like tied into their storyline. Sure. And, and it also, as a standalone episode, served the theme of the show overall. That's what I like about that episode. I see you're saying, still doesn't do it for me. I bet. If you I was so mad watching that episode that it felt like such a betrayal of the plot that was going on and such like a, we have to fill a 22 episode order. I, felt, I, I could not, I, I was not like, into it. I feel like 
because uh, part of it was I had felt annoyed with them the whole season and seeing that that was by design rather than a flaw, that a lot of the things that did deliberately annoy you about those characters were things that were part of this secret story that these characters were keeping a secret from the other people. I don't know uh, if it was by design, though. I don't mm, know. No, it was by design. The only thing that wasn't by design was they were planning these reveals to be later in the season, but then they were getting such negative feedback that they were like, we need to push up when we pay this off. I don't know. I'm not going to be convinced that Nick and Paolo were characters that I should like in Lost. No, I don't think... Or it, that, that episode should be meaningful to me in the Lost world. Top five episode for me. Because also, listen. Yeah. If that show as a whole had landed somewhere that proved to me that there was this interconnected plan for what's going on, uh-huh. maybe I would grant it that. But because it eventually fell apart of its, at its seams, like a kid lying to his parents about what was going on. Yeah. A lot of the things that I gave credit to in those first couple seasons, I was sort of like, yeah, but you didn't land the plane. So, like, the stuff that I trusted you with earlier now I like don't trust I don't I, it all falls apart for me uh, I would actually you know what I mean I would actually say I would agree but I also felt early on because of the way certain things were handled that uh, I was like accepting early on of the fact I'm like they are better at posing mysteries than they are at solving them right uh, but there's stuff that just like you know I don't know but you know, I, I felt like Nick and Hall was one of the rare times where the landing was stronger than the launch like the answer was stronger than the question maybe but I didn't think it was that strong of an answer uh, I don't remember it well enough to go point for point for it I just remember being so disappointed by it well and that was the more common like that is the more common answer on that one but I actually feel like if we were to and this will never happen because I don't want to watch those episodes again but I feel like if we were to sit down and do like a watching through it we would agree on all the things that are bad about it but I think uh, the level of ambition and deliberately creating some characters that are seem pointless, only to reveal that part of the point was that, uh, just like how they didn't reveal to the audience what the point of Nicky and Paolo was, which was what was angering people, that's also the thing that got them killed in the fictional world of the show. I think that's a big stretch. No, I think it's an exact read. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a. There's a, there's a metal level that is working at the same level as that. It's just that... I don't think Lost works on a metal level. I think in that, con- in that context, it does. Only in the context of Nikki and Paolo. It's only meta for Nikki and Paolo. It's one of the rare times when it is. The other, the thing also, that- we just walked across a water bridge yeah. that was like moving a lot. Yeah. And now I'm having like land legs. Landlubber. Like I'm feeling myself. It feels like the ground is like shaking. Let's go sit at the end of that. Okay. Let me check where battery's at. Yeah. Ooh, I'm at one bar. I'm at one bar on my uh, mic. We're at one bar here. We should probably keep going. There's really nice seats at the end of there. Yeah, but we have one bar. You think we can make it across town on one bar? Yeah. I think. But I don't know if we can make it across town and lounge at the seats. Oh. There's real nice seats at the end of that. I know. But if we, la- you know, I don't want to be the bad guy here, but you're the one that seems most upset about us running out of battery. I am. So I, you know, in, in pursuit of that goal. 
I don't know if lounging is our best bet. You're probably right. Sorry to make you the villain in this. You're like a responsible I know. parent. Listen, Connor, I'd love to go to the toy store. Oh. We already went to one today. My feet are really hurting. How are yours? Yeah, not hurting, but like been walking a lot today. Yeah, my feet are in terrible pain right now. Oh, okay. Uh, it's interesting that... Uh, how do we get on talking about loss? We were talking about... Uh, oh, we're talking about how... Uh, oh, you're talking about your one of your top television experiences. Oh, I know how I was... Uh, um, I was saying that in the same way that Lost... Uh, I feel like maybe pave the way for later on uh, other shows can take some of those chances right. more comfortably and maybe more effectively. Um, that Voyager to me feel, felt like it, they, TV was not yet as great as Next Generation was at doing its thing. I feel like Voyager was a little soft for what it should have, could have been. Right. And I feel like uh, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica managed to do a lot of the things that Voyager should have done but it just like wasn't it wasn't TV sort of wasn't in that place yet where they could right. really commit because like there is something great about the idea of you have this Star Trek universe where there are dangerous things but usually you're kind of in a uh, the Federation Starfleet is such a uh, most of the time is such a together organization like they have resources and yeah. they have facilities that the idea of a ship getting lost so far away from home that they don't know if they'll ever make it back is a great premise but they still the show itself had too much of the kind of feel good like on next generation when they could kind of like joke or go play on the holodeck and pretend to be in like a yeah. sherlock's Holmes mystery or something uh you're like well it's okay because like this is like they're waiting for a package to come yeah yeah that that most of a lot of the time you know the the um, enterprise is not necessarily in like a situation they can't handle right uh, and I feel like there was a little bit there wasn't enough dread in Star Trek Voyager right it the, should have felt more like well like the, I think some of the most exciting episodes of Next Generation are the episodes when they are Q throws them when it throws them to, to the Borg to, to the, another part of the universe they're not meant to be and you're yeah. like not only do they not know where they are they can't get back without Q and they're out of their depth yeah and that's like a scary thing and you feel on the ship them being like the ship feels very small and they're like hiding in it almost yeah that f that first appearance of the Borg where Q throws them yeah to show them that they're dangerous that they're not ready for yeah that and then that the Borg steals all their data and comes to find them yeah so, the but that episode has so much dread in it that that should have been like almost like the backdoor pilot for Voyager. Like, and Voyager should feel like this as a series. And honestly, that's something that Deep Space Nine also accomplished. Yeah. Because the whole premise of Deep Space Nine is that, you know, there's a Deep Space Nine is sort of an old trading outpost refueling place that just happens to be next to the wormhole that the Federation finds. Yeah. And then the wormhole becomes this giant. The only gateway between the Alpha Quadrant and the whatever yeah. Delta Quadrant, and so then there's all those episodes where they have to go in to fight these foes that are far more superior, and they're like completely out of their element, completely in over their head. Is that what it's called? 
which is like, and you feel the dread and the fear, the thought of like, we're not going to make it back from this because yeah. we're in a different part of the universe where we're not meant to be. I and that's like, all of Voyager should have been that feeling of like, yeah, okay, where are we? Yeah, there is, like, I feel like it's interesting every time a, sh- a new show makes something okay or even desirable for a show. Yeah. Like, I feel like, uh, and then it's, it's also about figuring out that balance of, like, people often mistake what works about a show. Like, I never watched this show, so maybe it's not fair to talk about, but, like, um, like AMC had that show Low Winter Sun. Right. Which sounded like it was dark and gritty, and they were always promoting it during Breaking Bad. But for whatever reason, it didn't have the thing that, like, compelled people to watch it or talk about it. Yeah. And I'm sure it was taking a lot of cues from a lot of the shows that are doing well, but it's, like, it's interesting to figure out, like, sometimes people will take the wrong lessons, maybe, from... Oh, this show's working. I guess you want another show about, like, a unpleasant man. Yeah, exactly. You know? When it's not that, it's like a... Actually, it's very funny. Have you seen the trailer for the new Godzilla movie? Uh, yes, I have. It's, it's really funny to me. It actually looks pretty good, I think. Yeah. I mean, as for those I mean, kind of... I mean, it looks exactly like every, like, terrorist-era action film has looked, you know? Uh... I just think the actual, like, uh... I like that they're treating Godzilla more like a giant foe, like a military power. Yeah. But still, it's the same 9-11 post-terrorist imagery that we've been pounded with Yeah. for the past 10 years in action the, movies. The thing that really makes me laugh about it, and this is maybe unfair to Brian Cranston, but... Having Brian Cranston in the role of like the scientist who's like trying to frantically explain like why like you don't understand. Yeah. It's impossible to watch that trailer and not think this is the Breaking Bad movie and this is uh, Walter White has messed up in a way that has had bigger consequences than ever before. Like right. this is his biggest goof up yet. Right. But, like somehow in developing uh, blue his, meth. Yeah. His blue meth. He's created an underwater sea monster. That is going to destroy a city. Right. Because it's just the same, like, it's unavoidable. It's the same tone of voice that, that Walter White has always used to try to frantically explain why people need to listen to him. Yeah. That even though he's caused these problems, you have to listen to him uh, tell you how to get out of them. Right. Uh, but that's been every action movie in the past 15 years. Yeah, I just mean... It, it's just funny that it's... It's funny Brian that, it's, yeah, it, it almost made, when I see those, it almost makes me wish, like, oh, I know that Breaking Bad's over as a story, but I wouldn't mind, like, the same way that, like, in, there'd be in, like, Commedia dell'arte, there'd be, like, a character who returns for a, yeah. as, a, like, a recurring thing. Yeah. I would watch a series of movies that were just about the character of Walter White, and you just constantly put him in a new situation where he has a big adventure, where he is desperate and, like... Right, well, I had, uh, my uncle was once talking about, uh wanting to write a novel like that where it's like it's the same character with these same attributes that you know yeah but there's a different scenario yeah and I remember being like oh you mean like Bugs Bunny <laughs> right yeah like that's Bugs Bunny and I think that the, the closest thing we have to that is because whether he's a barber or a baseball umpire yeah. or a band leader or whatever 
it doesn't matter what his job is. We know his role in the situation and how he's going to react to things. Yeah. And then when we see Elmer Fudd as the client or the whatever, the, the, we know the other is, umpire, yeah. you know, we know how they're going to interact. Yeah. So it almost feels like that where it's like just the archetypes. I would just love it. I would love it if they would just be like, let's just make a bunch of Walter White movies. They won't be Breaking Bad. They won't all be about meth. But Walter White is a proud man who causes problems. Yeah. And he's very smart, but he's too ambitious. Uh, and in this movie, he creates a sea monster and gets very mad at the military. Right. Because <laughs> uh, he's very proud of the sea monster, but at the same time, he knows it could destroy everything. Uh, but I... 13. Where are we? Nothing. I just like these... Uh... And we're, let's describe where we are for the geo-trackers. We've now headed inward. West 4th and West 11th Streets. Yeah, we're in the West Village heading east. You can probably hear the birds in the trees um, chirping back there. Um, this is like... Uh, who knows, maybe we'll run into Holly Hunter in this neighborhood. Yeah, we'll stop talking about movies in this, movie TV shows in this neighborhood. Yeah. We're uh, living the moment right now. Yeah. Um, I always like these apartments. Yeah. I feel like a dream of mine would be able to own one of them. Like, you know, the buildings, the full yeah. buildings. I can imagine you, like, in one of these buildings, dressed up in Jim Far Varney's outfit. Uh, you just talking, live in there. Talking to a 15-year-old on chat roulette. On chat roulette, uh, pretending that you can't hear them. Yeah. My feet are just in such a bad way. Now we're just trying to navigate through. Sorry. 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 Excuse me. There's just like a big group of people on the sidewalk who wouldn't uh, wouldn't allow people to pass through easily. Uh, the dogwoods are in bloom in this street. Oh yeah, in a they big are. way. Very pretty. Oh god. Um. It's Lent. It's Lent, JD. What? It's Lent. Oh. Do you, uh... I can't remember. Are you a religious man? No. <laughs> you can remember I'm not a religious man. Let's take a right turn. Um, the... When I was a kid, I may have told you this before. Oh, yeah. I, you talked about how you would try to give up things that... Yeah. Were... I would say, like, I'm giving up cigarettes. And right. And they'd say it doesn't count. You have to give up something you're doing. I'm like... It's not enough. I'm already not doing them. Yeah. Like, to me, it felt. I gave up religion for Lent. Gave up God. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Now, I think. Are we gonna walk past that? We're gonna. I think maybe walk past that British store. The British store. <clears throat> I think we are here. I don't know what you're talking about. Um. I think if we walk down that way, we'll walk past the Elephant and Castle store or whatever. Oh, sure. Um, There's the, where we were. Hey, we were all the way down there. We walked it's a long way. Um, if I maybe, I always get a little mixed up around here. Um, but there's a Tea and Sympathy, I think is the name of the British little restaurant. And next to it has a little British store with little British chocolates for sale. Oh. I might buy a little British chocolate. 
You do love your British things. I do. You know, I lived in England for five years, and before that, whenever I would visit relatives, whenever we do a family trip to Ireland, there were certain kinds of candy. You know what? I think it might be up this left here, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, but there were kinds of candy that I would look forward to. Yeah, I think it's up here. Maybe. Maybe? Oh, boy, I don't know. I don't want to take us on a wild goose chase. We're on one bar, Connor. Uh, well, no, let's just head up this way, because I feel like it, it'll still head us down the same oh, direction no. overall. This is on you. I know it's on me. It's on you, Connor. Um, You're also walking with, like, a limp now. Oh, God, it's just, it's burning. My, my foot is just burning with you pain. You probably need better shoes. Or, shoes. like, you have insoles? No. You should have insoles. Yeah. That's what I have with my Converse. Um... But there were candies I would look forward to getting when we would go to Ireland. Right. And so just developed a lot of fondness for certain things that uh, are pretty widely available, actually, in New York. In little uh, bodegas and places like that that have right. imports. You're not talking about Sparkle Beauty Studio? What about Sparkle Beauty Studio? That's what you're trying to go to? That's what you want? Sparkle Beauty? Are you or Wogies? Wogies. Well, I've been to Wogies before. With Phil Jackson. You know what? This might be the street, but I can't I can't abide any more detours. Okay. I'll cut you off. I'll be the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's back up that way, but I just can't. Right now, we have to be focused. We have to get to the beast. We gotta do it. We can't dilly dally. Uh you no, know, like, there's a kind of ca- candy called Cadbury's Snack. Okay. That I really like. It's just a little biscuits in two, covered in two different kinds of chocolate. Sure. Uh, very satisfying. They're like a tiny little chunky candy bar. Right. Now it is. Do you think it just paused? Yeah, I think it just paused momentarily. All right. Just activated and happened. You can find an edit point and we yeah. can make it work. Yeah. No one ever needs to know. It's like that other secret edit you put into the other one. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Wait. <clears throat> ah. Ah. Sorry. I have something lodged in my throat. That's right. I apologize. It's okay. I forget what we were talking about. Um, I mean, when I, was at, when I was at drama school, like, I liked the experience of it, but I wasn't eager to repeat it. Uh... You're thinking about drama school because we're walking through... When walking through your... My college experience, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the fact that, like, the first year that I was in drama school, uh, we... It was just the... Because it was a brand new school, it was just the first year's worth of people. Right. So we had the full run of the place. And then the second year, we had twice as many people. And then the third year, we had an extra third... Right. Uh, we had ha- another 50% of the previous year. Right. And so by the, th- by the third year, things had, like, it was harder to book a room, like, in the first year to do a play or something. Right. Uh, the facilities were being shared amongst more than we originally had. And uh, there was also a point where, like, I remember being really resentful of the fact that, like, uh, my apartment in the last year of school was like directly like catty corner from uh, the school 
Right. And so I could roll out of bed and be in school in two minutes, you know? And uh, when, so at that point, you could get into the school 24-7 with your ID card. And there were computer labs you could go in and use. And uh, it was great because, like, any hour of the night, I could go in and work on stuff or write stuff or whatever. And I could go in and uh, pull all-nighters and stuff like that and just go wherever you wanted. And then, as soon as we graduated, uh, there was, like, an immediate, like, uh, restriction on being able to use the facilities that like in the the day after we the classes had ended but it was like still a month before the graduation ceremony right all of a sudden we were only allowed in for like there's like a two-hour window during the day when we could use the facilities like the computer lab and stuff right and i remember thinking like this is like a shitty way to treat alumni of the school who are still around like during this weird window period where it's like you're not allowed in here anymore right and because we were allowed but it was so restricted that it felt like an insult kind of right especially because all the language had been like we're here to support you uh in your careers going forward and something like that and it was literally like the day after the last classes and they it were was like, like they're like goodbye yeah it was as if uh all of our privileges had been revoked right I remember thinking, like, it just didn't match the rhetoric of the school. Sure. Because uh, I'm like, the second that any of us book, like, a TV show or a movie or something like that, the school's going to be wanting people to come back and right. do workshops and talk to, you know, like, they're going to want that. They're going to try to utilize that. Yeah. yeah. And, but. Can we stop for two seconds? Yeah. Sorry, the hold button came undone. So my fear was it was pressing buttons. But we're good now. What? Oh my god. Test, 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 JD. Test, 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 Connor. Yeah, I need a better apartment for this in the future. So I put it in there, like, buttons get pressed. <laughs> oh, boy. Or, like, the volume wheel, when I put, put it down, it, like... <laughs> Rolls down. Oh. Do you ever go in other music? That's what we're passing by right now. Uh, no, I'm not a big. We talked about this before. Like, I'm not a big music searching yeah. through albums guy. I like listening to music, and I have a bunch of bands that I listen to now. Yeah. But you're not like a I've actually record had this collector. Recent thing where like I found a lot of new bands that I really like. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, oh, I'm tired. Like, I wish they had more stuff. And it's like, they do. I only download one album of theirs. Yeah. And I've been like, oh, right, I can go back and download other albums of theirs. Uh-huh. But I keep forgetting just listen to the same, like, four songs on loop. Uh, so it's been interesting. It's like a weird form of, like, object permanence. Like, like, yeah. the, <laughs> like a dog or a baby. Well, I'm like, well, I because wish we- I... I wish the world was bigger than this crib. Yeah, exactly. It's like I wish I could download more more than the songs that I already downloaded. When in fact I can. 
and I should. Um, but I was thinking. Uh, Ever seen that area in there? That's where a lot of the uh, carts. That's the home base. Oh, really? Yeah. Food carts? Yeah. For a bunch of them. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. As seen in the movie uh, Man Push Cart. I haven't seen that movie. It's a great movie about a New York cart guy. Um, I, uh, Oh, man. Getting tired, huh, Connor? Really am. I think once we're, I'll get another boost of energy once we're inside the beast. Uh, yeah. UCB East. Uh, now down here, I'm sure it's gone now, but there used to be a jazz record store that I would, uh, every now and then i go into it and I would immediately regret going in because it was the kind of store that you felt guilty for not buying anything. Like right. I, I'd be like, how is this place still open? And you'd be like, and well, be like, I don't know. And you'd be like, okay, have a good day. Yeah, and it was somewhere around here. Uh, and I would go in and immediately think, A, I'm not going to buy anything here. B, I'm really glad the store exists. C, I don't know how the store exists because yeah. I can't imagine how you maintain... It was like everything was kind of expensive. Right. And I didn't, I couldn't make up my mind. And it was one of those places where I feel like, I know if I can just get out of here, I won't regret not buying anything. Right. If I buy something, it'll be something I probably might not listen to very much. Right. Uh, I do, I feel that way about like, there's certain things that I can already feel. Uh, like I used to, back when there used to be a Tower Records up by Lincoln Center. Uh, which I always liked going into that one because I recognized it from uh, near the end of Hannah and her sisters. There's a All scene right. where Woody Allen is walking past and he sees Diane Weiss's character inside and he goes in to talk to her and they're like browsing around. I remember when I came to New York and realized like this is that, they don't, at that point I'm like, it, they don't sell records here anymore. Yeah. It's CDs and... That's and, why I, uh, there's a, I don't think it's there anymore but there used to be the I think it's like now, like a, you know, a ramen shop right uh -huh. on 3rd Avenue and yeah. 7th that uh, was in, was where um, uh, Madonna in, and, uh, and Desperately Seeking Susan. Yeah. And that was like the the place and I'd always walk by and be like, hey, that's the place from Desperately Seeking Susan. Yeah. And now it's like a ramen shop and it's really, it sucks. I think that, that, it sucks that all of St. Mark's turned into ramen shops. That, how, how long have you lived in New York? Since uh, 2002. 2002. Okay. So longer years. than I have. Yeah. How well, much time did you spend in Kim's? A, f a fair amount. I used to go in there and browse all the time. I loved Kim's. Yeah. It makes me sad to go into the new one. Uh, well, that Kim's was there for, for a long time. Yeah. But it's sad for me to walk past the now triple-decker karaoke yeah. bullshit fest. Because Kim's was cool because you could go there and they would have like burned DVDs of like communist era Czech films that have never been released. I would always regret the things I rented at Kim's because I'd be like, there's tons of stuff that I should watch that I want to watch, but I would get so attracted by the unauthorized stuff that they were 
pad so I'd be right. like, oh, they have like Bob Dylan's Eat the Documents. Yeah. Which is the what should have been the great follow-up to um, Don't Look Back. Right. Uh, because D.A. Pennebaker shot a lot of the footage for it, but then Dylan was the yeah. one who edited it. Right. So it's incoherent. Yeah. Even though like the, the, the footage of the tour is during the tour when he was touring with the Hawks, who were later become the band, yeah. where people were booing and they were angry and... It has all, Eat the Document still has like all this great performance footage and all this great footage of like angry British teenagers who are furious that uh, Bob Dylan has betrayed the folk music cause. Right. And they don't realize that they're watching. Also, like those concerts were amazing because Dylan would come out and play with his acoustic guitar for like an hour. Right. Then he'd go back and then he'd bring on the Hawks. Yeah. And they would watch the first half and love it and then immediately start booing the second half. And it's just like, he already gave you. You got an hour of... Like you saw that concert. You got an hour of classic Bob Dylan like you want, and then you waited around to boo at this other thing he wanted to do. Yeah. It's like, it's not like he just came to town and only did the thing he didn't want. He gave you an hour of what you want. Yeah. And you respond by... Uh, but anyway, so I would rent Eat the Document and then immediately be like, why didn't I rent like a gr one of the many great movies they have that I yeah. haven't seen? I would always get distracted by the weird bootleggy stuff. But that was stuff that you couldn't get anywhere else. So I it's think you used it. It would be more of a shame if you went there and rented like Rio or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also Kim's was famous too where if you did something like that they'd be like Yeah. Oh, I'm not renting this to you. Yeah. Um, Love Will Save the Day. Did you ever go in that store? Uh, Love Saves the Day. Love Saves the Day. Yeah. yeah. That's the place from Definitely Seeing Susan, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's not the is that is that the that's the place you're talking about? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it, right? Is, yeah, that's old old toys and yeah. weird junk. Right, yeah, that's the place. Yeah, that's the place, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there's like a, a, there a restaurant there like that, that No, 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 no because now. in Desperate Season Susan, that's where she picks up the vintage shirt that yeah. the that what's her name. I used to love going in there. There was even stuff there that I would go in and just stare at, like they had the um, the original they had the original Star Wars uh, droid factory yeah. toy from like 1977, And they had like the bolstering Pee Wee Herman doll. Yeah. Yeah. And there's stuff that I would go in there just to visit. I mean, I did actually buy quite a few things there, but, I, but I, there was also stuff that was almost like a museum of yeah. things I wanted but didn't want to pay $500 for. Have you ever been to that guy's apartment over, uh, it's over there somewhere in the, like, between like 4th and 10th, somewhere between... Second and Avenue B, there's this guy that his apartment is a ground floor one and uh -huh. it looks like it's a uh, trinket store. Yeah. It's just all of his stuff. Yeah. And he sits there and acts sort of like it's a, a store. So people walk in uh -huh. and he likes them to walk in and look around, but people are always like, What do you, uh, how much is it? And he's like, Oh, nothing for sale. This is like, you're inside my apartment right now. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but he's like, he just sits there and lets people walk in. It's like, it, lo it looks like Love Says Day, where it's just like trinkets and weird stuff and things like that. Did you ever go in for a while there across the street from Film Forum? There was a, a store that was, the layout of it was like one of those like Soho shops where it feels like they're not really using the, the space. They have a right. lot of like, it wasn't like the way a New York City store is like jam stuff, full, yeah. stores full of stuff. It felt very... No, no worries. Uh, it felt very like, how can you afford to do this? And sell these like and, two things on the wall. Yeah. And he was selling like old toys, old like Viewmasters, old like 
like cheap toys. Like he, they weren't, it didn't even cost a lot, but he would have like all kinds of old vintage toys from like the 60s and 70s. And be like, here's some like puffy stickers from the 70s that have Hanna-Barbera characters on them. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Here's like some little golden books. I've never been there. Uh, it's not there anymore. It was there for a few years. Um, probably around like 2006, 2007 maybe. Oh, wow. And uh, I was always like, I marveled that this place existed. You know, like I just yeah. couldn't believe that... Uh, how many bars do we have? Do we have enough that we can go and key food and I can get a drink real quick? Uh, you want to risk it? You don't want to risk it, do you? I don't want to risk it. Okay. We can go to Key Food after we're done at the Beast. Yeah, we can get a drink at the Beast, too. Yeah. I um, mean, I know you want your crystal light. Sparkling your ice? Pink crystal light sparkling ice, or whatever it is, yeah. Um, but uh, when. But I was like, this store was there for years. Yeah. And I was like, how does this guy maintain the store it's in like a great location and even if he did maximum business it there's no way that he would yeah. make the rent on the lease on this building right if he sold every one of these things like the every day if he sold everything yeah uh, yeah and then eventually of course it just vanished right. it wasn't there anymore oh. how are you oh. Good. Oh. JD and I are now at the Beast. And we're going to sit down. Oh, and... man, this is so good. Oh, my God. Connor's in heaven. Oh, my feet are in so much pain that I can't believe it. Still recording. Oof. What? We're very close. Very close to the edge? Yeah. There we go. Now we're plugged in. I'm amazed at places like that. Like, it's hard to feel too bad about a place like that going out of business. The miracle is that it ever even had a month where it could exist. Some place like that. Yeah, man, largely it's a lot of places where it's like the person doesn't need to make money. Like, yeah. it's just like they want to talk about puppy stickers or someone. Yeah. Uh, in order to like have the retail space, they had to like sell it. Like it's amazing that Love Saves the Day was around as long as it was. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like they could possibly have sold enough to make money, right? Yeah, but they did somehow. I think it probably went through. Well, I don't think it did. It could go through multiple owners that just keep the same name. Yeah, but I don't know. I often just wonder if they're not making money some other way. Yeah, right. That's also true. The place is just like, oh, they probably sell heroin. Yeah. Especially like, oh, it's an East Village standby that doesn't sell anything, but it's been around for since the 80s. Yeah. Um, Love saves the day or heroin saves the day? Love saves the day, heroin pays the bills. hey -o. Um. Oh, man. I'm exhausted. I really am, too. Like, uh... We've been walking for almost the entire day. Yeah. We've stopped every now and then. I'm going to sleep well tonight. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I sleep well every night. But you, are not you notoriously have sleep issues. Yeah, but I haven't sleeping well lately. lately. But I'm just saying, like, I'll, like, it'll be the kind of thing where I'll just, like, collapse. I probably won't. I probably won't read anything. I got some stuff I gotta do when we get my Really? Yeah. Like what? I have to edit a thing to submit the, the deadline tomorrow. What? Uh, just a thing. It's probably a bad idea. You'll laugh and you'll think this is a dumb idea. Uh, you're submitting your presidential doc no. to a festival. No. It's along those lines of being like a... It would be like... Lone cornmeal. No. No, because those are... Neither of those is the silliest the thing that I'm going to try doing. You're submitting George Lucas talk show to... Close. At a comedy festival. Close. You are submitting... What did you just say? I said you are submitting George Lucas talk show to a comedy festival. Kind of. It's very close to that. Okay. Was George Lucas talk show the correct one? Half of it. Okay. Oh, you are... Submitting... Your... your Impression of George Lucas. Oh God, I hate how close this is getting. To like just for laughs. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna submit. I think it has no chance, but it's like ten bucks. So I'm just gonna edit together a reel of Lucas's monologues from the first two George Lucas talk shows to the Brooklyn Comedy Festival. Right. But if I would get in, I wouldn't do those kind of jokes. I would do. Uh, more of an actual stand-up set filtered through the George Lucas character. So it would be a right. more uh, polished version of that. Right. Uh, but I think it takes too much explanation. What I'm just banging on is that they'll, they'll maybe look at my other credentials and be like, this could be a weird thing. Let's try this for the sake of yeah. one seven-minute slot in some Was venue. Was the Brooklyn Comedy Festival the one that Gethard showed last year? I don't know. Yeah. No, no, that was... Uh, what was it called? Hill Garden Fest. Oh, the one. No, that was a different thing. Yeah. 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 Um, huh. How are you doing, listener? Listener, can you let us know? I wish there was some mechanism. Get no love from me. Hanging at the passenger's side of his best friend's ride. Trying to holler at me. Want no scrub. Scrub is the guy who can't get no love from me. Can you just tweet at the passenger's side of the best friend's ride. Trying to at, at JD Amato. Can the listeners do that? Hashtag JD at JD Amato on Twitter. I can just use that little boost right now. No, I don't want your number. Boost. No, I don't want to give you mine. And just no, ego. I don't want to get you a number. Happiness. No, I don't want one of your You know what? Ask me a question on Tumblr. I don't want no scrub. Ask scrub is a guy who can't get just no love from me. And then on the passenger side. They're That's playing the Scrubs by TLC here in UCBS. I just got caught up in it, you know? Um, I wish I knew all the words to it. 
basically just knowing the chorus and so forth. Yeah. I plug in my phone here, see if I can get it to work. Um, oh, we know, so I'm talking to you. Oh, I feel so bad. Why do you feel bad? Because people are excited about this episode, but I just think it's a real bummer. No, I think, you know, I think we're are really, you you'd really have think. Have you been tweeting from your Connor Ratliff Olympics account this entire day? No, I had to tweet because uh, I decided to do one tweet from it. <laughs> I just thought, I was like, God damn it, Connor. <laughs> um, no, so I'm just going to edit that little video together and maybe hope that they'll just be like, this is weird, let's just put this in and then if I would get into it then I would well, then I would work out a stand up bit for it yeah I um, see that peak peak what are you doing nothing I'm tired Connor what were you just doing explain that I was yelling peak to watch your voice peak on see the see if monitor? it would peak did it peak no <laughs> uh, ah there it goes yeah this is JD talking loud, talking loud and peaking loud. I should lower the sensitivity, maybe. Maybe that'll get me somewhere. What's what's my problem, JD? Connor, I don't listen. I got my own problems today, okay? I know. I feel like we explored some of those. I don't think we explored them, Connor. Okay, well let's ex- let's get into it. Let's dish. Uh, JD, 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 JD. Wait, what the hell is that? JD is fiddling with a monitor right now, a little sound monitor thing, trying to solve a problem. Uh, JD, 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 JD. What? Is everything broken in the world? JD, 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 JD. Great question. Test, 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 test. JD, JD, JD. Yeah. Someone looking at me. I don't know. Test, 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 JD, JD. Test, 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 test. What channel am I? Tony, you gotta get us out of this. What do you mean? Get us out of this rut that we're in? Yeah. Um, well. JD, test, 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 JD. Oh, wait. Maybe. I mean, my big paranoia is that I feel like everything that I'm saying is going to be a rehash of something I've said in a previous episode, which I was worried about that you last said time. said that in the previous episode. I know. I mean, it's a constant fear. Do you have batteries? Yeah. Um, and, uh... I feel like my voice is not loud enough right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Is my voice loud enough right now? JD at JD.com. Oh, that'll help. Um... Connor, you're going to go quiet for a second. I'm going to go quiet. Ring. Here he goes. This is JD talking on behalf of Connor. Wait, how am I going quiet? Uh, it's your receiver, bro. Oh, my receiver? Here, can you take these? Those are dead. Uh, Connor's asking if the batteries are dead that I'm handing him, and they are indeed. I don't know. I'm just having a bad day. Not a bad day, but I'm just... I had a bad weekend. Man, I'm just tired. Uh, no, we're in the and and actually, no, we're, we've got two different guests here. Uh, we've got two guests. Yeah, Oh, great. Oh, thanks. Super fun. That was really fun. It was really fun. What are you guys up to? We're uh, recording 12 Hour Day with JD and Connor. Uh, we're currently at oh, our. Right now? Oh yeah. Uh, 
and we're at, uh, we started at 12.45 this afternoon, so we're, uh, we're in the eighth hour, we're getting up towards hour, the end of hour eight. How's it been going? I mean, we're so tired that we're worried that this is maybe not a great episode. I don't think it's a great episode. I've been in a bad mood all day, so we're very talkative. Why are we in a bad mood? We're a bad weekend, Casey. Uh, We're going to turn it around right now. Yeah, right now. You just got two special guests. Yeah. Do you want to pull up chairs? Very excited to be here. We have had a lot more guests than we've had in previous previous episodes. What are you guys doing here tonight? Gadget had a show. And oh, yeah, I, Gadget Hours tonight. That's right. It's too late for a plug because this will come out like later in the week. Yeah. Well, but maybe next one. Yeah, yeah, you guys one. are doing uh, regular shows here now. That's right. Monthly show on Mondays uh, at the Beast, usually the uh, first or second Monday uh, of the month. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's a good time. People should come out to it. Yeah. Grant O'Brien just walked up. Hey, that's right. That's how you guys doing? Good. We're, uh, just, we're at hour eight of our third hour episode day. of our 12 hour day podcast. Yeah. Oh, very cool. How's it been going so far? Good. We, uh, we started the day... How did we start? F.A.O. Oh, Schwartz. We started at F.A.O. Schwartz. Then we walked around Central Park. Then we got lunch. Then we went... And what was for lunch? Uh, I had a very, very smoothie. And I had a BLT. Okay. That sounds like a beautiful day. Like I, I don't know why you're, you're now feeling like it wasn't that great. I think you guys really got to get it together. Then we went to home with Shannon. At the new at the tra- new training center, it's beautiful, okay. right? I have not been. Is it is it as nice as I am told? I saw the video. Yeah, yeah it's really nice. That's I'm assuming Shannon. When you video. walk into yeah, the rooms, right. the lights are activated by motion, so you step in and the lights turn on. It's like the Starship Enterprise. Yeah. And we uh, then we talked to Kevin, who was there. We talked about how he got hit in a bike. He injured his bike hit him. So then we went down to Battery Park where he got hit by the bike and walked around there. And we actually you investigated. Re- you went to investigate. Yeah. Was the guy still there? Was it Kevin? No, this happened a while ago. Kevin was in a pretty bad. I mean, he sprained his wrist a little, and he's yeah. It was like he got hit hard by a bike. Yeah. Well, Kevin's a tall guy, and so like you know, you, you, he goes down. That's a there's a lot of force on the way to the ground. Yeah. yeah. That he could build up there. Yeah. And his wife was there with him. That's rough. Rough stuff. That's rough. rough. That's not what you want. Did she? Did she go after him? No. Kevin hit her, and then they yelled at each other. And now Jeff's arm hurts and his leg hurts. Yeah. Well, I, hope, I hope his pride's okay, because that can happen to anybody. He doesn't need to feel bad. That's an accident. Exactly. Well, we recreated it. We walked in the path. We waited for some other bikers, because there were no bikes for a long time. And we waited for there to be some bikes, and we stepped out and walked the path where they got hit, yeah. and, and the bikes passed us. Just fine. Audio-wise, I'm sure that, that was probably great to hear. Yeah, that was a, that's a good audio bit. We yeah. got a lot of those. Go we ahead, got a right? lot of those. And then we talked for about an hour about Lost as we walked up here. Yeah. And now we're eight hours. You having trouble right now? You just made a noise like you've been having some trouble. Connor's in a lot of pain. What have you guys My been feet doing for poop? Oh, I, I can go twelve hours. That's not a problem. Without pooping. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. too I'm too regular for that. No, I'm yeah. regular, but I'm also disciplined, so I planned ahead. Oh. Yeah. How's what about pee pee? Uh, well, once. Got... Once for me. Once in twelve twice, hours. Twice for me. Well, That's... it's only been eight hours so far. Grant and I both uh, urinate frequently. Yeah. yeah. I, I have gone to the, in, in the eight hours you've been doing this podcast, I've urinated five or six times. I, I would, I would me say too. Me too. Myself. I find it's like a mental thing, though, where if I'm not thinking about it, I can go forever without ever, peeing. Do you ever but get the this? moment, like the moment now we've talked about it, now I'm like, 
I can pee right now. Not me. I'm like a Zen master. I can, I, I can make. I'm gonna that's make not. the next time. That's, you're, you're belittling. No, you're that's belittling what Zen, Zen master. No, that's what Zen masters. They can do what they want. Uh, that's what a Zen master is, right? I do what I want. Yep. Yeah. Um, the I'm confident that I won't need a bathroom until I get home tonight, which will be close to one in the morning. I don't know this one Zen master. He ate like fucking. 48 buffalo wings and didn't take a shit for like two weeks. I yeah. heard about that guy. They called yeah. him, they, they yeah, called him yeah. Double Espresso Mike. Yeah. Zen Master? Because yeah. he drink those Double Espresso. And he does what he wants. He yeah. does big butts. Does he, he you know, Zen. Yeah. I know a guy that like didn't jerk off for like a month. What a Zen Master. Total Zen Master. Yeah. Total Zen Master. Uh, he had a girlfriend though, so. I bet he would do a huge load. No, he had a girlfriend. It, like, he took it out of there. <laughs> Is that okay to say on your podcast? Can I say blow a huge They have to restart it now. Yeah, now we have to restart. That's our one. I think it's okay as long as JD and I don't say that. Uh, oh, yeah. Just as our personas of the podcast are, uh, we're very, very clean. We're good guys. It's not true. Yeah, it's not true to the form, yeah. True to form or true, true to your form? Are. The I'm form. Go back inside this theater here. Uh, oh, they have a uh, show. Good luck with the rest of your... Is Gadget Hour happening right yeah, now? Yeah, it's, it's happening. Oh, wow. So if you are, now, if now, you are now, right now watching Gadget Hour and then listening later to this podcast, you're getting behind the scenes of what's happening during the show that yeah, you're watching. Right. Oh, sorry about that uh, first half. You, you should tell your audience that if they want to know the behind right. the scenes, listen to this power. JD, I swear to God we will. That's exactly what's going to happen. We're going to put it on the Facebook. We're going to plug it. Absolutely. Will you? Totally. Do you want to come out and say hi? <laughs> Actually, yeah. If you were to come up, if you were to come up after uh, 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 Summer and Eve are up right now, okay. they're killing it, by the way. They're lovely. Yeah. They're very funny. Um, uh, uh, we'll, I'll go there. That might live in the podcast. So we could just do a live. Call. <laughs> do a I've live. always been edging to do just like a minute or two of live podcast. Come, come, All right. Do, come join us. That's All right. Like, except how I go past it, not in this idea. No, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I mean, compared to your opening bit. It's going to be legendary. Oh, I can't. Also, <laughs> Chase's scathing review in their opening. <laughs> no, they, no, no, no. It was, they made fun of it, too. Like, he came out. He was supposed to do one joke and then introduce improv. But he came out and started asking everyone about their religion. <laughs> he started talking then, about God quite a bit. But then... And he was, heard me like, okay. Okay. We're good here. No, but you made fun of him. I was being like, we had planned something on the opposite of what you just came out and did. But it was still funny. I, I mean, I'm skating it. I a, just don't know. A, I don't know where to come down on God. I want to believe in God. How should we come get you? Come get you. Let's just come tell us. Yeah, yeah. And how long do we have? <laughs> What's that? Type, how long do we have? 10. Not long we'll just, at all. We're gonna do like a, we're gonna intro our next set. So okay. Like, like a minute. Like a tight, a tight, tight sixty seconds. A tight, yeah, tight. Yeah, set. We'll get a portion of that sixty. Yeah, yeah. All right. Great. Great. Hey, you, lose, you sound like you're losing your voice. No, it's my. That's just a lack of uh, uh, water. No. Everything essentials. Files. Yeah. This is great. I'm very excited to be a part of it. You can tell us about this. Yeah. This is great that Casey's here because Connor wanted badly to take the Staten Island ferry while we were down there. Right. But it was at 6 p.m. There'd be a lot of commuters. And I was like, we didn't have enough battery to make it there and back. It would take an hour. We could still go do it. Yeah. I know. Honestly, we could. So maybe you can just tell us, since you are a a native Staten Islander, what that experience would have been like. Yeah, I mean, I guess the power thing would be weird, although they have outlets on the ferry. Fuck you. I said there might be. Yeah, like, I mean, that's a big thing. People go, it's, it's just a fight for them. Because right. Yeah, especially at rush hour. On a truck. Well, at rush hour, though, like, I think most people probably, if they're coming from, like, work, probably have been charging their yeah. phones yeah. already. But you never know. You ever notice that now? Like, anytime you see someone, like, there's an outlet, there's always phones plugged into it. Yes. Yeah. Behind a bar or, like, anywhere. Anywhere you go. It's yeah. the worst. Bar. Our whole day's been a struggle for outlets. Behind the bar. Yeah. We're plugged in right now. Yeah, I know, but that's kind of fun though, because you know we, we have the technology. Why not use it? Yeah. Has it been? Has that been a challenge? Huh? Yeah. Do you well, have extra batteries? Because you can't stop that thing. 
Yeah, no, we have a lot of batteries, but this thing we can plug in, I can charge it. The batteries. While it's recording still. That's amazing. So that's um, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, so we're good. And like our first episode, we did a little walking, then we ended up in my apartment. The second episode was entirely in Connor's apartment. Almost entirely. We went grocery and, and, and lunch. But this episode, we've been out and about all day, which is that's different. The, well, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Especially on a nice day like this. But it does get a little stressful just because you have to find power. And yeah. I think our guilt has come from the fact that like we just haven't been as talkative as we were in the past. We've said all that needs to be said, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we've reached the bottom of our personalities. I don't think that's true. I think it's just like, I've been hot all day. Oh, I thought it was nice. Yeah, I'm notoriously, like, I like winter weather. Weird. We, you and me are polar opposites. Yeah. I mean, I, what happens is, like, even today, I don't mind it once the, where I'm not in direct sunlight, but I'm just, like, sweating walking around. And it just feels terrible It's to me. so interesting because today I was, like... It's a little cold for me, which is so weird because I like it. I like things hot. You like it hot? Well, some the sum. some like you're I'm the like sum. I'm the sum. Some yeah. forty one. I like it uh, hot. Yeah, and you like it cold. So today's our day that like we both kind of get what we want. Although we also kind of not get what we want. No, neither of us. Today we're both unhappy too. Well, yeah, we're both unhappy at the same time. Usually it's just you're unhappy or I'm unhappy. I'm pretty. I'm I'm rarely unhappy. <laughs> you are a pretty happy guy. I feel like. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you like. In a shitty mood. I, I, I mean, I'm sure you do get in a shitty mood, but like, you're not a guy that like stomps around. It's like, yeah, I'm not. I had a bad day. I'm not a big. Uh, I guess I'm not a big. I guess it's more so I'm just not really a big complainer, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely my mom and me. Me and my mom are very positive. Right. Yeah. My whole family, really, but my mom especially is like bright side of the yeah of the, of the equation. Really. Were you in the show? No, I just went to to watch. Yeah. I, I work with James McCarthy, and he was like, "I'm going there." I'm going right. to the show and I was like I'll watch a little bit but now it's time to go home after when you guys go in it's time to go home and eat some seamless you know yeah you're yeah. a big seamless guy I mean on a Monday night I'm going home and hanging out with Lisa and we're going to order some seamless yeah that's, you guys that's, live together right yeah. yeah yeah I mean we're living in sin we're not getting married until June and it's, right and it's but there's a thing where people will get like in New York they'll get like engaged or be married and still have separate apartments or like yeah. other roommates yeah, I guess like I guess the lease is the thing that's like holding them back. Yeah. yeah. But, but your lease, my lease, is a Lisa. I, I moved into Lisa's apartment. That's what that's right. all, my, all my friends still call it Lisa's apartment. That's what Probably as a way to mock me, but right. It's a fun. It's a fun little thing. But that also implies that you were able to bring less of your stuff. Oh, absolutely. But that was kind of great because it was like it was kind of nice to like it was it was forced me to shed things. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And all that stuff, like my bed in my old apartment, went to like my parents' house, my the house I grew up in. So, which is great. So, like, if I'm home for the holidays, it's like a nice bed rather than like a twin or something. Just weird that you, like most people right. don't have that experience. It's usually like their twin bed right. or like a couch or something. Yeah. So it is kind of weird and nice to have that. Yeah, to adult furniture, childhood home. Yeah. And like adult furniture that you already feel comfortable in. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it, and it's 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 I, we now have like a, a we have. A, Queen now and it's a full and I, and I for some reason when I go home it, the full feels bigger or something I don't right. know what it is I think it's higher it's a higher bed so it make it, so it feels different yeah. yeah I feel that what kind of beds do you guys have I, I shouldn't be them. asking you about beds when you're like tired and no. exhausted all no no this is like this, this is honestly the, the best part of the we're, podcast we're so far we're getting into our, our listeners are into this right now right you can, you can tweet thing. at Casey Jost. Yep, that's right. Jost, J-O-S-T. 
on Twitter and let them know that you're enjoying this part of the podcast if you are. Do it right now. Um, please do. Please do. That could be fun. I think Hashtag make, beds. Hashtag beds at Casey Joes. You know, this is like, this is sort of like a, uh, what's, the th- uh, uh, what's the thing when you, a time capsule. This yes. is like a time capsule. Yeah. It is, honestly. I'll dig up that tweet. Yeah. Now, uh, JD's one of the few people in New York City who's seen my bed. Yes. But, funny enough, we've all seen you sleep. Okay. Oh, Summer and Eva sing their last song. All right. That's okay. No, no, it makes sense. Um, I was saying, we've all seen you sleep. Yeah. A lot of us. Have. Yeah. That's true. But Connor right. doesn't let any people in the apartment, and I got to go. Oh, Noel's is fun. Summer and Eve. Uh, there's the girl who's in the commercial with you. That's right. The Time Warner Cable commercial. Why play a husband that she no longer desires? He's <laughs> great. I was watching it. It's like, actually, you know, desirable. well, I'm in a ri- pretty big sweater in that, so I look even chubbier than I actually am. Yeah, I thought that. Um, and they also style my hair in like the least flattering. I, I didn't realize any of it until I saw the commercial. I'm like, oh, I look terrible. Uh, and that's the good. point of the commercial. It actually is a weirdly like, I have pretty good self-esteem, but when that commercial is on, hmm. it's a weird like, ah, oh, <laughs> like, like. I always kind of wondered when people like were in a movie and there's a part that's like stupid fat person, and I'm like, how do you get someone to do that? Like, how do they feel? Yeah. Like I always wondered, like, like let's say you're the person that's supposed to be like, the joke is that they're too fat to love or something. Yeah. And I was wondering, like, how do those people feel like when they're asked to do that? Yeah. Um, and now you don't. And I'm like, oh, I guess I just feel okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So here we are backstage yeah. at UCB. Hey, how you, hey. How you doing? The commercials turned out so funny. No, I know. Uh, they are fantastic. God, I'm charmed by them. Um, uh, speaking of people that I am charmed by, we have two special surprise guests joining us right now. Uh, this hey, is uh, hey, Connor hey, Ratliff and JD Amato. Hi there. They are well, guys. Why don't you tell them what you're doing? Yeah, we're actually in the middle of recording our podcast, which is 12 Hour Day with JD and Connor. It's a 12 hour long podcast. Where each episodes is twelve hours uncut, a twelve-hour unbroken conversation. Yeah, and we we started at twelve forty-five today, and so it's now at eight thirty-six. We're we're gearing up on the eight-hour mark. Patrick uh, and I happened to cross them in the lobby, and we said, "Well, yeah, you should come. You should probably come on stage for a little bit." So yeah. what, what what we're offering right now is the opportunity for all of you to be on a real bona fide podcast. So right now we're going to give you a five-second window that we're calling the fertile period, in which you can say anything. And then about a week from now, you can find it within the 12 hours of our podcast. Yeah. So the fertile period begins now. Okay, there we go. All right. Hashtag fertile period. Uh, that'll be what people will be hashtagging at this point. So if you search the hashtag fertile period about a week from now. Uh, you'll know what it references. Before you guys go, I, I, I have a question. Yeah. yeah. Do either one of you believe in God? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's possible. I'm, ag- I'm real hardcore agnostic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 to me, atheism is like too big a, like it's commits the same problem as any kind of religion where it's like, oh, I know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. And I think it's designed, like if it's designed, it's very clearly designed to not to be confusing. Sure. Uh, so I am confused and proud of it. I'm proud not to know. Yeah, we both have no idea what's going on. Yeah. I think that's a great answer. Thank you, yeah. guys. Yeah. All right. Hey, man. 'm well, probably we're probably going to interview um, what's that uh, 
the person I was in the uh, commercial with. Uh, what commercial was it? The Time, the Time Warner commercial. Um, the, what sucks is that like, there's no good way to like, interview people with this because we're just like, I'm just, like pulling my law towards them. Yeah. It's a real bummer, Con. Bocom. Oh. Well, that w- I'm really happy. That was one of the goals that I had was for us to be featured in a live show the way podcasts have live episodes. But that's kind of like how I wanted it to be. It's just like a fragment of the 12-hour day. Yeah. Uh, I just thought, it, I, I think there's something funny, too, about the fact that, like, it's a 12-hour podcast. It's like, come on, you can listen to yourself. But it's like, it's going to be so hard for them to find yeah. that five seconds within the full yeah. length um, of the podcast that we've been doing. Yeah. Um, it's fun. How come? This is so strange, dude. I don't, um, I don't get well, let me Let me actually, uh, it, while you're fiddling with that, I'm going to go find Nadia and see if she wants to come out here and talk about that commercial. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm fiddling with my, I'm just not feeling like I'm getting enough levels here. I'm talking, but I'm so soft. <laughs> we can hear Connor whisper. Anyone can hear this. I'm recording a podcast right now. That's what we're talking about. So if you want to talk, uh, when you head out there, Connor's we'll such a weirdo. Oh, sure. Right now. Yeah, it's part of it. It's like a 12-hour long. <laughs> Hearing Connor's description of the podcast. Hey, everyone listening to the podcast. Was that was that audible? Yeah, that was all the audible. Okay, good. Oh, Jesus. It was just funny hearing your like in, inside voice of you being like, "Hey, we're on a podcast right now." Yeah. I want you to be on well, the podcast. I'm gonna go get us some waters or something from the bar. Do you want water? Uh, I'm fine. Can we get a water? I don't okay. feel selfish when I go over there and then come back here and, and you're like, "You want a water?" You can get me water. You want a water? Yeah. Okay. Do you want? Oh boy. Hi, Sharon. Hey there. How's it going? Doing good. Can I get two wa- two waters? Or or are those? Are, is it possible to get? Are those free waters or are those are uh, paid waters? Get free, two free we were just in the shower, right, so, so great. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I really have destroyed my feet. Yeah. But through walking. Like, I don't know how people did it in the old world. Like, would I just die in the old days? Yeah, you probably would. Like, I'd just lose a foot. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, I, uh, I, uh, uh, no, but watching the, the my commercial's airing all the time now. Uh, time this is the one where you're sad in the shower? No, that one was last year. That was the New York Lottery one. No, this is one where Nadia Quinn, who's in Summer and Eve, just performed in the Gadget Hour. Um, she is my wife, uh, and she is looking out the window at an attractive man who's, like, washing his car. Right. 
And then I come up to her and I say, do you ever feel like you settled? And she goes, what? What? I'm like, on our satellite DSL and cable bundle. Yeah. I just feel like we could have gotten a better bargain. And then Coach Cowher, the guy who used to be the coach of, I think, like at the Pittsburgh Steelers or something. Right. Uh, he wa- steps in because he's the recurring character in this campaign. He steps in and he says, you can get a better bundle with Time Warner Cable, DSL, da 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 and, and then I turn to my wife and I say, no more settling in this house, huh, babe? And the whole joke of the commercial is that she's clearly unsatisfied on some level. She's fantasizing about more attractive men. And I'm oblivious to this. And I'm thinking about it in terms of... Right. Uh, in terms of that. Right. Um, and it is weird to see that because it's playing all the time now. Like, it right. started playing in January a little bit. But now it's playing to the point where, like, everybody at the bookstore I work has seen the commercial over and over again. Right. It's one of the commercials that's just on to the point that everyone's like, oh, that your commercial. Yeah. And I think it's because it's Time Warner Cable. Because it's a cable company... They sell the airtime to themselves. Right. So they can plaster the airways with it. They basically fill up, I think, any commercial time that isn't, that is available. They just put right. in commercials for their own stuff. Um, and, but it's a weird thing to... That's interesting. Do you think, do you think, like, Verizon Fios lets Time Warner advertise on their network? Possibly, because... I mean, CBS has commercials for HBO. I think that ad time is ad time to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, there might occasionally be, like, feuds or something where they're like, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. But I think, generally speaking, the, the feeling is like, well, if you're going to pay us, sure. Yeah. It's your money. Right. Um, the, uh, have you seen the commercial lately for... Um, I think I mentioned this because I had just seen it when I talked to the teens talking to TCS. Have you seen that? Taco Bell commercial where they've gotten a bunch of people who are actually named Ronald McDonald to yes. say, I think that's fun. I think that's fun, but it's such a strange... It's strange because well, they're it's all unhealthy-looking men, men. Well, and also, it's become so comical for anyone to try to advertise Taco Bell by claiming the food is good or that you're going to love this. That like It's just a given that Taco Bell is bad. That like their only aspect now is to be like, like weird, like concept ads you know what I mean like yeah. they can't advertise the food anymore because like the cat's out of the bag it's awful food is the, is the food there that notoriously bad I never really eat a Taco Bell I've, I I mean I haven't eaten there in 10, 12 years but, but every, every advertisement I see I'm just like that that you know uh, TV version of the food looks gross yeah and that's the pretty and version and that's the pretty version um, and so but is it I'm, worse than any other fast food national chain? It seems worse than something like a McDonald's. I mean, like I'm sure health-wise, it's all the same. But like, I don't know. Loose beef, loose just, beef, and a thing. <laughs> it just looks like diarrhea. You know what I mean? It's like it looks like it beforehand. Yeah. And it's like I don't know. I don't know. It just looks like disgusting food. That's like you. And they keep trying to add it by being like, oh, it's fucking. Doritos chips for the it's like this all just sounds gross <laughs> you're not improving it you're just complicated like if they just tried to sell me on like three soft shell tacos I'd probably have like a bit of better chance of getting me back in there than by being like the new double chalupa bean burrito with Doritos filling 
you've got the cheddar cheese from Doritos, and they're spraying it. It's like, what are you doing? Like, but like, what would be an example of like a taco? You like tacos, right? Yeah. But like, do they does a Taco Bell taco look worse than a? Absolutely. In real life, yeah. Yeah. In TV life, that's what I'm saying. Like in TV life, no. But it does. It does when it's when you actually see when, it. Well, it does when you're putting fucking like Doritos dust on your tacos and like saying that you're having like one layer of marshmallow in between your bean layers. Like, no, thank you. Mm. I don't want any of that. No, thank you. You, you're not the daddy I want in my my tummy. You're not my tummy daddy. Is that a phrase? No, I just made that up. Yeah. Now we have Nadia Quinn is here. Hey. With us. Uh, Nadia stars in a commercial. Co-stars. With, uh, with you. Yeah. Uh, we both star in a commercial for Time War Cable that seems to be airing quite a lot lately. I've heard. I only saw it one time during Jeopardy. I saw it during... No, I can't. I saw it... I had uh, the Rachel Maddow show was on in the background, and then all of a sudden I heard my voice, and I had that weird thing of like, what's... Oh, it was on. Uh, but I keep hearing from other people... Happy, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's good that it's. I thought, you know, it aired a little in January. I thought that was it. Me too. I was like, oh, okay. And I'm surprised that it suddenly. I actually, it's funny. I saw um, Will Hines was in town this past week, and he's in one of the. There's three commercials that were part of this campaign. Uh, one that was like uh, the undesirable husband one, and then there's one that's like <laughs> disappointing father who's like right. Will Hines is like in the tent, right? he's in a tent with his family stealing the neighbor's Wi-Fi. Um, but as I was saying goodbye to Will, we were on the streets in New York, and I gave him a hug. And then as I went inside, I thought, like, wouldn't it be funny if someone just saw us and thought, like, oh, like, the characters from those Time Warner cables, oh, like, hang out friends. in real life. Oh, all the disappointing people hang out together. <laughs> yeah. It's like the disappointing men of Time Warner Cable Universe yeah. are all uh, part of the same overlapping... Uh, it sort of is that way, though. Like, it really shoot is. commercials, and everyone are your improv friends. And I had someone tell me today in an audition that... It's the funniest commercial he has ever seen. And really? he said he and his wife, every time it comes on, they rewind it and rewatch it three or four times because that little end moment they just think is so funny. Connor doesn't seem to believe that's true. I don't. Amato? Nadia. Nadia. I think we have oh, I'm met. Sorry. No, but like not in a serious way where right. we've locked eyes and shook hands. Yes. It's just in a like, yeah. we've been in the same place at the same time. No, absolutely. I've seen some really I thought that was place. like sort of an intent. Like, I was really taken aback by that and he was he wasn't just like uh, yeah he wasn't just saying it you could tell he meant it he was like right. hey I, that commercial you're in I think it's the funniest commercial I have truly ever seen. it wasn't like that's the funniest commercial I've ever seen yeah he meant it as like Literally, I'm talking about of all time like the funniest one and I only saw it one time but it did make me laugh and that makes me nervous it, it made me happy because mm-hmm. sometimes you do a commercial and you're right. like how are they going to edit it together are they going to make me look dumb yeah they made us look cool. I think there's yeah. also a strange thing where, like, no matter what you make, there is someone out there that will love it. That, like, that will be yeah. their favorite thing. Even if it's something that you're like, yeah, that was fine. There's someone that's like, my wife and I, every time it's on, we rewind it and we watch it and we're in love with it. Yeah. And, like, yeah. there's a part of it that wants to be like, what are you talking about? It was fine, but not that. But it's also like, my no, if you like so it, cool. if you like it. Yeah. Some Don't people, have you guys been to MoMA recently? Are we allowed to talk about MoMA? And yeah. Yes. Comedy podcast. Of course. I mean, we're eight hours into a twelve-hour podcast. Great. So we can just talk about we, whatever the shit yeah. we want. Am I allowed to swear? Yes. Dick, fuck. Bitch. Poop. 
butts. Okay. No butts. Sorry. Uh, I was at MoMA recently, and I it made me think a lot about that, about how art is so subjective, really, right. truly. I mean, I know that's obvious, but yeah. there was this, um, this art display with mannequins surrounded by and taped on them garbage and old stuff. Like, to the point where it looked like someone was pranking everyone. Right. And then I thought we should do a prank where you set up a museum display with all just, like, the stupidest shit and watch people be like, oh, I love their use of shape and color. Right. Tonality. Right. Because it looked like garbage. It looked like someone, like, taped Frito's bags to a mannequin's head and then, like, wrapped rope around this arm and it was, like, dragging and a suitcase open with banana peels in it. Like, stupid. Yeah. Garbage. I, I was just, uh, I think it's at MoMA right now, but I was talking to a friend about, uh, do you know, the performance artist Vito Acconci? He does a lot of these, like, very subversive performance art pieces. One of his famous ones, which I think there's a video of it at the moment right now, is um, it's, a, it's a big room in a museum with a big wooden ramp. Like, the whole, like, it's like as if, like, half of the floor in the room is just, like, a ramp leading up six feet into the wall. And all you hear um, in the room are speakers of just, like, and what it is is he the artist himself is under the ramp masturbating Ew. to the to the sound of the people walking above it but the whole thing is people walking in being like what huh this is so interesting like what I wonder what this is and like he's jerking huh. off to you being confused bitch right but the whole thing is him just being like oh I'm this artist you've come into my domain and now I'm I'm getting off on like the footsteps of you trying to figure out what this is, so like of you wandering really around. Gets off on that. Or do you think he's? It's, in it's his performance mind, like, art. He's. That's the point he's trying to make, but he doesn't actually find that sexually. No, like he always he he talks about like, when he does this, like, he like fantasizes about like what those people look like and like having sex with them and da da da. But the, I think the I think it's funny in the sense that it's like. It's exactly that. It's like. The, the epitome of art that's just like I'm putting this out there don't know what it is but like I like the fact that you're like trying to figure it out and that's yeah. like the distillation of it is like a guy hiding under a ramp masturbating to everyone Should walking above that? him I mean we can lay under some stairs and prank some people with <laughs> terrible fake art uh, I'm surprised there isn't a museum of pranks there should be don't wait who's listening to this Steelers Someone's there might be some Steelers We do have a big Steeler audience. Great. Uh, Great. Bunch of thieves. But I don't have the energy to found a museum of pranks. No, uh, I guess I don't know. If I, if, if Connor would be not the great person to found a museum. I think no. that would immediately just stress uh, you out. You could. Like, on a, I could see you playing a museum founder in an episode of, like, yeah, I, I would, of Cards. Yeah, I would love... <laughs> You'd be like, see, I founded this museum. Season five. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I could definitely in season five of House of Cards. If, uh, I would like to play a museum founder. Uh, yeah. If anyone out there from who gets, uh, Netflix him, is who gets embroiled in a political scandal. Broad City season three. Uh, that's right. Oh yeah, I saw you uh, in the the office. What kind of office was it? Broad uh, City. Yeah, I was in a. It was a really funny scene. Yeah. I saw it. I really yeah. love Broad City. It makes it's me, a great it's a show. Well. There are a couple moments in particular that I think about. Yeah. How funny they are. Yeah. Well, it's just one of those shows that, like, it's both good. It's great writing. Yeah. Good filmmaking. And it's, like, it's not stupid. sketch comedy. It's just, like, great. Stupid. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, they just do the stupidest shit that is so, you're like, why are you doing that? Why am I crying laughing? I yeah. actually like it. 
That's great. Yeah. yeah. I agree. It was good. It was really good. I like uh, television right now. I'm into TV a lot. What's your favorite show? You know, I, I really do watch a lot of TV. I feel like. Yeah. As an actor, it's part of our jobs. Watch. You're TV, doing research. I watch all of it. So. The things that I need to watch immediately are Game of Thrones, which sadly I did not see last night's episode, but I have to say, people are fucking annoying with spoilers. Like, yeah, have you been like, spoiled? I'm not spoiling anything, but oh, crazy episode, right? Have you been spoiled? Like, all I know is that something crazy happened last night. Uh-oh. Everyone's like, something happens. Yeah. But that's, I'd say that's true of almost every single episode of Game of Thrones. I mean, the, it, the degree of what happens. Yeah. But every episode has something big that happens. Can I tell you what I read? I didn't read anything specific. Yeah. But I read the phrase, long live King Joffrey mm-hmm. on Facebook. Yeah. And I can't stop thinking about what that means and what happened and what, and yeah. I, that bothers me. I know, maybe it isn't a direct spoiler. Maybe that person was just like, I fucking love Joffrey, but mm-hmm. it, I yeah. can't, now I'm, did you, so you it. haven't watched that and you haven't watched Mad Men? I don't watch Mad Men. Okay. I watched season one of Mad Men and it uh-huh. sort of bored me a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, I enjoyed the characters, but it, yeah. it didn't make me compelled to watch. Right. I love Nurse Jackie. That just started up last night. I watched that. Yeah. I haven't watched that at all. I watched Law and Order SVU still really religiously. I'm into Scandal. I watch um, The Blacklist. Mm-hmm. So you're, yeah. You, Mindy Project. You're, you're, like, deep into New shows. World. Because like so, every show. some of those shows are like oh I would watch but then like I think there's like a second tier of shows that like some people are like uh they write them off and they don't get into like Blacklist Scandal Nurse Jackie no Scandal's big Scandal is big that probably doesn't fit in there but Blacklist Nurse Jackie though, Blacklist probably Blacklist is a little underrated I really enjoy it and Nurse Jackie is I mean Edie Falco is just really good at acting yeah uh, I saw her walking down the street last week <laughs> that's exciting and she was. Struggling, she had a bicycle and a big heavy coat. That's how that's how different the weather is from one week to another. Uh, but at first, I just thought she just looked like a woman who was kind of like struggling to get her stuff. Done. Like she had a big bag and stuff like that. And then when I realized it was Edie Falco, I was kind of like, oh yeah, she's like struggling with her stuff like anybody else walking down the street. Nobody even helped. Yeah, um, I think it, it wasn't a situation where you would have to walk all the way home wherever she was going oh, to help her. She just had like a big bag and a coat. Yeah. You guys, I think um, my husband might have left me here. So oh, I no. should probably go. Yeah. Oh no. I thought for a second I th- that sounded felt like a more dramatic revelation. I think my husband left me. Yeah. Not just here in in my life. Well, that's maybe we shouldn't be the ones to yeah, we don't catch br- that out. We don't want to break that news here on the podcast. That would be a dark turn. Well, he's here somewhere. I think he probably got a piece him. of pizza. You should find at two boots? Probably. Probably. Is that him? He has a guitar. He's not. Anyway, uh, I'm in a band, Summer and Eve. If anyone is listening and yes. anyone likes funny music, we write music that we, some people have told us is funny. Summer and Eve. A and D. Eve, Summer and Eve. Like a douche, but different. You... Summer and Eve is really funny. It's really great. Oh, thank you. Good. Funny. Also, you guys are great musicians. So, thank you so it's, much. it's it's both sides of that coin. Did you, did you, the person who told you that. Our commercial was the funniest thing they, the commercial they'd ever seen. Did you uh, tell him to check out Summer and Eve? I didn't. You know, he was so just like a if guy you, at an audition today. I you'd be like, well, if you that. like that, if you think that's funny, you should check, check this out. Check out my out. band. Yeah. I didn't. I forgot. Good reminder, though. I do yeah. have business cards I could hand out. Uh, Not that, through the air of the radio, but you, if you Google the internet. If you Google business cards on the internet, you may find them. But you'll find an image of a business card. Yeah. Do you guys have, like, a Twitter handle? Yes, at Summer and Eve. Right. Tweet at Summer and Eve and go, 
Where's your business card? Where's your business card? Where's your business card? I'll send a photo of our business card back to you. Yes, uh, listeners of the podcast, send a tweet to at Summer and Eve. Uh, uh, tweet a photo. Tweet a photo of yourself uh, at Summer and Eve, where you're holding your hands out like, "Where's your business card?" And then when you get the uh, twit pick of the business card, Photoshop that business card into the original picture so uh-huh. it looks like you're holding it. it. And I'm if you it. do that, we will send you bonus content from today. You will get Boco. From I'll us. send them a free CD if they do that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that, you could get several people doing this. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I will. I'll send you a free <laughs> CD. To the first okay, person. I'll meet you and hand you a CD in the city somewhere. I mean, that seems, that's even that more. Seems more. I, didn't, I was trying to save the money on postage. <laughs> oh, that's smart. But I'm, we're trying to, like, we want to, you sell okay, your CDs, right? First, yeah, for $10. So the first one person who does it gets a free CD. Everyone else gets a CD for $9 instead of $10. Okay, that's a great deal. Legitimately, that's a great deal. If you, if you if do that, the first person to it's do not that, weird to do that. Just do that and get the free CDs because it'll be it's a great thing to get. tracks on it. Including a song about Kurt Cobain and a song about how George Foreman has five sons named George Foreman. So the first person Free to complete all of those steps. Yeah. Tweet the first photo of you holding your hands out like, and saying, where's, where's my business card? Then you have to Photoshop the business card into your hands in the first photo. The first person to do that gets free a free CD. CD. Yeah. Everyone autograph. else after that does it gets a dollar off. Free autograph CD. Oh, man. This is, this is a race to the finish. Like right now there are people who are listening to this podcast who are like oh i got it like who have paused it who are racing to finish legitimately this is a great this is a great situation for you if you're a comedy fan listen to this podcast this is like a that's a cool thing a free cd for a for a few minutes of your time your photo equipment your photoshop kids these days it'll take them like half a second to get this done they probably have an app that does this yeah kids these days they're so good what other podcast has a sweepstakes uh eight hours into their podcast (laughs) I will, uh, yeah, so I'm really glad. I've, never, I've actually never been on a podcast before. Oh, really? It's oh. so weird. So this is... They're not normally like this. Normally... Normally oh. you have, like, a microphone to yourself and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, but since we're... Since, instead of me trying to hold Passing mine. one back and forth in, in the side area of a bar? Yeah. Cool. Basically, this is two exhausted men who have just crashed near a power outlet. Yeah. That's the reason we're here is to charge our gear. I like it. Uh, so uh, follow at Summer and Eve on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, tweet at us. Even if you don't want to do the whole picture thing, just if you tweet at us, like, we like you, we'll tweet you back. Yeah. Tweet, tweet at, find a song of theirs online and then tweet at them. Funny song. We'll send Great you a song. We'll picture of us holding anything you want. I don't know. I'll do anything. You, you keep putting a I'll lot of things on your fans. I'll do anything for fans. Tweet, tweet something to the, tweet something to Summer Eve because they will do something. Yeah, we'll check it out tonight. That's my buddy. I mean. Hi, how's it going? You? Good. Hey, this is a podcast. Uh, European That's now, right. On a podcast. You are on a podcast. Hello, Brandon. This, this has been Hi. a cavalcade right, of guest stars. Let's trade out. Thanks for Brandon coming is on. Talk, and I'm right. piecing the shit out. Okay. Bye, love you. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, yeah. good to see you. Uh, we have Brandon Gardner here. Uh, what podcast am I on? This is Twelve Hour Day with JD and Connor. This is episode three of Twelve Hour Day of JD. And it's Connor. a twelve hour long podcast. So excited to be! I love both of you guys. It's a twelve hour long podcast. We're eight hours in to episode three. Wow. And is the whole podcast going to be taking place here? No. We, we're here because there's an outlet where we can charge our equipment without pausing. And we can also rest because we've been walking all day. Oh, wow. yeah. I actually was in the... Earlier today. Can you bleep that out? <laughs> oh, no. Wait, we don't know where this is going. Okay. Well, I was just in there earlier and... Uh, For no reason. Tried to... Well, we were there. We needed to get some reading done. Yeah. 
and uh, tried to look for you, and I went on all the different floors. You weren't there, at least at the time that I was there, around, I would say, six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I to be there just to enjoy You have to bleep out the names of this, because we've never revealed where I work. Connor, Connor's been randomly trying to keep it secret. He, every, every, all of our podcast listeners uh, Chelsea know. Clark is also here. Uh, we're recording the 12-Hour Day podcast, 12-Hour Day with J.D. and Connor. Uh, is episode three. Uh, we have an improv nerd show in about improv half an hour. nerd show. That's right. It's so Monday night. Is each podcast twelve hours? Yes. Yeah. It's an unbroken twelve-hour conversation. Yeah. Okay. And we've wound up here because there's an outlet where we can charge oh, that's good. our equipment, and also we can sit. Uh, We're very tired. We've been exhausted. Why are your hands wet? What? <laughs> is that like a podcast trick? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, no. I genuinely was worried because I'm like, they don't look wet. Is that a sign of like a stroke when you can't tell how moist your hands are? Like they that's, look dry? That's also like a thing that Connor, I could easily see happening where it's just like, wait, Connor, your hands are very wet for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry now, for not yes anding it. Uh, I was genuinely frightened for a second. Guys, well, that's the improv well nerds. That's what it's like. You yeah, gotta be on the moves, me being confused and calling <laughs> them out. Um, One uh, side of your face is like drooping. Oh no! Well, fortunately, everything smells like toast, so that's, that's comforting. Yeah, because uh, I love toast. As long as you smell toast, it smells, oh, it smells that's like the upside. Like that's the, that is an upside of a terrible thing happening. Yeah. It's just like toast smells Great pretty smell. good yeah. to so, me. My dad had a stroke. Oh no! Right, he's fine. All right. But guess he had it on an airplane. On an airplane? Yeah. Really? Worst place to have a stroke. Yeah. Worst place for any kind of serious medical. Yeah. Were you on the plane with him? No. Who was on the plane with him? Um, like, like other, 350 strangers. Other strangers? <laughs> oh, Did my God. Did they land the plane prematurely? No, no. Did he people know? Like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Let people me off could last. tell he was having a stroke? Well, he couldn't walk uh, by himself. Okay. So he was like, I think I go to the, the doctor or the hospital. Hold your lap closer. I can't get Chelsea. Okay. Oh, sorry. Anyway, that's the end we of the story. We, we weren't <laughs> equipped for, for guests for this your, one. Your dad is, uh, he seems like a... Calm man under pressure. Yeah, he's he's a stroke on an airplane. You're just like everybody else walked out. I can't walk, but uh, you know, take me to the hospital later. I'll be fine. Yeah, I think they even stopped at a diner first. Really? Wait, what? So what? What? How does he know he's having a stroke? Then is it just like what's the feeling? I, I think it's I think it's just like um, the you know you have well, trouble with the side of your body. You've been near uh, a friend who had a stroke, right? Weren't you with your friend while she had a stroke? In Astoria? Were you there? No. Oh, when Aubrey had a stroke? Yeah. No. I thought you were present for it. No, I feel like I heard this story from you and assumed you were there. No, I think it was before I even knew it. Uh, I think it also maybe depends on the severity of the stroke, how bad it feels maybe. Like, how severe was your father's stroke? Um, I don't, I think it was like a, a good one to get as far as strokes go. Yeah. Cause like sometimes people, sometimes like people have like small strokes and find out about it later. Like, oh, we think this person has a stroke and some people have a stroke and they're like, this person's having a stroke. Yeah. No, he, it only took him two months to, or a month to get out of the hospital and a month in rehab. So yeah. I think that some people have it, the side effects for years. I read a book uh, called uh, My Stroke of Insight. Oh, yeah, yeah. I read yes. that. Yes. Uh, it was great. Very interesting. But it was a neurologist who had a stroke. Eventually, who had a stroke. 
to the point where she like lost all language ability had to like teach herself language again. But what's interesting about it is she talks about sort of the plasticity of the brain and how uh, when one part of the brain stops functioning, other parts of the brain like like get stronger or like develop more to kind of try to take the place of it. And she said that one of the things that was interesting for her is when she lost language, she felt like she experienced things like deeper. Like when she saw sunset but didn't have a word for a sunset, she just experienced it. She, she said it was like a more profound experience. Uh, and she said in a way she misses the feeling of having the stroke. That she felt things like uh, she was always in the moment, she always really felt things. And then in a way language like detaches us from her. Take that podcast. I feel like if I lost language, I would be too exhausted to realize. I'd be like, ah, I tried it. I had a good run with language, but I, there's no way I'm learning how to do it all that again. Yeah. This is the new Connor. Yeah. New yeah, Connor is a mute Connor. Just out of like laziness, I'd be like, you know what? Like, I had a good run of talking, and now I'm just going to try other things. All right, so you, get, you guys are heading into Improv Nerds now? Yeah. Have a fun podcast, guys. Thank you for being on it. I think this was, this is actually... Uh, I like that we ended up talking about something serious. This is actually one of my favorite parts of the podcast. I like it when we go... When we talk about real things as opposed to stupid things. Well, what hour are you on? Uh, we're uh, in the ninth hour of it. So if someone is listening at this point... Yeah. One of your gung-ho listeners, right? Yeah. Nine, 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 nine. We have people that listen. We have people that listen to the whole thing, nonstop. Now, do they usually do it, do they themselves try to listen to it in 12 hours, or do they break it up? Some people do it in one sitting. Some people break it up during their commutes or things like that. Do you break it up for them? Or no, it's one 12-hour-long thing. Uh, will Yeah. Uh, it's like 300 megabytes or something. It's like 12 episodes of another podcast, you know? Oh. Um, uh, one of our uh, listeners uh, is Will Hines, who listens to it in L.A. while he's driving in L.A. traffic. Now, you guys both know Will Hines. If you want to say something to him, we have been directing personal messages to Will Hines in this podcast. Because he was an early detractor, and then he became one of our, I'll say it, a super fan. Yeah. Uh, Will Hines, before both episodes, has publicly declared that he would not listen and then ended up listening to both episodes. Well, that's one of those things, right? The, like, zealousy of the convert, right? The people who, like, find religion late in life. They're, like, the most, like, fervent believers. Yeah. Because, like, will is that for your podcast. Yeah, like, uh, like, like born-again people or people who, like, lived a rowdy life and then found it are, like, way more into it. Or, like, uh, most improvisers. Yep. Because most improvisers, you found it late in life. Like somewhat late in your 20s or 30s. Right? 30? I was 33. Um, if Will's listening to this podcast right now, driving in LA or wherever he is, um, I'd like to say that I miss him. Oh, uh, that's what I was going to say. Um, that uh, I feel like um, I'm happy for LA that they have him. I think he's like a good sort of mind and soul to have around. Uh, but that it was a big loss for New York. Oh, yeah. He comes back and uh, visits us soon. He was here last week. He didn't yeah, let me know. Yeah, I thought he was maybe still here. He might be here right now. I have no idea. Yeah, he said specifically to a, he found out your schedule from me and then avoided where you would be. Well, I he doesn't. I'm not saying he cares for me at all. I, I enjoy him as a person. Yeah. 
he, yeah, he has his issues with me. Hey, did I ever tell you guys, I don't know if I ever told you this, that I think I tried to go to the very first Improv Nerds show. I told you. I told you this one time. Have I ever told you this? No. Um, and this was at a point where I was like, I had never been to the creek before, or I'd been maybe to one thing of the creek, and it was uh, there was a super snowstorm, yeah. and I got to the creek and I could, the restaurant was closed, and that was the only way that I knew in. I didn't know there was a way in the theater, and I had ruined my shoes and my pants getting there in the snow, and I was I had a temper tantrum alone in the streets of Long Island City because I was so mad. At myself, and I was also like, Why did "How you did?" You know? yeah. Well, it wasn't just; it was that it seemed like everybody must have known, but me, because I didn't know. I well, because no, we you were in there having the show. Yeah, yeah. but I no, assumed I didn't know the restaurant was locked. But I a lot of times the restaurant would be locked. But I this was a show on like a Wednesday night, yeah. and it was late. It was like a late yeah. show on Wednesday, night, like at eleven or ten thirty or something like that. Yeah, and. I went all the way out there, and then I felt so stupid, and I also felt like everyone finds stuff out but me, because there was no one else who was confused and wandering around. There was no one else in the streets. And I remember just like every time I would, I did one of those things where I accidentally stepped in a corner puddle, and so like everything got wet, and I just remember cursing and screaming as I wandered back to the subway. And I was like, uh, and then I think I went to another show like a few weeks later, and then I think I quietly, like, uh, I either didn't get up, or, like, I didn't volunteer or something. I was, like, nervous. But I was still kind of, like, mad and hurt. But didn't you eventually find out we did have a show that night? Yeah. I, I Eventually I found out, I think, from you. Right. Oh, that's so sad. That sucks. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Not your fault. Real quick, before I go, Connor and I are traveling to Finland next week. I'm so jealous. That's right. To bring the, the gift of game-focused in... Long form improv to Helsinki. Yeah, we're doing one show. One show. We're there five days. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited. It's supposed to be a very expensive city. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Oh I God, think so. we're gonna have to spend a lot of money. I think expensive like New York. Oh, that's not expensive. I'll just live the way I live. Um, yeah, and Brandon Scott Jones and I are spending an extra day in Stockholm, which I'm sorry you won't be joining us on. No, I don't want to get Stockholm Syndrome. Whoa. Chelsea, quick, what's Stockholm Syndrome? It's where you fall in love with your captor. Ooh, this has been another edition of Brandon versus Chelsea. <laughs> That's a, 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 a frequent contribution to our podcast is the segment Brandon versus Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, Long-time listeners love it. Uh, Chelsea, uh, who was in the Eastern Conference Finals of the 1998 NBA Playoffs? Um, the Chicago Bulls. Yes. And the uh, Miami Heat. Not a bad guess. You're Charlotte correct. Hornets. Nope. But name one player who could have been on the Charlotte Hornets in 1998. Muggsy Bogues. This has been another edition of Brandon Chris's Chelsea. It's one of the most popular segments on our podcast. Have a good improv, nerds. Thank you, guys. Have a great show, you guys. Thank you for being on the podcast. See you in Finland. All right. I think we should probably leave here. Yeah, it's getting noisy, right? Um, we can go back towards your neck of the woods. Okay. Uh, do I need more battery or no? Uh, just have batteries ready. Okay. Can you hear it? 
what the uh, noise? Yeah, I mean, can you hear us? Yeah, you can. You can hear us. I mean, we're we're. It's loud, but it's loud, but you know, it's it is what it is. It's loud, but I keep feeling I'm overmodulating. That might right. be true. Oh but. boy! Oh boy! Well. I hope I've been overmodulating this entire time. That'd be a real shame. What are you saying? Nothing. I'm just being defeatist. No, I'm saying I, I hope I haven't been overmodulating this entire time, but I don't think I have. It's not. It wouldn't be like you to do that. Shut up. Shut up, Connor. Ah, I hope that's not the case. Let's. Can we take the water taxi now? It might be too late. Really? I think the last one is at like 6 p.m. or something. That's a shame. Alright. And so, we leave this place. Um, I'm walking out of the CBs right now. Limping, actually. I'm just like in such pain. I can't take it. Oh boy. Now, uh, probably it's okay. probably Here something of a relief to listeners to be out of that noise now. I'm sure it's a relief. Although I bet they enjoyed listening to like Brandon and Chelsea. And... Yeah. We've had a lot of good guests. We have. I mean. Why are we watching? We're watching South. Better to Subway. Uh, which Subway? The F. Also, I might like to go into the Whole Foods and see if I can get that uh, Coco Metro. Coco Metro. Uh, The commercial for Coco Metro is insane. If you, I like to. Is it a monkey riding a train? No. That's what I imagine. Uh, We're gonna have to walk slower because I am in this much pain. This is a genuine thing. Hey, how are you doing? We're hanging up our posters. Oh, have fun hanging out the poster. That's Jenny, who uh, is the uh, works with Stone Cold Fox and does oh, okay. all kinds of things with Stone Cold Fox. She's uh, sort of the uh, producer right. uh, extraordinaire who really sort of does all the amazing practical things that our group needs that are... That a bunch of old folks can't pull together. That a bunch of crazy performers. A bunch of old folks? Why do you think we're old folks? Nothing. You're all you're all old old tired dogs. That's true, I guess. Um, I'm just kidding. But uh, Stone Cold Fox, for those of you who don't know, is the ske- sketch group I perform with most Friday nights at UCB at 7:30, right before Stepfather's at nine o'clock. Um, I haven't done improv in four months. Oh, do you have your four-month chip? Probably. No, probably more than four months. When was the last improv that you did? Uh, actually, no. I probably I probably did improv. Uh, I did something at like a New Year's. Someone had me. How long has it been since this set you and I did together? When did we do a set? Remember we did the set? It was uh, 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 we were oh. business partners. That was a great set. That was a great improv set. Yeah. That was uh, good improv. We, I had a lot of fun doing that with you because uh, we haven't really done two improv like that. 
That was actually um, also that was as goofy as it was. We just showed up and yeah. beat me on the hoops. That was her birthday show. That's how we could track when it was. Uh, What's that? That's how we could find out exactly when it was because it was oh, yeah. for Mimi's birthday. It was um, her birthday show, and we showed up just to. We be showed there. up, walked in, did the show, and then had to leave. Well, because we showed up just to like check in and be there for a little bit, and she was immediately like, "I want you guys to do two prob. You're on now." Yeah. So we did two prob and then left because we had to go. It was like, we, it felt bad, but it was really fun. Yeah. Uh, the and co- we, ha- we had a really great set. Yeah. I remember I. It was that I. I just remember being like, "Hey, that was weirdly really." Oh, Good. it was that I convinced you, I, I revealed to you that uh, deep, I, I made you come to terms with your own buried homosexuality, I think, right? Oh, no, you had like stolen everything from my life. I had taken everything from your life. It was like a very, like, I was this very low status character and you were this very, like, powerful high status person. Yeah. had like, basically picked apart every aspect of my life. Yeah. And like planted things in my mind, in my world. That but I also didn't. I re- at the end I revealed that I confirmed that the two children that we'd established you had uh, were not conceived by you. Yes, because I, I, because I at one point revealed that I was impotent or couldn't produce children. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the uh, the Coco Metro commercial. Whenever I like a beverage, I have a tendency like that. When I get obsessed with certain beverages, like sparkling ice, I like to sometimes go on YouTube and see like what are the weird commercials right. that they have on their official site. Like like, something, like like what am I the audience of? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, because like I think part of that is that that weirdly like I I grew up at a time when like you knew all the commercials for everything. Right. You know, like you would, you had three networks and then you, if there was a Coke campaign, you all saw the commercials for it. And now with like DVR and other things, like people don't always all see commercials, you know? Yeah. Uh, And so like sparkling ice, which is a drink I drink a lot, uh, that has... Which is essentially just like crystal light but a different brand. Kind of. It's like a zero calorie soda sort of that uh, I like about half of the flavors of really well, like the pink grapefruit one and a handful of other ones. I just like it as a zero-calorie soda because it doesn't taste to me like a diet soda. Yeah. Um, I could never really get into Diet Coke or anything. Is it carbonated? I can't remember. It's carbonated. Yeah, that's what I like. It has a good fizz to it. And it has, like, over the past few years, I think Coke might actually have bought it, uh, but over the past few years it has, like, ballooned into a huge beverage like it's super successful it's everywhere interesting and uh the and i look up the commercials for that and it has kind of like a weird jaunty little theme song or whatever but so i looked up the sparkling cocoa sparkling ice sparkling nice sparkling nice here. sparkling there sparkling ice you've got sparkling ice you've got lice in, in your, your hair, hair. The commercial for Coco Metro. <laughs> That's such a strange name. Is Coco a guy Metro. on a bicycle, and he's driving along, and he pulls up to a gas station, like a petrol station. Right. And you see it. Coco petrol station. He pulls out the gas nozzle from an actual like gas station, and you see a close up of the button that you press that gives you unleaded, like those yeah. big buttons. 
Yeah. Uh, it's almost like the panel that you press. Right. For unleaded, and then like unleaded plus or whatever. And then the third one says Coco Metro. And he pours the, he sticks he, the gas he, nozzle. He, he, he selects gas and drives away having successfully filled his car with gas. <laughs> no, he sticks the gas nozzle into his mouth and pumps Coach Coco Metro into his mouth. And you see it streaming down the sides of his mouth. And then he drives off. Strange. What I find super weird about that is the fact that presumably other people have been pumping gasoline through it. Right. Like, that's a super weird choice for a commercial to make. Yeah. Uh, because it is, like, beyond, a, like, a weird comedy choice, it seems like the kind of thing that wouldn't get past any kind of responsible ad agency. Well, it was a United States ad? I don't know. It might be a European ad. The United States would be, like, like you know, fictionalized events. Do not drink gasoline. Well, it... it so it'd be like, well, a bunch of kids. The gas, the the unleaded and unleaded plus thing looked like an American right. gas station pump. It didn't look like a European petrol station. Uh, I would love those ads. So there's always those like, there's like the Coke ad where it's like, there's a bunch of boring buttons and like one Coke button, and the Coke button like makes ice spray out. And it's like somewhere, you know. Yeah. I'd love those ads. The person just like chose not to, just like. No, I'll just get gas and like just never get Coco Metro. It's just like yeah, the idea is like bad in campaigns. Like the option is there. <laughs> Don't feel compelled. Um, Coco Metro. Coco Metro. Um, we're now down on Houston Street. Uh, We've done a good. Covered a lot of New York City today. Tour of New York, yeah. Um. And yeah, there's still so much left to explore. Yeah. There are so many things place. so many things that we didn't explore, such as the East House Ho- East Houston Hotel. Um now we're coming up to my favorite theater in New York, which I talked about in episode one. Sunshine. The sunshine on my shoulder. Although recently makes me happy. Recently it's not been my favorite theater. Why not? I just don't think they've had great programming. Let's take a look and let's Let's start a little segment of the show called J.D. Rates the Movies. Um, J.D. at the Movies. J.D.'s going to say what he thinks of these movies here. Okay, so they have The Wind Rises. It's great. Nymphomaniac. Okay, you know what? They're doing well right now. Only Lovers Left Alive. Okay. Hell, well, no. Bell. And then their Midnight is Royal Time Bombs. They're actually doing well right now. That's this Friday and Saturday, the Royal Time hey, Bombs? look what's there. Hey, that's the poster from my apartment, uh, but it's signed. Who's that signed by? I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe like the original owner. I feel like um, have you you haven't seen Nymphomaniac, have you? No, nor have I seen. I mean, yes, I have seen The Wind Rises. Look at this frame. Just look at like the brushstrokes of the cloud mixed with like the like. Very simple coloring. Mm-hmm. It's so good. God, Miyazaki's a king. Um, I wish I... Uh, I used to, when I was first in New York, I would come to midnight movies all the time, and I would just suffer through the fact that I had to be up the next morning. 
Oh, right, because you worked Sundays. I worked Saturdays and Sundays at that point. And were you, I was, were you working seven days a week? I was working six days a week for a long time. And Mondays, do you had off? Um, I had Mondays off. I would work a half day on Sunday, and but it would be a half day that I'd be getting overtime for. Right. So it was I was getting paid as if it was a full day. Right. It was sort of a scam I had going for a little while, and then it got noticed that I was doing that, and I these were in. Uh, Maybe better economic times when uh, companies could absorb that kind of chicanery. Wait, so what were you doing that was not allowed? I was working overtime every week. I was working uh, uh, half-day overtime, which I got basically a full day's pay for working a shift from like 9.30 to 1. Oh, that's tricky. And so it wasn't even as early as the other days, and I would it was not that busy. So it was great because it basically got me into New York so at one o'clock I could be like, oh, I can do stuff with my day in New York. Right. Whereas if you have a, if I have a full day off and I'm in Woodside, there's a part of me that thinks like, oh, maybe I won't go into New York. Maybe I'll just stay in my apartment, which is fine. But it also, it was good to have a day when the getting me into New York made me be active about taking advantage of the city more. Right. Because um, there are times when I feel like the life I live in New York there are aspects of it that are more easily replicated almost anywhere now. Like, when I'm, I feel like when I moved to New York, there were a lot of things like, oh, what's great about New York is all that record stores and all that, you know, things where, yeah. and like, you get the movies uh, that you don't get anywhere else. I'm like, or now, now you live in a world where it's like, well, record stores aren't as big a thing as they were. There aren't as many of them in New York. And as far as like, like, right now, I'd be like, oh, Lars von Trier's new movie is in New York, and it's not out in other theaters. Well, now it's actually the window of how quickly Lars von Trier's movie gets to other places is shorter. But still, there's a lot of stuff that screens in New York that does not screen. There is, but like not... Like, New York, it comes to New York first, then Los Angeles, yeah. and then maybe Chicago, and, like, Chicago, Austin, Seattle. Yeah. But there, but there's uh, more instances of like, like if I really wanted to see Lars von Trier's new Nymphomaniac, right? I could download it anywhere. Up or down? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that didn't exist as much as it does now. Yes. Where? Any anyone with an internet connection can get that movie. Yeah. Now, whereas, if you go back to like when Dancer in the Dark came out you'd be waiting until it made it past the city. Yeah. So there are more and fewer and fewer things that are absolutely like, oh, you've got to be in New York if you want this to happen. For my own personal... Yes. Maybe not so much for you, but for my own personal realm of um, what I'm looking for. Right. No. I don't see it here. I don't would, see Cook. Would it be in this section? Yeah, I'd be in this section, I think. Uh, what does the bottle look like? Um, it looks closest to maybe this bottle. Um, yeah, I think they're just sold out of it. Um, but I might get something to drink anyway. Um, You're a big liquid guy, huh? Also, I like how you got what? those free waters. Yeah. <laughs> By saying that we were in the show. We were. There was no part of that that was untrue. Wow. 
I don't even. I don't feel like there's anybody. Oh, you I, don't want to get keeper. I'm not in character. I'll get Kiefer. this. All right, that's too big a bottle for me right now. Um, now I'm gonna get the strawberry one. Um, the. You also like milk products. What? That's strange to me. What's strange? You consume a lot of milk products. Yeah, that's probably why I'm so chubby. I I don't know if that's a one-to-one thing. Well, it's not helping. You know? Yeah, maybe. There's a reason why. I, I was recently reading something about how like the whole uh, milk it makes your body strong and like, yeah. strong thing is like uh, not true. Really? How it's whole the whole thing was that milk has calcium in it, which helps your bones grow. Yeah. But like milk actually has like not that much calcium in it compared to like things like broccoli and things like stuff, you know. Yeah. That is basically like, no, that's not really like, if you're looking for calcium from milk, it's not what you should go towards. Well, my dad is taking, you know what they give my dad uh, for calcium is Tums. Yeah, well that's, I, I would eat those as a kid because I was, I, milk was not doing it for me. Well, they said because the Tums uh, gets into your system quick, it gets the calcium into your system more yeah, directly. Exactly. Um, no, and I would take it not to settle my stomach, but to give me calcium because I wasn't yeah. getting it other places. Um, Connor's now looking at ice cream bars. Um, I think... I mean, there is a... Uh, I'm just looking at different flavors of things that... Like... Vanilla cinnamon looks like a good flavor. Uh, there was a, of ice cream. Um, a specific kind of ice cream that you like? I like lemon-flavored ice cream a lot. Uh, because of my milk issues, I recently uh, got into uh, sorbet. Yeah? And I've been going, I had coconut and passion fruit. Yeah? Which you, was uh, good. You liked it? Which I enjoyed, yes. Very much so. I know. Yeah. The other thing I think I'm going to look for is... What else, what else are you coming for? I'm going to look for... See if I can find... Um, a Adwala bars. I don't know where they would be exactly. Uh, I'm doing a bad job here. JD, JD, JD. This is a test, 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 JD, test. This is so strange. Uh, uh, uh. Now test, I'm just test, sort of wandering test, around. Test, 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 JD. Um. I think I'm good now. JD and I have now separated. We're in different parts of the uh, place. I lost Connor, but I can hear him. I lost Connor, but I can hear him. I can't figure out what I need to do here to what fix this situation. Fix it, JD. I feel like I'm either peaking or too soft. Peak. Uh, I'm going to try too soft. All right. People can let us know which they prefer. Peking JD or too soft JD? 
that'd be very telling about like what they like about my contributions to the podcast in general. Yeah. Um, or if they just like the you know, here's these are new little kefir things. These are Lifeway products that I feel like they're Pro Bugs. Lifeway Pro Bugs. I feel like they're really appealing to kids. Yeah. Um, I no, I mean there is uh, an element of like I'm currently in a commercial where the whole point of it is that I am the whole point of it is that I'm an un, physically unappealing person like that uh, oh what's happening I bet that's not the whole point of it <laughs> it's the the major like sort of the premise of it of your character of the commercial really Wow, the premise of commercials, they want to sell whatever the thing is. No, I mean, the premise is... Not Connor, Connor's gross. No, it is uh, that she settled. Sure. I think you're reading it to that too deeply. No. Um, Hello, how are you? I don't need a bag or anything. Okay. All right. Mm, just buying a uh, drinkable yogurt. All right. Thank you. Um, no, I mean the premise of the commercial is she uh, she desires a more attractive-looking man, and I'm talking about I I'm so oblivious I don't even realize it. Sure. So. Uh, so what trend do we take now? The F? Yeah, I think we can take the F. Where are we headed? Uh, what time is it? Well, it's only 9.30, so we still have several hours. Um, where should we head to? Do you think we have enough battery to last us through the end of it? No. So we need to be thinking of another battery point. Yeah. Should we go back to Battery Park? Joke time. Joke time. I, we never pieced up together until now. Um, we gotta, we gotta plan ahead. We gotta think through our options here. I mean, what are two, two guys in New York City who have a piece of equipment that needs to plug in? And they've only got hours left to they've do really it. We've really leaned on UCB today, too. We really have. Um, well. But UCB is just too loud for us to be in anymore. Yeah, exactly. We really arrived at a perfect moment. I don't feel like it's going to be quiet like that again, like it was initially. FDNY ambulance that you hear in the background? Yeah. On its way to some sort of emergency? Yeah. Uh, 
We could just go to your house. We could. Yeah. Go to my apartment, and then we can go back to yours. We can, like, you know, snake back towards. Right. Then we can end it at Queensboro. Well, we go to your apartment, and then go to Queensboro for the last part, and then we just snake back from there. We don't need to head back to Woodside. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. That's the plan. Um, in that case, it's probably best to just walk a little further and get the end, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I also want to do this thing because we've just dropped our EP now. And well, you know what? What? I wonder if they have Coco Metro at Euromarket. Maybe. I mean, what a delight that would be. Mm. Now, on the Coco Metro website... When you look up where it's at, it doesn't list that. It only lists Whole Foods. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe not. Uh, I'm not sure if it's actually European in origin. Didn't you say you thought it was Swedish? No, the chocolate's Belgian. Oh. But I don't know if the company itself just, like, maybe imports some Belgian chocolate. Right. And then makes the drink here. Well, regardless, we can go get some Russian soda. Mm-hmm. The, uh... start a boogie party. Let's go have a boogie party. Well, the frustrating thing about these drinkable yogurts is that you get to this point and there's actually a substantial amount left. Right, but because of its viscosity, it, yeah. it mm. doesn't make it down the bottle. It just feels like it's hard work. Well, I think that's a good... Uh, what? I think it's a good constant way you're at as a person. Now. What do you mean? If you're... If you're something that falls in the category of hard work is drinking the last of the yogurt drink in your Whole Foods yogurt bottle, then you're in a good place. Oh, I know I'm in a good place. But what I mean is it's like, at this point, it feels like it takes patience and effort to get every little drip that's out that's in it. Yeah. Like I can still feel the weight of, like, there's more yogurt drink in here. Yeah. But if I hold it up and wait, I'll get the tiniest little uh, glacial amount of it dripping down. What did you point at? The long since dead exit oh, of... Oh, uh, that used to be a junk place, right? Yeah, what is it, Billy's Props or whatever? Yeah. Um... Whoever's doing the map for this one is going to have themselves a... A heck of a time. heck of a job. I, you know, I met the guy in the bar after CC's Yes. Uh-huh. Who did the uh, moment-to-moment recap. Or did the brunt, the brunt of it. Mm-hmm. He was a very nice man. And that was Jason in Brooklyn. I think is his name. On Twitter. Um... Probably, do you think Jason Brooklyn's listening now? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Or do you think he burned out with doing that moment to moment? No, I think he's into it. I think he's probably disappointed because this episode isn't not as funny as episode one. Not as poignant as episode two. Yeah. Uh, we could spice things up and bring Cohen back into it. Yeah, I, I mean, it would be a farewell to Matt Cohen. We should. Let's do it. All right. What the heck? I'll text him. This is like the hangover part three.
It's just like, and they go back to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, JJ kind of retired. The, uh, I did feel like, and I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but my feeling about, I think the, the conventional wisdom on the second Hangover movie is like, oh, they just repeated themselves. And I kind of felt like it was easier to enjoy the second Hangover if you stopped thinking of it as a comedy and started thinking of it as a weird thriller yeah. that has one comedy character in it. Like, I found it actually much more easier to really get involved in the, the movie if I just viewed it as, like, most of the comedy is the Zach Galifianakis character. Right. The Ed Helms plot is actually harrowing. It's actually like, uh, you know, uh, his life just gets, keeps getting worse and worse. Yes, absolutely. And there's some comedy in that, but I actually felt like, actually, just take this seriously as a thriller, as a viewer. Right. And it was kind of like, oh, I actually like how the second one feels more dangerous than the first one. Yeah. Um, uh, and the weird thing was that the third one, going back to Vegas, even though I think the third one has its moments, uh, but it actually felt in some ways less ambitious than the second one, which was a... the training center right now. Oh, Yeah. What's he doing? He's finished up rehearsal. He's done in 15 minutes. All right. Sounds like it's going to be a perfect uh, thing. Um, do you want to go in the Adidas store? <laughs> what? I could do. That's... That feels like the store that, like, it's the least... Oh, I'm, actually, here's the interesting thing with the Adidas store. Adidas sponsors Derrick Rose. Uh-huh. I don't know if you follow basketball. No, who's that? Derrick Rose is sort of the, the star player from Chicago. Basketball oh, yeah? Basketball the Bulls. I think you're thinking of Michael Jordan. You have the name wrong. Okay. Uh, but, basically, not this season, but last season, which was, like, you know, now, like, two years ago. Yeah. He had a massive injury. He was, like, the best player in the league uh-huh. and has this huge sponsorship deal. Yeah. He had a massive injury that left him out for the entire second half of the season. Uh-huh. And there's all this talk, like, maybe he'll go back to the playoffs, maybe he'll come back, da-da-da. Did it. He's too injured. Yeah. So then this season, which started, you know, how, you know, six, seven months ago, Bulls fans were very excited. Are we walking up or down? Up, I guess, okay. yeah. Uh, Bulls fans were very excited. Because he was back. Yeah. About four weeks into this season, after having a major injury, he gets completely injured in a different, like, this time it was his, his knee goes out. Like, it was completely different leg, everything. Like, it was just not the same injury exacerbated a different injury yeah out for the whole season yeah and this is the guy who's the best player in the league franchise was the the, the key to the Bulls and had all these huge sponsorship deals so now it's like Adidas was like Derek Rose to be the centerpiece of their whole thing and now he's just a player that really just played professional basketball like a year a year and a half so we don't even know if he's as good as if he's the best person anymore exactly well, as it turns out, we couldn't go in because the Adidas store is closed. Yeah. Because I really was going to go in there. 
I actually have been in the Adidas store once. You could come into, uh, we go up to the Tish Film Building. Uh, and do what? I don't know. There's nothing super exciting. There's an old uh, arcade machine up on the ninth floor. And I'd be allowed to play it? Yeah. You'd have to act like you're a student. Yeah, so just like, I don't care. Like, we'd have to act like we're in a pretty... Is Urban Outfitters closed? Why are all the stores closed? Because this part of town dies at a certain... Hour. I want to wake up in the city that never sleeps. sleeps. Except in certain parts of town where it goes to sleep at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock? Like it's Maybury. What is this? Some sort of small town. What's the deal with small town behavior in Where's a big Opie? city? Oh, I'm sorry. Where the fuck am I supposed to buy a Swatch watch at 10 o'clock at night? Uh, Not in the Swatch store because they're closed. Excuse me. I'm looking for a Marcelo Berlan pair of shoes. Good luck. Come back in the morning. Uh, 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 excuse me, I need to get a sprint telephone. You're out of luck because it is evening. Because the sun has set, and that says goodbye to your purchasing power. Goodbye to your purchasing power. Hello goodbye. to Wendy's. Welcome to New open. York. Wendy's is open? Of course it is, fucking pigs. You fucking pigs, you Wendy's pigs. You fucking Wendy's pigs. You're fucking chomping down your chicken sandwiches. Eat up. We have to walk slightly slower. Why? Because I'm broken. I'm a broken man. Oh. Hashtag broken man. Hashtag broken man. Driving in a broken man. Has no legs. Has no heart. I'm going to start. I'm going to start a music festival that is my answer to Burning Man. And it's called Broken Man. And it, it takes. Instead of taking place in the desert. Yeah. It takes place like in the middle of like a suburban area yeah and instead of people like bringing tents and stuff people choose not to bring tents yeah they just go ah we'll just be here for the day yeah or maybe they'll get like a reasonably priced hotel in the area yeah oh you in town for broken man oh you're you're staying at the uh la quinta inn Mm -hmm. cool 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 yeah yeah oh that's dope are you building something for broken man this year yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm taking one of those seat warmers from uh, football games and using one of those fold-out seats that other people use for like yard sales. Oh, I have an inflatable couch. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, maybe we can uh, we can trade while we're there. And there are no music acts, but we will screen two hours of Tex Avery cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> and then serve uh, locally catered deli sandwiches with nothing on them. with nothing on them uh, broken man yeah is is just designed around my own preferences <laughs> so it'll, it'll be like uh, <laughs> on the on the last night of Broken Man, everyone gathers together in the center couch area. Uh-huh. And Connor read, reads aloud the best Shermie panels of the Peanuts run. We don't generally have live music, but Elvis Costello has a standing invitation if he ever wants to come play Broken Man. Yeah. 
but only these certain songs. Yeah, if he does come, he has to play like non-album tracks from Trust and other personal yeah. selections. A lot of B-sides. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. What just happened? I don't know. Now there were... Well, that guy's trying to get out of his car and have it in drive at the same time. Um, how did uh, some cars go past and that car didn't? Someone moved it? Uh, yeah, I think there's something going on. There was a blockade of the, of the road, but I wasn't paying attention. And several cars got through, but then... Well, what got through was a food cart. So it, was, it could fit between the barriers? No, that guy moved it. So, someone waved them through and moved it for them. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, Connor, I don't know that situation. Oh. Um. Here's the uh, Tish building. Tish. Tish. That's where I spent all my days in college. And, uh, I mean, we're on Broadway right now, so we're living the dream. A lot of people never make it to Broadway, but There's we did. Yeah. Yeah, that right there. With the mannequins in the window. That's, that's where I grew up, Connor. That's where you grew up? That's where I became a man. That mannequin raised you. Those are my halls. Uh, we're passing the McDonald's on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, Thursdays are Mac Attack Night at this McDonald's. Is that at all McDonald's? I don't know. I don't know. Could just be that place. But on Thursday nights, there it is. You can have a Mac Attack. Are you a member of uh, Future Filmmakers of America? Future Filmmakers of America. What is that? It was something I just thought of. It'd be like a good. That'd be a good student organization. Well, there's a, I, I asked, because there's something called Future Filmmakers that NYU runs, uh-huh. that is for, like, younger high school students uh-huh. who uh, are from, no, we should not follow these people down here. Why not? Because there, there is a single term style. Well, what entrance should we use? Just farther up. Okay. This is going to take them forever. That's a little bit of... Uh, Insider knowledge from JD. There's one of the ones where like you swipe and it's like go around. Yeah. And, and the swiper down there isn't good. Yeah. So unless you're a Niyaka, you usually can't get it the first time. Yeah. And we and just so saw about 30 people go down at once. Yeah. Oh. Like if each of them took one second to do it, that would take 30 seconds, which is like a long time to wait. Yeah. And I have to say... It did kill me to pass that because this means a few more blocks of walking for us. Well, I also, we could have gotten on a Prince, but you chose to walk out. Yeah, I don't know. Looks like you got your head in a basket. I said that as I pointed to a sign that said in the basket. Famiglia, papyrus. If you don't hear me talking for a few seconds, it's because I'm trying to drink the remnants of this yogurt drink. If you don't hear me talking, it's because I'm very tired, like a baby. 
We're now in the subway station. I'm um, going through the turnstile with JD. And boy, you know, he's singing a little song to himself up the. He's a little bit ahead of me now. What? I just was narrating that you were singing a little song. You walked a little bit. You look like a broken man right now. I feel like one. Uh oh. What? I need to replace batteries. I've got no bars. Oh, but you're still going. Am I still going? Yeah. If it's on. Yeah, you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Okay, so should I wait? Waity, waity, talky, baby. Waity, ticky, talky, Oh, no. JD, what's happened to you? I'm tired, Connor. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to switch out batteries because... What do you think? Yeah, do it. Um, dog see. city. Dog, dog, dog city. All right, I'm just going to go dark JD for a talking. second. Well, Connor's dark, dark, so I can say this. Twin Peaks is a bad television show. The what Days and Nights of Molly Dodd is a dumb show that no one should revisit. Do you have any rebuttal to that, Connor? Silence means no. No, that's not true. No one can hear you saying whatever you're saying right now. I bet they can hear a little bit of it in the bleed of the audio. No, not if I'm facing this way. Well, Connor, it seems as though you've met your match. I'm the king of the ship now. I'm the king big bad boy. King bad boy. You're ruining, you're ruining the podcast. <laughs> I'm king bad boy now. No one likes your recurring character of king bad boy. It's me, king bad boy. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> Is this your puppy? I stepped on your puppy. Um, test, test me, test, test me. Test, test me. Test, test man. Test, test man. I feel so distant when I talk. Well. I just feel like people aren't hearing the real me. Uh, the real you is what? Uh, much clearer, much clearer sounding. Yeah, I feel like people just heard a uh, very muddy version of King Bad Boy. <laughs> well, uh, the good news is the train is on its way. That's great news. I don't like the software. You don't like the what? The volume. You don't like the what? I'm too. I'm, I'm too. I'm not sensitive. I'm too sensitive. I'm not sensitive enough. Here we go. Sensitivity store. Ooh, this is good. You like it? Now you can hear King Bad Boy, Baby Baby. No one bad likes that boy. character. King Bad Boy. King Bad Boy. Baby, baby, bad boy. Also, you're standing close to me as if you're about to kiss me. So I just sidestepped you. Why? Why would that be so bad? Because I want to kiss you. I like but you, but just, I want to kiss you. It would be a platonic kiss. I don't, like, it. I don't it like beards. Be a, I don't like beards. Come on, it would be like a dad kiss. Uh, like a dad kissing his child. 
I'm trying to think if my dad's ever kissed me. But you're not against the idea of a dad kissing his child in principle, are you? No, but not making out with his child. No, I didn't See, say I was going to... sound so overmodulated. I didn't say that I was going to make out with you. I said I'm, I wouldn't be so bad if I gave you a platonic kiss. No, a, a Pluto... Just an affectionate little peck on the cheek. A Pluto kiss? That's a Europe... That's just a European man kiss. A European man, baby. Man, man. Man kiss. Why am I overmodulating? JD sounds like he's in some sort of radio. How do I sound? Still good? You sound great. Still the one. Wait, listen to me. Okay. See if you can hear me. Does it sound like my voice is peaking when I talk? What about me? Well, now the train's going by, so it's not. Yeah, I hear like a, it sounds like a roaring uh, engines. Angela Lansbury? Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury lands the plane. Lansbury. Angela Lansbury lands the plane. Another Barry. R? Are you joking? The last train was an R. Give me a break, de Blasio. Here's what we're doing. We're getting on this. What? We're getting on this. Why? We're going to take it to 14th Street. Why? Is that better? Then yeah, we can get on the queue. All right. Feels better than anything. Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury lands very slowly. Angela Lansbury's her husband in a shallow grave. Angela Lansbury's. Angela Lansbury buries hands very shallow. Shallow in the shallow grave. Angela Lansbury buries. Lansbury's very, very smoothie. Uh, well, we're now on a, we're on an R train. We're going to take it up to 14th Street where we're going to wait, where we can get either a Q train or an N train. Yes, indeed. My thighs feel chafed from walking so much. Your what feels chafed? My thighs feel chafed from walking so much. <laughs> That's a sad thing. Your thighs feel chafed? Yeah. And it's just like from like my pants like rubbing against my legs while I walk. Do you want to wait until 34th Street? No. Okay. This is better. 34th Street's a hot station. Yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, Angela Land. What do you want to talk about, Connor? We need to lose some weight. You do? Yeah. You feel how? Why do you feel strange about your weight? I've got to wait for the train to You feel self-conscious about your weight? Not self-conscious, just like physically less comfortable than I should be. You know? Yes. You were a very lanky child. Uh, I was a little chubby child, but as a teenager, I was, I guess, lanky. Lanky, yeah. Um, but I think, I've, uh, always, we chose I think I've always struggled with my weight. 
I didn't really? Yeah. I, no one would consider you fat at all. I'm in a Time Warner ad that I think is about me being fat. That's, oh, that's insane. Yeah. No one would be like, mm, who do you know that's like fat? No one would be like, Connor, you're, you, you look average. I think you're I look not chubby. I'm my. You're not slim. No one would say, who's the most athletic man you know? Um, but you're definitely. Weight, weight is not in the top 10 characteristics that someone would use to describe you. No, they'd say he's old, worn out, broken. JD and I are on a Q train. We are. I don't think anyone would describe you as being overweight. Here, uh, this is a fun game. Then, uh, give me the go through ten words that you get to before that. Okay. Um. And uh, let's play it where it's not just words that how you would describe me because you know me. Or Physical characteristics. Be, uh, uh, a popular consensus words. Okay. Middle aged. Curly hair. Beard. Uh, just physical appearance. Yeah, I'll open the floor to other things. Like walking shoes. You always wear shoes that are like, or what do you call those kind of shoes? Uh, All-weather mocks? Yeah, mocks, like something like that. I think that would come up first. Um, lady coat, but in a certain genre of people. Um, dead eyes. Um, you're gonna say that this is cheating, but it's not. Unathletic. Because I think that the Olympic thing plays into that. Yeah. I'm just going with physical stuff, too. You can do whatever you want. This is oh, whatever I want? Yeah. Oh, well, then a bunch more. Okay. Like, but, but middle age was the first thing. Oh, I thought you were trying to go like if a casting director was trying to. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll go maybe, yeah. Um, because if there's anything, it would be like improviser, funny, like intense, uh, great actor. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, I guess I was going more for physical things. Right, you were just going for physical stuff. Yeah. Um, white. Oh, yeah. Pale. Pale. Yeah, I like that that's, I feel like that's like a clarification that's necessary because he's like, he's white, he's pale. Right, like, exactly. Although not now, I'm probably ham-faced now. No. But you're like... You've already lost your sunburn from earlier this afternoon. Right. And then also, um, Midwestern, uh, average height, uh... But yeah, I would say middle-aged, beard, curly hair, Midwestern, pale, white. Yeah. That, that comes before yeah. 
and people would say like unathletic, but no one, no one would ever get to fat. Uh, no one would ever get un- there. Unathletic is more than just the fat. It's also uh, the lack of ability, like the lack of coordination and so forth. Right, just the way you hold yourself is like... Yeah, not good at sports. Right. Um, but no one would ever be like, oh, you know, like the chubby guy. You're, you're never the chubby guy in so many things. I feel like I am. I don't, you, you aren't. Like, oh, I'm all poochy. You are, I mean, you... Also, I think the beard is sometimes, like, it's the one thing that gives my face shape. Like, you are saying that you are chubby. Yeah. And that you want to lose weight. Yeah. I don't disagree that you could. Yeah. But that is not a descriptor that is prominent in yeah. how people recognize you. It has more to do with just my own physical comfort. I would feel better if I was 20 yeah. pounds lighter. And you'd feel better if you were in better shape. Yeah, I don't I, I don't need to be in better shape. Just less bad shape. You would absolutely feel better, though. Yeah. Uh, I also feel better if I was asleep. I don't need to be in good shape for that. That's a, that's a sad... That's a sad place to get to. Uh, not necessarily. There were there have been times when I think of sleep as such a joyous experience, like yeah, an escape. Not even like that. I need to escape from my life, but like, how great is it that you can like close your eyes and just like feel good? This sounds like the precursor to like an apathetic suicide. <laughs> to a what? Apathetic suicide. Just like a suicide of. Uh. Is that a thing? It could be. I just mean not like a dramatic, emotional one. Just like a... Just like one board of lethargy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't mind if I didn't wake up again. Yeah. Connor's shutting his eyes right now. Sleep feels so good. It feels so good to be asleep. Oh, no. And you have a nice dream. You don't have to do anything, it just happens. I guess that's true. Like, you can go places in your dream and your feet don't hurt? Yeah, we're underneath Times Square right now. Do you want to get out and visit Times Square? No. You don't. I almost do, just because I know you hate Times Square so much, so it'd be funny. You would get so grumpy right now. Yeah, it just annoys me. Yeah. I wouldn't make you do that. There's some glass broke on the yeah. train car we're in. I'm going to jump over to Connor's side. JD's going to join me. Um, so we are now heading uptown on a Q train. Uptown Q. She's been living. Did I ever tell you about that? What? I think I did on this podcast already. What? The album and the Chipmunk CD. How there's always advertisements for it on TV. It was like a mixed tape of them singing the hits. It was like, Alvin and the King sing the hits. Yeah. And so there's a certain sequence of songs that are burned into my head because of that. It was, Uptown's girl, she's been living. Do you want it? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Uptown. Like, and I just keep going that way in my head. Uptown girl. She's been living. Do you love me? I think I have that too. I have a. I don't think you did say that. 
or if you have, I've forgotten it, so it feels fresh. But there was a, a Hits of the 60s thing that was like a long commercial that played little bits of yeah. stuff. And it would be like, I have, I, I can remember the sequence of things where it would be like, uh, get all the world, get by, join in. It's on a love train, a love train. Well, I've been through the desert on a horse and a man. It felt good to be out of the rain. Me and you and a dog named Boo. And it, it was just the little snippets, but yeah. you get used to them as a medley. Exactly. Were there songs that you heard as Chipmunk songs that, that you then later would hear the real version? Uh, I remember, like, we had a thing in fifth grade. Fifth and sixth grade, or is it seventh and eight? No, fifth and sixth. Called music shows, where, like, the music teacher would, uh, it was, like, a pretty hip cool thing. She would play, like, modern music, and, like, kids would, we'd all sing to it, but then, like, every, like there'd be, like, two, or th- two to four soloists per song uh-huh. that would sing, like, the main vocal part, and everyone would dress, but, like, you know, neon colors and, like, black light colors, and, like, there's dance moves. There's a big show, and then, like, all the students would come to watch whatever that semester's or whatever you whatever we called it then that yeah. season's show and it was always like a big deal who got what songs yeah um, so like the first time I ever heard the song Painted Black was she wanted me to be the song one of the solos for Painted Black uh-huh. so I just like remember not knowing the song and then like later hearing it being like oh this is a different song than I thought it was she was like always her playing piano yeah she was like I see your red door and I want to paint it black so then it was funny, but oh, there's actually like a cool song. And she actually chose it. Yeah. I, that my solos were uh, Paint It Black, Johnny Be Good, uh, and uh, Istanbul. And is there anything else? No, I think that's it. Go, go, Johnny, go, go, go. Go. Go, Johnny, go, go, go. Johnny, be good. Uh, I also recently, I mentioned this briefly on my episode of Hit the Mark. It's so gross how at a certain point we're like, well, in my episode. I know. Um, you know, I didn't do any theater ever growing up, except one year I did, I did the eighth grade play of West Side Story, just because there was a really cute girl that was going to be in it and I thought that she liked me and I like had a crush on her so I was like yeah I'll do the play this year and my friend Leo who uh oh no I was telling a different story about Leo to you recently I was like did I tell this and I was like no you and I walked on the street I was talking about how he works for Scout Worker Sound yeah he was always the lead because he was like very short and like hadn't totally gone through puberty yet so he could like sing Actually, sing like high notes, so he always got the lead in all the plays. Uh huh. But so I was in the West Side Story and I played Action, but Action has to sing the Officer Cupkey song. Yeah. So I had to like sing that in eighth grade, and it was like even back then I thought like I did a bad job. And so now, like if I listen, I'm sure it'd be like impossible. Because like you and I had very similar like speech impediment when we were yeah. like young. We're like. I'm still not great at saying R's. That's a bad song for that. Here, off the Krupke. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't lift. I would. My R's just weren't very. Off the Krupke. Off the store. 
Officer Bob. Officer Bob Key. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. And I, I just could not sing, so I'm sure it just sounded awful. And I think I was, like, trying to do, like, my version of, like, a New York accent. Yeah. And I remember, like, we had to wear, like, jeans and, like, a white shirt with cut-off sleeves and black Converse. Yeah. But I, like, yeah, that was the only time I ever did any theater acting until, any any acting, really, until UCB. Is there a video of it somewhere? Yeah. Oh, boy. My mom has a tape of it, and I would be so embarrassed to watch it. If she put it online? My mom could not put it online. Get someone to help her. I would be the one. Like I'm that. I'm that function in the people she. But I bet if I was really determined, I could make it happen. I bet you could. I don't know how you contact my mom. Does she follow your Twitter? No. My dad does. That's how I get to to your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that though. I would be curious to see you do that just to see, just to know that you and my dad interacted. Because my dad's great, and you and my dad would actually have a, get a, have a lot in common in terms of uh, niche interests and things like that. Like my dad loves like wacky races and things like that. Like, like Rocky and Uncle? Yeah. My dad was a cartoon kid, for sure. Um, but he's like not he's not not social but he's just like socially like he's like where I get the version of me that's like can be sort of intimidating and like have to fall up that's definitely from my dad's side of the family uh huh so it's just gonna be funny to see you reach out to my dad and have him be like uh yeah yeah sure yes of course yes Connor yes yeah of course that would be uh great I love that you guys would do like you know like him trying to that'd be interesting yeah. Actually, one of my favorite things that's ever happened. Because my, I, I'm painting my dad like he's like this uptight guy, but he's not. He just like doesn't know how to yeah. be outgoing. One of my favorite things that happened was my thesis film at NYU. Yeah. We shot up in um, uh, like upstate New York, where my dad's cousins all live, and I had not really met them until I was doing this film. Yeah. Eight hours away, and it's like this small town. They were so nice, so kind, and so for the shooting of my film, my dad's like, "I want to come out and be on set, and also I'll see my family members." Da, da, da. And so, you know, I have all my crew for my film, which is a bunch of people, and then I also asked Rob Malone, who Connor knows, because he's got the show Rob, greatest dancer in the world, Malone, world greatest dancer, and my good friend Nundin Rao, who shoots all these indie films now, and he's like, they're both sort of like spirit fun loving guys the people who are good to have on set mostly for they're just like yeah. good guys but so they came to my set and like Rob was like a driver and none was like supposed to be like uh, a gaffer and instead they just brought their own equipment and while I made my movie they took all of the locals and family members and made a separate movie in like the back rooms of all the places where I was shooting with them. Yeah. To the point that like sometimes like someone wouldn't be ready because they would be like, where's this person? Like, oh, they're in Robin Nunn's movie. It's like, guys, you can't hold up my movie for your movie that you're making. But the, uh, And so they made like six films during the course of my shoot. And one of them starred my dad uh-huh. as like this like, 
he was like s- s- the head of the FBI or something. It was like they just had him improvise this whole thing. My dad loved it. Yeah. So it's just all this footage of my dad behind a desk being like, "All right, Hoffenmeyer, what do you think you're doing here?" Oh, really? You think you're doing like and just like seeing him like acting yeah. and getting into character? And he was like so happy and was like really enjoying it. It was so fun to see. That's a lot of fun. Him just getting into that like. Oh, I'm around these guys, so it's like okay for me to like be Play in a around. movie. Yeah, yeah. They have that footage somewhere. Which stop are you at? What's that? Which stop are you at? Thirtieth Avenue. How's your How's your dad feeling now? Better. Better, yeah. He's nervous about the procedure coming out. But uh, he usually has like uh, chemo on Mondays. And then, yeah, I think we usually have one on Wednesday. And he usually feels really good for a few days after that. And then if he has chemo on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, it'll feel great. Right. And on Thursday, I'll feel kind of down. Uh, kind of low energy. You said they're coming to town soon? Yeah, this weekend. Are you going to do improv with him? Uh, no, I don't... You don't think it's at that point yet? Yeah, I mean, I also don't, like, uh, I haven't organized anything. I don't know when it would be. I was going to say, we should do a show uh-huh. where it's us two and both of our dads. That'd be fun. Well, you know, last year, because it was like the... Was that sort of like the anniversary one or something for DCM? Yeah. Uh, they were looking to there was talk of maybe uh, they were looking for people who had direct associations with Del Close to maybe do the monologues oh, sure. in the final ASCAP and somebody actually like I can't remember who, who it was I was dealing with was actually talking to me about whether they would fly my dad in do that ASCAT, but I was like emphasizing like he doesn't really remember a lot of like one monologue would sort of blow out all of his stories yeah um, and I didn't want them to feel like it was a rip off or something if they like paid for a, a last minute airplane ticket yeah. and put him up somewhere and then have him come out and get two minutes worth of like yeah we did this and we did this yeah there you go he didn't have, like, a bunch of juicy, like, yeah. stories or anything. Um, it was just, just remembering, like, yeah, we did these kind of things. And he was sort of developing the Herald, what became the Herald, and... Uh, yeah. Oh, man. So Matt Cohen is going to come over to your apartment. I think so. Uh, but first we're going to stop by that Euro market and see what's what. Yeah. Also, my mom really likes you, Connor. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, she likes that we're friends. Well, and that, she thinks we have a good a good rapport. I think so, too. I think she's right. And that we're very similar in interesting ways and very different in interesting ways. Yeah. I agree with all that. Um... Yeah. 
But it was funny because like she was hearing some of the stories I was telling for the first time on the podcast. Yeah. Well, it's an example of something that was like a, a new story for her. She'd never really heard the full story of getting kicked off the radio. Oh yeah, like That's she's, a fun one. Like any because last time we got into stories of like trouble that we'd gotten into. And, like, she hadn't heard a lot of that because, like, she'd only heard me, like, oh, uh, oh this happens, not a big deal. Like, the kid version of it. And then, like, yeah. and then, so I think it was fun for her to hear uh, the longer versions of some of those. The stuff that, like, you can't tell your parents when you're a kid when yeah. it happens because, like, you get in trouble. Right. But now it's, like... As an adult, those stories are all fun. Yeah. It's strange how that works. Yeah. Um... How often do you run into people you know on this train? Pretty often. Yeah? Yeah. The other day, Kevin Hines and I ran into each other at the Queensboro Plaza station. At the same time that you tweeted, like, oh, the people on the 7 train are da 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 and I was like, oh, you went by us, for sure. Oh. Um, a lot of people, there's a lot of people living in Astoria. And, like, at a certain hour of the night, since there's only, like, one train every, like, 20 minutes, like... You're pretty sure to be on the same train with someone, if yeah. not in the same car, at least in the same train. Surprised, given our luck today of running into guests and things that you haven't run into someone. Yeah. I bet we're on the same train as Matt right now. Ouch. Is this our stop? Nope. JD's just checking his phone for messages. See what's happening. Uh, I've had a weird experience recently of. I posted a, uh, I just posted a link to a video on my Tumblr, and it was the, someone had auto-tuned Game of Thrones to create a song using the dialogue, uh -huh. and for some reason my reposting of it, my posting of it has been the one that has been getting, it's gotten like 24,000 uh, reblogs on right. Tumblr, and so my Tumblr feed is just constantly, it's filled with this guy reblogged this guy reblogged that's right like all strangers yeah I don't know what the source of the popularity of it is on my Tumblr like someone else clearly on a popular Tumblr has reblogged it right is that no. no which one are we 30th Avenue oh um it's weird how that works I'm looking at people tweeting at us. Oh, yeah? Should we get listener Rex for the last two hours? Yeah, let's Conversation. Do it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, should I tweet or should you? I'll do it because I have my phone out. Do it from 12 hours? Yeah. yeah. Um. If we were to do this podcast, I would definitely be asleep on this train right now. I know. How often do you fall asleep on the train? Never. I'm not that guy. You and Matt Cohen are. 
I do it, I think, every single day. Yeah, I don't do that. I, I used to do it in my graveyard shift. Yeah. I'll just casually sometimes fall asleep for a minute. And sometimes I'll fall into a deep, heavy sleep. That's why I like being sometimes I like being on a seat where I can lean into something because I don't ever want to be the guy who falls asleep and then leans on the person next to him. I really hate that. Yeah. I really hate that. I'm never that. I don't like that. My, one of my favorite photos... What? One of my favorite photos of you is the photo of you asleep, standing up at the uh, 7 train. Yeah. Uh, station. The worst feeling is is the number of times that I've missed my stop because I've fallen asleep late at night, and sometimes it's meant that I've had to get multiple trains to get back to where I was. Hilarious. And it's the worst feeling because it, sometimes it's like, oh, I just lost an hour. Yeah. Um, for me, when I did my graveyard shift at VH1, it was, you know, I would do the Gethard show, then I would go... I'd head down to VH1 around like 2, 2.30 a.m. I would go to the deli, get myself a sandwich, a drink, because that was the only thing that keep me awake. I would go in, start editing, finish up around 5, 5.30, wait for the train, which would take like 20 minutes, take it back. By the time I'm coming back, it's daytime, I'm on the train with like... People going into Queens are mostly like uh, night shift workers also yeah so it was all just like desperately tired humans yeah and and then the other way was people going to work so like I'd be like walking in the opposite direction of all these people like waking up yeah like annoyed um and then what would happen is that like the train ride I'd be so exhausted that I would uh like get too tired to support myself. Yeah. Like I couldn't, uh... Oops, sorry. Leaving the subway station is some kind of nightmare. Yeah. Like everything would just hurt. Yeah. Um, so then what I would do is I would uh, go like this first. I'd like put my elbows on my knees, my hands on, like, on my forehead. And hope that that could like be restful enough for me not to get hurt. Yeah. Like to not to feel pain. Yeah. And then it would reduce to me putting my my arms down like flat on my legs and uh -huh. leaning down yeah. and I'd inevitably fall asleep yeah and I'd always miss my stop which is the third oh. third to last stop on the station yeah and the last stop is Astoria Boulevard so then I would either wait for the Astoria Boulevard train back or I would just walk yeah and oh man it was it would stink because it was mostly the summer so it'd be like hot and I'd be like walking and like you know when you're tired and like a certain type of sweat comes out of you that's like... Yeah, it's like your body is just like end-of-the-night grease trap. Salty, exasperated sweat. Yeah. And like, 
all of your skin feels weird. It was just that feeling. That wasn't that long ago. Uh, three years ago. Yeah, but I mean, that's not that long in the scheme of things. No. It's funny how... I mean, I just realized, recently realized that I uh, started doing improv almost five years ago now. I just realized that the other day, that coming up this May, I'll be, it'll be my five years since uh, taking 101. Mine will be August. Uh... What's interesting about that is how up till recently we're going to the year market. Uh, See? Yeah. There it is. There's Boogie Party. Um, up <laughs> until this is the funniest thing to me. Up until recently, like I felt like if someone was like, "Oh, how long have you been doing improv?" It sort of felt like. Well, I would always say like the two, three years. Yeah. And then recently I was like, oof, five, five years. years. Um, well, it does feel like you reach a point where, like, uh, where you've been, like, there was a point where I was on The Stepfathers and it was 2011. You know? Well, there's a thing that's interesting is that, yeah. that's, for you, it's like, you're on the stepfathers now. Yeah. Which is a different feeling for me, which is I'll probably never do improv seriously again. Yeah. Yeah. And I say that not out of like, in no way out of defeat or out of like, you know, just like, no, you're, that just doesn't fit. You're into, doing other things. Right. That just doesn't fit into what my life is. Yeah. Anymore. But it's very strange. Yeah. Because it was such an integral, integral part of things yeah now it now it for you it probably feels like you had this like whirlwind romance with improv yes and it then does. It, and then it fell apart or it just stopped or you know like yeah well was it, to well, me it feels like it was like grad school yeah well what's interesting when i think about like the way that we process time that like if you were at like let's say december of 2011 so i've been on the stepfathers for a few months at that point right and then someone would, be, and then I would like. I remember there was a point where uh, I ran into somebody at my work. Someone just came into the store, and uh, they were like, "Hey, are you still doing improv?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm on the Stepfathers." And at this point, it was someone that I, in 2009, yeah. I'd, we'd been in a class together, learning how to do it. Right. And now it was 2011, and they were like, are you still taking classes? And I was like, oh, I'm on the Stepfathers. And it was such a surreal thing to say to them. Like, it yeah. made no sense that that was what, the like, result that was, what was yeah. coming out of my mouth. And uh, I'm just going to get sparkling ice. <laughs> You're trying to go interesting. And I was trying to go interesting, but I remember how poorly that ended here last time. Um, I'm just, fundamentally, I'm just thirsty for a drink. You, want, um, you, want, you don't want a fizz? I don't want a fizz. Or uh, did they, maybe they omit it after we give it such you a I don't see as much of the Russian soda as I was here yes. last time. Let's get some of this. Oh, God. It's just soda with olives in it. Um, 
<laughs> Actually, you know what? We can't pass up. Is the best guava drink. What's it called? Oh, weird. Oh, I was. Oh, like, they moved to the Top Shelf. I was, I was like, oh, weird. Look at this. Oh, right, that's, that's weird. Pinocchio, Pinocchio Holy Lemonade. CD. Why does he have a key still? I don't know. And also, he doesn't have a wooden nose. He just has a pointy one. Um. And he's the only cartoon character on any of these. Yeah, it's probably that's the one for kids. Yeah, the bad one. Um. Oh man. But what's weird is thinking that now that like I'm gonna get some sort of chocolate. Okay. What's weird is what is this? Sorry, I'm listening. It's okay. It's yes. okay. Um. I guess I'm gonna go browse in the candy section. Let's see if I can find anything. Okay. Yeah. Where do you go? Mm-hmm. Getting the kind of candy I wanted. You did. Blueberry snack. They had it. Yeah. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. There you go. Ooh. Are those the Easter candies? Yeah. I haven't seen that kind before. All right, thank you. Now I've bought, I've bought the candy that I'm going to buy, and I'm walking over to JD. Um, what I was going to say what was weird is that at that point it felt weird, like running into that person and they were like, uh, hey, you're still taking classes. No, I'm on Subfathers, and it felt like a surreal thing to say. Right. Now it's 2014, and I've been on the Subfathers since uh, 2011. So, that seems like a long time all of a sudden. Soon enough, it'll be three years, yeah. That now it's starting to feel like, oh, yeah, I've, I'm have i no longer at the point where it's, like, surprising to people that I'm on that team. Well, so some people, some people they've only known that team. There's yeah. There's people, students, that they've only known the stuff with you being... Yeah, being like, like uh, Secunda was in town a couple weeks ago, and he did the show. Right. And I was thinking, oh, there are probably people who are like, who is that guy? Whereas... Yeah. I used to be the person that was like, who is that guy? Yeah. Um, but it goes by so quickly. Like, in, the, in some senses, like, well, when we'd only been doing this for three years, that still felt like, oh, I've only been doing this two or three years. Yeah. And then when you're four years, that's not that much more than that. But five does feel like a real, uh, Yeah. that means you're in it, like, you've, that's like you've been in, uh, in college for longer than the four years that it should take to get your undergraduate right. degree or something, that means you've actually gone into uh, longer than a presidential administration, longer than a four-year degree, longer than, you know, it just, like, does make a difference. Uh, it sneaks up on you. Everything, I feel like everything sort of sneaks up on you uh, in that weird way. Yeah. I asked about those Easter candies behind the counter. They have these uh, blue bunnies or chocolate. Uh, since those were Easter candies and they are. Noted. 
Noted. Yeah. No. Matt Cohen will probably be walking by soon. You think? Yeah. You think he's on that train? Yeah. I'm going to walk outside. Okay. Uh, I'm now outside of the uh, Euro Mart and uh, wondering if we'll see Matt Cohen walk along here along these mean streets of Astoria uh, in Queens. I'm right below the elevated train tracks where the N and the Q travel. Probably heard some rattling trains passing by. One interesting thing about the Euro market that I will note is that uh, there are, uh, I think, icicle style Christmas lights hanging from the, uh, uh, is it the awning? Yeah, out front. Now they're unlit, they're not illuminated. So I wonder whether this is a case of keeping the Christmas, the seasonal lights up all year, year round, but only lighting them during the holiday season. I've always felt like that's a, like that's sort of a way I would be tempted to go. I know it's lazy, but I know that like, oh, you can hear that train as I, as I said. Uh, I've always felt like, uh, is a ferocious noise. I feel like that, my parents pay people to Thank you. hang Thank up you. the Christmas decorations on their house every year. And I don't see the point of it. Like, I would just keep them up year round and only turn them on over the season, holiday season. Now, JD's outside again. How are you feeling, JD? What? How are you feeling? I'm tired. Yeah, I mean, uh, no the, more adventure episodes. No more adventure and just <laughs> no, like we find locations with outlets and stay there. I'm just laughing because like the podcast, I feel like the, the content has been hurt so much by the fact that... We've been traveling? We've been traveling and I didn't start in a great mood anyways. Um, I wonder if people will dislike this episode. I feel like they will. Well, you know, the funny thing is when you were describe when we were describing, because we've recapped a number of times within the episode, I think people aren't going to like that. Yeah. Well, and also, I think people, if I were listening to this, I yeah. would hate me saying, I bet people won't like this because I hate when people do that. Yeah. But I'm not saying it out of self-defeat. I'm saying it out of general curiosity, like, will people enjoy this? Well, when, when well, you... Well, not, not will they enjoy, like, I, I challenge them to, but, like, uh, I wonder what they will enjoy of this. Yeah. Well, Because I... it doesn't feel like it's effusively enjoyable. But it might, you know, <laughs> but I think it still fulfills the things that we set out to do with this podcast um when you when you were re-describing when we were describing to Brandon and Chelsea for instance what we'd done during the day it sounded way more interesting to me when I heard it repeated back yeah there's Matt Cohen by the way is that Matt Cohen up there yeah is that Matt Cohen up there Matt Cohen doesn't know I don't think that is Matt Cohen is yeah it, it is it definitely does he gesture is. at us Matt yeah. Cohen no, he's walk. That's his walk. That's his. That's backpack. his gate. Do you think he has headphones in? Matt. Matt Cohen. Stop and come talk to us. Uh, Matt Cohen is walking ahead of us. Here he is. And there he is. There's that Hollywood trader. There's that. We stopped at uh, the Euromart. Oh, great. 
Also, we've been just slow, you know? Uh-huh. We're very tired right now, Matt. I understand. We've had a long day. You're a shot in the arm. Look out. Yeah, thank you. You're the shot in the arm that this episode needs. I hear the... Uh, we need you to pull this one through. Yeah. Okay. We, need you to, we need you to pull out all the stops. I gotta amp this This up. has gotta uh, be like real funny, real real quick, we, real th- bright. This has gotta be... I'm so exhausted, I won't ask you to recap your day. No. <laughs> <laughs> See? Matt's got the instincts. We were just Chops. saying, we were just Chops. saying that people were probably tired of how many times we've recapped during this episode. Because we've run into a lot of people today uh-huh. and then been like, had to be like, oh yeah, this is our 12 hour podcast. And they're like, what have you done today? And then we've had to go through it all. Wait, so I am no longer the only guest? No. No, we've had tons of guests today, wow. dude. Yeah. We, but you're we, the first we guest, performed a show today. But wow. you're, you're the first guest to, so. your initial impulse as a guest was, I'm not going to ask you to recap it. Like you knew instinctively how to be the best of guests. We're coming up in the final two hours, right? Yeah, we're at 10.41. So, yeah, uh, we're going through 12.45 to meet the 12. Um, and your apartment's further away than I remember, J.D. It's right here. I know. It's further away than I remember. That's just because you're. That's because we walked like 10 miles today. All right. I'm full of piss and vinegar. So let's go. <laughs> All right. Now, Matt Cohen is a New York local. Sure. A New York vinegar pisser. Um, and longtime listeners of this podcast will remember him from episode one, the pilot episode. Uh, the show was still figuring out its legs oh. at that time. Some, uh, some character elements were dropped. Yeah, it was before, it was before uh, King Bad Boy was a... Uh, <laughs> that's, that's JD's uh, character that he plays. That's my new character. I like it. Thank you. Might be a little bit of a mess. This is not a mess at all. Okay. Because this morning I was just stretching to get all my taxes done. And it is a mess. That's okay. All the recording boxes. Uh, I need the most comfortable place in this room. Sit on the couch here. Oh, you take couch. Yeah. Matt, you don't mind a hardback rolling chair? I here. do not. Matt, you sit here. Because then I'll unpack all the stuff here. And I'll get you a mic. Um, oh, God. It's it. just... I've worn, I've worn a hole in my socks that I didn't have. Oh, man. Oh, here's... What's, what's that shirt? Brown Yeah, it's my alma mater. Do you think that's okay. true, Matt? Um, no, uh, the Stepfathers did a road show last week. And uh, it makes me laugh if you read... Oh, God. Ow. Ow. Um, I'm so tired. Um, it makes me laugh if you read the back of the shirt uh, at the top. Can you read it? Uh, what does it say, Matt? Uh, Brody Stevens and the Stepfathers. It makes it look like we're like somehow the comedy backing band. Yeah, well, I, that to me sounds like a 50s like, doo-wop band. It really does. Brody Stevens like, and the Brody Stepfathers. Stevens feels like a... It does. Here, you talk while I... Uh... Okay. Wow, this is my first time with a, a wireless love. Oh, boy. Or not, a, is this wired? This is wireless. I have a love unless it's got no wire. Is that your theme song? Uh, no, that was a... Uh, that was a guest musical spot. Wow. Um, guest musical spot. For we had a lot of guests today. Yeah, it's because we, we just traveled to a bunch of places where there were people that we knew. Yeah. 
Great. Please don't recap. I'll hear it all uh, when I listen to the episode. So we started F.O. Schwartz. And the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk. The, uh, what, what have you done today, Matt? What, did I, what have I done today? Uh, not nearly as much as you. Also, this is producer... What? What happened? JD's panicking. What did you lose? Oh. I thought I left the charging thing, but... Oh, oh that would be a nightmare if we just um, quietly run out of power. I've been, uh, what did I do? Oh, I uh, found a, I got a quote for shipping a car across the country to Los Angeles. Shipping a car? Drive it. I might drive. Uh, free miles. I might have a free plane ticket. Wait. Drive across the country. Drive now. across the country. There's, no. You're moving it's to LA? It's going to take weeks. Ugh. No. No, it's, it's not going to take, take a week. Matt, I've done that <laughs> trip in multiple days, and there's nothing... Oh my God! This Use is, your free miles more, to nothing, come visit. Exactly. There's nothing more romantic than taking your first cross-country drive alone across country. This to isn't go the live last episode with six feet under. I don't need. Uh, I need to pop in, breathe. Matt, me. I do, uh, this is. In, you're going the fact to, that you made it to the end of Six Feet Under, but you won't even finish season one of Game of Thrones. Disgusting. Well, Six Feet Under is a great show. I was immediately hooked by it. Doesn't take place in winter. <laughs> also, I like how Jenny is <laughs> without a mic, so he is hovering over your chest and my chest. First of all, that. it's a bad idea to move to L.A. if the first thing you say is, I don't want to drive. <laughs> well, not across the country by myself. You love music. Sure, yes. Do you like to drive? No, not really. Well, you're moving to L.A., which is all driving all the time, so you better love it's it. It's not all driving all the time. You could listen to your fucking neutral milk hotel or whatever <laughs> all the way across the you're country. Ti- I know you're tired because you're a little cranky. Oh, yeah. I think I got that from J.D. J.D.'s the crank on this podcast. <laughs> no, but also I like being cranky with you because you're, you are deliberately provocative. <laughs> um, Even when I was just saying, oh, I'm going to ship a car out. Yeah, I, well, it was the one thing you... Oh, I got a quote today for shipping a car. Free miles. Uh, You can use your free miles to fly back and visit your friends in New York. Well, what I did was, check this out. I feel very clever because I got, I just got. Whatever it is, I don't like it. I got an American Airlines credit card. So I'm going to make a lot of, uh, I'm going to be making some big purchases. We're going to be like furniture and stuff stuff like that. So I'll make uh, those, rack up double miles, and then I'm going to have a lot of, a lot of miles uh-huh. from this credit card, and I won't have to pay uh, that yearly fee. What was the That's quote? Way... What was the quote to ship the car across country? Oh, I don't feel. I don't want to say that. Uh, Wait, uh, we don't podcast. shy away from money issues on this podcast. Well, I, I, I don't want to. No, come on, you're so proud of your quote you got. No, because you're gonna goof no matter what ballpark I say. It. You're gonna ballpark goof. it. How much do you think it is? Hundred dollars. Well, hundred dollars? No. All right. No. Two hundred dollars. No. Three hundred dollars. Tell them my vote is. $400. No. $600. No. $800. No. $900. Uh, we're close. A thousand? A grand? Uh-huh. You're going to drop a grand on a car that you're not even driving? Wait, tell them that legitimately is a bad idea. The what? Tell them that is legitimately a bad idea. It's legitimately a bad idea. I don't idea. see why it's a bad idea. Let me spend once I'm mic'd up here. Yeah. Let me just tell you, first of all, uh, you're missing out on a grand romantic opportunity. JD's right. You're driving across the country to meet, to live with your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. To meet your girlfriend for the first time. Uh-huh. To, 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 uh, <laughs> you have to repeat that joke so I didn't hear it. To, you're driving across the country to meet your girlfriend for the first time. Uh-huh. And the first thing you're going to say to her, the first words out of your mouth are going to be, I mailed my car here. <laughs> Why would that be my first <laughs> sentence? Because 
was basically the first thing you said to us. I got a great quote. Well, you on asked what I did today, and that's one of the things I did. I got a great quote on mail and. Oh, my I feel good. I pay. I'm paying. Going to pay a little less than normally because um, I looked around. I shopped around. Why don't you? Why don't you find out how much it would cost for them to ship the plane that you're going to fly in <laughs> across the country? If you add up the time and uh, the money on gas, a little bit of gasoline is a small price to pay for seeing the country. I don't know. You could go. It's already done. It's too late. You it's can, not too I, late. You got a quote. You haven't paid any money. I yet. already. I booked the plane ticket. Cancel though. it. No, I'm not canceling a plane ticket. Okay, Connor, solo for a bit. All right, just me. Yeah. All right, I can do this. You listen to me, Matt Cohen. Uh, <laughs> the the idea. Nothing is nothing is set in stone. All right. Maybe you take a little loss on the plane ticket, but over time, the experience that you gain. You can, have you ever seen the Grand Canyon? No. Yeah, he's indicating that he has not seen the Grand Canyon. Uh, I haven't either. I have not seen the Grand Canyon. So the fact that you're going to pass up an opportunity to see the Grand Canyon, one of the marvels of the, of the natural world, all because you got a deal on postage for your automobile? JD, can I retort yet? No, you can't be heard. You're not on mic. Yeah, uh, Oh, brother. Like, somebody offered you, someone offered you the chance to see the Grand Canyon, and you would rather watch Frozen on the little <laughs> seat, seat back uh, monitor. Uh, that's what I did on an airplane recently. I watched Frozen. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was really good. Uh, I actually was m- uh, uh, moved by it emotionally. I don't know if I was just in a, uh, a tired condition or something, but I found it very... Uh, Maybe you want to cry at certain points. So it sounds good. It sounds it's good. It's good. So it sounds like it sounds like a good use of my time to see Frozen yeah, on an airplane. Fro- I'm just recommending Wait. Frozen, but I'm not recommending it instead of going to see the Wait, Grand Canyon. Test, 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 map. Test, 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 map. Okay. Test, 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 JD. Test, 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 JD. Test, 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 Connor. Test, 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 Matt. Test, 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 JD. JD, 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 JD. This is JD talking, talking. Good. We're, we're back. And we're back. Okay. So, I don't know. I think uh, the time and gasoline, and it's like, I would rather, I don't want to do this alone. Honestly, I would not want to see the country. I don't want to, that, it just feels like I would rather do that It's your last somebody. time to it's be your last alone. time to be alone. That's not my last time to be alone. Oh, what are we... You're moving to California uh-huh. to be with your girlfriend. Right. Yeah. Not your lover. Not some spring fling. <laughs> this is your girlfriend you're moving in with. Right. Yeah. That shit's on lockdown now, Matt. It is. It is. You're but not getting out of that alive. I don't want to get out of it You're alive. not. When's the next? Honestly, legitimately, it sounds like you're giving you a hard time. When's the next time in your life you'll have the opportunity to drive across country by yourself? I don't know if I want to do that. What? That's like that's you'll like, never be able to find out if you want to do that's that. That's like pure, it's I pure romantic Americana. That's the yeah, American dream. That's not the my American dream. Ju- oh my God, Matt! The <laughs> You're so mad. The American. See, dream. You asked me to kick this up, and I kicked it up immediately. Just coming in, even with an Delib- innocuous no, deliberately provocative. Matt, the American dream. This is what makes me mad. You, JD is pulling at his hair right now. For the you American listeners. dream is to live in New York City as a comedian <laughs> and then fall in love All right, JD. and move to Los Angeles to be with your girlfriend and then to drive across the country I'm to be with her. I'm doing most of that, though. I'm doing most of that. But you're instead, upset I could do all of it? Instead, you're putting a... a, 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 a 
a, a three wise men forever stamp on your Chevy <laughs> and letting two guys from Pasadena drive it across country for you while you jump on uh, Virgin America just so you can see a little Asian girl rap about flight safety. First of all, I fly American Airlines. That's where I get my uh, miles. Second. No. So you'll fly American, but you don't want to see America. <laughs> Let me just, here. What's your girlfriend's name again? Mary. 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 I know Mary well now. JD uh, and Mary uh, were hanging out together when JD was in LA. Yeah. Had a great time. Yeah. I, we, I think we spent like three hours together. I've yeah. already joked with Matt that he's reenacting the positive elements of uh, my favorite movie, Modern Romance, by having a girlfriend named Mary and living in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, let me just, I'm going to, uh, I've never met Mary. Mm hmm. But I'm going to go ahead. We'll over at DCM. We'll be in town for good, DCM. Good, good. Um, but I'm going to uh, role play with you a little bit. Please. Let's say a few years down the road, you get a hankering to see America. You want to do a cross-country road trip on your own. Mm-hmm. All right? Explain it to me, Mary, that you want to do this. Okay. Uh, hey, Mary. Um, hey, Matt. I just wanted to let you know that I've been thinking about this for a little bit, and I realized like I never got a chance to really see this country. Ding right. dong! Hold on. Hold on, I have to get the door. Okay, go get the door. Uh, hello, my name is Mark Wukala. I'm running for local council in this area, and I just wanted to know if you had a minute to talk uh, with I re- me. Sorry, I'm actually I really don't like people knocking on the door. I'm actually having a really serious conversation with my boyfriend. Well, you don't know it's uh, yeah. a serious conversation yet. Well, I'm just trying to get rid of this guy, Matt. What are you doing? Uh, uh, listen, if it's not a good time, I can come back. It's not a good time. time. Uh, what, when's a better time for me to come back? Never. Honestly, I don't want to, I mean, say what you need to say, but I'm not going to say that there's a good time for a politician to knock on my door and interrupt my life. Well, I just think I have a lot of positive things that I can bring to this community. I okay, do you have any, like a pamphlet or some literature that I can take? Mary, no, you I, could just close the door right now if you don't want to deal with it. That's rude. I, give me, if you're handing something out, I'll take it, I'll look at it, I'll read it, but please don't come back. I have a, uh, a, a, a pro will call a sign that I can put in your front no, yard. No, I'm not going to put up a sign. If you have a brochure, I'll take it. And if I'm really into it, I'll volunteer for the campaign. I'll ask for a lawn sign. Uh, we can go to markwukala.com. Great. How do you spell, you spell Wukala? W-U-K- a-L-L-A. You're not writing this down. You're never going to remember that. No. I, I, do, I, do you think I have such a bad memory? <laughs> not a bad memory. W-U-K. Who can remember that? A-L-L-A? Yeah, and it's it's Mark with a C. Mark with a C. Okay. And you're going to remember that later when you look this up. No, online. like Mark with a C, like C America and uh, Wukala, W-K-A-L-L-A. Wait, 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 what did you just say? Like C America. That's so weird, yeah. I don't think that's weird. Why is that Well, weird? I was just talking about that. Were you? Yeah. You guys were talking about America? Well, you know, I've got a lot of positive things that I can bring to the... Okay, bye, Mark. Slam. <laughs> okay, God. Uh, I genuinely hated that <laughs> experience with that politician. Matt, what were you saying? Sorry, uh, I'm in a bad mood now. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> Maybe this is a bad time to have this conversation no, if you're in a bad Matt, mood. No, don't do that. You always do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Hold on. Hello? Uh, hi, uh, my name's uh, Linda Fislina. Uh-huh. I live next door. Uh-huh. Oh, hi, Linda. Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, nice to meet you. We've never actually met. Did a man just come to your door? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what did he say his name was? Mark Wukala. M-A-R-C-W-U-K-A-L-L-A. See, Matt? I remember. Well, anyone can just do that. He just said it. Okay. I, I, my ex-husband's been going around door-to-door and spreading lies. And what? He's been using different different sort of different, different methods and different personas to try to spread lies. Did he say anything about me to you? No. He said he was a politician. 
Oh my god. No, nothing about you though. Did he give you anything? No, just mentioned a website. Okay, if he told you something, just know that it is not true. Whatever. Well, how do we know this is your ex-husband? What do you? Did you see him? Did I see him? It could be someone else. It could be an actual politician. Well, someone. That boy out there on the bike, he told me there was a man going around from door to door, and my ex-husband is going door to door, telling people things about me that are not true. Telling people things about me that are not well, true. Well, he never said anything, so it's probably oh, uh, Actually, I did just bring up this website, markwakala.com, and it has <laughs> pictures of you that I don't think you're going to be very happy about. Oh, my God. Go to markwakala.com, www.markwukalla.com. I'll have to go home and do that. I don't have a, I don't have a phone that can do that. Yeah, and I don't want to even loan you my tablet. So, uh, But anyway, I'm very sorry. But you should Whatever he down. said, if he's... Oh, my God. I, 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 thank no, you. Said, I'm sorry. I'm what sorry. he said was true. It did go to the website, but I think it, this is what he's doing against you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, have a nice night. I'm sorry. All right, slam. Oh, God. Matt, just spit it out. What is it that you wanted? I want to go see America. I've got that hangover. Oh, great idea. That'll be fun. Well, that'll be a fun time for both yeah. of us. Yeah, although I think... Uh, I kind of, it's weird. I want to do it by myself. You know what I mean? I feel like I never got the opportunity to just, like, take some time by myself and just see America. Are you breaking up with me? No. No. Why would you jump why, to that? Why? Because you just said you want to go have an adventure on your own. A solo vacation, yeah. Won't be long. A little vacation? A what does that mean? Just a, a vacation by myself. Just to, like... Are you going to, around the corner to get the, some milk and cigarettes? No, I don't smoke. Why would I get cigarettes? It's you know the figure of speech where Milk someone and leaves and doesn't come back. <laughs> it's a terrible combination. Don't change the subject. All right, I just want to. Uh, is that so wrong? I can't we, look, take a trip by myself. No, you can do that, but we. I think we should go to couples counseling. <laughs> Why? What is our relationship is great. It is. I thought it was great until yeah. a few seconds ago when I found out you want to go on this little. Hangover trip. It's not a hangover trip. The hangover part two, hangover part three. What are you, the wolf pack? No, I'm not. It's just me. That's the thing. I'm not even with buddies. I'm not with friends. It's well, just I don't know who you're with, except I know who you're not with, and that's me. I'm not with anyone I'm else. just saying it's weird. This is the kind of thing you should have done before we were together. Well, I didn't want to do it then. You were, look, all I've heard for the past four years is what a great quote you got on mailing your car out It here. was a really good quote. It, God, it's less I, than you, the average. If I, it was a thousand dollars, and the average is like thirteen, fourteen hundred. So you save three or four hundred. That's significant. Okay, but you don't have to bring this up every time we have friends over. Well, I use that money to buy a nice couch. Yeah, it is a nice couch. We got a couch that was a little bit over what we budgeted. So instead of like an eight hundred dollar couch, we get like a twelve hundred dollar couch. Twelve hundred dollars for a couch. It's a great couch. It's a couch will last you. It's the same thing I said about getting a good bed. We gotta get a good bed, a good mattress. That's what we want. Because we're gonna sleep. You spend so much of your life sleeping. Why would you not invest in a mattress? We spend so much of our time on the couch. This You're is right. gonna last 10, 15 years. You're right. You're right. But I'm not gonna allow you to go on that road trip. All right. If you if you feel this strongly about it, I won't go. Well, you back down pretty easy. Well, I don't want to upset you. You want to come? If you want no, to come, you want to come. I, I'm glad you didn't upset me, but your weakness in the face of even the slightest bit of it, it has disappointed me. <laughs> How did that disappoint you? Well, no, I'm glad. On the one hand, I'm glad that you did Respect what I asked. Respect you, yeah, but and it, take your needs it, into consideration. I loved all that, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But I have to admit that on some level, I also respect you less as a man. That's awful. That's an awful thing to say. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hello.
Hello, my name is I. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Mary! Mary! He's sucking your brains. Would you like to accompany me on a trip across my galaxy? Slam. Lock. Lock. What a cowardly act, Matt. And scene. So we just saw there. This, this whole thing was created by Connor and I. To get to that last moment, yeah, <laughs> to see that when things really, really got serious and you <laughs> needed to be a protector, you couldn't be. <laughs> Mostly because you chose to fly across the country and let some stranger drive your car. So in that scene, uh, when you were this robot or alien that sucked out uh, <laughs> Mary's brains yeah. immediately, you just made, upon opening the door. You made no effort to try to recover her brains. That, you slammed the door and locked it, leaving... Leaving Mary brainless. Well, I, and you I were assumed given she enough, was dead. You I were could, given enough time. Your brains are sucked out of your skull. You're dead. You don't know what this creature's like. <laughs> You're right. That's I, a snap judgment. I guess if, I didn't I want to stick around to find out. If I have technology powerful enough to suck her brains out in an instant, wouldn't you think that I might perhaps have technology powerful enough to put it back in well right away you seem insanely hostile because you just this seems like a random act of violence this is akin to just uh knocking on the door and just shooting someone how in the skull. hostile can an alien be who first introduces themselves before sucking one's <laughs> Pretty, brains out well you introduced and then immediately sucked <laughs> there was no she didn't provoke you it's not the most hostile it's a little less hostile than just immediately doing 50 it. shades of gray there's one there's one shade darker yeah, okay, so you're a 49th level yes. of hostile yes. here. I'm a for- level 49 yeah. Zyclothian. Which I feel like it gives me uh, like a, a good reason to just get away from that. Matt, what engage. was in my portrayal of Mary, mm-hmm. what was the thing, was there ever a moment in my portrayal of Mary that you thought, that's pretty spot on? Um, what was the closest line to closest like, line. well... That's I met, I imagine most of them probably are not very close. But what's the closest I know moment what mine would be. Um I think uh when you were talking about uh <laughs> like uh who like are, are are you going to actually it may be my first thought was to be it's like oh are you with like friends or so it's like who are these other people you're yeah. you want to go with but it may be you kept talking about this quote all the time. Because I do do that about stuff. Yeah, where you'll bring up something again and again. Because mm-hmm. I'm proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. JD, what do you think? My moment was when Connor went, you're getting off subject. Mm. When accused you of going on a tangent that was yeah, not she relevant does see to the current too. conversation. Absolutely. She's very aware of what's being discussed. And she is. If you're trying to dodge talking about it. Mm-hmm. She's very perceptive. Mm. In my portrayal of Cyclops... Mm-hmm. Which moment was closest to being like your girlfriend? Uh, hello. <laughs> Introduction. Hello, Because I think she introduced, she, when I met her, she introduced herself to me. Except she said Mary instead of Zyklox. That was the one difference. And she didn't sound like that. She didn't have a stilted, monotone, robotic voice. Okay. So that was one thing you did today was you got this quote. Uh, yeah, I also I called up health insurance because okay. I need to switch health insurance, and it's a kind of a pain to call. I, I tried to call Empire, who's my direct where I get Blue Cross Blue Shield. Dun, 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 yeah, they are an evil empire. 
Uh, <laughs> I liked how you both just kind of teased the theme. You didn't go all the way with it. Sure, we knew exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I could tell JD only wanted to do one line for it. <laughs> I wanted to do But one. they were impossible to get hold of. I was on hold dun, for 45 dun, minutes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then so I called them the New York Marketplace. This is very boring. Mm -hmm. But right when I, I quickly get to speak to a person, but... They were like, hello, hello, I can't hear you at all. And I checked, my phone wasn't on mute or anything. Like, I was talking. Classic health insurance <laughs> trick. Actually, JD uh, tried that trick on a it. random teenager on Chat Roulette. Yeah, it was embarrassing. I can't hear you. Uh, this is a little recap, but I think you'll, I'll do mm -hmm. it for Matt's benefit. Uh, JD reached out. I'll do the short version, so it's yeah. me retelling it. JD was feeling like he needed some human contact. Some right, no, he told me human. about this. Oh, yes. yes. So you already knew it. Well, I didn't know this chat roulette. Thing. I knew that he talked to some guy from Greens, Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah. And said he couldn't hear him. No, no. no this, this was, was a the, boy that he really connected that with. That was the kid oh, no. who made the guns. Yeah, this is yeah. a different one where he was wanting before to... That kid. Before that, he was like wanting to reach out and he was seeing a lot of dicks. And then he finally got someone who was like, I can hear you. And JD kind of froze and, and then pretended that he couldn't hear him. And then the guy said to him, I know you can hear me because I can hear my voice uh, playing off of your monitor. Ooh. And he so called you out. JD panicked and moved on Exit. to the next one. <laughs> yeah. That's and I'll never fun. see that person again. Yeah, that's it. Or you'll see them all the time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so the health insurance guy pretended he couldn't hear you. Woman. It's a woman. I use guy as a non-gendered <laughs> okay. term. Um, like I'll frequently say, like, like when Sloth and Goonies says, "Hey, you guys," uh, he doesn't just mean the guys. He's not group. exclusive. He's referring yeah. He's to re including Martha Plimpton and <laughs> anyone else who's. A so, like, when you talk about like how you're, uh, like, what you're looking for, like, sexual preference-wise, you're like, yeah, just some good guys. Yeah, uh, no, because it includes both genders when I say guys, and I am. Uh, I would be more specific in that term. I use it as a general sense. Right. But so, like, so you, I'd have to be speaking very but, generally. Like, but you could refer to like all the women you've had relationships with as like yeah, uh, a good bunch of guys. All the guys. <laughs> all the guys have been with solid crew of guys. Solid crew of guys. Those guys are great. Um, yeah, I could do that, but that would be stranger than me. I, I use it as a, a, a term of inclusion. You know what's bothered me lately? What? What is imagining? I had a. I'll start with the small thought and then get to the bigger one. The small thought good. was putting everyone that you've ever met into like a convention center. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Just like looking at everyone being like, you are all the people I've ever met in my life. Uh -huh. Including people that you've had conversation. You'd have to have had a conversation with this person. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I just saw you on the street. No, no, no. So it's like, but, but, like, but still even. That's a sum total of a person's life. Yeah, and that's a man's life. And I bet that wouldn't fill like the Astrodome. No. Um, and then maybe I was, some people, but, but what, I would but say what the about, average is no. But what about like, like if I include all the people that I've interacted with in my job or something, like just customers? Do I include that? No, that does. I think it's that you've that I've a, actually had a meaningful interaction with. Yeah, I mean, even if it was all the customers, yeah. I still think. You no, could fit them in the if you do customer service or any kind of not customer service, for, but for any kind of like, retail or anything like that, that's probably I, hundreds of people in a day, maybe. Yeah, because we'd be talking twelve years of of yeah, I guess five days true. a week. That adds up. It would be a depressing astronome. <laughs> Ugh, very impersonal. If I'm like, 
there's a small portion of this astrodome that's like people have had meaningful things and other people are like, I bought a book. When's why am I here? <laughs> what what if like your life came down to you get everyone that you ever interacted with at bar, at your place of work and put them in like the astrodome and they each had like a yes and no buzzer. It was like it was, it, you had to get like ninety percent or more of yeses in order to remain living. It was just everyone. But yes for what? Do you like this person? Should this person continue to live? That anyone who says no is a monster. Yeah, but <laughs> in retail customers, there'd be a lot of just yeah. That's what I think. Automatic no. The worst human being on earth. If it was like, should this person be alive? And it's just some guy you vaguely remember from buying a book yeah. from him. There'd be a if lot. you said no, you would be, I think, one of the worst people on earth. You yeah. would have to be so evil, so actively malicious, right? Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, I've seen people react that way so casually like i've seen the number of times that someone's gotten angry at me in a way that indicates to me that like oh you're not just a frustrated person in a store you're a monstrously Mm -hmm. bad person like the way people will get angry uh like recently there was a there was a textbook store that closed that's near the store where I worked, where I work. And I've been getting like sob stories from people who are like, that store closed. And I'm like, oh yeah, I went out of business. What am I supposed to do? I'm like, well, you can order the books or we have these books, or whatever. I really relied on that store. And I got to the point where I've had to start saying to people like, Look, like I literally said to someone on the phone, like, they didn't close the store to like hurt your feelings. <laughs> like, where I just was like, yeah. they'd, they kept trying to lay on the guilt. Like, they didn't do it on purpose. Like, it yeah. went out of business. It's also not your fault. Yeah. You have nothing to do with this. But it's also like they were reacting as if everything was like, how am I supposed to, you know? Well, change is difficult for a lot of people. Oh, God. Tell me about it. I hate it. Um, but. <laughs> But I wouldn't whine to a stranger and make them feel as if, like, things that they didn't have anything to do with. Mm. But, yeah, I bet there'd be a lot of people who just quite casually would vote no. That's so awful. Do you have to see them die? Like, do you see them? Oh, God, then the nose would go way up. Really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's What's the means of death? Would it be like some sort of beheading, or are we talking like a lethal injection? The more public the death is, the more nose you get from strangers. Oh, that's horrible. No. <laughs> and you're like, you will, you will get to watch. I get to watch it? Or the moment that it would be, if you just added the one thing, should this person die, or someone randomly from the crowd? Ooh, that's interesting. It, they would, you would, everyone would choose I would yes. say... Uh, no, no, no. Well, the died. question is, yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah. should he live? So they would say no. They'd say no. Yeah, because the because what if it's you? What if you just yeah. selected your own death? But Connor's just a, 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 a random person. You know what I mean? But yeah. if it was gets... like this person was randomly selected, mm-hmm. yeah, either this person could die or someone else randomly selected, everyone would be like him. Yeah, because yeah, it's the question really is, do you want to be in the pool of possible deaths or yeah. not? No. I don't. But That's here's the, the thing. What if it, what it, uh, cause this is the Astrodome filled with everyone in your life, close friends, family. Do you think 
some or any of them would at say. At that point, at that point, yes, let him if go. I'm in the audience, if I'm not on the stage and it's just like I fill the Astrodome with everybody, at that point I start being real glad that I had so many basic customer interactions. Because <laughs> I'd be like, oh, it's really like give everybody I care about a fighting chance in this game. Uh, oh, man. Did, what if the Astrodome think- was half filled with death row inmates? So we're t- this is now getting to be close to the Dark Knight game that they do in the Dark Knight. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what that was, but I'm well, sure it's got, it is. It's got a boat. Of, you have a boat of uh, regular people and then a boat of convicts. And Joker's like, you can vote to blow up the other boat, or if nobody's voted, then all the bo- both boats get blown up. So the regular people are like, no, blow up the boat of convicts. And the convicts are like, uh-uh, man, it's yeah. not worth it. I'd rather like. We all die and become a murderer. And you're supposed to think, look who, who's a real, who's a real criminal. You're, spo- you're supposed to think that you just said, but what did you think? I thought uh, that scene went a little too long. I thought the criminal was Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're back to movie reviews. That is, I think, a perfect action movie though. Dark Knight is really, really, really well done. With like minor things like that one scene is like a little too like, hey, we're close to the end. Let's get let's get to the climax. That's a great movie. And I think The Avengers is a... I have not seen The Avengers, so I can't. Probably perfect action movie. And like, I don't think you could do a better comic book action movie than The Avengers. I'll throw out The Dark Knight, only, uh, but I have not seen The Avengers. You have to see The Avengers. Maybe I will. It's on Netflix. I'll probably see it's it. great. But Matt, I love The Dark Knight. Matt doesn't like perfect. to take recommendations on what to watch. Oh, There's no stop. winter scenes. or Yeah, no winter scenes. Good. Great. Maybe one winter scene. I hope this is my legacy, my lasting legacy, that I... Won't watch Game of Thrones after two episodes. Would it be sad if your plane crashed, but your car made it across Los Angeles? Yeah, that'd be awful. I'd be dead. You'd be sad, I hope. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd fe- I'd feel bad that I hadn't... What's weird about that is I would feel bad that I hadn't pushed harder, even though I really do feel like I pushed as hard as... You did. You pushed really you, hard. I've done everything I can to prevent th- I this. genuinely feel like you should drive. I'm not, but I appreciate. Uh, honestly, you'll save money, and it'll be a meaningful experience. And the fl- we've kind of cursed that flight now. Yeah, yeah. G- good on you for everyone else on that flight. There's a lot of people on that flight. Oh god! In fact, uh, any of our uh, dark arts listeners out there, please literally curse the flight for us. No, don't do that. I'm already scared that you made that joke. <laughs> you'll feel real dumb. If something happens, I won't feel I dumb. I'll feel <laughs> terrified that I have this power. I'll feel like, why is this how I have to learn that I have this power? Wait, but your power is that I'll say something that'll come true? No, I'm the one who first said that flight's cursed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. So I'm the one who made it happen. Yeah. I'll be a little bit worried. We'll, we'll do a double blind where we'll see if, are you powerful <laughs> or me? Or is it that it only works yeah, in you'll conjunction? Have to run more or tests. that your power is that you can say things that I said are curse-able and that makes them cursed. Yeah, then, yeah. Um, no, now I'm nervous. I will say you did make it sound a little more romantic. I think in my head, I, I just, I thought about it. I was like, no, nah, I wouldn't want to do that alone. That's, it would take too long. And it's just, this is easier and I'll, I'll use my mind. It only takes effort. a few days. Yeah. But if you're going to really stop and see stuff. But you don't have, just, just, I'm telling you, having done it now, whatever, two and a half times, just driving through the desert in the middle of the night as the sun sets ahead of you, knowing that you've crossed all of America Going from one romantic. mecca to the other, Let especially in pursuit of the dream of moving to Los Angeles, yeah, both for love and for your career, yeah, it feels like there's no more 
writerly moment as an independent artist to be like, this is my time where I'm going to gather my thoughts and really center myself. Hey, really, you make a good case. You know, I honestly, part of me sort of now wishes I had. You could you have the uh, chance. Yeah, but I won't. Right now, you have the chance. You know who else drove out to to uh, Los Angeles? Who in a car? Ms. Cheryl Crow. Hmm. And did now, she, did she stay in her car for a while? Or am I thinking of? Yeah, I think she lived in her car for a bit then too. But you who don't have to act on the who's whole the, thing. Who's the? Who wrote a night man. without? I'm Armor. not the only one. All, All Matt wants to do is have some fun. He's got a feeling he's not the only one. Oh, he's going to soak up Jewel the sun. Jewel lived in her car. That's what I'm thinking of. The poet? Uh, yes, the poet, Jewel. Singer-songwriter slash poet. She wrote uh, A Night Without Armor. That was the name of her book. of Poems. Um, did you ever own a copy of that? No. Get a copy for Mary and give it to her as a, a present. Good present. So yeah, I got your book of poetry. It's not bad. Read her or uh, record her an audio, uh, a, a CD of you reading the poems of Jewel, and say like, hmm. "Here's a romantic gesture." I think that makes her gesture really romantic when you just say, "Here's a romantic, <laughs> Here's a romantic gesture." gesture. <laughs> um, now, uh, you still can do it. Like all you have to do is just. You got all these free miles, as you said. You're racking them up with this mm-hmm. new uh, credit this card. I'm doing, yeah. Um, so you can afford to eat one like cancellation fee yeah. for a plane, for the sake of. Because let me tell you something. I mean, this will be your swan song as a uh, as a man not tied down by other responsibility. But you don't have a job right now. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have kids. You don't mm-hmm. have kids. Uh, and let me tell you something. Are you going to have kids? I don't have kids. Are you going to have kids? In the future? Yeah, maybe. What are, what are my options? You said, I said, you're going to have kids? And you said, in the future? What other options? Like, what else do you think I'm asking you? In the you? past. <laughs> I would love it, Matt Cohen, if you found out. If you, if if I what are you holding out on me? That, like, I'm... Not gonna have kids in the future, but I am going to go back in time and impregnate women. Well, I don't have to be uh, just. A, is that a plot for any movie? Is, is that a plot for any movie? That uh, a man builds a time machine so he can go back in time and impregnate women, and then come back to the current day, and then and then he, he, he gets it. He be friends with his children. Friends with his well, children. That's, sort of just a, that's a weirder version of that Adam Sandler movie that just came out. Which one? Grown Ups Two. Yeah, Grown Ups 2, back back in New York. Um, no, it was called... Little Nicky? Every Man. Every Man? Or like... No, you're thinking about the Vince Vaughn movie. Yeah, the Vince Vaughn oh, movie. Oh, Delivery Man? Delivery Man. That's a different thing, though, because this is a... But the difference is instead of there being a mess up at the sperm doning plant, it's sperm doning. <laughs> at the mess I up at the sperm doning plant. Instead of... Instead of bad sperm downing, it be time traveling. Uh, so in this first scene, you go into the sperm downing plant, but there's a mess up. I'm here. I'm here downing downing sperm at this plant. Um, would that be a good movie? Let's ask JD. He knows how about Hollywood works. Um, a man goes back in Bitch time. It to me. A man goes back in time. He builds a time machine for the express purpose of going back in time. 
to impregnate women so that he can be the same age as them uh, and befriend them as peers. Yeah, we'll see some scenes in the beginning like he doesn't have any friends. He's a very lonely guy. And it's like, I don't have anybody that I have. He'll be like eating alone at like diners. Uh, He'll be like... I don't have anything in common with anyone. Mm -hmm. There's nobody that I relate to. And then, he, but he's annoyed by little kids, and he's like, "I don't want to have little kids. Yeah. I wish I could have a little kid that was like already." Grown. Maybe he's like, like a kindergarten teacher, or yeah. So he's around. Can't be around more kids. Stuff. I wish I had little kids, but I wish they were just like me, like my okay. friends. Here's the plot. Yeah. Is this how pitches work? Yeah. Man goes through a divorce. Yeah. Messy divorce. Mm-hmm. Messy. Has no friends anymore because all of his friends have sided with his ex-wife now. Uh huh. He's lonely. That's when we start seeing the scenes of him being alone, wanting people. He just didn't see eye to eye with his wife. He and his wife had nothing in common, and he's he's done with that. He wants people that he that understand him, yeah, that know him, because there's none of the people in his perspective. So he goes back into time. Maybe he's a scientist. Maybe he works at maybe he you know low level guy works at a place working at a time machine. Goes in after hours, uses it, you know, etc. So he's a low-level guy working at a place with a time machine? <laughs> he's, a, you know, he's like a janitor at a scientific facility yeah. or something. Okay. Clean out the time machine, would you? <laughs> hey, it's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Even without the other aspects of the it. Tiny, that... The tiny trash can and the time machine's got tissues in it. Even if we just simplify and make a movie about a janitor who works in a time machine plant. And it's like... <laughs> the time machine factory? The time machine factory. And he's like, hey, you clean out that time machine. <laughs> Just the act of mopping the inside of it uh, triggers it. Beep. Oh, no. Well, do you, well, I would think okay. with this setup, though, he would go back in time and try to fix his relationship. Like, well, so, oh, now we, we won't mess up. Like, I'll do. And well, that, to me, feels like a good movie. No, no, no. For, so here's what happens. The same thing is that he impregnates all these people to have friends. Now that, gonna, when that, you said it like that, that sounds crazy. Like he sounds like a psychopath. Yeah, he's, well, like, he he's like, I need friends, so let me go back in time and have children with a bunch of women. And then in the future, is, they're all they'll they'll all be my friends. That was your guy's plot. That's my plot. That and I want to make plot. this movie so badly. He's I want to make this movie. Is, this right so, so, so the last twist of it is that he comes back and he realizes that his ex-wife who he now rekindles with, was one of the children that he had with her mom. Yeah, for a good, like a feel-good studio And movie. they can't have kids because there's genetic issues there. There's problems And then there. he just had sex with his child. He's had sex with his child. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, there's a lot of moral ambiguity here. I don't want to... having No, there's no ambiguity there. No, that's and wrong. Then, that's, and then a time raptor. I want to avoid... But I want to... Absorbs into modern day the, the re- and shoots him with his laser. Sucks his brains off. out. The reason I want to avoid that you have disturbed the time continuum. I think it's a good twist, but I think I want to avoid comparisons to Back to the Future, where <laughs> which is what you have of like going back in time and his mom has the hots for him. Uh, I feel like that's that, not what happens in this film. No, I know he has sex with this child, which is different. <laughs> this is going um, going back in time, making a child, and then going forward uh, forward in time, having sex and with them as an having adult. sex with this child. As an adult, but unknowingly. Uh, yeah, but I still feel like uh, time travel incest is owned by Back to the Future. Um, I, I Maybe as a comedic topic, but I feel like... Okay, okay, then I here's wanna... what happens. A brother and a sister time travel together into the past, 
have sex there, time travel forward. <laughs> Just change it because it's wrong to do it in the present. I want so to go back to a time where they go, and they go. They go. God, I wish we didn't do this. I wish we could put this in the past. Ding idea. Let's literally put it in the past. <laughs> Let's have sex in the past. Um, I can't. We just keep a simple. My original pitch when I heard Matt repeat it, I think that's a winner of a movie. Like, I don't have any friends. <laughs> don't hang out with me. I just don't have anybody in common with. It's like, well, you know, uh, if you want someone like you, why don't you have kids? Oh, I don't like kids. I don't want to raise kids. I'd be a bad dad. I got an idea. <laughs> he builds a time machine. Goes back. I'm going to go back in time. I got a plan. I'm going to go back in time. I've got an I'm going to impregnate a whole bunch of women, come back to the present, and then be friends with all of us. <laughs> they'll be my age. I'm and they'll f- absolutely want to be friends with me. Look, I'm 40. I'm 40 years old, and it's, and it's 2014, all right? So I'm going to go back to 1974. <laughs> and, and oh, 1973, and I'm going to impregnate a bunch of women, so that then, when I come back to 2014, they'll all be my age, and we'll go to the high school reunion. If I do it in a small town, <laughs> then I'll go to the high school reunion. And I'll just be one of the gang. Oh, so, this, what's what's his arc other than just being a morally corrupt? Also, person? he's sadly dooming all these children to a life without their father. I think we'll learn that over the course of life, but I think part of it's going to be like I'm going to my high school reunion. Like the the that's our third act. That's where I also like the idea that like uh, it doesn't strike anyone as a problem that this like socially bizarre corrupt guy (laughs) could just go back and impregnate a bunch of women at once in a year. Yeah, like that he would just be able to be he's socially adept enough to be able to. Presumably, like, have consensual sex with a, a lot of women in a short period of time. Well, because without a condom. To have consensual, no, it's the unprotected 70s. sex. It's the 70s. Okay, so you're right. it's okay. during a period where free love and swinging were on the rise. Right. And the free love gets, of the 1970s. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He brings AIDS back to the modern era. Uh, <laughs> you want to go to places that are... That are you want to make uh, it very dark. Uh, what I, I think this plot is essentially dark. He, at its core. He uses, it is as it's, at its core, he uses his knowledge of, like, uh, of what happens in the future. So he'll, he'll take her to, like, Star Wars and be like, oh, man. Now, what came out in 74? Didn't Empire Strike, what, was that 79 or 80? Uh, Star Wars was 77. Star, Star Wars 77, okay. Okay, um, here's what he does. He goes back, he gets a sports almanac. God. You want to make this a Back to the Future? Godfather was Godfather seventy four. Uh, might have been. So like, he'll, uh, yeah, like maybe he has one move. Like he takes all these women to see the Godfather, <laughs> the Godfather. but then he says like, I bet he shoots them in the eye, and they're like, but so that just Im- feels like you saw the movie, <laughs> no, no. especially because, yeah, saw it. especially because it's not like. Like, is he time traveling back every time for a new woman? He would yeah. have, so to, go, he would so have to go to the premiere. He goes to the premiere. So then that means that at the premiere, he's there, like, there's a hundred of him there. <laughs> the audience is just him. Yeah, he just... just the audience is just him in different clothes and different women. Yeah. And then all of him high-five before like what they year go did, back to What year did Chinatown come out? Because that's one where he could be like, she, she's his sister and his daughter. 
Uh, <laughs> Again, that's still just, you saw this already. No, but if it's or always on like, opening night, it's always it's, on the and a time before that, he's like, I guess I'm just going to tell him what happens in a movie. <laughs> and she's like, yes, please. That's a very attractive skill for women. Yes, please. Women love men who can yeah. tell what's going like, to happen in a movie. Like the first time that they he sees the John Houston character in that movie, he says, I don't like that guy. I'm a good judge of character. <laughs> and he goes, eh, you know, it's only Chinatown. And then right before. Oh, yeah, he goes, ah, forget it. It's Chinatown. Right. Yeah, he should just forget it. It's Chinatown. <laughs> How did you know that? I don't know. Maybe I guess I just have a good sense of... of uh... Do you want to go back to my place? <laughs> do you want to go back <laughs> to my... Do you want to get in my car? Do you, do you want to go back to my place? There's some people leaving it soon. Also, that'd be another problem. Is that he'd he run couldn't out of have a place? Yeah, no, every it's just like basically there'd be a, a at one point JD you'll like this because it's ambitious. At one point, once we've seen the Groundhog Day esque version of like him doing things over and over again, different disguises, different there'd be like a, an ambitious traveling shot that would go throughout the town where all over town there's various like. <laughs> He's doing it at the same time, at right? Because he time. would want the babies to be of the exact same age. So yeah. then at the hospital, yeah. there's just an influx of like a hundred women with no fathers in the picture and all the same DNA. Do you think and in the small town they figured out like, well, who did who, who did you have sex with? And it's a like, man with a big mustache, a time traveling man. <laughs> no, they don't know it's time travel. But they would have like a, a cowboy. time traveled here. A pirate. Like all of the different. A pirate in 1974. Um, yeah. um, it was a pirate. Uh, yeah, he just plays At all the different. the premiere of Chinatown, he's like he Dana, came dressed as he's, a pirate. He's like Dana Carvey's master of disguise. Yeah, there's, a, there's an establishment shot of the audience of Chinatown. That's the first shot. It's a bunch of We're like immediately. I'm a me, honestly, if the first shot of the movie was the premiere of Chinatown. <laughs> And it's a bunch of guys who look very similar but in different outfits. One's a pirate. All kind of trying to make their move. All, all getting handsy with the girl uh, next to them. Well, one's, like the a, one's like so a tin man. He, <laughs> he befriends, he does at the high school reunion, in because a lot of the movies take it up with the seduction plots, which are complicated. But another part of the movie is the present day 2014 high school reunion where he's becoming friends with all of his offspring. <laughs> And realizing they get along. But there is a point where he realizes, like, I wish I'd been there. Like, I wish I'd been there mm-hmm. f- for them. Like, I missed out. I missed out on so much. And I feel like if I'd just been there. And there's a part where he panics and he, re- he decides he's going to go back and be a father to all these kids. And that he can't get his time machine to work. He's just used it too much. Because uh, he's used it on so many trips. And he can't figure out how to... I can't remember how I even made this. So wait, so I, it's guess, like a I guess another ending. question I have is... Yeah. How does this form of time travel work where... He can keep going back multiple times and exist in that reality. Then what happens to the ones that time travel forward? Do they just disappear or resorb into one person? <laughs> I think they resorb... To use the technical term, in a one <laughs> they <person>. definitely <laughs> resorb. You know like, wait, I mean? wait, 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 wait. You know what okay. I mean? It's like they're all going to time travel forward at the exact same moment. So as he's walking down the street, like, and he's like, gets sucked into a time machine. I don't machine. think he feels. I think well, it just happens. I think it's like, um, like. Well, I think on film you would show it. He'd be like, yeah, on, tra- on time. Tra- shake a little. <laughs> okay, like 2014 guy. He travels back the first time, seduces a woman, gets her pregnant, then gets back in the time machine. To go forward and then goes back again. Now there's two of him back in mm-hmm. 
1974. But that first one still gets in the time machine to go back. Like yes. that, as long as he doesn't interfere with that arc. Yeah. Ooh, there could be a thing where he's like, uh, there's so many versions of him, it's hard not to run into him. Or maybe he runs into another version of himself and he's like, uh, oh, you're going to do that as like a date idea. And maybe they like double team a girl. Date. Or maybe he's, he kind of does it. That's a pointless. Also, what would she think? There was like twins? That she was having sex with identical twins? No, one would be dressed as a gorilla in a gorilla yeah. costume. <laughs> yeah. Um, At some Halloween party. And one would have a Zorro mask on. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it could be that some of the disguises are so good that he doesn't genuinely, he's like, oh, oh. I just met a gorilla. Well, maybe that's the thing, is he realizes... He makes a lot of friends in 1974, but he turns out that's also you oh in different God. costumes. Wait. And he realizes like the true love he, he finds is is happiness and being alone is with yourself. Like, oh no, no. What happens is he goes back to his high school reunion, and all those kids they want nothing to do with him. They still are like, oh, you're weird. And he's like, oh, this didn't work. And then he goes, he's like, I wish it was like my friends that I made in 1974. Yeah, those guys were so cool. But then he, and then he realizes he, he can't go back in the time machine yeah, anymore. He can't. He realizes, oh my God, that was me each time. And he was really friends with himself. It's really a journey of self-discovery okay. and accusation. And he can't go back, but he realizes to be happy with himself now in the present. So he moves forward. We have a nice arc. I think we just nailed that movie. Yeah. And there's a psychopathic nerd girl who's always trying to get on his bones in high school. He'll never have any of it. Twist is, she's traveled back in time as many times as he has, wearing different costumes. And he's boned the nerd girl every time. Oh, no. <laughs> What's the title of this movie, J.D.? Uh, this movie is called um, a working title. The uh, studio will obviously have a say in this. Uh, <laughs> uh, the beat goes on. <laughs> um, no, I feel like shouldn't we use time? Time or... travel pregnancy movie. That's too close to Hot Tub Time Machine. People will think it's a spoof. It's not. Oh yeah, it's not. Uh, um. Um, my, uh, I don't know, oh, my best friends, uh, my best friends are my kids <laughs> <laughs> who I've had in 1974, um, the current year is 2014, I've time traveled. No, it's called One of a Time. One of a Time. One of a Time. One of a Time. That's pretty good. Um, and we have uh, Tangerine Dream will do the, all the score. <laughs> the music. I hope that Episode 2 listeners will pick up on that. Uh, JD, I hope that at some point you Travel do... Travel in time, for goodness sake. Travel in time. Uh... You've been getting a lot of Twitter questions, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, we haven't listed any of them. We haven't responded to them. Let's see. I, you know, when we've been explaining, you know, people that don't know the podcast, a lot of the question is like, oh, does anyone listen? Does anyone want? Like, and it's, yeah, we've got a, we got a pretty good, uh, we've got a pretty good 12 hour. really great active audience. Yeah. Oh, man, we do get, we did get a lot of. Yeah. Jesus, we got to get into some of these. Do you want to throw them out? What yeah. do you want to do? Okay, yeah, let's get into them. Your opinions on whether the JFK assassination was a government conspiracy? No. 
Why not? Uh, why was it not? Yeah. Why would the government want to kill JFK? Uh, because he was too sexy. He'd had a, a bang party in the White House. So they didn't like the idea that he had a bang party in the White House, so they, they thought the easiest option was to murder also, him. Also, the fact that Connor is lounging on his back with his feet up on my couch. As he says in this slow voice, he had a bang party in the White House. Uh, uh, I, I do not think it was a government conspiracy, but I do think they're covering up aspects of it. Uh, sure. I feel like that is pretty plausible. And that they used it as a chance to make some moves on some political stuff. Yeah, I think it's much more likely that it was, uh, like this happened as like, oh, this is, we, this is sort of fortuitous for some uh, things. In the same way that I don't think 9-11 is a conspiracy theory, but I do think it was fortuitous for the Bush administration to be like, great, yeah. now we can uh, kind of uh, justify this sort of like Sort of like, this is bad, but we can use this. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, p- potential plot lines for the upcoming Star Wars movie. Well, I had made up some... Oh, for the new ones? Yeah. Um, I uh, think that Sindel will be older now. Her and the rest of the Ewoks will run for senatorial positions. I think it would be definitely a, a, a political heavy movie. Gen- Senator Jar Jar, Jar Binks. The, prequel, the prequels that <clears throat> the politics stuff really played well. So I think a lot of it will be spent in the Galactic Senate, the reformed Galactic Senate. Run by a now elderly Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. He'll be an elder statesman. Misa. Uh, it'll be like, well, because House ja. of Cards is really big, so this will be like a House of Cards. Ooh. What if they have Star a callback? Jar Jar Binks is now... Old Binks. Old Binks. But that will be his official name, I think. Old but he's, he's considered this like sort of a legendary... Senator? Senator. Yeah. To the point that... It'll be like the Ted Kennedy of To the point that he is, he is sort of on like a semi-permanent leave. Where he's not around the set, you know, he's not around often. Yeah, Misa, Misa not around so much. Well, now it's like Misa, a little raspy. Misa, Misa, Misa not around so much. A little slower. A little slower. Misa, Misa not around so much. More tired. He's tired. Misa, Misa, Misa not around. Murray, Murray, God. I think that's exactly. absolutely it. And I think you could get a lot of jokes and out of him being old. You know what I mean? And he'd be out of breath. You're and, so weirdy. And he lives You're in. So he lives on the outskirts of Gungan City, like in this sort of like Dagobah-like underwater area. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, like there's a young, up-and-coming Skywalker who wants to be a senator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he has to go and find Jar Jar, and he has this last interaction with Jar Jar, a la Yoda's last interactions in Jedi. Mm-hmm. And Jar Jar disappears like Yoda did. Yeah. It was Misa. Mesa. 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 Tired. Yeah. And then he disappears. Um, I mean, what do we want to see? What do we want to see Han and Luke and Leia do? That's the big question. Also, right? I have something that I want to do on the George Lucas talk show. Okay. Uh, I have with me in New York, and I'm very good at it, um, the LucasArts uh, game adaptation of Return of the Jedi, Super Return of the Jedi for Game Gear. Uh-huh. You're very good at that. I'm very good at that. How yeah. good? And I would, I would like to, I would like to come and play it, play it on the show. On the show? Yeah. How good are you at it? 
pretty good. I can beat it. One go. <laughs> How long does it take? Uh, to beat it. Like half an hour, 40 minutes. Is that the th a thing that we could just have you do it on the screen? And well, it's like a Game Gear, so it's a handheld device. Okay, so no one will be able to see you play it. But I think, I think, because I have the... Can I, you hook it up, plug in an AV cord and plug it up? There probably is a way to do that. I'm Figure sure there's a way, but I bet it'd be difficult because I don't think a Game Gear was designed for... Yeah. But... Yeah. It's not going to... It doesn't have like an HDMI. I would, love to, I would love to hear George Lucas' explanations of how he chose to uh, adapt a game to a video game. Mm -hmm. It's a great game. All right, next question. Okay. Wait, but what do we want Han and Luke and Leia to do? I think I just like stay the... in the ship. They'll just stay in the ship and they'll sort of comment. We'll cut to them for, like, comments on what's going on. Like the adventures of the, the young political Skywalker. They'll sort of just stay inside a ship. That way they can get all, all of uh, Mark Hamill, uh, Carrie uh, Fisher, Harrison Ford. Their scenes just done in a day. On a ship? Yeah, they can just be on a ship. They're stuck in a ship. No, 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 that's it. It's like, instead of like stuck in an elevator, stuck in a, like the sitcom. It's plot. a bottle, bottle episode. Yeah. They'll, well, they'll, they're stuck. They're like the, they're stuck. The, the door won't open. That's good. Okay. Next one. How many people do you think will hear the answer to this question? Your best estimate from Adam Conover. That guy's, I feel like he's got a lot of, a lot of uh, a cynical approach to a lot of the, a lot of his, his comments. He's an admirer. <laughs> Okay. But no, uh, he refers to a lot of my comedy things as like he's impressed, but he feels like he thinks I deliberately do things that are so massive that it limits the number of people who could possibly experience them. Sure. Like, like Adam always comments on the fact that the bits that I do take years to fully like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll say 100. Well, we've had our numbers have been strange. What, what are our numbers? I, I don't, don't know. know them. I'll look up our numbers for episode two. Because um, we had uh, an insane amount of uh, downloads for episode one. Yeah. M far more than I anticipated or believe. Yeah. But we definitely have several hundred dedicated listeners. All right. Uh, Answer yeah. Adam on the thing and say we have had we've had we have several hundred dedicated listeners. Uh, you want me to do it? Yeah. Um, okay. Food trends you just don't get from Bobby Brachia. The other ones are from Lex Noling and Ryan Dell, and this one's from Bobby Brachia. Food trends I just don't get. What is uh, a food trend? Liquid, I mean, like liquid diets. Liquid. Oh, you know what bothers me? What? The paleo diet. That is such a Is that like the caveman diet? Yes. Is that the same thing? Yes. Or? Because the whole thing yeah, is that's like... That's silly. Because like, like, well, oh, you know, cavemen put in their bodies. It's like, well, medicine happened. Right. So and it's also, like cavemen wouldn't go to doctors. Right. And ever. also it's like, yeah, cavemen lived until they were like 20 and yeah, then died. They died very quickly. Like, why Why do you think that that is somehow... Like, they've got this... I feel why like is they, that better? Yeah. I think there's this idea of like, like you know... uh, uh Bam Bam Flintstone that somehow like cavemen are these like superhuman strong yeah, no. it's like no. there were weak cavemen they died very early yeah because they couldn't survive yeah that's crazy uh, juice cleanses I think those are really bad for you right is it a food trend I think those are are they bad for you yeah because you shouldn't eat like that yeah 
I agree. That's what it's like. Your body was not meant to eat like this. Not like, oh, let's only eat stuff that cavemen would eat. Like raw, or not raw, but like red meat. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's like it's okay to, it's okay to have oatmeal. Um, what's a food trend I don't get? Um, uh, I guess... hard for me to comment on food things because I feel like my own food interests are so eater, yeah. Yeah. outside the norm that it's like I, go, I don't get any of them. You know what I mean? You don't like, get like... Yeah, like... Fruit. It's like <laughs> Asian restaurants or something. It's just like... Uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not something that... You don't get my, Asian restaurants. Like, my opinion is the weird opinion. Mm-hmm. Just like... I don't uh, get Asian Thai fusion. Thai food. You know, totally. It's just like, nope, most people really love it. What is Asian fusion exactly? I, I don't... It feels more like music than food to me when I hear that. I know it's a it's a blend of a lot of different Asian cuisines, but I don't understand... Yeah, I don't I, know I enough about it. I maybe just don't know enough about it. I've never been to an Asian fusion place. Yeah. But I feel like that's like a go-to specific I'll use, is um, Asian fusion. What are those stats, JD? Throw those stats at us. Um... Connor is on the verge of falling asleep in the middle of this podcast. Well, I've said this might be the first one that has a dedicated nap time in it, but I don't think it's going to happen because these questions are invigorating us. We've got to get through all these questions. We yeah, do. there's a lot of them. Uh, episode 2 got 1,500 downloads. Wow. Okay, so it's fair to say That's a lot. several hundred. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. That doesn't mean listens. No, or like they that. just downloaded it. Yeah. So I'll say I think it's fair to say that several I think hundred. it's even fair to say 500. Yeah, I think it's probably about five hundred. Wow. I don't. I, I don't think people listen to the whole episode. Not, I don't think everyone does. No, I think we. Have, I think when you have a twelve-hour podcast, you have to assume that maybe ten percent will finish it. Right. But I don't know. That, you, that would bring us to that would be one hundred and fifty people. Yeah, I feel like that's that would be like we'd sell out. Uh, we'd sell out UCB East with people who listen yeah. to the whole thing. Yeah. I would say that's maybe it might even be a conservative low number, but I would say for anything, I think you can assume. Ten percent, and we've had, um, in terms of feed hits, that's people that are uh, accessing this. Uh, the amount of times that the feed is fetched, uh, that's at uh, fifteen thousand. It's wow. interesting. We only have a hundred. We, we only have one hundred and eighty-seven Twitter followers. Yeah, but I think that's the amount of people that listen to it, like all the way through. Hardcore, hardcore. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, I love a bunch of podcasts. Like I'm like a diehard fan, them, and I yeah. don't follow yeah, why, them on Twitter. You don't need to. Like I just started listening to a great podcast, my brother, my brother, and me. I've heard good things about that. Oh my god, they're so fun. I mean, it's just three brothers talking about mm-hmm. stuff, but they're just very funny. Next question. Okay, sorry. From Sar, we know your feelings on a Muppet Family Christmas. Mm-hmm. What about Farscape or other semi-obscure Henson productions? I know nothing about this, so I'll have to defer to you. Um, not semi-full Henson, but I love Storyteller. That's Yeah, full Henson. Storyteller's great. Semi-Henson. I don't like Puppet Up. Let's Puppet Up. That was a live show they did. It was all Henson people, but it was not the same. That's supposed to be a Costello joke? Yeah, maybe. Oh. Off of Puppet Up? Puppet Up. Puppet Up. Well, it was, it was a live improvised puppet comedy show uh-huh. that they did. 
Um, wasn't that's an answer my question. That sounds like a Costello joke. It might. I don't know. Um, I, I will like something like. I never watched the show Dinosaurs. Yeah, I like that was dinosaurs. A, that was a standard sitcom. Yeah, it's fine. I like it's very sad ending and had a very bleak ending. Oh yes. yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, where the Ice Age happens and they all realize, well, we're gonna die. This is it, yeah. and then they just die. Yeah, pretty um, heavy stuff. For I mean, ABC. Is Henson involved in the Into the Woods movie that's happening? I have no idea. I mean, for a long time, there were always rumors that... Well, also, the Henson Creature Shop is sort of now a different entity than Henson. Yeah. Company. Um, favorite and least favorite TV dad of all time, and why? Um, favorite TV dad of all time... I mean, it's hard to say. Where Are we judging them by what kind of a father they were? No, your favorite. Your favorite, favorite character. What's like your favorite? I think you'd have to put a Homer Simpson up there as a very classic. Yep, I would agree with that. Oh, I can give you your Simpsons back also. Oh, did you enjoy any of it? I, I watched. I watched every episode and then watched every episode with commentary. Commentary is right. fun. Yeah. Um, um. TV dads, other TV dads that I like. I mean, there's uh, George Bluth and Michael mm-hmm. Bluth and Joe Bluth are all dads. Mm-hmm. Um. Light Arrested Development spoilers. You know, I really like the dad from Wonder Years. Yeah, yeah, that's a cla- he's a classic dad. Like to me, if if someone's like define what you think a dad should be like, yeah, I think he hits. Um, the dad on Veronica Mars uh, okay. was my favorite thing about that show. Um, Archie Bunker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, classic TV dad. I really like uh, Daria, the dad on Daria. I thought it was sure. a funny character. They get a funny um, voice. Uh, Ken Olin on 30-something. Great TV dad. Did you ever end up watching those clips I sent you? I haven't watched them yet, but I have them bookmarked. Okay. Uh, um, I'll say Bob on Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, hey, did you watch last night's Bob's Burgers? I did not yet, no. It is maybe my favorite episode. Wow. Um, I did just watch the... What's, uh, what, what, is, what is the title or what's the... Uh, it has it? to do with... It, it's a parody of uh, bronies, basically. Okay. There are these... Um, uh, it, there's a, a version of... It's like mixing... Um, uh, uh, it's the Equestronauts. <laughs> and they're basically like My Little Ponies that are also Transformers. Okay. <laughs> and Tina... Goes to a, what she thinks is a convention for uh, Equestronaut right. fans, and it's all middle-aged men ah. dressed up as the. That's so. Funny. But then she like, but I don't want to give away the plot because it's. But it is. It does all the things that I like. Like it uses all the characters really well. It uses Bob in particular. It's a strong Bob episode. Um, I mean that show is so, it's so good. good. I just watched recently the. The Wine Train episode. Yeah. I was so I think this season has been so strong. Yeah. And that Wine Train episode I thought was so funny and so well done. Is this season four? Yes. Yeah. I've just been watching season three on Netflix. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I really like season one a lot. Yeah, me yeah. too. Season two. Yeah, I just think it's a I great like show. All the, I like the whole show. I, just I think, would say this season in particular has had some really strong moments. I think it's I returning think really to like. the type of animation where the family all loves each other. And I like, think that's so refreshing. And uh, I think it's so funny that the dad is the straight man and everyone else is kind I was of just wacky. telling Connor, too, and I'm sure we're, we're super late to this train because I have an animation that was always telling me to watch it. And I, I only, when I was in L.A., it was like on the TV while I was writing. And just like, I wasn't paying attention, but a scene happened and I like 
plants at it and like laughed out loud is a really great moment. Um, I did watch show, that. I watched that clip. That was very funny. Is this show Rick and Morty? I hear things about that. Yeah, I have not. Let's uh, see if I can. I just sent the clip to Connor of the scene that like hooked me into it because I was like very much. Uh, oh, here it is. Here, Matt, you can watch this right now. Okay. Wait, come over here. All right. Oh yeah. You're wildly loved. I can. Because we're talking about great TV family relationships. Um, I <coughs> guess the show is about an uncle who's like an alcoholic super scientist. Yeah. And a family of real people. Christopher Lloyd type. Hey Rick, I have to make a project for the science fair this weekend. You think you could help me out? Whatever. Well, I mean, traditionally, science fairs are a father-son thing. Well, scientifically, traditions are an idiot thing. Morty, I think it would be fun for you to work on a science project with your dad. (laughs) Yeah, Dad, why don't we do it together? Yes. You backed the right horse on this one, son. We'll get out the crayons, brew some coffee, and knock this thing out in two or three days. What is my purpose? Pass the butter. Thank you. Dad, I need a ride to work. Maybe Rick can give you a ride. I'm helping Morty with science. I'm busy. Doing what? Uh, anything else? What is my purpose? You pass butter. Oh my god. Yeah, welcome to the club, pal. <laughs> I just love that moment That's so funny. much. Yeah. Where the robot has <laughs> like, what is my purpose? And it's like, you pass butter. And the robot has a moment, looks down at his hands, and is like, this is it. This is my entire life. It's just this. Yeah. And just him going, yeah, welcome to the club. And he's like this alcoholic guy. So it's like this very, like, yeah. I don't know. I just love that. That's funny. Yeah, it's, I need to watch more of that Worst show. TV dance? Um, um, Peter Griffin. I sure. think I think he's a funny character, but, like, I, I hate the elements of that show where he's just, like, the bad family. Mm-hmm. Where he's, like, a bad dad. Like Late like, Simpsons too, where Homer is yeah. just a jerk. There's no love. Uh, other, I feel like The Simpsons always cycles back towards it. Like, uh, they always cycle back towards finding some stuff. It's just hard at this point, sure, for the show to. Even when they have a good episode, it's reminiscent of another yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Watch your lab, you. Oh, am I too? Sorry, I can't slap oh. a show that's been on the air for yeah twenty five years. Reginald Bell Johnson. Family Matters? Family Matters. Was it a good dad or a bad dad? Great dad. Thought he was a great dad. Um, what, I, I'm curious on what defines a bad TV dad to you. Is it like, this is not funny? Or this is to me, not this dramatic? Is, or is this a bad dad? Well, to me, well, the thing that I don't like about TV dads is when they're not good parents. They don't feel realistic. They don't feel realistic. or like Well, because... For it to be a good TV dad, I don't really care. It doesn't have to be a great dad. It just has to be like a character that I can care for. Yeah. Whereas the things that I don't like in TV dads when it's like some snarky, like, like but, like Al Bundy. Yeah, but at least there was some modicum of love. Like more like a Two and a Half Men dad. Or something yeah. It's like sure. It's like, do you love this child? Like, do you even love? Well, that show a lot of is like, does anybody love anything here? Yeah. Uh. I think, yeah, with Married with Children, I felt like they were mean to each other and sniped at each other. But at least it was like, well, that's us as a unit. I felt like there was like 
We stick together. We're slobs. I was never super comfortable with that show, though. I never watched it. Maybe I remember that was a show that really enticed me as a kid because my dad watched it, and I was just like, and my mom was like, "Don't watch, don't watch this. This isn't for you." And that made me really want to watch it. And it was this forbidden, like adult thing. Okay. Uh, Someone else, Cliff Henning, also wanted to ask about our opinions of non-Muppet Henson Productions. Fine. I, I, I have Labyrinth is one of my favorite movies of all time. You can see I, I own a copy of Labyrinth on every possible media. Mm-hmm. I can probably that's we're talking about this. I think we were talking about this podcast. Are there movies that you can probably recite? Front We've to back? talked about that in person, and yeah. I would say no. I think the closest to me would be like Connor. A, you can't go to sleep now. I can't recite a movie. It seems so hard. But the closest might be Back to the Future, which right. I've seen a lot. Yeah, but, Connor. Yeah. You'll know when I uh, am asleep, it's because I will stop responding to when you talk. Right, but you're not answering the question. Still, that. I said I can't recite a movie. There's no movie I can recite from memory. Yeah. Um, Connor's now. He's not having any of these questions. Connor has his hand on his forehead like a. a, Ay Dios mia, like a woman from like Like a. a, Like this is. Your couch is his fainting couch. It it does look like a fainting couch. He's doing it to block the light of the lamp from being in his eyes so that he can more easily go to sleep on my couch right now. Um, What's the next question? You have not that much time left. 45 minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, Make up a word and explain what it means, asks, is that your kid? That's not a question, that's a demand. Yeah. But I'll. I'll, Are we taking demands? I'll oblige. Are you taking demands? That is a good question. We'll take demands. I'll take demands. Um, How about this? Yeah. Let's each pass a word to the person next to us. Okay. Okay. Uh, Which which direction are we going? I'll go to you, Matt. Right. You get... um, Dorfant. Dorfant. That's a a, a young... Like a baby... Like a younger than two years old, a baby that is uh, abandoned on a... <laughs> like a uh, like a doorstep, like okay. where oh, someone pretty rang good. the door. That's pretty yeah. good. Just abandoned the baby. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Connor, you get uh, Morgal. Morgal? Yes. Uh, um, Morgal. Um, can you say that sentence? <laughs> um, no, because well, you no, need to define Morgal. it. Morgal. Morgal. What do I think that is? Morgal is. Uh, <laughs> Connor, you're. What? Yeah. This Matt, is think, taxing his brain. Yeah, and I think Matt's also laughing because you're using Matt Cohen techniques for when you really want to go to sleep, but you're trying to stay awake and act like you're totally here. Uh-huh. This is classic me on the train. You being like, huh, Morda, huh, what do I think that means? Huh, I know what's going on here. My brain's working on this, but really you're just like, must sleep, need to sleep. <laughs> I think you need to sit up. I think no. I, <laughs> oh, I, no, I I've to... never seen you be more like petulant. <laughs> <laughs> I also do think... You need to sit up, or else you are going to go to sleep. No, I won't. Morgal. Uh, Morgal. No, I won't. Please, I'm in so much pain. No, I won't sit up. Connor, a 40-year-old man, is on my couch going, No, I'm going to stay laying down. No, I, please. This is the best I've felt all day, is just not having my legs in any pain. Okay. Uh, Morgal. <laughs> Connor's covering his eyes with his hand. Uh, Morgal is a kind of. Um, it's a. Uh, it's a. She- it's the sheen on a cow's uh, uh, fur. 
<laughs> or a cow's pelt. Use it in a sentence. Um, the the glisten the glistening Morgal uh, made the farmer proud. <laughs> oh, we right. lost Connor. Fair but, enough. Oh, and uh, your word, JD. <laughs> Wait, did I do a bad job? No. Morgal, you're just, great. Just the razor sharp <clears throat> stepfather's kind of ratliff. There's a little bit of a step short right here. Oh, God. Is this the part of the podcast where we criticize me? <laughs> All right. Oh, now he's turning into sad. Oh. Just give him a word. Your word is ganth. 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 G A N F. Oh, that's easy. That's. Um, oh, show off. Anything below the knee. When yeah. you when you when you bump it into a flat surface and it's just that shooting pain that didn't break anything but will definitely cause a bruise later. That's called a gamp. Mm. So you're like, oh god, on the way here I gamped my leg into the stupid that rock that they would put in the middle of the town for no reason. That you know those people pray around every Wednesday night. That stupid prayer rock that's there for no reason. That stupid prayer rock that's from there for no reason. Yeah, I gamped into that. Okay, Cliff Henning wants to know, a list of all of your email addresses, home addresses, social security numbers, credit card numbers, and mother's maiden names. Again, that's a demand. That's a demand. We're not going to take that demand. Yeah, no more demands. That, I'm, I'm calling it. We okay. did one demand, and then the second one was an escalation that's a provocative move. Okay. No dice. Here's a question. What's the deal with Matt's dating blog? Is it real or a bit? Sometimes it feels too silly or overdramatic to be real. It's a bit. But it's a... a, Am I right? What? Is it real or a bit? Yeah. I hate this question. Why? Because now, uh, if I definitively answer it, I feel like it takes away some of the magic. I'll say it's... You know why it doesn't? What? Because we we are 11 hours into a podcast. Everything that's said in this part of the podcast... Is only for the 150 people business. that we trust more sure. than anyone. I will say to call it a bit to me feels a little demeaning. I would say it's fiction that's inspired by real elements in my life, which sure. may be a pretentious way of saying it's oh my uh, God. a bit. But you'd never dated Ali. We have not, no. I like the idea that people think we did because of our show and this dating blog. Yeah. Uh, but I like that we have never specifically ever said that we did. We've never lied to people. Right. But I think people assume we What do you have. mean? That's all you've done is lied to people. I don't think I've ever lied to anybody. I think one time someone said something about how important the show was. Something like, this meant so much to me. I thought this was so like brave that you did this with like your ex-girlfriend. And I was like, yeah. Because like I didn't want to like right. hurt this person's... Or like... They seemed in a fragile emotional state. And sure. Boy. Well, I mean... Destroy them. I mean, basically, you just use some fancy words to say it's a really good bit. Sure. Okay, I'm skipping <laughs> Cliff Henning's next question. Please. Why? He's, well, because he's cashed... He's got, he's got five more after this also. And this is a poor question? Okay, or, fine. We're going to answer it. I don't want to answer it. Per- we're little persons as often employed as bellhops as portrayed in movies. No. No. Is that just a fact question? They want to don't know. know. Okay, from Juliet Timmerman. All right. Is uh, your uh, is your proudest achievement? Who we, uh, you didn't meet in uh, uh, Juliet was at uh, San Francisco Sketchfest. Okay. okay. She says, "Is your proudest achievement? What is your biggest fear? How do you feel about teacup pigs? What are teacup pigs? 
I don't know. Tiny pigs, I imagine. That's I imagine I tiny pigs that can fit in a teacup. I think that's adorable. Sure. Sounds pretty cute. Has anyone eaten a teacup pig? I mean, have I? Not without, not without my not, knowledge. Not, I mean, okay. maybe I had I might, some. I might have I've eaten pork. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I think we've covered biggest fears and proudest achievements. I, I don't think we, we haven't covered proudest achievements, but I feel like we're not in the mental state. I think we should chalk that up for four. We can chalk it up, but let's take a stab at it. Proudest achievement would be... Um, proudest achievement would be... Uh, What, did, what am I proud of? What am I proud of? What did I do? What did I do? Do you need time to go over your entire life? And... I'm going through it. I'm okay. doing a little I'll fast answer. forward. I'll yeah, answer before Matt, you. What's your I think maybe my novel. I think maybe the fact that I wrote a novel yeah. of my own, I think I was pretty proud of. It was the thing I always wanted to do uh, when I was a kid, and then I, I couldn't imagine. I always wanted to, but I couldn't imagine actually doing it. And then little by little, I think I actually did. I think the moment that I realized I was finished, it's like, oh, wow, I really did that. I wrote yeah. a novel and you can't take that away from me i think that's, I think that's a that was a cool moment that's something that you know a lot of people say they're going to do that but don't do yeah yeah so you i think i was it. really proud of that and i'm really proud of uh, ali and i our show that we wrote i'm really proud of that i'm really proud of the fact that someone tweeted about uh my dating blog the fact that they read it yeah i think is that makes me proud yeah, yeah that show we did but i think also the people who are fans of this podcast and of a long-term blog-based sure uh project called 540 days of dating That's where i am writing simple, yeah. 540 yeah things yeah herald night i'm proud of being on herald night i got on herald night yeah yeah for me it's interesting because i'm i am proud of i'm proud of the gethard show for mm-hmm. sure but i think it's also like i will do more things like you know i'll have more projects in that same vein hopefully as a part of my life but weirdly i think i am one of the things i'm most proud of is improv and ucb only because that is something that is very much not a part of my was not a part of my fiber of my being Mm -hmm. i don't think is something that i am inherently good at or something that i is normally within my comfort zone sure so the fact that then i did that did it through the went through the whole did a herald night all that stuff like to me as a thing i'm like i can't believe i did that like like that was something that i always sort of wanted to do but never thought i could and then did that and so like now to be able to be like a quote performer is such a fun interesting thing that i'm like yeah i wear that badge very proudly because it's like a badge that i feel like i can't believe i got this yeah i i'm similar in the way i never considered myself a performer or thought i could perform and was afraid to take improv classes or do any sort of performance because right. i felt like oh that's not me i can't do this yeah. And the fact that I've done it to a like a at least a competent level yeah. feels pretty amazing yeah. to me at least. Uh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean weirdly I mean it changes for me, I think. Like it's a hard thing to rank. But I will and this may just be because it's a little bit fresher in my mind than some other things. But I would actually maybe say I mean there's obviously like in a general sense there's just all of the U C B stuff. But if I just think of like one thing where I'm like, what I felt I had like accomplished versus what it was, it would it would actually maybe be doing the warm up stuff at the the Gether Show pilot, like in a weird way because I didn't have like any... a, a culmination effect. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, it was partly it because like showcased all the skills you had learned over the past. Yeah, and it was partly because I felt like um, 
Gethard and the Gethard show has been such an important thing to me and it's been such a has allowed me the opportunity to try so many things and what felt good about that day was like it definitely had things that like made me feel good but it also felt like I was serving a useful function for the day so it felt in some in a weird way this may sound weird but because it wasn't part of like the show itself but like served the show like, I mean, there definitely were aspects that were, like, serving my own sense of, like, performance ego. No, but we needed you be there to do that. Like, you were one of the most important roles. It felt like I've always kind of had, like, a part of my mind that, that like, there would be a part of me that would have, uh, the, the, the part of me that has any kind of, like, success ambitions, part of the fantasy of if I would ever have any kind of success would be being able to like, uh, do things to include or involve the people who would help me out along the way, who had done things for me to like pay that back. Right. Um, and in a small way, it felt a little bit like, Oh good. I'm getting to do something that's helping the show. That's meant so much to me yeah. on a day when it's like an important function. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that, I felt I felt of use that day in a way that I don't always feel. Like sometimes I'll just feel like, oh, I'm having fun, but I don't know how much I'm actually. Well, it felt like one of the first times where it was like, all right, the battle is now. Yeah. We've all been sharpening our swords and aiming our guns, but now, now here's the enemy, and we need we need everyone to perform right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like we need your we need your skills that you've created over this time. Yeah. To keep this thing alive. Yeah, because I mean, like there have also been times like. Likewise, like a couple of years ago, my mom had a really serious back surgery and I went home for a few weeks and was helping out. It was right in the period where she was just like in so much pain that she was, there were times when she was just like crying and having trouble getting back to sleep and stuff like that. So I would just like sit with her and there were, there were times when like that felt like, oh, like this is like me being there for my mom in a way that she's always been there for me where it felt like, Oh, I am of use. Right. You know? And I feel like stuff like that. Um, when I think about stuff like that, it makes me feel a little bit better about myself overall. So I feel like stuff like that would be something that I would in hindsight feel like proud of. That's good. That's yeah. great. If you could choose to be a race other than Caucasian, which would you choose and why cliff Henning? Um, that's a good question. The, uh, if I could choose to be another race, what would it be? Well, let's list them. What are the other, what are the options? What's on the table? I, I think I'd be black. Well, you, you're a regular Lou Reed. You did not hesitate. Huh. Lou Reed has that song. Have you ever heard that? I, I, no. I Want to Be Black by Lou Reed. I've not heard that. That's your theme song, man. I should, I should look that up. Play that song. Yeah, uh, I I, I a guy a guy I went to school with went to a Lou Reed, Lou Reed concert and yelled that out as a song request in between songs, but uh. it's an obscure song, so I think most of the people there didn't necessarily understand what was happening. Mm -hmm. If you just yell out, "I want to be black" in between, <laughs> in between songs, and there are people who maybe don't know anything but Lou Reed's hits. Okay, man. <laughs> uh, I think I was torn between the two. I was torn between black or uh, Korean. Korean. What? Why? Um. The, I. It's. I think that it's tough to explain why. I. I want to uh, avoid 
seeming racist or being because it's like a weird question, right? Yeah. I think honestly, I think. Well, the question is not why would I because it's like if you had to be in a, is it wait, what is it if you had to be or, or would you want to be if you had to choose to be a if race I had other to than choose okay yeah. um, I think I think so much what I love about uh, black people that I know and family is like I think like black families again not to generalize but it's like a I think there's a, it's a more of a, you're looking at me like I'm about to. But I'm taking well, the bullet. I'm answering this question. Well, when Matt kind of starts a phrase with black families. Yeah. But I've known, I think they're very close. It's like a close-knit. There's a closeness that I think is sure. there more in like black culture uh, from my limited knowledge of it sure. that I like. Um, Korean would be my second choice just because I, I think I've had a lot of Korean friends growing up. But I thought they were nice. I like them. feels like, sure. Why not? I've had enough of your hate speech, Mac. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What would I choose? What would I choose? Um, it's a hard. It's a hard question to think about because I. Uh, uh, what are your uh, so you, you could options? Be black. Well, you, could, you could be Korean. Korean. I could Japanese. be Vietnamese. Chinese, Vietnamese, Latina. You could be like a yeah, Dominican, Haitian, Puerto Rican. I think Cuban. I would want to be Indian. Uh-huh. Indian, the country India. Okay. Um, Native American wouldn't be bad. I mean, culturally, it would be bad because. Well, when? That's right. the question. Now, I think we have to now. say now. Right now. Um, and I think you're still living in America. Like I, you're I, still you. Your I whole life is I the same because except we've, for... We've, we've made their lives awful. I think Indian, I would, I would be Indian. Uh-huh. Or Chinese. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. like a uh, half black, half Chinese. Pakistani. Like Tiger Woods. That's an, that's an option. Pakistan. Yeah. You could be Eskimo. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? I don't know what the designations are anymore. I think that counts. Is that, is that an offensive term now? It might be an offensive term. I think term it's now. on the census. Is that right? Probably, but just don't Inuit. Call them Inuit. Is it Inuit? Is it the yeah. same thing? Yeah, I believe Inuit is. Well, I think Inuit is a tribe of Arctic. What about albino? No, that's no. that's a, that's a it's not considered a so race. So you could be sounds, any other ethnicity, like, Connor. You would choose to be Paler. even whiter, <laughs> or like you're being like, I'd want to be an albino black person. Like you're trying to find a loophole to get back <laughs> to white. I just want to know what my options are. Um, I'd want to be a, a, a light skinned black person. Yeah. Um, Scandinavian. Yeah. Um, I might go Russian, with, right? That's not a. That's like Brit- that's, a, that's right. a Caucasian Welsh okay. Welsh oh God <laughs> um, no I I think I would go with um, what was Attila the Hun yeah I'll go I'll go on with Conan I'll go black great um, glad to have you on the team but I maybe I'm just skewing towards uh, like because. My my, I'm tending to skew towards like what's American. Like I'm tending to skew toward like 
I was thinking like a Native American, although I always have a problem with that term, Native American. Why? Because it feels to me like, it feels like there were people already living here in this country when then other people came and uh, displaced them, displaced them, ruined everything, and displaced them, called it called it America, and then said, "Oh, we're going to call you Native Americans. Like you're the first Americans." Mm -hmm. And it feels like my feeling would be like, "No, I don't want to take the name of the people who." but they have. Yeah, but I would feel like it's weird. It would be like if, uh, let's say, your family's in your house, and then what's like a last name? Like the... Smiths? The Smiths. Well, that's like a band. I don't want to associate... I don't okay. Wanna, Hendersons. Like the Hendersons. And so the Hendersons come to your house, and they take it over, and they kill everyone except you. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, we feel terrible we kill everyone. We're going to call you the original Mr. Henderson. <laughs> You'd be like, no, Henderson's killed everyone I know and took over my land. But if my name was the original Mr. Henderson. You're the original Mr. Henderson. That's a cool name. And then but, you're, like, you're like, Harry, what do you have to say? And he goes, and he goes and eats a, I would be a big old, he eats a banana Mr. with the peel Henderson? on Yeah. Harry, That's cool. I don't think you'd think it was cool after well, not after murder. brutal murder, but that name. There's just something about like okay, everyone try that on for size. Uh, everyone on Twitter referred to at the Matthew Brian Cohen. No, it's just at the Matthew Cohen. At the Matthew Cohen, as the original Mr. Henderson. The original Mr. I Henderson. I will take that as a nickname. I will adopt. If you want to give me that nickname, Katie yeah. T O M H. Tom. Okay. Next. What's next one. Have you found at hour 30 that you exhausted all organic topics of conversation? Well, obviously, because we've been taking questions. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but I think we're just too tired to come up with... A, okay. What? Uh-oh. What? This is one for you. This is going to be heavy. It's going to be hard. Okay. What is Connor's day job? I work in a bookstore. That's the truth. <laughs> I think they want to know what bookstore, Connor. New York City bookstores. I work in a, a Why tr- are you hiding the name of it? Is it because you don't know. want people to show up? I don't really care about that, but it's just sort of like I feel like it's not appropriate for me to talk about my job in a in a social media setting. Okay. Um, I've probably signed something at some point that says like, like in terms of like the freedom to yeah. talk on the internet, I feel like it couldn't help me. There's no way it would help me. There's okay. no way that it would benefit me. So you me really to, want me to bleep out the previous I genuinely references. do. Okay. Because actually I know that there have been people who've gotten in trouble for like tweeting. Like then it's like you're representing the company. Like if you yeah, right. talk in public and I uh, want to be able to have the freedom to. Who if I got to go find those then? It won't be hard. It was when uh, yeah, I know Brandon Gardner was in it. Uh, what were the first concerts you went to? Um, uh, very The very first concert. May have been the Ninja Turtles out of our shells tour. If you're going to count that as a it's concert. the green machine going to rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a truck get down? Well, that's rocket to the new street sound. Secret go of the ninja, use. go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja. That was go. not done in concert. Okay. Uh, what kind of songs would they do? Uh, they had kind of original Ninja Turtle songs. You can find it on YouTube. A friend of mine uh, posted it. Huh. Uh, who I saw it with. I was like, you remember this? Basically, and it was like, oh wow, yeah, like. We're coming out of our shells. We're coming 
out of our shells. And then they take their shells off in these weird gooey <laughs> stuff. Like, no, but they did have, I look back at some of it, they had jean jackets. It really did feel like they were trying to be like Bruce Springsteen, like weird. a little, like channeling some Springsteen. Uh, it was really the, probably a terrible stage show, but I, I ate it up as a kid. Yeah. My first, I think, real concert concert that I went to um, was a perfect circle, which if you know that band is fronted by Tool frontman Maynard James Keenan. It was a side project. I went to that when I was in high school. Maynard James Keenan? Yeah. That name feels so like it was like, he, that feels like it was a vice president of the country. Uh, well, I believe Maynard was his middle name. I think he takes it as his. But doesn't it feel like he had name. like mutton chops and and was like Maynard is an uncommon name, sure. But also in Maynard in James Keenan sounds. Ninety two Maynard James Keenan signed the first act and slave all Chinese people. Um, I I can remember. I mean, I can remember what I wanted to be the first concert that I ever wanted went to, which was um, in 1984. The uh, which would have been the first tour after Michael Jackson's Thriller album came out. Right. The Jacksons came out with an album called ah. Victory, and the um, they did a Victory, a Victory tour. tour. <laughs> yeah, but it, and it was Michael Jackson, and I'm looking up some information. It was the first and only tour with all six Jackson brothers, um, and most of the people were coming to see Michael Jackson touring for Thriller. And there were songs from that and songs from Off the Wall. And the thing is, um, it was uh, it was so expensive. Like, the tickets were... I remember at the time being like, I didn't understand why we, I couldn't go. Like, all I wanted to do was... Right. And, and I had parents who were pretty good about, like, if there was stuff I wanted to do. Like, right. I, I didn't have a lot of... Exp- I did, it wasn't that I was spoiled, but I was like, they were good about, like, if there was something really cool. Because, oh, it was like, here's how it was. There was a way to generate additional revenue from ticket sales. Those wishing to attend would have to send a postal money order for $120, which this Wikipedia entry says that's 270 in modern dollars, along with a special form to a uh, uh, to a lottery to buy blocks of four tickets at thirty dollars a piece, ostensibly to curtail scalpers, and then if, when you rece- upon receipt the money was to be deposited into a sta- standard money market account earning seven percent annual interest. It would take six to eight weeks for the lottery to be held, and for the money to be refunded to the unsuccessful purchases. So they were making money off of. Wow. They were basically investing. So they were collect. They were collecting a down payment on tickets, investing it, yeah. and then giving them giving your original back. investment back and taking whatever investments they made. Yeah. Oof. Weird. Uh, and the thirty dollars ticket price was already higher than most touring acts charged at the time, which was compounded by the requirement to buy four. This put tickets out of reach of many of his fans, um, and. Why they sold like crazy. They sold like crazy. That's so strange. But I remember my dad showing me an editorial cartoon in the newspaper that was basically, it was, he was like showing it to me like, this is how bad the ticket price situation is, is that people are doing, car- drawing editorial cartoons about it in the paper. And I remember at the time, I would have been nine at this time, 
And I still remember that being in a really, like, that, the feeling that I had of like, why can't I go? Like, I'm obsessed with Michael Jackson. And I remember him showing me an editorial cartoon in the Kansas City Star. My dad being like, look, the tickets are really expensive. Look, they're even doing this. And I remember that being 100% successful at convincing me that I was like, oh, if they're doing editorial cartoons about it, I guess it's pretty bad. <laughs> and then your tune probably changed to like, God, why are they being idiots? Why are they so expensive? Yeah. I remember, I don't know, that seemed like that to me, that memory shows me like, oh, I was a weird kid. Yeah. What nine-year-old <laughs> is immediately persuaded by an editorial cartoon <laughs> in the newspaper. Also, I love, like, I love then that it's like your opinion of Nixon and like it was all just like you're so swayed by editorial yeah, cartoons. Yeah, I'm like, the deficit's huge. <laughs> it's drawn as, drawn as a big boulder that's about to crush everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, Probably had some thoughts on the Because I used to like, I used to like getting, uh, I used to get the books that would come out that would be like the best editorial cartoons of the year and I would read them. And now I can't imagine reading a book like that. But I remember the time being like, these are great. And because I was learning about, I was learning about what was going on when, through, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I loved, I still love manuals, but I really loved manuals. Any sort of manual to anything. Like video games, manuals, would read them. I would get strategy guys for games I didn't own because I just wanted to read about it more <laughs> than play it. But I specifically loved the For Dummies series of books, specifically on computers, so yeah. any sort of computer book. I would check them out from the library regularly. Yeah. I would get uh, DOS 6 for dummies. Uh, I, would get, uh, I would get like Windows 3.1 for dummies. I yeah. would get uh, like Internet Explorer 5 for dummies. These are books that I routinely read. The dummies, uh, the dummies books are great. I do genuinely, having worked in a bookstore this long, I am genuinely at the point, though, where I've realized that people do... I can't really recommend them to strangers because it's hard not... To, there's just too many people who are insulted by it because some of them are insulting. Like, if someone's like, I need a book on, like, molecular chemistry or organic chemistry or something... I don't feel bad saying, like, here's the organic chemistry for dummies. But when someone's like, I need a book on, like, Islam, then I'm like, uh, that's like an overview, that's all this stuff. That might be the book that would do it, but I'm like, here, try this one. People might find that insulting. Or, like, The Complete Idiot's Guide to the Beatles or something like that, where it's like, there's no reason... But they had to have been sort of successful, because there is the four dummies, The Complete Idiot's Guide. So they do work, and they're still printed. But, like, man, those four... I, I did have I did read a couple of Four Dummies or the Complete Idiot's Guide yeah. books, but I preferred in general the Four Dummies series. I thought yeah. they were a little bit more comprehensive. They had a really nice uh, like technical section, like yeah. those technical sidebars that I found really. Uh, but it's like nice when someone's looking for like American history and they want an overview, and you're like, "Well, this book actually would be pretty good if you yeah. just want an overview." But what I found is, unless it's something that is a super complicated topic. Yeah. Like, no yeah. one's insulted by organic chemistry for dummies. Right. Or even, but I would I'm, say, even computer. Like, if you were, like, yeah. in, in the time, or even now, it's like, uh, how do I, I got Windows like, 8, what do I do? It's here, like, well, how about Windows 8 for dummies? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Relationships for dummies, or something where it's like, Or what? menopause yeah. for dummies. That's a bad one. <laughs> That's a real one. I mean, Guys, yeah. we have a lot of questions left. Yeah? And now we're getting, there's a whole Facebook chain that people started on their own. Oh, no. Um, so, based on the Facebook chain, I have to... Wait, what was your wait, first wait. concert? Well, uh, uh, 
Yeah, what was your first concert? Uh, my my first concert with my dad took me to Neil Young and Crazy Horse. Oh, wow. That's your yeah. first concert. What was your and then, you going to say, Connor? Nothing. We got to run through these questions. Yeah, we can Okay, and then based on this Twitter chain, it feels like the things I have to do are um, I posted six hours into three, episode three of three, uh, 12 Hour Day down at Battery Park. Then someone said something that I'm not allowed to say because it was agreed upon that I won't say that, but I'll say the second one, which is Patrick Cotner posted. Please don't mention that comment. So I'm I'm mentioning that comment, and then Timmy Wood asks, uh, "What your first favorite improv team? Your first favorite improv team? Your second favorite Robert Altman movie? Your third favorite sitcom? Your fourth favorite rock band? Your fifth favorite side dish? Your sixth favorite mascot? And your seventh favorite heaven?" Great. So really, his question is seven questions. <laughs> yeah, it's seven questions. Okay, I'll try this. What are they? Okay, first, uh, first favorite improv team. Like got to be quick. My number one or the first one I, was ever my favorite? First favorite. First favorite improv the first team. One Whatever that, means. The first one that was my favorite uh, was uh, Death by Ruru, but uh, a close second would have been Robert Barron. Okay. For me, it was Bastion. Okay. For me, it was Ragnarok. Okay. Second favorite Robert Altman movie. Um, I got to refresh myself on... Robert Altman movies. Yeah. yeah. Get this correctly. I could be wrong about this, but I'm going to say... Can I see a list? Yeah, here. I'm going to go ahead and say shortcuts. I'm going to say... I can't... I mean... Okay, so I know my first. What's your first? That's not the question. I'm not going to answer that. uh, Whisper it to me. Okay, I got it. Uh, which means my second is... Here, I'm going to scroll I haven't seen any of these movies. Really? Yeah. Uh, which means my second is going to be... I like how Matt said that as if they didn't exist. <laughs> I never saw any of these movies. Uh, oh, God. I'll say Gosford Park. All right. Um... I don't know what would be my second. Maybe Shortcuts. Great. Or Kansas City. Great. Kansas City. Oh, I, if you're going to say Shortcuts, I'm going to replace mine. I'm going to say McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Okay, okay. great. Okay. Um, third favorite sitcom. Oh, they've got to be fast. Uh... Larry Sanders Show. That's third? Yep. Jesus. Wow. Oh, fuck. You're right. Oh, man. That's a good call. Um, the third one's still going to be great. The third one's still going to be great. Shit. Arrested Development. Oh, fuck you, man. Uh, yeah, mine's probably oh, Arrested okay. Development. Oh, man. You guys give it the bronze? Okay. Okay. Um, Simpsons would be... Fourth favorite rock band. Fourth favorite rock band. Uh... Yeah, the Beatles. The Beatles. Honestly, the Beatles. I yeah. just literally, wow. I did the exact same <laughs> I math. The same math. Like, I literally <laughs> did the math. That's so strange. And I bet we have all different one, two, and threes. Oh, of yeah. Wow. Oh man. Yeah. Yep. But we can all agree the Beatles. That's are so the fun. Greatest. It, band it of wasn't all time. like me agreeing with you. It was like in my head. I said it, and you guys said it, it was very strange. Yeah. Yeah. 
fifth favorite side dish? Beans. Peas. Mashed potatoes. Okay. Um, sixth favorite mascot? Oh, um... They don't mean like sports. They didn't he say sports. sports. He just means mascot oh, in fuck. general. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mascot. Well, if it's mascot in general, yeah, Philly fanatic. Double, not Benny the Bull. Double. There are two different mascots that had different reigns. For annoyed. Okay. Uh, seventh favorite heaven. Uh, heaven can wait. Uh, Warren Beatty Monkey Bone uh, heaven, and, the heaven and Monkey Bone uh, Oh no no uh, My seventh favorite heaven will be uh, The heaven from uh, Monty Python and the Meaning of Life Heaven yeah. from Monkey Bone you said? Yeah Stairway to Heaven Okay Okay um, A favorite show Alright the last thing Mark Levy Oh just whisper it Whisper it uh, yeah. Was that a demand? It was a demand. What was the thing that Patrick Connor wanted us to not say? I, I, I literally can't I say. can't say. Oh, can I look at it? Or yeah, is that you right? can look at it. We okay. just can't mention it. Oh, wait. I want to mention that comment. You can't. Why um, not? He's willing to sacrifice. Okay. It's just part of it. All right. Okay. Even though uh, that comment does tie into ties in to what Connor did today. Okay, we've got a bunch of Twitter questions left. A lot, yeah, a lot, and we've got like ten minutes left. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can go a little long, but not for your sake. Yeah. Describe the most memorable stranger you ran across this week. Oh, I had a very distinct. Oh, well, honestly. Yeah. My chat roulette kid. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, I will never forget him. This wasn't this week, but it was pretty close. It may have been two weeks ago, but there was a family. They were uh, getting on the N train at Astoria Boulevard, uh, and they were from uh, Denver, Colorado, and they were asking me, like, how does this go to Times Square? Like, how does this get there? And they were like, sorry, we're from Denver. We drive a lot. And they were, were like, it was a family. They had three or four young boys, like five, six, three, four, like in that three, four, five, six range. Yeah. Uh, and they were being a little rambunctious, and the mom was really sweet. And like, oh, sorry, we're from Denver. Right. How's that? Connor. I don't really, I can't really remember anything. We I'm had a, two good ones today. We had two good ones today? Two memorable strangers? Yeah. What were they? I mean, I obviously weren't that memorable. I can't remember. Oh, uh, taking pictures? Photo family. And Photo family. the guy getting off at World Trade Center. Oh, she's... She's got bad judgment, man. If she's gonna yeah, those fuck are pretty me. Good. Oh, I've seen more like have a direct interaction. Well, just stranger. Um, right. Connor, what is yours? You got mine. Was the guy who was lying down on the floor of the bookstore? Okay. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Okay. What headphones do you all use? These are I'm wearing Sennheiser HD 202s. Otherwise, I use for my personal use uh, Apple earbuds, not the in ear ones. Just I mean, they're in ear, but they're not the like ones that like burrow into your fucking skull. I love HD two hundred twos. They're maybe my favorite uh, headphones. They're great. Uh, but I use right now Audio uh, Technica. I forget 
the ex- is it ATH uh, thirty? I don't know. Fuck, I don't. I, I forget the exact. Okay, they're good. Yeah. I like them. I use uh, Panasonic uh, earbuds GB four hundred five seven Cs, and thirty. Uh, yeah, maybe it's eight. Maybe it's ATH thirty. Okay, and are any of us going to stay awake uh, to see the lunar eclipse? No. When's that? Don't know. I'm not. No. No. <laughs> um, best worst thing you've eaten. The best things I've eaten is South by Southwest. Last year, not this year, last year, there was a food truck. Um, and the name of the restaurant is Blue. Oh God damn! I forgot it again. Blue, blue, blue something. Blue Daniel. And it is blue a. Blue It's like an Asian like place, and they have this this one thing that I got a year ago that was chicken over rice with a fried egg and like this like coleslaw, the sweet sauce, and it all mixes together, and it is so 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 good. You talked oh my about, gosh! You talked about this blue year, basil. Right? Blue and so basil. this year, this year, the moment that I got to South by Southwest, you started looking for it. Yes, Emma Noble can tell you the moment I got there, I literally said, "We." I saw you walking. Around I, was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, she was like, "Should we go meet all of our friends?" And I was like, "No, okay. I need to go find this food truck first. It was there exactly where it was. I ordered what I got before, and it was just as good, and that will forever." still be my favorite meal that exists in the world great uh i'm torn between uh uh there was this restaurant uh a couple towns from my hometown called the village and it had this uh um grilled kind of tuna steak with wasabi on top of it uh and and like it was so good this wasabi tuna it was great i loved it it was a great meal it had stir fry uh vegetables uh served over bed of stir fried vegetables and white rice and it was really good and also my mom's chili my mom makes really good chili uh oh and uh love a good uh uh and uh uh bitter herbs sandwich Ooh. on passover passover food's real good that's good connor shakespeare's pizza um it's my favorite food start the worst chain the worst chain the worst thing I've ever eaten was a mouthful of Mrs. Dash. Yeah. Um, by far the worst thing I've ever eaten yeah. in my life. Uh, worst thing I've ever eaten in my life. Uh, oh, I think the first time I had sushi, I wasn't sure like what the wasabi was, so I just ate that. Oof. And it was one of the worst experiences. Yeah, when you're not expecting that. Uh, cool Ranch Doritos. I really like Cool Ranch Doritos. I hate them. That's okay. They're absolutely disgusting. That's fair. You uh, earlier were talking about Doritos in, t- in terms of Taco Bell. I think that's disgusting. Yeah. I think it's disgusting. Ugh. Mm. But I've never eaten any of that, so. Yeah, but you guys are on the same page, and I would never eat any kind of flavored chip like that. Okay. Okay. Godfather, Bottle Rocket, Empire Strikes Back. Fuck, Mary kill. I mean, uh. I would marry Bottle Rocket. I would f- fuck Empire Strikes Back, and I would kill the Godfather. I would fuck Bottle Rocket, marry Godfather, kill Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I would marry Empire Strikes Back. I would fuck Bottle Rocket, and I would kill the Godfather. There we go. Okay. Uh, what is your most embarrassing moment? Hashtag longtime viewer. It's from Naomi. Oh, that last one was Jeff Falzone. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Fuck, Mary kill was Jeff Falzone. Um. 
In those, in that context, though, I think kill is still a positive thing, right? I, I was imagining like enjoying killing it. Yeah, to me, that's why I chose the Godfather. Yeah. So I was like, this is respectful to the Godfather. Yeah. The most embarrassing moment. It's hard to think of one. Oh, I've got one. Uh, I don't know if it's my. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, uh, I'll try to tell this as quickly as possible. Uh, but when I was in fifth grade. Uh, I had uh, just gotten like AOL uh, <laughs> internet yeah. in my house, uh, and so like uh, my friends were starting to get it. And uh, around this time, uh, a buddy of mine, Chris, got a girlfriend who lived like maybe two towns over. Uh, what was her name? Uh, uh, like Annie or Annika or something like that. And then she had a bunch of her female friends, and she had this really cute friend that I had a crush on named uh, Laura. Uh, and I really liked this girl from like the couple of times we hung out. So she was like, oh, I like this girl a lot. Uh, and then one day I get a message from her, an instant message. I was like, hey, uh, I got your screen name from like Annie. And we were like, and then we talked for like two or three weeks, I think, like on and off, you know what I mean? On like nights and weekends. And I was like, oh man, this is going somewhere. This is pretty cool. Uh, and so then I'm feeling like really happy and really uh, good about myself. And then we're in gym class, we're in the locker room, we're changing. And I mentioned, I was like, hey, uh, so she'd like, so Laura has been talking to me, to my friends, I said this, I'm like, I think uh, she wants to like do something this weekend. Like, I think that's like pretty cool. And then my buddy Zach was like, Matt, this is too mean, I have to tell you. I was like, well, what's going on? He goes, uh, your friends, uh, Chris and Ian, uh, they've been, they made up that screen. That's not Laura. This is a made. Ooh. This is a made-up girl. So it's not. It's not her. Uh. Uh, that's not real. And I felt so embarrassed and awful. Like thinking about. I didn't say anything like terrible, but I was like, I, I was real with this person. I talked to this person like a human being. Yeah. Like I, I imagined said things about myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I would not right. have said uh, to my friends. And I just felt so bad and awful and so awful because I was like. I remember thinking at the time, oh man, a girl likes me. Like, this is yeah. so cool. This is like the first girl, like, she really likes me. Yeah. And finding out this is a fictional person made me think, like, I'll never, well, that's it. I'll never fall yeah. in love. I can't, who could ever love me? I was so stupid to think that. I felt yeah. so embarrassed and awful. It's terrible. Really traumatic. Uh, uh, I can't, I've, I've had plenty of embarrassing moments. The one that comes to mind that I always think of and I just feel like such an idiot is there's this girl that I had a crush on like basically all of growing up and she she always talked about how much she loved she, she loved Dane Cook. And I remember one day just being like that the night before once I found out like I like listened to a bunch of Dane Cook, hated it, but like memorized a bunch of the parts of it and then the next day was like, Yeah, I love it, it's so funny and da 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 And like I think back on that and I'm like Oh my Were you, like, god! Retroactively embarrassed. Oh my <laughs> god! And I'm just like, oh, JD, loser! Like, just like completely, just like listening to it, and being like, I don't like this, but being like, no, 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 I do like this. Yeah. And almost buying the CD of it so that I could like Show hang out you, with yeah. the eggs. And I was like, oh my! It just like hurts me to think of like me willing to sell myself out that quickly just for the attention of this person who clearly did not have any interest in me. Yeah, I don't know if I've told this before, but it, uh, it ties in 
to yours. I don't know if this is the most embarrassing, but it fits. These are all kind of like childhood, adolescent mm -hmm. romance embarrassments. Um, but there was a, a girl that I, I was like tentative. You know, when you're you sort of feel like you're dating, but you're at the age where you you don't want, you're nervous about putting a name to it because you're you, it's going well enough that you kind of feel like you could jinx it if you say like, oh, what are we? Like if you ask to define it. And uh, there was this girl that I felt like we were boyfriend and girlfriend, but it also felt like it was it was new enough that it could be damaged by saying it. Like you could accidentally like we could. It was like waiting for the glue to dry on something where you're like, if we just leave it alone, like it'll harden. But if we touch it now, it could like right mm -hmm. uh, uh, damage it. And we were having a New Year's party at like a mutual friend's house where it was like sort of like a couple of couples sort of, uh, and this is probably like an age like 13 or 14, I guess, 14 maybe. And uh, for some reason we were watching the movie Less Than Zero. <laughs> I don't know why this is just, it was like watching Robert Downey Jr. like like deal with cocaine problems in a movie. Um but I felt like I'd broken out pretty bad with acne that morning. And I was like, oh, God, why did I have to break out like on the night when? Because it was sort of, I was sort of thinking like, oh, maybe tonight we'll kiss. Like maybe right. tonight will be the night, yeah. New Year's Eve, and it's this party. And we'll be staying up late at a friend's house. And but I kind of was like, oh, God, I, had, I remember having those little oxy pads. And I was like, yeah. man, I've really broken out badly. And so we watched... Uh, less than zero, and so we had the lights turned off. And then when we turned the lights on, uh, I'd gone from having like what would just seem like bad adolescent acne to uh, full blown chicken pox, uh, oh, and it had no. sort of erupted during the movie. So I w started from just looking like I had some zits to just having like if you don't have chicken pox until you're a teenager, you get it bad, yeah. right? And there was a bad snowstorm out, which meant that uh, we were sort of stuck there um, till really late. Until it, like people were like the roads were bad and parents were trying to pick up, but it was it was bad conditions. So I was like stuck there longer than uh, and being like I don't know what's happening. And uh, so I mean that was really embarrassing in and of itself because then I was just like oh like. Nor everything else about the circumstance was good. Like, we're stuck. It's New Year's Eve. It's late. Yeah. Except for the fact that also she'd never had chicken pox. So also it was like, oh, I may have given her chicken pox. Did you end up? I think she got like a few chicken pox. It was oh, not bad. bad. But yeah, I did. And then... <laughs> but yeah, I definitely did. Someone else... Then someone... Like, I was out of school for a few weeks. And there was some situation where like... In, so we couldn't like see each other, but we were still like in contact. And then there was some situation where someone came to me and said she was around like a bunch of other like girls, and someone asked her in front of a bunch of people, "So what's the deal? Like, are you and Connor going out?" And her being put on the spot, uh, she said, "That's never good for kids." Yeah. yeah, she said, "No, we're not." So word got back to me that you're not going out with her, and it was based on like. Now, as an adult, you can look at like, oh, well, we could probably could have just had a conversation. I could have said like, well, I'd like to be or something like that. Yeah. But I felt like, ugh, like even if we were, 
she was put in a situation where she was having to make the call. She just made the call saying like yeah. we weren't because maybe she would have been embarrassed as well. Or maybe she genuinely thought we weren't. I don't know. But I felt like it was a situation where she was maybe as nervous about it as I was and so said that yeah. we weren't. And then I felt like I needed to do the the right thing. And basically I called her up to apologize. I apologized to her. That for misunderstanding the situation. It was just this awkward oh. conversation where I felt like the noble thing to do was to like, like I needed to like call and apologize for having had the wrong impression. That, that embarrasses me to think about. Yeah, that stuff sucks. Yeah. Okay, next. Did JD ever finish hashtag flush and run? I don't know what that is. What is that? Hashtag flush and run? No idea. Is it a going to the bathroom thing? I've, I've listened like, to both episodes to completion, and I have no idea what that's Did yeah. JD ever flu- hashtag flush and run? I don't know what that refers to. So have you oh, ever flushed? I know what it refers to. I was on the... Oh God. I was on the uh, Talking TCGS podcast the other day. Okay. And I talked about it when I was a kid. I used to be afraid of the toilet, and I would flush the toilet and run from it. No, I never did that. I okay. was not afraid of the toilet. All right. I was not afraid of the toilet. Connor. The fact you said it twice makes me believe that maybe you were a little afraid. Nope, not at all. Okay. Uh, from uh, That was from Fisher-Price from Apocalyptic Hope. Uh, oh, snap. I'm determined to be the first to finish three. Finished one and two in under 36 hours. Damn. Oh, man. Oh, he's God. in for a sad day tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be. Or whenever he's yeah. here. Uh, back from him again. What's with old movies being TV shows? Example, Bates Motel, Fargo. Good or bad? Uh, it's fine. I mean, I say bad. We don't need more cultural regurgitation. I think it it, it moves culture forward with, it doesn't, it doesn't move culture forward. I mean, with an original idea, but I I know why they exist because nobody wants to come up with an original idea because of the chance that maybe this isn't marketable. Yeah. At the same time, you know, like earlier we were talking about Star Trek, the next generation. Yeah. Uh, when it, I mean, it's like with anything when it works, it's great. Of course. Um, the, I've never seen Bates Motel or Fargo. I thought Fargo was honestly a bit until it felt like, oh, they're, they're doing a lot of promotion for this thing. That's, they're promoting yeah. this bit pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Fargo TV show might end up being really good. Yeah. Um, I, hope, I hope it is. It seems to me, like my own tendency would be like, don't make a Fargo TV show because Fargo is its own great standalone thing. Um. But, you know, I also thought that it was a mistake to make a TV show of Hannibal Lecter because I thought it was completely played out, and I really love that show. Not seen it. Um, Kevin Hines is a big booster of that show. I know. He's tweeted a lot about it. Um, And I thought that Hannibal and the Thomas Hare stuff, I thought that was completely played out, and I think the show is really original, and it is a smart new take on that source material. I think that, uh, you know, like, if you look at, I think it's one of those things where it's like I sometimes when things get rebooted feel like wouldn't it just be better to come up with a new thing that's original rather than you know like the Mission Impossible movies Mm -hmm. the first thing it's almost funny the the first thing in the first Mission Impossible movie was that's a show about a team that does things and the first thing that happens in the first Mission Impossible movie is 
everyone on the team except Tom Cruise is killed. Yes. And then the rest Emilio of the movie is like... Emilio is crushed by an elevator, I believe. Yeah. He falls yes. an elevator. To the point where I'm like, why didn't you just make a new Tom Cruise action movie, but you just wanted to have that theme music yeah. and the name Mission Impossible has some recognition? I do tend to feel like sometimes that is lazy. Well, that, I think that's a lazy example, but you can have on the other side of the But the fourth, coin. the fourth Mission Impossible movie was a really terrific action movie. Mm-hmm. Um... Is it one of the worst titles of any movie that I've ever liked, which is the Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol? I think it sounds like a. It sounds uh, like a video game that annoying kids like. It sounds like, a, like the middle part of Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, or like uh, like a Tom Clancy series of books that are no longer There's written by Tom Recon, Clancy. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's like has his name above the title and then at the bottom, very small, says the two other people who wrote it. I, when I was a kid, I bought two Tom Clancy novels thinking, oh, I would like this, and then like read it, and was like, I, I, no, yeah. I don't want to read all of Rainbow Six. So I agree, with you. I agree with J.D. in the sense that it's not necessarily a positive trend. We don't need more cultural regurgitation, but I will also say that when it works, it works. But um, when it works, I, at best, I don't think it, it moves anything forward culturally. I think uh, it's just sheer entertainment. Unless it is something that could just be another, unless there's no re, unless the only, unless it's something that could just be a different property, its own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think like the Hannibal TV show is its own, it is, uh, uh, or Star Trek The Next Generation is something that you like that. Right. I think that did move it forward. Right. But to me, that's like, it was its own thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it could have not been Star Trek almost. Yeah. Which is just another way of saying when it works, it works. Exactly. I agree. Um, okay. Uh, boneless hot wings. Uh, boneless, great hot wings. I'm a fan. I like boneless spirits from uh, Chinese. I like places. boneless everything. Something about that, just like not even think about bones, but it's like meat that feels. Don't like even have to bones. think about bones is great. But I, I do think that, like the picking up a wing and is a fun. Yeah, I have to say that <laughs> in my experience, um, boneless hot wings feel. Less good to me, in, just in terms of the quality. You're taking a hand, a finger food, and you're turning it into a fork and knife. Food. Yes, I I think I think hot wings on the bone. It's, it's the process of it is what's fun. Yeah, but like boneless spare ribs or something. Yeah, like I hate mm-hmm. trying to eat spare ribs with fork and knife that have bones. You just always leave so much meat on the bones. Yeah, so yeah. I, boneless I, for, spare ribs. For, yes, buffalo so I wings. I prefer the bone, wings. but yeah. ribs I don't mind if we just have rib meat. Okay, next question. Can a digital community translate into real-life relationships? Yes. Sorry. Can a digital community translate into real-life relationships? And if so, how? Just like this fucking podcast. Yes, over time. Yes. You could come up to Connor and I and have a conversation about something, whether it is about something we talked about in the show or otherwise, we'd be able to connect on it. Now, do you truly know me and Connor personally because we've not interacted? Probably not. We don't already have a relationship. It would be easier to start a foundational relationship given the online community that you yeah. have by listening to this. I've Yeah. Anytime that I've met someone um, who has listened to the podcast, uh, some groundwork has already been done. Now, it may be one... You also experienced this in full with someone else that mm-hmm. you wrote an email to that you have not sent. That's true. That's exactly what happened with that situation. Mm-hmm. Wow. I got to remember to ask about that off mic. Off mic. Or you can just listen to it. Or we just listen to it and then ask me then. Um, I believe it's completely true. The Gather Show is an example of that. I think this, sh- this show is an example of that. 
in, in, it would be like asking, like, do you think you could ever be friends with someone that you were pen pals with? Yeah. Of course. All you have to do is meet them. And I think it's silly for people to put up walls between the content and the... Uh, if the content is the people, putting up a wall between the content and those people is silly to me. People are content. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like I don't, I think it's fair for there to be a wall between like Wes Anderson and his fans because he's not putting himself up there. Yeah. But I don't think it's fair for like uh, a talk show host who's trying to engage with people to then personally put up a wall to those people. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, what size shirt do you wear? Extra large. Uh, depends on the shirt. Normally, I go between large and extra large. I go between large and extra large, but mu- I've landed large recently me too honestly extra large i feel like sometimes now it's just too baggy but sometimes large is just too confining i've also been working out a little bit more so i i I feel a little better i see those guns thanks connor nice dude i feel a little better wearing a little tighter shirt i'm a large but i'm trying to get back down to medium yeah um the metric system it's good i like it it's fine i am too accustomed to the english system Okay, and the last question is, has JD seen American Hustle yet? Hashtag longtime listener from Rigo Ariaza. Have you? Nope. Okay. Are you holding out? You're just not interested. Uh, I will say it's not a movie you need to see. That opinion from people has stopped me from watching it because so many people have been like, nah, I don't really like it. So then I've been like, of all the movies from last year that I want to seek out that I missed, mm-hmm. the amount of people that have been like, uh, I'm not into it, has outweighed the amount of people that are like, yes, you need to definitely see it. Yeah. And it was a movie that I would have seen if I had the day open back when it was all... Yeah, I think you'll stumble across it at one point. That's what I think, too. Um, I think you won't. I think you'll never stumble across it. Okay. That's interesting. Uh Uh-oh. Connor and Matt are staring each other down. Let's start heading toward... Because we're past the 12-hour mark. I know, we're past the 12-hour Because we've still got a train ride to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Deal with. We can do that. Well, we, oh, you just have to wait until the train takes me. That's what I don't okay. you don't want to travel. You don't have to travel okay. to Woodside or, okay. to, or to Queensboro Plaza unless you want to, but you don't have to. So no, I don't have to. Okay. Matt, do you want to walk with us? Uh, yeah, sure. You don't want to. I can tell oh, you. Oh, man. Want to. I, no. I mean, everyone I just heard that. You know, I just heard the, you not want to. We're in the so, room. With yeah, you. sure. I it's mean, a- you're moving to LA. You're what moving to LA. Think I can't handle a walk to the train station. I know you can't handle it. You know you don't like driving. You can't handle a walk to the train station. This is this a personal challenge? Are you? Uh, yeah, I just picture you're gonna go to LA and just stay in your hot tub all day long. I mean, that's lovely. I love LA. No, I'm I'm gonna do that. Okay. So we're gonna clue, so JD and I will conclude the podcast. No, it'll conclude when Connor rides away. We'll do our goodbye song. Yeah. Uh, wait, which, which lav do you have? Lav. Show me your transmitter. Is it mine or Keith's? That's mine. Good. So you can keep that. Yeah. We can do our... You sure? Well, everyone just... I'll just bring them on Wednesday. Yeah, I'll bring yeah, it on Everyone Wednesday. just really liked the ending the first time. Yeah. I didn't like our second episode ending. Okay. The first episode had a great ending. Well, we're going to try something similar. Great. Uh, okay. Matt, you're going to be on... You're going to go dark for a second. Okay. Hey, Matt. Oh, God. I'm in so much pain. I think, Connor, you need to fill up some dead air right now. 
yeah, I, I, I will say that because of because we spent so much of this episode walking, that it has wounded me more than I thought it would. You sound very tired. You sound like a man ready for bed. Uh, I'm exhausted myself. And JD is normally the source of energy mm -hmm. for this. Like, I'm a tired man in general. That's true. Um, talk again? So, Matt, you, yeah, hello. You want me to talk? You to talk? Um, yes. So, Matt, you're planning to leave. You have less than two weeks left mm -hmm. in New York three City. Three weeks, about. A little less than three weeks. May 3rd is my... Oh, right. A little less than three weeks. Um, what are your big plans for the remainder of your time in New York? Honestly, I don't really have big plans. Just trying to see as many people as I can, honestly, is the yeah. big is the big thing. Yeah, um, Matt, you're back. Okay, great. Test, test, test. Matt. Wait, do it again. Test, Wait, test, test. test. Now. Test, test, test. Matt. Good, Matt's good. Great. Um, yeah, no big plans. I just want to see as many people as I can. See my family. I mm. love uh, mostly family in New Jersey and New York. Yeah. So, yeah, just see as many people as I can come before I go. I was glad uh, to see you, especially. Today. Yeah. This. yeah. Yeah, this was great. Um, and and then you'll be back in at the end of June for the Del Close for Marathon. Del Close Marathon. And, uh, Are we in any shows together? Uh, maybe. I don't know. We should... We should, we should. Too late now, but we should have ensured that. We should have, but I'm sure you could hop on something, or I could hop on something. Or we should do a. Oh man! Before you leave. What? Before you leave, you have to do a set of Matt and JD don't come along. Oh yeah. What's that? I don't have a mic, so Matt. It's basically uh, Matt and JD don't get along. Is the thing where JD intentionally tries to provoke me and make me angry. Which he's very good at. Uh huh. What What would be a thing that would make you angry, Matt? Uh, like remember in back in episode one, long time listeners will remember when JD said that he thought competitive swimming was stupid. And oh, that did make you really angry. That's the thing he said to me that made me angry because it's such a dumb opinion and that we don't need to get into right now. Uh, even though I intentionally provoked him and I make JD turn around, whip his head around, and look at me. <laughs> but I can also push Matt's buttons in a way that. Very few people him. can. <clears throat> and I can, I can click into a mode of argument that just completely... Although, I'll say, I'm, I, I'm very, my buttons get pushed pretty easily, I think. If you know how to do it, you can really push my buttons. My yeah, sister's you're, very you're, good at it. You're, you're good at it. You're like a sensitive person in like a somewhat yeah. weak way. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Is it is legitimately for a second when you're like, you're a sensitive person. I'm like, yeah, I am. And then you said, in a weak way, I, my first immediate reaction was... Ugh. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, you ass. <laughs> I'm mad. What's the, what's the angriest you've been lately, Matt? The angriest I've been lately? Oh, honestly, when I was talking uh, recently to uh, the health insurance, when I like, finally got through and they were like, oh, we can't hear you. And I was like, my phone. I was like, you motherfuckers. And I just was <laughs> kind of screaming that because it was just like, you're on hold, you're on hold. And even this wasn't that long. It was like 20 minutes to half an hour or whatever after going through all the menus where you type in like your yeah. birthday and all this stuff. And then it's just like, oh, sorry, uh, you're going to have to call back on another line because I can't hear you. And I was just checking. I was like, it's not on mute. I was like, hello? Hello? 
hello, no, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> you just can hear a person go, I can't hear, sorry. And then, ugh. How, how were your taxes? How were my taxes? Yeah. Fine, good. Did them? Yeah. TurboTax. Uh, TurboTax. Uh, no hiccups? No. Uh, next year, you'll have to uh, click the box and they say... Any major life changes this year? You'll have to click yeah. Move to Hollywood. Click the Move to Hollywood box. <laughs> the Move to Hollywood. The, uh, the movie star box. You'll have to, you'll have to check the box of, uh, have, you, ha, have you mailed your card to another state this year? <laughs> um, yeah, you have to pay the car postal tax, the automotive postal <laughs> tax. You'll have to pay tax in every state that your car was I imagine that form says, like, oh, great decision. You really, uh, you save time and money. Especially that quote that you got was great. It's a great quote. You would have been a fool now, not now to take it. Now pay up. Now pay up. <laughs> pay, pay 20 states worth of tax. Well, the car was in Iowa for seven hours. Mm-hmm. And out of, the, a, out of the $900, that means you it's, made... And it's not an ethanol-powered car, so you have to pay this, the Iowa ethanol uh, refusal tax. Right. <laughs> ethanol refusal tax. <laughs> <laughs> Every state has a specific criticism of your car. What kind of car is it, by the way? Uh, it's a Camry. Uh, do you want to say the license plate number on the air? Uh, I don't know the license plate off the top of my head. You don't know your own license well, plate it's, number? Well, I didn't. It's uh, it's my dad's old car. So you're basically paying these people to steal your car, man. <laughs> well, I'll learn the license plate. Okay, so you're plate. mailing your dad's car across yes. the country? Yeah. Well, could, could you buy a used Camry for thousand bucks no it would have to be so like a car for a thousand dollars is like probably not a like a a great condition uh but i bet you get a great one for two thousand uh you would get a significantly better car for two thousand i feel like i mean i've i don't buy cars i mean we live in new york but like to me aren't it's like a couple thousand dollars right if you're gonna get like a kind of decent used car right i bet I bet that uh, you're going to find a bunch of hidden fees. Like, I bet you're going to have a $1,000 quote. That's to ship it. That's for the shipping. But then they're like, oh, you got to buy enough packing peanuts so the car doesn't get Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, you do have to put it in a box with a lot of packing peanuts. you got to box it up with packing peanuts. Yeah, a really big box. And they're, gonna, and they're also going to be like, Oh, you got to give us $200 extra for all the CDs we got to listen to on the way over. Yeah, JD. They're really going to Jew me out of my money. What? Matt. You, you have that Jewish voice right now. I wasn't a You're Jewish You're doing a voice. Jewish stereotype. You you read Jewish into that. Oh, I felt like that was a total I thought I was, I thought I was doing a, I thought I was doing a Latin stereotype. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Matt. <laughs> I mean, for a guy who bragged about eating pork earlier, you sure got sensitive <laughs> real quick. Uh, for a so-called huh. Jew, you're pretty. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uppity. I honestly, I introduce you. I put it. You are. <laughs> I introduce you to people who have. Like I'm like, oh, do you know Matt Cohen? Uh-huh. I introduce you as a pork-eating gentile. <laughs> well, that to me just feels like an odd introduction. A, ge- a gentile. It's not my most defining character. A gentile giant. Ah, you just stole my. Joke. <laughs> no, I didn't. You, you didn't say it quick enough. You didn't say it. How could I say that? I didn't know what you were going to say. You made eye contact with me. What do you think? I sucked your brain out like I'm Zimorpha, please? <laughs> Zorkon? What was the guy's name? Zikrafleez? Wait, how do you spell that last name? How do you spell that last name? What? Which last name? The guy who... Wukalis. Oh, yeah. Uh, W-U-K-A-L-L-A. 
No. Well, that's not right? Yes. Yes, sorry. Yeah, but I'm not as clever as Matt's girlfriend. What was his first name? Uh, it was Mark with a C. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I did genuinely love the expression on JD's face when he, you go, ah, a Gentile, ah, ah, like that, and you were so excited to say it. And then when I said it, you looked so betrayed. <laughs> It was a good joke. It was it a, good joke. a good I'm joke. I'm glad I thought of it. The Gentile Giant. Um, Matt Cohen, I give you full permission if you want to, when you're out in LA, develop that as a show. Gentile uh, Giant. Just if any, yeah. If if money ever comes into the picture, uh, I, give me a taste of it. Just a little taste. Of the Gentile Giant? Yeah, if you develop the Gentile Giant as like a character. Okay. Uh, so uh, what is the scenario? So he'd be, uh, let's just say he's uh, in a, he's going to a Shabbat, uh, a Shabbat at the local synagogue. Uh -huh. So but he'd be like, oh, this is pretty good. But I imagine. What is this? Is this Kugel? Is this what I hear Kugel is? Uh, and they'd be like, no, this is Rugula. And they'd be like, I, I, can't, I can't tell the difference between now, but I, the way I pictured it would be staged, you would, you would have like a small like dollhouse set uh -huh. of like the temple and like all the, Ooh, and yeah. you, you would like lift the roof off and your interactions would be uh, any of the people inside. Like you would, if you were eating food from inside, you'd be taking it from above. You would be an actual giant. Yeah. Look at this. And the voices would be from the, what happened? Oh. What are we looking at? Looked like he was like getting a skilled train. Just a worker. A worker. Uh, um, I thought today was a good 12-hour day. That was a good one. Yeah, I thought we really did great for the full 12 hours. It was fun being in it for the long haul with you guys. I thought... Is this like your dating vlog? <laughs> how much of this is fiction and how much is fact? What if Matt was just with us for all 12 hours but was silent? You I mean, can't prove... You can't prove that You can't right. prove it. Although there was one vine in which you'd be conspicuously absent from. Mm. Yeah. Well, I could have been in the bathroom at the time. It's true. Where would you have been in the bathroom at? Uh, I would have been in the bathroom in the stall. What building would the stall be in? Uh, the building where we were at when we took the vine. I don't want to say because Connor said he'd have to bleep it out. That is, that is, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> Wait. That's, that sign no, doesn't. That's, not, that's weekdays. It doesn't matter. It's not between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. right now. Mm. Oh. Well. This, this might be, ah, uh, yeah. What? Longest? Well, well, no. It's going to become close. Yeah, but this also, this also will probably most likely be. The warmest? Your last appearance in twelve-hour day. That's very true. In wow. the near future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are your parting words for the podcast? Well, I just want to thank both JD and Connor for having me along on this really fun, crazy ride. I Good, think that's I've... what I wanted. Yeah. Just some, <laughs> that's all we wanted was just some gratitude. Okay. Finally, someone to appreciate. Finally, someone. Yeah. Thank you. What do you want I to do. say to the fans? Uh, I want to say thanks to the fans for sticking with this. Uh, Thanks to the people who have come up to me and recognized me from 12-hour day. Did you hear that? Did you hear that story? 
somebody recognized me from 12 Hour Day. Really? At the UCB Theater. Oh, wow. After Harold Knight, I was leaving the theater, and somebody was like, you're from 12 Hour Day. I was just listening to that. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's my primary Because that's also what's great about that is the fact that they're legitimately recognizing you from the last four hours of the, you know, like, it's not mm-hmm. just like, hey, I know you guys do the thing. It's that they actually listen. To the yeah. I thought that was really great. Yeah. I like that you're always featured at the end of episodes so that, like, if you want to get to that part, you have to. Mm-hmm. He's the boss. <laughs> you're like uh, Boswell. Mm-hmm. Or Charlie. Charlie's the one that you know. Boswell is the boss. Yeah, like Charlie. Boswell, like you Boswell. see. Boswell is Bill Murray in the movies. Or, Boswell or, is the uh, unseen voice. Uh, Bernie Mac. In the second one. Is he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, thanks for the fans. Thanks for uh, making this possible. Uh, I think without their support, it wouldn't be a 12 hour day. It would be a zero hour day because no yeah. one would be listening. It's crazy that your uh, internship as producer is over. Yeah, I think it was a really crazy, <laughs> bumpy ride. It was a Intern long, strange trip. Yeah, but we, I think we really did it. You know what I mean? I think I, as I'm moving on to bigger and better things and yeah. my life takes a, a big yep. step forward. Bigger things, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Definitely bigger, definitely better. Uh, yeah, bigger, for sure. Yeah, and also Just a better. Bigger, bigger state. Yeah, and a better uh, quality of life for me as a person. Hey, don't try to bring any fruit into that state. Why can you not eat fruit? You can't bring it into the state. Why would I bring in fruit? Well, you would know this, but if you drive into the state, they'll stop you at the border and make sure you don't bring fruit the in. The border of California? Yeah. Okay, yeah. the train's coming. Oh, no. Well, it's 112. So do we? We're just, just. The last one was twelve twenty-five, right? It's twelve like thirty-eight, I think. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I thought it was like twelve twenty-five. No. So we're not as long as that one. No. That's all right. We don't need. To... I'm sorry, I'm such a downer today. JV had a bad weekend. We we're both tired. I mean, what we learned from this one is that adventure is not as much fun as it is uh, painful and exhausting, right? So wait, wait. You learned that an adventure is painful and exhausting and not fun. So, like, driving across the country would not be fun. It would be painful and exhausting. No, we've both done that. It didn't hurt. All right. This is our goodbye song. Goodbye, Connor. Goodbye, JD. I had a good day. I had a good day with me. I had a good day without. Going onto the train now. I'm not going onto the train now. And you're going to Neither am I. We're just standing here. I'm in the train with JD and I'm looking at that and I'm saying good night goodbye he's riding away good night Connor today was a great 12 hour day episode 3 that's it go. That was great.